I which, feel like it's a I, game you know, that everyone at the table said an idea and they all agreed. All right. Well, all right, guys. Everyone's idea can be in Doom Eternal. And they did it. <laughs> and it's just a bloated slog of a game, I think. I, I, mean, just, I still I like it, I uh, but the fact yeah, that I haven't fine. finished it says a lot, because I beat Doom 2016 very quickly. Yeah, that was like a two-setting <laughs> game where I beat Doom 2016. Yeah. I was all over that, but this game, it's just, I gotta, I'm gonna have to, like, push myself to finish Doom Eternal. Mm -hmm. I think I will as well, which is a shame. Yeah, um, because eventually... compared, to, compared to Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I beat pretty promptly... Like, I beat that in a couple days. I just want to play, like, almost anything else. I'm going back to old games that have been updated and playing them more. Beat that in a couple days. Well, like, which ones? Uh, Mordhau. Oh, they've, they've changed YouTube's layout. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. YouTube's layout has changed for me. I it hate has. it. It has? Yeah, it's this big, blocky, bulgy-looking piece of shit. It's, it's just... Look, send pixel didn't happen. Yeah, Alright, well... <laughs> Unless uh, you're referring to the uh, the style change that happened, like, a year or two ago. No, 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 this is definitely new. Let me show you. Um, so, I just was... Hold on. I just clicked on uh, your channel, Mauler, so that I could see... Um, the uh like you know the stream and well the, i was uh, actually gonna say i don't know if you guys noticed but pretty much all streamers that i know recently uh they're not sending out notifications for streams just at all really so and um, so not only do view counts like are suffering but um they also deteriorate really quickly because uh, there's a point where people just don't even know you're doing it anymore and i figure that it's probably smart for you to put it out on twitter and stuff but i mean people mm. could see it on moolah eventually anyway <laughs> it's all good <laughs> i'm sorry everybody right. youtube's being a dick that's what it looks like on my end. Pretty much sums up their attitude. It didn't look like years. that before. Yeah. Um, that looks different, doesn't it? Looks normal to me. Normal to me. I think that's normal. Oh. Um, okay. Alright. <laughs> it it looks different. <laughs> I, it, I, I just, it looks different. God damn it. It looks, yeah, it what looks different What specifically is different? All of the icons are a lot bigger, and that it's got that sort of that kind of Southern California, you know, design sensibility where it's all rounded and everything's like soft and flat. There's What's... no sharp edges anywhere. I think there's a lot of. I think it's more sharp edges everywhere. Uh, oh yeah, there's more sharp edges on the um on the like subscribe uh bell there and all uh, on the on the yeah, buttons, the... but. Between the thumbnails and the yeah. join subscribed buttons, um, I, it looks the same to me. Uh, I okay, I, I'm not sure. I just popped it on and then it, everything. <laughs> I was going to say, I just checked. Mine does look exactly like that, and it doesn't seem new to me. So maybe you oh, just took okay. ages to get some kind of update. Yeah. That, that'll yeah, because I like, like to hold off on updates. I, I hate you, these updates. Yeah, same, same. I fucking <laughs> yeah. updates. Yeah. YouTube is always making YouTube worse with their I updates. keep asking, hey, you like, want to switch? Worse. Nah, please, <laughs> please let me switch back please to how God, it no. no, you'll just make yeah. it worse. No, it's better, we promise. It's got new features, like what? Like, uh, not getting any more notifications anymore. Those annoying notifications, right? You hate those. Nope. Ah, oh, well, they're gone. See, you know, I, I, mm, there's someone competent. 
some might suggest that that is the removal of a feature, but oh, yeah. Wow. Hey, hey. How come there's that little tittle thing on your U? What's that? Mauler. On Mauler, it's got that line on the U. What's that? Uh, that was, that was something from the artist. I just don't mind it. All right. <laughs> kind of looks kind of looks like it has some purpose, you know, and therefore cooler. But, well, that is the question. It's what definitely is different. All of on my yeah, like make subscription sure, feed. Make sure your words boxes. are spelled right on your banner there. <laughs> do you do you, do you know about this, Chad? Do you know about anything to do with a banner and the word intellectual recently? No, no, what have I missed? Oh, someone we covered uh, <laughs> referred to themselves in their own banner, an intellectual point of view for movies or something like that. That's how they consider their own work, and they spell intellectual wrong. Oof. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people were like, don't uh, you get it? It's a joke. He uh, he ended up changing it once people pointed it out. Ooh. Uh, like that's the type of mistake I reckon I could make. So I, I make goofs on spelling all the time. It surprises me it would have gone for so long, because like it's his banner. You'd think a fan would have been into it in the video. Yeah, when he he's advertising yeah. the channel. He zooms into it, so you and no one. I guess <laughs> it's the focal point of his life. <laughs> no one had ever pointed it out to him, and said, "Hey, you you spelled intellectual." When I make a spelling <laughs> mistake in one of the uh, titles of my video, those are the first comments that come up, and I'm like, oh, crap, change it, change it! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway. It's a lackable. Um, I want to... So, so the April Fool's videos went out, and uh, the reason I bring this up is that the, the Just Right parodies is doing pretty well in terms of, like, making my audience laugh. And it was posted on a subreddit that hates people who hate the new Star Wars, and they were commenting on how it's pretty good, the pre wow. pretty pretty decent video. <laughs> and then when it, well, yeah. when made aware of it being my video, uh, th these are some of the amusing comments. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you lads that uh that they made. Uh, hang on. All right. Well, yeah, feel free to, uh... So, this is from the, what, the Star Wars subreddit? It's a or... subreddit that just fucking hates people who are, uh, brainless when it comes to hating on sequel trilogy. You're like me, like all four of us. They would hate all four of us. Yeah, alright. Gosh, some of these are... Let's see, the worst part is if he leaned further into the hyperbole. I feel like this could be a fun parody of overly pretentious video essayists. But instead he's using Just Right, an actually good channel. As a basis, <laughs> even quoting some of his videos, and it just muddies any point he's trying to make other than subjective film analysis bad. Um, There's going to be a lot of uh, self-reflection in these comments, I'm going to be guessing. Um, wait a minute, is that just Wright's thumbnail? No wonder that it's better than the rest of his videos. He is mocking, copying an actually good YouTuber. Remind me again of this guy... Of I guess why this guy has nearly three hundred thousand subs. So because... so by him saying better, is that him saying that it was a good video? Like yeah, yeah. Like said, well, analysis? whether or not it's a good video, it's superior to every other video I've made. Which <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate like your, that's your a compliment. Video, your video is the, like 
gloriously subjective. <laughs> it is just <laughs> a lot of words saying nothing at all. Well, I mean, that's, that's the running theme. Yeah. I'm glad they I appreciate know, totally. that Dexter Jetster did have an important role in the Rise of Skywalker. I think that it needed to be highlighted. <laughs> I was ready for they, someone to say they it. must agree with the sexual tension between Kylo and Palpatine. <laughs> it all depends on what kind of lens you're looking at. You know, they're using these very phallic weapons <laughs> that extend when they're in each other's presence. What can I say? <laughs> oh dear. So they they say someone is like, remind me again of why this guy is nearly three hundred thousand subs, and the next guy says because he panders to quote unquote intellectual. Should be fans intellectual. Intellectual. <laughs> fans who want to seem like the smartest in any conversation rather than actually have a discussion because we don't have discussions. No. Uh, no nope. So he makes no videos that are effectively just endless gatekeeping about how his opinion is right and everyone else's is wrong. Well, here's the thing you, com random commenter, you think that all of your opinions are right. And everyone else's is wrong for the most yeah, that's part. That's why you have because hold if those you didn't opinions. Think that, that's why. That's why you hold that's those opinions because you think they're right. The uh, sheer audacity! This, uh, you're all wrong. I hold plenty of opinions that I, de I deem wrong. <laughs> it <laughs> makes complete sense. The, the audacity of thinking your opinions are correct. How dare <laughs> you? It's like, why did yeah, you have them? Oh, I just picked them, you know, I picked them out of a hat. <laughs> I've even gotten this in real life. It's like, you just think all your opinions are right. It's like, yeah, yeah that's why yes. I have them. That's, why they're that's, right. that's one of the prerequisites yeah. for holding them. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you acknowledge that one of your opinions <clears throat> is wrong and you still hold it, then you're just retarded. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know. Well, I'm trying to think um, of an example of what that would even be. Like, yeah, I think blah blah blah, but I also think that that's a. a I think slavery is okay, but I know it's wrong. This is like, oh, okay. Okay, what about what about when you're in an argument with someone and you prove them no, wrong, stop. logic and facts, and then they still hold on to their view even though they've been proven wrong? If um... I feel like so, at least somewhere deep down, they know they're wrong. Because they've just been proven they, it, they know but that, they're not willing the to thing. acknowledge it yeah, to what, themselves. What, yeah, what they acknowledge is different than what they actually feel and maybe, what they uh, yeah. believe, and maybe they don't know it yet, I guess. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, the fact that this is something that you see regularly, it there's no, it, it's so, it's just like this thing that we all do, it's wrong for you, even though, of course, if you press this person on it, there's no way you'd get them to say, oh, just because I have this opinion doesn't mean it's right or that i think it's right like, oh i don't what a strange freak you are well um, it's interesting this is very topical to what's going on in my channel and the controversy i'm embroiled in uh with uh, this debate of archery historical archery i'm doing I where do, i've uh... proven pretty categorical that certain things are the certain way with evidence and logic and so many just elitist oh, brainlets are like <laughs> just not, oh, it's it's really funny because I, I saw comments that were like, oh my god, it's so it's the, the archery community is so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to realize it's just people. It's not about yeah, politics it's... or Star Wars or archery. It's people. Exactly. That, that when they don't want to believe something, even when they're proven wrong, they'll still fight tooth and nail with the most disingenuous bullcrap to try and somehow justify their beliefs. You know? This, uh, this commenter carries on. His videos are a quick shorthand for the worst kind of fans. The worst kinds of fans. Oh, by the way, I, I, before we go on, he says effectively just endless gatekeeping. Uh, 
good. I want fandoms to be gatekept. It depends on how they... If you define well, gatekeeping as being, like, erroneously keeping people out, then no. But if you define it as literally just being a keeper of a gate to whether or not something is classified the way it is, like, well, yeah... Yeah, I, I think that when it comes to pretty much any hobby or fandom, they're not for everybody. It's not a place that everyone should be. Well, yeah, and, um, and, and the whole, like... Enter into it and change it on well, some Well, hang on. Well, level where... I think that's an important distinction because, you know trying to deny people enjoyment of something or you know gatekeeping i generally don't, don't like gatekeeping as a rule yeah um but like in terms of keeping something as it should be like star wars like not you're like respecting canon and stuff all on board with you there i'm all on board yeah like so if I guess respecting the, canon is gatekeeping then yeah i'm yeah i'm, I'm a gatekeeper on your definition yeah, yeah. yeah. On your definition know, of i don't know if this is a crazy person who's just like oh they don't want Mexicans to be in the Star Wars fandom or some <laughs> weird shit like that because this is Reddit, so who knows what the hell this person's thinking. Mm. But yeah, gatekeeping actually kind of a good thing. So there you go. When so, when used in a specific Yeah, because like, you know, I, I simultaneously hold the position of like, I would never tell someone they're not a fan of something. However, if you go like, man, it was crazy there was no lightsaber clash in TLJ and someone goes, What's a what's a lightsaber? I'd be like, You're a you're a fan of Star Wars? Okay. Like if, um, <laughs> like if my if my if my if my sweet old grandmother started playing Doom, and she thought it was uh, she she said it was too violent for me. They need to take out the violence. You know that would be one of those things. Where like, all right, we need to gatekeep it. You just, <laughs> just come in here and try to change all the things you don't like about something so that now it appeals to you. Well, that's the Simpsons episode where Marge uh, tries to sanitize Itchy and Scratchy and the. <laughs> their, their opening is love and share and love and love and share. <laughs> so, like, the show's completely different. It reminds me of the Poochie thing as well. Yeah. I think oh it should God. be worth pointing out the, blast from the, past. Yeah, the general use of gatekeeping is more of a term of uh, elitism, I think, where people yeah. are like, no, it must be this way in terms of practice. Because that's what I've been running in with the archery bullcrap I'm, I'm uh, having fun with at the moment is the Even gatekeeping the that's happening there that sorry but even to a degree i agree with that yeah it's just so funny as well we're, we're discussing the concept of gatekeeping in a comment that says that we gatekeep the discussion from not happening like, yeah, and we're discussing it <laughs> <laughs> we're failing right. his comment is so hard right now um anyway he goes on his videos are a quick shorthand for the worst kinds of fans the ones who want to end discussion before it even begins hmm Okay. Really? That went well. Yeah, I was going to say. That one aged well. Uh, when dared to confront a different opinion, they can just point to one of Mahler's videos or list off the plot holes that aren't actually plot holes from those videos and instantly own anyone who would dare like an objectively bad movie. No, we, we love some objectively bad movies. Yeah, we always say it's fine to like it. Just It's when people I claim like that it's like really well written. You're like, uh-oh. You know? I, I like the Mandalorian and the subject of this video, <laughs> but, but also like what plot holes aren't plot holes. He just well, yeah, that. I was gonna say that that, that makes me wrong. Been, yeah, all the plot holes that have been pointed out, I think, are pretty objectively plot holes. You know, like. Well, that's the thing. I'm so totally on board with the idea that I fucked up. I'm just like, oh, which ones have I fucked up? And then they say the whole like, you say that it's ridiculous to plow a star destroyer through the floor in terms of damage, but they're immune to that. You didn't realize that. That's not a plot hole or something like that. And I'd be like, oh. That's uh, that's a really good defense that you've inferred out of nothing. Yeah, 
And I want to know what this person's justification is for telling us that we're wrong. Like they think their opinion is right. Yeah. Wrong. That's kind of... This person's just trying to trying to use the word objective to, to silence our feelings. That's what they're doing. And to shut, shut down discussion and yeah. say they're right. <laughs> I'm offended. I am offended. I will say that. Uh, let's see. Uh, next comment. So is he just being a dick, or did he manage to make an actually enjoyable video by accident? <laughs> that Dude, it gives me infinite pleasure to know that a Tross defender would have liked my video. Like, they'd be like, this is good. I like this. Uh, next comment. How does Mahler do something less pretentious and hateful than the movie circle jerk-offs, even when he's clearly making shit up? Um, their reply is, I like how he has to start making up themes for the movie because he knows if he talks about the actual themes, his fans will realize re <laughs> re realize they exist. Um, oh, no, we know there's a theme oh, in the Rise of Skywalker. Hide the comment. No, the chat will see. They'll know. They can't oh. find out these themes. Right. No. No, I, I don't chat, think look away. it doesn't have a theme. But having a theme don't make it good. I'm just picturing chat with like big cartoon eyes looking at this comment Sorry. like, oh my god, there are themes. You yeah, lied to us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I think we mentioned this before we got started, but uh, identity, I think it is present in the sequel trilogy. It's about Rey trying to identify exactly who she is through uh, multiple sources. They just execute it horribly. Yeah. Because the overall message was always going to be, it's not about where you come from. It's about who you are. Or something like, you know, the, the, the choices you make. But they find, like, three different ways of saying it. And then by the time they finish saying it, they're like, so, what is she? Yeah, and then credits I mean, roll, and we're like, oh. Because <laughs> that's contradicted by the end, where it's like, Ray, Ray Skywalker's like, oh, she's so you... gonna accept who she is, and then she's trying to be someone else. Like, execution doesn't seem to be following through. Well, was the thing. The, the first one was like, your parents aren't going to do it for you. Go find your identity for yourself. Cool. Second one. So your attempt to find your identity, I guess, failed because you went for you. You were still waiting on a bloodline. Um, the the end lesson is it's not about them. It's about you. It's like oh, it's kind of the same as the first movie, but okay. Third movie. It's Palpatine. No, it's not really. It's whoever you want. Oh, we spent so time, so much time judging what her family might or might not be that we never got to know her. Poor Ray. <sighs> so this She's is good best. this is um another very interesting thread. I was gonna I was gonna show on Efau because I find it extremely amusing. But uh, if you want to give it a read, Mister Ragu? Yeah, let's give it a look. See. <laughs> Basically, it just proves that Mahler is too stupid to understand that his opinion is not fact just because he feels like it is um interesting because yeah i just like because you can state facts and say you agree with them which then you're sharing an opinion about a fact yeah you can have and opinions so, that are facts yeah is he saying that this is impossible like too stupid to understand that his opinion is not fact well, one, I don't think Mauler ever said that all his opinions are facts, so that's a straw man. But some of his opinions are, I would say. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, like, if my, if my favorite color is blue, that's not saying, like, objectively blue is the best color. 
Yeah, but... but it is a fact that your favorite color is blue. Yeah, it's a fact. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. We broke um, it! So, let's see. The next person says, I think Mahler is genuinely mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all honesty... Ripper Rudy. <laughs> I, I, I kind of believe that about all of this a little bit. Yeah. It's fine. That, that mm. next comment, though. All right. This one should be a doozy. Um, I've seen people sincerely speculate that he's somewhere on the autism spectrum. Perhaps it's Asperger's? It would help explain his obsessive tendencies, how incredibly literally he takes things, and his struggles with social norms. <laughs> like when he was confused over Joseph Anderson, someone he doesn't personally know, being offended that Mahler called him a massive faggot. <laughs> it's not, that's not the point. I totally understand anyone being offended by anything. That's the nature of humanity. I'm saying, why the hell can't you get over it? Especially when he laughs at jokes that are specifically designed within that, let's say, uh, tier. He's pissed at me because I said something that he was told by a fan. And I was like, can we just, like, can you not ignore it? It was supposed to, it was in my script because it was funny. And he was like, no. I was like, okay. Alright. <laughs> and I, well. you know, Rags and I, we get all kinds of shit thrown at us all the time. And we're still just like, yeah, I mean, well, anyway. Right. I mean, if you can, I mean, yeah. Um, at the very least, I think he has a narcissistic personality disorder. <gasps> I mean, just look at the summary from Wikipedia. NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, is a personality disorder characterized by a long-term pattern of exaggerated feelings of self-importance, an excessive need for admiration, and a lack of empathy towards other people. That's me. People with N yeah, it's you, to a T, yeah. People with NPD often spend much time thinking about achieving power and success or on their appearance. Typically, they also take advantage of the people around them. Such narcissistic behavior typically begins by early adulthood and occurs across a broad range of situations. I want to break that one down. Let's let's apply it individually. So, um, long-term long pattern, pattern of, of exaggerated feelings of self-importance. All right. Is there a long-term pattern? Are you, do you think you're more important than other people are? I'm well, trying no, to think of examples. Exaggerated feelings of self-importance. Yeah, oh, that's true. Because well, I think I'm I'm pretty important, especially to me. Yeah, yeah I've never Wow, you narcissist. And, and to be honest, like, I've never heard Mauler say that his opinions are more important than other people. They're I not. As far as I can say, they're something not. something that, like, Joseph Anderson said, right? Joseph Anderson said, what was the quote? That his Fallout 3 video is viewed more on the daily than someone will be listened to in their entire lives. <laughs> Why would you say? That? I'm like, hmm. hmm. I think the fact that you you bring other people on to hear their views and uh, engage in a discussion contradicts that point quite strongly. Because if you had a, you know an exaggerated feeling of your own self importance, it would, you'd want to make it all about you, not bring on guests or debate people. Well, I mean, you, you just say long term. I am a long man. That kind of lines up. Uh, just saying. Uh -huh. Yeah, but there's a bit there. These people don't watch EFAP. They don't. They don't watch the things that they're criticizing. They just heard no. it from somebody else in some vague way, and then they've shaped it in their mind to be something they want it to be. An um, excessive need for admiration. Now, I think everyone generally likes to be admired. That's not a negative thing. I mean, yeah, but an yeah, excessive exactly. need. Yeah, like an excessive need. An excessive need. Like how you, would you? Uh, how would you be able so, to notice that? 
<laughs> Sorry, people... just a quick question, Walla. Does your content cause people like like this in this Reddit post to admire you? Oh, I get all kinds of admiration all the time. I don't highlight like a shit ton of just the sludge that gets poured onto my <laughs> reputation regularly. Yeah, because you you would think if you were after admiration and you had, had an excessive need, you wouldn't pick an area or body of work that would so controversial that causes such. Uh... Well, the, yeah, this is the thing. If I wanted to achieve uh, maximum admiration, I would just do what Just Right's doing and hope nobody points out all the flaws. I was actually talking to Alex about this with the response that I got through that parody video. I'm like, I really could have done what Joseph Anderson did, and, and if I said everything is subjective in terms of like judging any kind of quality. Then anyone who criticizes me, I can be like, that's your opinion, then that's fine. Thank you for watching, I appreciate it, and I hope we can be friends. Like, the most diplomatic and friendly, and I probably get a way better set of admiration at that point than what I get now, which is... I'm not saying it's thankless, but, like, there's a lot of people who really don't like what I do. So I think that point is thoroughly contradicted by reality. Like, I would... I guess I'd rather be admired than not, I guess, in most well, contexts, but maybe you could argue would be the same way. Maybe you could argue I'm an, I'm an incompetent narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, just on the matter of wanting admiration, it can be like this. I don't think there's anything wrong, but going to try and get people's admirations in a negative way by like pandering to them and not standing up for yourself and just trying to please everyone. Yeah, that's weird. Lying, and, being dishonest mm -hmm. or exactly. saying you don't believe. Yeah. Um, so Mahler has a, a lack of empathy towards other people. I guess um, the proof no. of that would be that I throw insults. I'd be like, damn, nailed it. Oh, but I just counter with, you know, you were, you were showing um, support and stuff when I was going into my surgery. I've had first-hand experience of Mahler capable of being empathetic. So it's actually not a complete robot. I just... Damn, my veneer is cracking. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let's see, people with MPD often spend much time thinking about achieving power and success or on their appearance. I feel like I could be doing a hell of a lot more if they were my only goals. Like, uh, first of all, covering a lot more videos, a lot more things a lot more faster, you know, like... Uh, power and power? What would be power on YouTube exactly? Well, I would actually say doing things that are more in line with growing an audience and getting views and mm. uh, you know long man bad that that's like that, that, yeah, that but... style of content you're generally more inclined towards isn't necessarily it works in some niches absolutely but more broadly it's a bit harder for you know and so i don't think that would be the best plan not to mention either. that raid shadow legend still hasn't popped up on my channel or efap so you'd think it would have by now if i was aiming to at least by the definition of success being money well, yeah, wait, I say that. It popped up on uh, Godelb, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Shade Regents of Lido. It's a better game. You guys should all play it. Do you care no, about your appearance, Mola? I mean, I've never seen your face once. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to find. I just don't I just don't think that it's better than having icons or uh, in my videos. I always think that I should just have visual references instead of a vlog, you know? I mean, I, I don't use my uh, face and stuff on YouTube, but I keep up my appearance because people see me like i don't want to look like a slob like well, half the people true, yeah. who uh, like on youtube so many people get in front of their webcam <laughs> <and they're> like, <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like i i don't know i just feel like everyone should take care of their appearance it's a good 
it's you know it's a good thing yeah like if this was actually being said about shad right now i'd be like well i mean he looks good on camera that doesn't mean that he's obsessed with his appearance that's yeah weird i mean i shave and bathe and all that stuff <laughs> I, I don't like... wow you <laughs> narcissist I have to say, like, seriously, I do the bare minimum, like, really bare minimum when it comes to my group. Yeah, but some people don't even do that. That's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I think that's Rag's point. <laughs> have a shower. Yeah. So many yeah. people, and, and I know it was like, oh, they just make fun of people's appearances. But I'm like, imagine if you were going to show up to some just public event and your shirt was all dirty and ratty looking and it didn't fit you and your face wasn't shaved and it was all scraggly looking and unkempt and your hair was greasy and unclean and you, you, you clearly hadn't washed your face in a few weeks um like come on like babe, come, on. <laughs> come, on. come on come on um typically they also take advantage of the people around them um, um. So I'm not, you don't pay me, Mauler. I'm just saying. You know, Damn it! Who does Mauler take advantage of? There you go. You just said it, Shad. I'm not paying him for his appearances. Yeah. I feel I feel robbed. Like so, like, a, like I've been a, you know violated in mm -hmm, some way mm -hmm. and offended. Oh, deeply. deeply. Um, but I I guess the nail in the coffin will be. Uh, if, we'll have to ask Mauler if this uh, narcissistic behavior began in his early child, uh, early adulthood. Uh, when did when did you when did you realize that you had potentially Aspergers? I um as soon as I first my I made my first long man, which was you know what that was early adulthood. Um, well, so now that we've proved it, mm -hmm. uh, he basically ticks all the boxes. <laughs> okay, <then>. how, yeah. <laughs> basically tick all the boxes. I, basically, I, 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 yeah, basically, yeah. Um, especially with how he gets quite upset if people he criticizes don't come on his streams or acknowledge him. Um, oh yeah, we get really mad at that. We definitely don't just expect emotionally. It with an eye roll. Yeah. We yeah. like, like Mola goes on these massive emotional tirades for people not coming on his stream. It's it's I, shocking. I don't care. The only one they can make an argument for is Joseph Anderson, and that's just because I thought we could have a really productive conversation. And he had no reason. He said he would if not for me calling him a massive faggot. I was like, are you serious? Like. And so they take that as, wow, you're desperate to get people on your podcast, aren't you? And it's like, I, I mean, I could take it or leave it, but I just, okay, I fine. Get, yeah, I think he's got plenty of people on his podcast who are okay. Um, also, there's a laundry list of people who would refuse to come on here that we'd be okay with. Like, we've always been okay with Quentin Reviews coming on sometime. I seriously yeah, doubt ever he would come on. Yeah, it's not us who say they can't. It's they're the ones who won't. well they win-win right it's like either we would prevent them from coming on because we're afraid or that we want the bob because we're desperate f to take advantage slash to have attention i guess can't like, win. Can't win. Can't win. um let's see uh, especially with how he gets quite upset if people he criticizes don't come on his streams or acknowledge him and how he goes to great lengths to hide his actual appearance since he got a bigger audience what the fuck does that even mean what, I don't why know. are they so obsessed he goes, Wait, I I thought I thought he had that. narcissistic personality disorder. So if that's the case, then why would he go to great lengths to hide his actual appearance appearance since he got a bigger audience? Also, what does that have to matter with anything? Like the uh, only way, unless Mauler actually looks like you know some disfigured and mutated <laughs> mess, and then he's going to great lengths to hide because <laughs> it's so narcissistic that he. Titus. 
the elephant man pretty much but like even if i did uh basically look like a puddle of flesh it's like i still think people would like enjoy my content that already did you know they'd be like well he's a puddle of flesh but oh still God, he looks like <laughs> his arguments are so good huh um Let's if I looked like Jabba the Hutt, I think people would be still on board because of the whole Star Wars theme, you know? They'd be like, oh, that's cool, yeah, Jabba's I'm... making YouTube videos. <laughs> and I think a lot of people, and, and oh, by the way, there's no way that they would say this about anybody else on YouTube that they like, going to great lengths to hide his actual appearance since he got bigger. I was like, okay, this is why this doesn't matter. And I think a lot of non-YouTubers don't understand how how many advantages come from using either an avatar or n no representation of yourself in any way N having none of that and not having yourself um not having your you know sitting in front of a webcam and doing stuff there's a lot of advantages when it comes to like editing and stuff especially uh, that come with that yeah that, that last sentence though i, I find that not amusing. to mention his willingness to associate with downright nasty people like rags sargon the Geeks and Gamers guy, etc. <laughs> the Geeks and Gamers guy. <laughs> I like how it's just out of the fucking realm of possibility that I'm friends with Rags. It's like, nah, Rags, I need your audience. Give me. I'm downright nasty. I don't think I'm downright nasty. I'm nice. I don't think so at all. I mean, personally, I'm gonna put it out there. I disagree that you're nasty. That's my hot take for the day. Well, that's just because you're a narcissist. Wait, I'm a narcissist, therefore nice. you're not nasty. Okay, alright. I, I need yes. to figure this out on my whiteboard. <laughs> uh-huh. Why's it gotta be a whiteboard? Uh, I meant blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a blackboard's actually worse, because you have the blackboard, which is perfect as is, and you're using white chalk to By the cover way, over it. If I was autistic, normal. what are they trying to say? You know? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. That sounds pretty ableist to me. Like, like where are you going no, with this? Like, that Mauler. What an autist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's some pretty ableist language there. Everyone's saying that I said something dirty and gross, but I don't know what it is. Right? All right. Um, oh, yeah. Fascinating. Let's see. Yeah, well. Uh, so, yeah. There you go. Uh, we're bad, horrible people, and Mauler's the... Uh, king of the right wing Nazi incels, narcissist, leftist, and yeah, um, there you I go. Also, yeah, I find it interesting just in that last thing that it really does seem like people uh, equate the capacity to be nasty, meaning someone is their nasty person across the board. Because I've been nasty to people who have rightly deserved it, um, yeah, and I think everyone has. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're being um, pretty nasty to me in this thread, but exactly. they're they're exempt because I'm a bad man. But yeah. you judge someone to be a nasty person broadly by their broader actions and how they treat people broadly, not the specific instances of when they are nasty for, you know, justified reasons at times and stuff. Um, because, yeah, like, Rags, he's a nice enough guy. I don't okay. like... Okay. <laughs> you know, I could... Uh, uh, well, I guess I would love... None of these ever have examples. You have the one about you calling Joseph Anderson a massive faggot. <laughs> But that's because he was acting like a massive fag. No, it wasn't even. It was a joke. And I had to explain it to him, and he joke-policed me. Well, I said, he's, he's been a massive I said the whole point of the funny is that it's absurd. Like, you have this position on a game, and then I prove it wrong, and then I attribute that you have that position because you're a massive fag. That makes no sense. And I said it's the same level as saying you're a desk lamp. And he was like, 
that uh, it's absurd to call someone a death lab though. While this is like this is this is mean. It's like oh, it's not the same category. It's just you've decided what is and isn't thing. funny. It's just, yeah, it is the exact same thing. It's absurd to call something somebody something that they're not. Like I, I but... translated for him. I was like, I called you a large gay. Like that. If if that's your <laughs> specific definition of faggot, as, as opposed to a large piece of food eaten in Britain or bundle of sticks. Yeah, large a bundle large of bundle of sticks. It's like, what would that have to do with anything? <laughs> that's why it's funny. But well, never mind. Oh, I still love that that word is in the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, the original book. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> those books must be disowned. Wow, because language doesn't mean. change. Um, the only other thing that I think is, is worth checking out, I think everyone has seen this already, but it's just so funny. Uh, Chad, do you want to have the honor of uh, reading this tweet out and, and, and accepting what the tweet is? Oh dear, okay, so <laughs> you're, you're giving me a Bob one? Yes, I am. So, first of all, read the tweet that he is uh, quoting and then read his tweet and then react to it. That is your, that is your job for the day. All right. Somebody offers you 3,500 to finish everything on this tray in 90 minutes. Could, would you do it? Question mark. $3,500? Yeah. I, 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 I would I'd give it a that. shot. I'd, I'd give it a shot. good try. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'd give it a yeah. shot. I mean, paying me lots of money to eat tasty, but junk food still, but still it can be tasty. I'm mm -hmm. not a fan of Maccas hugely, but I mean, if I, uh, for money, uh, like a lot of money. Okay. Wait, does that include like the wrappers and stuff? No. <laughs> I, 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 okay. I, right. I assume not either. I just, I just, you know, someone, someone walks up to you with a deal like that, and you, you got to make sure. I, I, I probably couldn't, but I, I'd try. Give it a shot, yeah. Okay, okay. So this is Bob's response. That's a fairly small amount of money. Oh my goodness, Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, movie blob. <laughs> oh, gosh. I guess point of reference, hey? Yes. Uh, That's a fairly small. I like that he said for an average sized person. It's like, Bob, what do you think average sized people are? This isn't even, not even a moderate amount. Not even a lot. This is a fairly small amount <laughs> for an average sized person. That is four different meals four burgers, <laughs> four drinks. Okay. Uh, the main reason fast food cooks, the fast food cooks so fast and lasts so short, is that there isn't much density to it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to eat a double helping of nuggets in that time frame, but I could easily. <laughs> that humble brag. Though. It was like I don't want. It's a, a peculiar boast, I will say. <laughs> Isn't much density to it? What is he talking about? Well, this is what I mean. It's like he's arguing that there's a lot of air in McDonald's food or something. If there <laughs> isn't. McDonald's food, <laughs> McDonald's food is nasty. It's very compact. And it's heavy. It sits heavy in your gut. Like, you just have yeah. to eat it to know that. Well, this is what I mean, man. Knows, like, I think that if I ate all the nuggets on that on that tray, I'd start to be like, ooh. Of, oh, uh, that's quite and then a bit. you realize you have four double cheeseburgers, two large fries, and four sodas. To the finish. the drink. I don't know how I'd be able to keep those drinks down. That's <laughs> a lot of drinks. drinks. I'd be like, there's that's not like enough two physical space in my stomach. Yeah, yeah. The the problem is that there's not enough capacity in my stomach and liver combined <laughs> to, to put all of this in there. It's for this. Is, 
How is this a? It's like it's four large meals. No, meals? it's a small portion for one person. It's a small amount for it's a small amount for one person. I can't like, believe it. And Frankie, you're like seventeen feet tall. So for this, this for, is what I mean. I'm a big guy, nothing. and this is insane. This is nuts. Like I am like this. <laughs> I can't fathom it. It's like twenty nuggets, four burgers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> burgers. One of them's a double big. <laughs> oh yeah, it's even worse than that. <laughs> I think the one on the right doesn't have a patty because that's just the people who work at McDonald's unable to put what you ordered into the bag. I think they're all supposed to be probably doubles. Oh gosh, and you know, I bet people could say, "Guys, your fat shame is like." No, yes. we're trying to look out for people's health. If you eat like that as a single meal, you're gonna die of a heart attack. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is, this is shaming. like, this is yeah. At this point, like you're seriously putting your life in you jeopardy. Should this, you should be shamed for doing this to yourself. You I don't really mind. What people, I don't really mind like whether or not people do or do not, you know, do, act in a certain way. I guess the concern here is it's like. This is, like, that's a lot of food. You are that's a lot of yourself. Food. I think that's a good point for you. Look, if people want to eat themselves into Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I can't can tell what you they anything. Want, but just... they can't tell us that we have to accept it or not acknowledge the inherent health risks that's associated with that. Like, like, like... I don't know, movie Bob. Like, I, I, <laughs> I can't... <laughs> well, I was going to say he's just categorically wrong. The average sized person will not consider this small... No, the oh, average sized person isn't capable of consuming fucking, this much the, food. The menu doesn't consider this small. That's not how they describe so, this. No, I it's can literally a lot. This is the family meal times two. <laughs> yeah. So if I, I go to the McDonald's nutrition calculator, I can find oh out how many calories. Wow, they have like they have a legit nutrition calculator here on the McDonald's.com site. I can find out how many uh, calories are in this. So y'all discuss that and I'll get to work. Um. <laughs> well, and you know, so it's funny, right? Like, I, I've gone through different phases of appetite and eating. I've been a bit larger, and now I'm on, on, I'm on, doing pretty well. I'm on a health streak at the moment, mm. and and, uh, and uh, burning it off, which is pretty good. And and uh, and so there was like a time in my life where it, it felt like it was a, a like you've achieved something to eat a large portion. I was like, check this out, you know, like you able to you know chug it down and stuff. It's not a healthy attitude. Uh, at all, which I'll happily acknowledge. Uh, but, um... I like, uh, Star Wars Guild just said, I want to do the movie Bob McDonald's challenge. It's like, that's what it turns <laughs> into. <laughs> I'm an average size person. Like, you declare that in your video, and it's like, can I eat this? This is considered small. Well, uh, it's funny. I think when I was larger and had a, a larger appetite, I might have managed it now. I can't. My appetite's shrunk quite I, a lot because I might be able to do it if not for the drinks. I don't think I can put away that much. I don't think the drinks. Like I, I just I would not be able to do it at all now. Like that, a single burger, a couple of nuggets, and chips would fill me up. And the, at least you're, I would and it's up. a time limit would, too. The ninety minutes. You're like, damn. Yeah, gosh, I would literally throw up before I would you know, come close to finishing that. Yeah, even if oh, I starve myself beforehand. Person. Yeah, well, <laughs> preparation maybe. Yeah. But I consider myself. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm still a bit above average, but even a bit above average, I couldn't like. <laughs> do it at a star tread, taking the movie Bob McDonald's <laughs> challenge. So let's do a, let's do a large fry. Oh, let's that do... Star Wars girl says she can do it. I want to see this now. The fries <laughs> have more calories than the burger. Jeez. 
Really? Uh, yeah. Is it the oil? The double cheeseburger has 440. A large fry is 490. Wow. Whoa! I would not have thought that. I guess because I guess it's all salt and grease and potatoes. Yeah, screw the screw the fries then. I'll just get burgers. All right. So what else? I did the fries. I got to do the nuggets next, and then I'll be done. Sorry, I have to catalog this meal because it's a <laughs> so long. King's feast. That Star Wars girl just said she will. I'm sure she's saying she's going to try this. We expect this now. Yeah, we better see it. That's challenge accepted. Chicken and sandwiches. Okay, so let's do a, let's do the nuggets or pea. Those look like they're, what, ten? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Those are bigger than ten pieces. Fucking hell. Those. The next step up is a twenty. Are they two twenties? Oh, they could. They could be. They could be twenties. Really? Well, they're they're more than ten. They're more than ten. You can get is twenty. They have to be twenty. Because it's more than 10 oh in each God. one. Yeah. yeah. So, I, oh I think I count 13 on the surface for the left. Uh, and that's not including any I can't see. So it makes sense it would be 20. Yeah, that's the next step up that they even give me the option for. So uh, uh, plus a plus that again. All right. This is a rough estimate. And this is going by the McDonald's calculator. And you fucking know that they're going to lowball this shit if they can. If they can. Um, this doesn't include the ketchup. This doesn't include, you know, that sort of thing. In case you needed more food with your food. Uh, the, <laughs> the estimate that I am getting based on the McDonald's official nutrition calculator is that this meal is 5,120 calories. What's the standard What's the daily, daily uh, recommended? 2,000 is your daily. Yeah, so that is more. That's a that small meal. <laughs> so this, yeah. is two, this is like two and a half days worth of and, and he thinks yeah. it's one third of your daily <laughs> and a small one at that and it, it that just goes by sheer calories not the actual nutrition involved. yeah because of course we're not counting the fact that you're like 400 percent over your fat intake you are massively over your sugar intake with all those drinks yeah and you can't slap a piece of lettuce on those burgers and think that you're doing yourself you're just adding just more know. calories to it yeah Oh, so yeah, fifty-one twenty calories this is a fairly small amount for an average-sized person. <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean? This, like, you know, I don't like to get too much into the, you know, uh, fighting between YouTube and stuff, but this really does speak to his self-awareness, like. Because he's stating this unironically. Well, it's, like, it's the equivalent of four-year-old Virgin, where he's like, a boob feels like a bag of sand. They're all like, what? <laughs> everyone <laughs> everyone stops for a moment, like, what do you mean that's a small amount of food? <laughs> like, what, what is your reference for food amounts? And he reviews movies? Yeah. It's a level of awareness and critical thinking. Oh, that is, um... That's rough, Bob. Mm. I don't know what to say. Um, oh, man. We've only got one thing left in our intro for the day. Um, I think we've all heard about this article, but probably not many people have read it. So uh, let's explore it, shall we? It's called Our Fascination with Canon is Killing oh, the Way Sa We Value Stories. Sagan made a video on this. I'm only halfway through it. Um, anyway, well, now yeah, we get to make a video on this. <laughs> Oh, hell, so, here we go. I've seen her using an ad blocker. I've whitelisted. No, I haven't. 
no Kizumoto Dynafire. Um, so let's see. Our fascination with canon is killing the way. Why is his capital? So that's all right. You only write for a living. It's all good. Our fascination <laughs> with why is with capital? Hey, it's all right. You only write for a living. Is killing the way we value stories. All right. Mm-hmm. As the pop culture we love becomes increasingly dominated by vast franchises of interconnected worlds and stories. Ask yourself why so- that is. Why is that? <laughs> that cancels this entire article <laughs> the second you think about why. So does it become dominated by one singular question from diehard fans. Is the thing we're about to consume canon to everything else we've consumed before? It's an attitude that's turning our love of stories into some bizarre archival competition. What? So, the, uh, just there's so many ways this is wrong. <laughs> but, um, a lot of what as a, makes as a writer, I'm offended. A lot of what makes things meaningful in sequels is your knowledge of the things that came before, like certain payoffs. You, you'll be lost if you hadn't seen the ones that, like, I don't know how why this person's concluded this. Like, why do you think canon exists? So that we have a basis for why things are happening later. I don't know, what else do you- it's just like, oh, you can't enjoy it unless it's canon. It's like, are you trying to suggest for a moment that The Rise of Skywalker is a film that would survive if it was isolated? Like, no. That film makes no sense on its own. But it, it does improve a little bit in isolation. Just with what it did with Luke and stuff. I, I guess I agree, it just, uh, oof. <laughs> I know, to, to, like, I wonder if that's the real goal of this article, is to try and remove some portion of the criticisms, because okay, which is just stupid. Well, on The, the funny thing is, uh, my mum saw The Rise of Skywalker, and she's, as, you know, the hyper-labored, uh, normie film viewer person, right? And she asked me, she, she was like, eh, it's okay. Obviously, she has, she has no interest in Star Wars whatsoever. One of the first questions she had, though, was, how come how come the guy disappeared when he died but the girl didn't when she died <laughs> and, I, and I was just like uh <laughs> it's a good question mom it's a great, it's a great question, question. <laughs> it's a great question <laughs> truly i am the fruit of your womb this is what we often talk about when even normie film watchers are picking up on these errors like you've really made a mistake she didn't remember any um, I mean, of the characters' it, names, which was funny. I mean, even even this uh, this last sentence is is it's an attitude that's turning our love of stories into some bizarre archival competi- archival competition. Um, but does this person not understand that we archive all this stuff and we keep paying attention to it because we love the stories? Those those two things are interconnected. Like if we didn't give a shit about the stories to the point where we would want to know what happened before it, it's like saying that. It's bizarre that a person who loves history would be a historian, almost. Well, to this person, I would be like, why did you purchase the rights to a story to make sequels to it? It's like, why didn't you just make a story? It's like, well, because we like the universe that was a part of. And you're like, uh-huh. Why? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> it's like, yeah. do you not, you're not following? Let's keep that thought of rolling down the road, see where it oh. leads. The whole concept already that that has been proposed is just antithetical to the idea of story i like what well, is he oh. this the next six words um i could talk forever about how what a fascinating statement that is do you want to read it out ranks canon is not inherently a bad 
<laughs> well, it meant a bad thing. Sorry, mistake. Oh, oh, sorry. But well, I mean, still, it's not a bad. It's not a bad. And I'm just like, who? Why? What? Why would you say that? Who? Where yeah. was what? <laughs> what? Yeah, when, whenever was it a bad thing? You're saying inherently a bad thing, well, of I course. Think, but it's it's like you I know. I think there are some people who think that. I think there are some people, especially the sequels, have kind of brought that out of people, where there are those who one they have to ignore canon in order to have these stories work on fundamental levels but they would say that when it comes to we we covered a guy who was uh talking about i forget which one it is because all these people kind of mush together um but they were saying stuff about how the things that came before it they constrain artistic vision and uh stuff like that so i can absolutely believe that there are people out there who might think that canon is a an unnecessary um it, ha it has a stranglehold on the way that we tell stories because it's it's basically it sets up a rule that has to be followed when you're making a story well, and I they think... want stories to be free and open and yeah even though constraints have often landed well to creative often constraints and restrictions yeah. are really good because well, they the give you a challenge best example is the hyperspace kamikaze i'm sure they feel that the complaints about it being imp an impossibility because of previous space battles is ridiculous like you guys need to let go of your canon okay and i'd be like okay why uh do, do you know, like you can't have it both ways you're taking things from the older films and using them to your benefit and then sometimes you just blatantly ignore things from the older films so we are, are we supposed to understand say for example who's kylo ren and then they're like, "What well, didn't you didn't you watch TFA and TLJ?" And I go, "No, I don't yeah, care about canon." Count that. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't count that. That, that doesn't count. So if, this if film sucks because I have no idea who these characters even are. <laughs> like, oh, damn, we I mean, we like, have been hoisted by our own petard. All the people in the real world who have looked back at history and said, "No, no, no, don't worry about what actually happened." Generally, not good people. All right. Those who want to rewrite history and just ignore it and act like it didn't happen and like eh. I just wonder if there's any consistent argument you can actually make that canon can be a bad thing. How can it be a bad thing? Ever? How can it be anything but helpful? Well, because it's about well, because the people who think that canon's a bad thing are people who put the you know the the wibbly wobbly wishy washy aspect of the themes of storytelling on a meta level and the freedom it should have and the creative vision of this, that, and the other thing, canon is a is in direct opposition to these people's creative vision because it constrains them. It gives them rules and guidelines from which they have to work from. Also history. That's what I mean. It's like the rules and restrictions yeah, are helpful. You know? Because you've arbitrarily chosen to make a story that takes place in a universe after buying the rights to it. So you can't just then say, well, to hell with all the other stuff that happened in this universe. We're just going to do our own thing. Um, I think there might be an interesting point here if we're trying to figure out when is canon a bad thing. And I think the best example is actually the sequel trilogy because <laughs> it's so garbage that anything that's based off of that canon into the future, I can't watch. I actually like, put a no. tweet oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a tweet I out about know. that, that we've gotten so fucked now that um, people consider the canon of TLJ to be, you know, besmirched by TROS. And you're like, wait, what? Like, so confused. I think, can, <laughs> I think you can get to a point where you just have absolutely fucked yourself. Yeah. Uh, where no matter what you do, it's going to contradict something. Which is where Star Wars is at now. I mean, I would prefer that a series takes like all the bad things about the prequels, own them and move forward with them. 
I mean, I would. You could do something. That. You could try. Yeah, yeah like, prequels don't irreparably damage Star Wars, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I yeah. think that's kind of the key. If you have solid canon that is that is self-contained, consistent, not contradicting itself, that is nothing but a good thing. But if it's horrible and it's working against and it sets up like drastically bad things in the setting and characters and events, well, then I could see, yeah, canon might be working against it, but. That's not what we're having so far. Well, it, like that's not what Star Wars, the state Star Wars, was in before the sequel trilogy. And if they're going to also reference, like, say, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's not in that state really either. There's nothing that it breaks everything. There's some, you know, dodgy things here and there, but not nothing that breaks the whole universe. Mm-hmm. Compared to, <laughs> <That's> like... <You> know... <laughs> This next sentence is really interesting. It says, um, they say, canon is not inherently a bad thing, of course. It can provide structure to chaos, and it can provide a sense of not, of just, con- of not just continuity, but stakes that uh, as that continuity progresses. I have, why do they say it can provide structure? That's literally what it does. <laughs> That's what it yes. is, is structure. <laughs> We're supposed to be. Like, drinking water can be healthy for your body. And you're like, what? what? Well, no. It could also be unhealthy if you drink you know, a, 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 a silo's worth. But well, even that's not a good example because you could drink too much water, but you can't have too much cannon. Yeah, you can't have too much cannon. I guess you could have, you could have conflicting cannon. That's that's all we can really. Yes. Yeah, but that's not about amounts. That's about specific specifics. Yeah, um, yeah. But this would be like cannon can provide structure to chaos of the world, and like that's what it does. I mean, like. It do, not just a can does do that. Like that's that's what it does. That's how it works. It's, it's kind of what it is. Um, as to having too much canon, I think there might be an example when that might be the case. If the if the the previous canon is so ridiculously large, and the only way to enjoy the current stories is to understand everything in it, well, the uh, bar for entry to enjoy that new story is way too high before you can get into it. Um, I feel like that's a that's test of the, the writers, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say that's bad. That's just uh, yeah. Also, that would become too. niche rather than bad, as far as I'm concerned. Like it's a uh, this is for the hardcore fans, you know. And someone new is like, I have no idea what's going on. And then some hardcore fan is like, this is actually amazing. Kind of like Endgame would have been not not to say Endgame is a great film. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that um there are a lot of MCU fans that are getting all these payoffs that the average viewer who just comes in for the first time is like, I don't I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know. This did, uh... And if someone said too much canon in the MCU, I'd be like, no. <laughs> you just haven't seen it. Just to throw uh, something in the fire, I think Endgame is a great movie, but for a different point of reference, and we'll leave it there. Gonna get, you're gonna get, <laughs> you're gonna get pros and cons in the chat. Chat are gonna be like, you're right and you're wrong. But um, it just go like it, for everyone who doesn't know, um, we're all having a very fun and engaging debate actually. So, point of reference judgments on films and things like that and so it's intertwined with all of that but it's a whole nother topic so there you go you got no shad and you are very right exactly <laughs> so... you see and my answer is it depends on the point of reference you're judging it against okay uh, and i'll leave it there because i agree uh judging against certain point of references without uh, acknowledging others it can a terrible movie but acknowledging other kind of standards that it achieves it can be brilliant, and it depends on which one is more uh, important, and uh, or which one you find more important. And that can be a subjective thing, but I'll leave it there. Also, I suppose I just saw one of the 
comments ask it, I probably should have mentioned it, because in terms of EFAP continuity, the last time they heard from you, you were going to get some surgery. So you want to update the uh, the old chat on how you are, how everything went? Well, happy to. And thank you for your concern, guys. Actually, the support means a lot. Um, so the first week of recovery was hellish, like really rough. Like at point pain so bad that you can't maintain composure, just a wail in agony, you know. But then I got onto the drugs that they gave me and woo they were dizzy. So <laughs> that that helped. Um, but I was reluctant to take them because one, there was a warning that they could be addictive. And two, they, were, they had a whole list of like... Um, symptoms that this court might cause vomiting diarrhea nauseousness and stuff and i'm like read that holy crap and the word the last thing i wanted was to throw up with my throat so it, with yeah, that makes sense, open gaping wound right and have stomach acid just ravaged oh my god oh, i, <laughs> I didn't like, even so think of that i was like okay i'm avoiding this but the pain got so bad that i was like i i, I have no other choice and the first night, it made me pretty nauseous. It didn't make me throw up, so I risked it. And, and then after that, it was like magic stuff, and I can really see why they warn people. I was like, I can see. Like, the weird thing about this one, right, um, is that get relaxing. Get Like for me, I need to do work to relax. I need to play a game. I need to do something to relax, right? This type of drug, it was like an instant relaxation pill. You took it, and, and then it not only reduced the pain, but it made you feel mellow and relaxed. And I was like, wow. I can really see why people could get addicted to this stuff. And so I got off it as soon as I could. As soon as I could manage the pain without it, I was off mm. it. Um, and, uh, and then that was after the first week. And then the next week, it was still pretty hard to talk. And, and now I'm like almost fully recovered. I do have difficulty to talk sometimes, but it's not pain. It's like, um, it's like a swelling or, or like there's more, you know, less room in the throat that causes me to get a gag reflex when I'm talking too much. And I can kind of feel it now, but I'm doing mostly okay. It's like That's the only after eating a 5,100 calorie McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a movie pub challenge sort of thing. <laughs> um, but as to has it had any effect, I'm seeing really positive signs so far. I still have some, like, yeah, I've had some rough nights now and then when uh, I've had like a sleep happening night where I don't breathe well and then I'm wrecked the day after. So that has happened since surgery, but there've been much fewer. And I've had days where I've been feeling like I've had energy, I've been able to do stuff. And that's been like, uh, uh, you know, a godsend, you know, it was, it, it's been pretty awesome to feel energy again. So mm. that's kind mm. of the update. Um, so far, so good. And so thank you for your concern, guys. I appreciate it. Excellent. Um, so <laughs> Some, so yeah, that Star Wars drugs. girl is asking what drug. I'm not going to tell you. I don't want people to get hooked on this. Thing. <laughs> There's a super addictive drug, but I won't tell. It's a yeah, 5,000 calorie just, just McDonald's. So know, That's what it is. Just so I know specifically to avoid this drug yeah. at, at all times, I want to know which one exactly it is and what dosages you took. Isn't it? So it's, I know it's Walter White's math, isn't it? I knew it. The blue stuff, man. <laughs> All right, so Australian crack it is. <laughs> the idea lets characters bear the impact of events on their journeys across not just one narrative, but many, allowing them to grow and change to the point that they might even be entirely different kinds of people compared to where we first met them. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Concerned uh -huh. eyes, like, yes. where are you going now? Um, there's still plenty of room for variety and interpretation, and even a relatively strictly defined canon. Just look at Star Wars and the kinds of stories it can still tell 
Despite the mandate from on high that anything told must fit into what's been established since Disney took over the franchise. Yeah, what, 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 do they, what do they mean upon high? What does that mean? But Disney hasn't been following that mandate. No, they haven't. That's the problem. Yeah, that's, I thought that's why this yeah. article existed, was to argue why they don't have to. So, despite the mandate from on high, from upon, upon high, that anything, anything, in, in italics, anything told must fit into what's been established. Like, yeah. I thought that was a given. That's the thing the is, point. you can fit into what's established even if you've never been referenced before. Like, that seems to be something that they, they think that we advocate for, is like, you can... I remember there's been people who've been like, oh, you want it so that there's never a new force power. And it's like, it depends on what you do and how. You're yeah. really careful. Yeah, and like, I... I I still feel that, you know, keeping the force restricted to the core set would have been worked so much better. I think it would be better, uh, yeah. Hell of a lot better than this. Like, let's let's go over the list. Force healing, could have maybe worked, but not like this. It's too late to make it work anyway, right? Too late. You fucked it up. If they we'll didn't if, it, if it was there the whole time, then maybe. But no. <laughs> uh we've got force. Fucking teleport actual objects across distances. Which, by the Holy way, shit. fills in the plot hole for TLJ. She forced teleported that knife away. That's what she did. <sighs> it makes like, sense holy now. Holy fuck. I kind of feel like that one doesn't get enough attention. That's a huge deal. It really, it really is. And it, I suppose it's like... you could get away with the fact that it's between two incredibly force-sensitive people generated by an, one of the most powerful force users in history. Is that is that the... Like the, the only way you could try and restrict it, because yeah. if average Maybe. Jedi's could learn to train to do this, gosh, I mean, they could never have the plot of A New Hope again, where they have these plans that they need to get to the rebel people. Is <laughs> like, we'll just, te te just te tele teleport, teleport yeah, teleport a grenade yeah, but... into the core of the Death Star. <laughs> like, done. Um, it, it, but we already have this with Force Healing as they have it. Like, if a baby can do it like this, if Ray can do it like this, in in, in the yeah. context that it's used. Then, like, man, Obi Wan, that that should be like the first thing you learn as a Jedi. It's amazing. How yeah. easily Ray picked and up on it is like, and it's you know, clearly a defensive can... power, right? It's not an offensive power at all. Yeah, yeah. you can't I mean, heal it, someone it, to death. Not, exactly, and it doesn't. So that the dark side would able to find it. It is like what? That seems like a very good, you know, light side power. And old Anakin spending his life to learn when Ray just pulls it out of it. Uh. Yeah, she just does it, like, on a whim. She's just like, oh, I'm going to Well, do you remember, uh, not Poe, Finn, C-3PO, all are totally fine with it. It's BB-8 she yes. has to explain it to. BB-8's the one who's like, yeah. wait, what did you just do? <laughs> yeah, BB-8, the little robot thing, is like, this does not compute. Explain <laughs> this is, this is a weird one, you know, Ray. I, like, I would love it if all BB-8's beeps and boops were him saying, you guys are retards. Like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, that shouldn't be how it works. Why are you doing it? Stop it! <laughs> And like, the like only reason I'm following it. you guys around is because you're invincible. So that's about <laughs> it. But man, I, I think Obi Wan should have been able to heal heal Qui Gon. You know, stuff like that, like stuff which would have. <laughs> and if Qui Gon was alive, that could have really changed the story of how Anakin was oh, trained and all this yeah, sort of no. stuff. Qui Gon yeah. might have been able to find out about Palpatine early on because he was so switched on and capable. And gosh. And yeah, it would have been like Anakin, Anakin turning to the dark side, like I did to this little slave child on this planet. Anyway, force is <laughs> fucked, yo. And I don't even necessarily have a problem with the long distance force Skype calls. 
it's just the way that it was done was just like, oh, we need them to talk. They can talk now. Well, that's why I kind of get out with like, you know, oh, no new force powers. That's terrible. It's like, you do realize we've got a lot to work with. You can make a lot of yeah. incredibly new things out of things we already know. Yeah, For example, is, it's, Darth it's Vader chokes a person, and then Luke telekinetically grabs a lightsaber. You're like, are those two things, is that a new thing? It's like, well, no, technically that's just an extrapolation of the first thing. Exactly. Exactly. And force choke is just force push on your windpipe, and um, maybe super speed is that you're super pulling yourself towards <laughs> something. Well, super pushing yourself <laughs> away from someone. You're like, whoa. But yeah, the ex what you can do with just push and pull, and just those two, if those were all it was, is just push and pull, like, mm, man. Push and pull works really well because it's really easy to grasp, you know? You put Very pushing simple. and pulling, so it's just things. movement. It's basically telekinesis. But it's forced and that's, grasp that's easy, easy to, to grasp. Understand. Yeah, like it's it's easy to understand why choking somebody would work if you were able to move objects. If you could move objects, you could probably crush objects. That makes sense. But like force healing is a whole different thing. Yeah. I just want to say that the book Matilda has more <laughs> explanation as to her powers than the force does. Um... Let's see. I have so, good memories of Matilda for some reason. Mm -hmm. I remember it as being a fun kid movie. I remember being fucking shocked by the chokey. I was like, is this a real thing? Like, how could you get away with this? <laughs> is, this a, <laughs> is this a school with this torture chamber? <laughs> what the hell? I say bring it back. Bring some back the chokey. Some kids need the torture closet. Um... Let's see, where are we? Uh, blah, 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 blah. But those stories benefit from the added weight of being definitive interpretations and events that flesh out an entire galaxy's worth of stories. All right, thanks for thanks for reading the article with us, everybody. Guess that's that, right? <laughs> it's done. Mm -hmm. so, so it's... Um, yeah, those stories do benefit from that because it keeps consistency, which makes the world more believable and realistic, and hold it. It suspends our suspension of disbelief. Um. But where canon, or rather, our hunger for it, goes terribly wrong is when whether something matters or not becomes the base standard for how we consider a piece of media. Well, whether something matters or not becomes the base I guess, standard. I guess they're saying that it's bad when our concern for canon is what we put above everything else, or it's, it's the base standard for whether or not we think something is good or not. I would just argue nobody doesn't do that. And then they'd be but, like, what do you it, mean? And I'd be like, any it, payoff that you experience is based on knowledge you had prior to that moment, regardless. But they're not even defining whether something in canon matters or not. They're saying broadly whether something, anything matters or not, becomes the base standard of how we consider a piece of media. Isn't that how you consider media universally, whether something well, matters or not, or is valid or not in the media itself, regardless? Like, what? What are, are they, they trying to say? Are like, they you just saying? Don't judge it? Are they saying that the sequel trilogy, for example, we all go non-canon because it breaks canon? We're not even going to uh, consider it a piece of media now. Is that what they're saying? Is is a bad thing? I don't know. It's a very confusing. Like sentence. if you break canon, you're automatically out of being considered, which is bad. And we, and I, I would caution them to be like, no, no, it's because we considered them that they became something we considered breaking canon, not even non-canon. 
Yeah, and I mean, I, I, it's clear what they're trying to say, that they're trying to say whether we are regarding something in canon matters or not becomes the main thing that we're judging the movie by, uh, the you know, the base standard. And we're not using it as the base standard. We're using it as a standard to judge its quality. And it's an important standard. Um, mm-hmm. But the movies generally still can be crap, regardless of how well it adheres to canon as well. It's not the only thing. Um, let's see. It's an attitude that has become predominant, not just within fandom circles itself, but in the media commentary that has developed around these fandoms and the blockbuster franchises that dominate our popular culture. So you don't even have to be a fan to recognize these things, or at least talk about them. They do seem to have a prevalent sort of, like, like they, they exist in a way that anyone could notice them. Like you don't have to necessarily be an expert in lore to recognize a contradiction. Yeah. Um, it's kind of base level stuff in, in a lot of ways. Um, I think it's why a lot of people can talk about it despite not being fans. Oh of no, it they've used the actually word. Oh dear, I see. Um, I see thematically. Actually, one of the most overused words ever. This, you may as well just remove it. <laughs> like... Most of the time, you don't need it. Yeah, uh, I use it a lot actually it's it's good for accentuation it's just funny because it usually implies upon the speaker that they're gatekeeping for example actually interpreting interpreting it's like oh actually interpreting so oh so you're not real i get you yep you're not a real interpreter you're a fake one (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) fine critics and fans alike are now less interested in actually interpreting a piece of media thematically or to engage with why they liked or disliked it but instead to pick it apart and break it down to the base components of what are essentially its pure unflinching facts. But hang on, isn't breaking it down um, engaging with why they liked or disliked it? Well, this is the funny part to me because they're like, oh, you're not looking at the theme. And I'm like, what if the theme, like in TLJ, is destroyed by the unflinching facts? As in, this piece of media is giving me a lesson or a message of some kind. But it's not following its own lesson or message. It's actually fighting against it. It tells me that if I behave correctly and get punished for it, I should then behave incorrectly. That is the journey of Poe in that movie. And it's like, what an awful message. It's like, but that's not the message, TLJ. The message is that you learn from failure. It's like, but that didn't happen. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> but but you're not actually interpreting oh, okay. the piece of right. thematically. Because you're not having the correct conclusion, Mola. So it's invalid. Got me. Um... It's really interesting. I mean, everything. I mean, I, I I think that breaking things down to their base components and then building up from there is what's fun about looking at media. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's interesting. Uh, I think that can give me better insight into even to myself as to why I do or don't like things. Well, that's uh, the whole point. That literally is a way that a lot of people determine why they liked or disliked something. But they're literally saying in this article that that's not doing that. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I would, I, like, I would like to know the reason why I like things a lot of the times. Um, it will help me get more of those things if I know what I'm actually, what I like about something. Uh, let's see. Um, that's that Google Star Wars or the Marvel movies. And you will likely see as many articles and videos with headlines like X confirms Y is canon. X questions answered by new media. Or X things we learned about character Z in this new book slash movie slash TV show. All right, let's as test you will... that. Yeah, I mean, googling Star Wars now. 
I, I would just be like, do you know, do you know why this stuff? Like, if they were like, this isn't really what matters, I'd be like, you do get that the biggest payoff of the fucking Star Wars trilogy in the OT is fucked up by new canon, like Anakin's redemption, or at least partial redemption, however you want to look at it. Him saving his son and killing the evil villain is like he didn't really, did he? He tried. <laughs> he, he, just he, saying. <laughs> Every video on the first page of um, the Google, you know, search for Star Wars under videos is either a trailer or, and the last one is a special look uh, behind the scenes. I think you're reading them wrong. They all say X confirms Y is canon. But must, must. Um, but like one of the, I remember one of these being the whole like, who is uh, the technical grandfather of Anakin, right? Or father. And they were like, oh, uh, Thingy confirms that it was, you know, Plagueis or Palpatine. Knowing that information will decide a lot about that last kiss in TROS. You're like, ooh. So, ooh. this is interesting. <laughs> if I Google Star Wars, the second thing that pops up for me is from not only this website, io9 Gizmodo, but from the exact same author, James Whitbrook. It is an article called, uh, he wrote today at 6.30, Meet the Almost Excruciatingly Wholesome Jedi of Star Wars High Republic. Huh. So, Interesting. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Is this Republic, like is in a private browser or something with no search history? No, this is just a Google, this is a Chrome tab. And then the other ones are lightsabers of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, looking back at Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, strange, lucrative, uh, disappointing box office something, the Forbes thing popped up. Um, those are the three top stories. I don't know what else is there. Um, the Star Wars fan animated Colin Trevorrow's rumored Star Wars script. Star Wars fans. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. That's the top thing. Uh, for there. Oh, you're in yeah, top story. Okay. Star gotcha. Wars's Ray Skywalker plan shows just how much went wrong from Screen Rant. That's interesting. X confirms why. Uh, Andrew Jack, Star Wars actor, dies from COVID nineteen. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So that's a thing. All right. Anyway, yeah, can is important. Um, <laughs> as, uh, da, 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 da. So, moving on. Uh, and before someone accuses me of throwing stones in glass houses, yes, io9 totally does this too. Like I said, discussing canon can be fun. It can add a lot to a series. It is the series, though. <laughs> like, a series is its canon. It's That's what it it's is. It's defined by the canon. That's what I mean, I, this do, none of this makes any sense to me. I'm like, what are you... <laughs> The series is the events that took place in that universe. That's what it is. It, it can't be anything else. They are right, though. Uh, TLJ does, you know, the sequel trilogy does improve without canon. Yeah. Um, but this craving for it, above all else, is a toxic attitude. It's toxic. Toxic Damn. attitude. Yeah. Straight Not from the brood. Some, some type Straight of brood. Uh, but this craving for it above all else is a toxic attitude not just to the way we talk about pieces of media from a critical perspective but in fan circles as well 
Well, I would say that not the best way to circles. be critical about something is to be critical about canon because you're working with more objective criteria. You have to you rely less on I feel or I think, and here's what the data is. I find it interesting that they don't even qualify, you know, how it causes a toxic attitude or why it's toxic when people are just saying, let's let's follow what canon sets up. I mean, obviously they're saying because people attack, you know, movies and stuff that that must be toxic when, and I the criticism is valid. I wouldn't call it toxic, like, you know, in the actual use of the term. Where people... Yeah, like individuals can go about this in a toxic manner, but there's nothing toxic about it. At all. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, critics and fans alike are now less interested in what is... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm drinking. Critics and fans alike are now less interested in actually interpreting a piece of media thematically or to engage with why they liked or disliked it, but instead to pick it apart and break it down to the base components of what are essentially... It's pure unflinching. I've read this before. You've read that part. I was like, something's familiar with that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm having difficulty concentrating. Uh, that's that's the the hunger for facts above all else leads to things like quote unquote filler episode becoming a derogatory term for stories that don't advance the larger ongoing plot of a narrative or don't include some shocking new revelation that someone can add to a list. Okay, this is not a result of fucking with canon. Nobody says, like, you fucked with canon, that's why you have a filler episode. Also, I, I don't even know. This is a complete different conversation, like, what it means well, yeah, to... Yeah, filler episodes are part of the canon. Those are still events that happen. Yeah, they're still history. They're, yeah. They usually refer to filler because they could be skipped by the general audience and nobody would miss out on any discussion about the show. It, it seems like they're trying to say that filler episodes are caused by trying to adhere to canon. And uh, is that what they're saying? But that doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. I know it doesn't make so, sense, but <laughs> well, well, here let's let, let's let's go to what is a what is a filler episode, right? What defines a filler? Or what can we at least agree would be probably a filler episode? An episode that doesn't advance the overall plot. It's probably the general way I look at it. All yeah. right, but you can but a filler episode can still do things like develop individual characters. Yes. Tell yeah. stories about the world. They can world build really well. Depending uh, on your definition, if someone said, no, filler episodes would have none of that, I'd be like, okay. It's still possible that they could be pretty entertaining, though. Yeah, absolutely they can be. Absolutely. I'd probably um, reference the ball episode from Community. That would be something of yeah, a filler episode. Yeah, that's a great episode. episode, and it's filler. Nobody, I mean, no characters get, like, a journey completed in that one, as far as I remember. Or yeah, progressed, they're even. It, they're literally saying the hunger for facts above all else leads to things like filler episodes. What? Yeah. No, I don't, not necessarily. I don't see the causal link here. That's what I mean. Evolution I don't... leads In to eugenics. The hunger for facts above all else leads... Le so they're saying the creators want to avoid uh, conflicting facts so much that they will create filler episodes? Uh, well, that's on them. I don't know what to say about it's that. It's not even necessarily hang on, hang on. If an episode, if an episode is made to connect two important plot points, it's not a filler episode. Then you can't take it out as a singular. You know, that's what a filler episode is. It's kind of one that is, you know, not necessarily the overarching plot. It's just there to fill in. A, you know, so yeah, I think, they, sorry, I just I read it a couple of times now. So I think what they're saying 
is that we don't like filler episodes because we like plot getting progressed because we love them facts that we can add to lists. No, they say why. They say why that's what we it says. don't like it. It's because it's so that someone shocking new revolution revelation that someone can add to a list if it doesn't add that they they this person thinks that a filler episode means that the four of us essentially we can't have new things to add to our archival list of canon. Yeah, which is Therefore, not true. <laughs> we act as if it doesn't have any value to to the universe. Therefore, we don't like them. This is a very, very malformed section of this paragraph that we're trying to sort of Decipher. fix for the author. Um, filler episodes are not necessarily bad, but they can be. I don't mind a filler. Sure, because whenever we describe something as bad because filler, we're probably referring better to bad because bad filler, not bad because filler. Yeah, well, there are plenty of episodes that I love that are filler. Yeah, exactly. An interesting point of reference. Like, you can have an episode that is mostly f and it still advances the plot only s briefly, and so it's not one or the other, where one is a filler episode or one advances the plot. There can be a spectrum on that one. Um, and the best example of this is actually Mandalorian, where there's a decent amount of filler episodes, and they advance plot very, like, tight, like in small measures, but they Ooh. can actually be completely disregarded. Like, when I watched the last two episodes of Mandalorian last night for uh, EFAB, my kids weren't up to that. But they were able to pick up, like, without yep, being confused because there at were really all. only four plot episodes, you know. Yeah. It's really one, three, yeah, one, three seven, seven eight. eight yeah. And you can have, if you have a filler episode where a character gets flushed out and we develop a lot more empathy for the character and relate to the character a whole lot more, that might not necessarily have anything to do with the plot, but it increases how much we care about the character when they are doing important plot things later. I agree exactly yep so i don't know how odd to tie in filler episodes yeah i feel like i don't even know why this article. came up um does seem like it has been pulled out of left field here the only thing i can imagine is just that they're like you guys are so focused on details that you like can't even enjoy filler episodes anymore i'd be like uh that's, that's oh. just a really weird statement <laughs> like i don't really know what to do with it I could enjoy um, filler. You're a badman for saying otherwise. Yeah, I can enjoy filler. Um, it predicates the gatekeeping act of being a fan that is built on how much you know about a thing, whether uh, over whether you actually enjoy that thing or not. Good. Um, I would prefer yeah. that <laughs> instead of the other way around. Um, I mean, it, Mola had a good point before. If someone claims to have enjoyed Star Wars and that they're a fan and yet they don't know what a lightsaber is... I would have to question... Well, you have to call fans. it into doubt. It's like, okay, yeah. so what do you like? Because <laughs> you don't what? seem to even know what it is. Like, if we get really, like, almost definitive about this, we're like, so passion dictates that you would have <laughs> some memory of the basic elements of this media, and lightsabers are one of the corest, iconic elements of Star Wars. How did you miss those, and how do you not remember them? And then if they go on to say, like, well, I remembered, you know, phases, you'd be like, oh, you're... That's not... <laughs> Well, but no, I'm a fan be... of Star Wars, damn it! Like... Yeah, someone could be extremely enthusiastic about Star Wars, but they can want and add a bunch of stuff that is completely contradictory to previous information. Yep. So, And that's bad. It doesn't matter if they really, really enjoy Star Wars or not. It's almost like you've given a small child the keys to the kingdom when it comes to creating canon. Like, if you gave a 10-year-old 
idiot chill child because kids are stupid and you give them the just the total free license to make whatever they want for star wars like you're gonna fuck it up because it's gonna be gibberish yeah it's gonna be a yeah. 10 year old and this is just like an ongoing debate on what it even means to be a fan because like you know you don't say to someone like i have a mild interest in such things you go yeah no i'm a fan i'm a fan you, know, you just say that casually, and then someone's like, you're a fan? Do you know about all the Wikipedia articles? And you're like, no. It's the difference, I guess, between people who love an IP and people who love the idea of the IP. I oh. think so. And I also think it has to do in part with how much people understand about just, you know, in, in general, the idea of um, a story that exists beyond simply each individual component. You know, there's a story to Star Wars that is beyond each individual film, and it's something that you need to align with because that's like a, that's the thing that binds them all together as part of the IP. So if you start changing things around and creating it without any regard for that, yeah, you're going to create something that's a mess. Yeah. I also think that, that there are levels and different types of fans. Um, uh, and like you can have a casual fan. I think uh, people will be happy to acknowledge that they exist. Then you have the concept of a true fan. And <laughs> I would be hard pressed to acknowledge someone as a true fan of Star Wars who doesn't know what a lightsaber is. And yeah, it like, wouldn't even I'd be, be like, a personal thing. Like I'm not even aggressive about it. I'd just be like, no, it just seems <laughs> categorical that you are what's required. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it's not a gatekeeping thing. It's like, we're not saying you can't enjoy well, what you like. But this is why I, be, like, I literally can't understand how it's I, possible. That this is why like I want to ask questions. Because if, if they were like, yeah, sorry, I, f I forgot. Uh, I, I got bad memory with this sort of stuff. But then they go on to say, like, they love Luke's arc. They love um, the incredible effects. They, and you, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. That is a weird thing to forget. But fine, I guess yeah. you just forgot it. <laughs> What's it called? A, bay, a Beyblade. Is that what it's called? <laughs> No, man, you gotta say uh, a laser sword. That's what you gotta say, to piss off sword. all of the fans. The I actually lens. think, you know, that the uh, Star Wars sequels have revealed a new type of fan as well. Like, the type mm -hmm. of fan that really loves canon, dare I say, and stuff. Because it's these types of fans that hate these crap. <laughs> like... respects, who respects it, as opposed to... Con it's just it's beyond just merely consuming it. I would say, level. yeah, yeah. And and honestly, I, I I think you can almost use it as a kind of point of reference to figure out what type of fan someone is based on if they like the procedure. Yeah, it's a bit of a litmus test. It's like, <laughs> you know, how much do you care about canon? I oh, don't give a shit. All right, cool. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think of the sequels? Oh, they're great. Okay. <laughs> You say you love Star Wars. <laughs> You're like, like cool, cool, cool. I gotta go. I, I gotta head out. Uh, but cool, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Let's see. Um, da, da, da. Uh, it's an attitude that in turn feeds the equally unruly and constantly growing spoiler culture because a fandom that values pure details above all else puts weight in the knowledge of those details. What is that link to? What are they? What are they talking about? Spoiler culture, because that's been, that's been around culture, since I think, ever. Yeah, I like, think their and, idea is that um, it's are they talking about spoiler not as in spoiling a movie, but spoiler as in ruining it for other people because they get hung up on little details. Is that what they're trying to say? Oh yeah, I, the little details. Yeah, the little details. The like, little does details. this make any sense at all? Like, don't have to Kylo make sense. Ren kills Han Solo. Like, it's not a little detail. 
Well, yeah, exactly this comes back to the Hello Greedo video we covered, where he said the fucking, um, what did, what did you describe as a little detail, Rags? Do you remember? Was it the hyperspace kamikaze? He said that's like detail. Hyperspace framing is a little detail. <laughs> yeah, it's a little detail. It's a little detail. Like, what? Little How could you possibly detail. classify that that way? That's ridiculous. Little detail. One of the big details. Uh, let's see. Yeah, people people want to experience the story unfold in a, a certain way. They don't want to be unceremoniously told after the fact what to expect, which yeah, ruins the tension and suspense. Yeah, and a desire to adhere to canon does not inherently conflate and equate to the cancel culture with meaning the desire that you don't want to know what happens in a movie before you watch it. Like, they're, 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 the they're separate. Idea, How are they? um, the whole idea of, like, the canon is that it enables you to be able to... It's the reason why it's important that things make. I don't know why I'm. The reason why it's important that things make sense is because if things don't make sense, it becomes impossible to gauge what can or cannot happen, what is possible, what could be expected, and what things could be unexpected but still make sense. There, are, there is nothing anymore. Nothing great, makes great, sense. For example, of this nothing. is a cat picking up Mjolnir. We've got enough to believe it's actually possible. Yes. So seeing it is still a surprise, but it makes sense. Well, that's only, that is Cap only just a jumped into the air and started flying, and just going oogity boogity. Well, boogity, no, the interesting thing is, if you watch that film yeah. in isolation, you might be like, "Huh? I was that even?" Yeah, huh. exactly. That, but that with is only canon, a big moment, yeah, you can only truly appreciate that because of the canon. The movie is one of the benefits of canon. Da, 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 da. It means you can build up to things. You can build up to things for a yeah, really definitely. long period of time and have these really cool reveals. I am a major this advocate of that. Well, this is why I get really annoyed when people act like canon is a restricting th component. If anything, it's it's really useful. Because well, I mean, it's, it can be both. T T TFA is, is a perfect example. It's like, I don't care that Kylo kills Han that much, because I'm kind of confused as to their relationship in the first place, and I don't even know who Kylo is. If we had three movies prior to that that built up their entire journey, that moment might have been incredible. Well, and honestly, mm -hmm. even in the context of the movie, I mean, this... But... Han, he just gave up on his family and son. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, screw see, you, I don't if, care. Like... Look, between the four of us, if we were to write a three, a set of three movies between the OT and the ST, could we manage to fix, at least partially, Han in TFA, but without changing Possibly. it? Is it possible? It's like, I, oof, that would be tough. It'd be, and yes, I wouldn't it would be want to, fun. because the end result is so depressing. No, I know. I'm arguing crap. that canon could actually save that movie to a degree. That's the, which yeah. is the opposite of what but this article's arguing. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> retroactively trying to fix it by explaining everything that they got wrong in the first place. Maybe if, like, Kylo had done something unspeakable to Han to make him really, really cut ties and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we would, we would just go with that one that is often talked about and suggested, that Leia gets to be a bit of a, like, bit hawkish, and she goes nuts trying to yeah. erase the Empire. Ba and we make sure that we let it be known it's coming from, like, an un... Like, a not a set of... She's never got closure about Alderaan, and she's constantly held that against the Empire, no matter who works for them or why she hates them. And, like, she could she could go too far, you know? Um, that could be the angle for why her and Han have issues. Uh, we could easily work with that. There's something there. Especially... Yeah, that, that, uh, there's validity to that. And is it a bit in well, line with her, you know, very dominative kind of character? Um, it, it works. It, it works. That's the thing. It could work. Or maybe that's with, better to say. It could work. It's in line with pretty much anybody who just watched their planet get blowed up. Yeah, there's a lot you're willing to do if you watched your entire world and culture get destroyed in a blast. In an instance, yeah. Um, uh, let's <laughs> that see, would take that. effort. But that would be canon, so fuck it. 
Okay. Uh, the need robs discussions about the stories we get of nuance and interpretation because who cares what you think happened when there's an answer from the word of God to that question you might have had. What, what is the point in the what movie the, at this point? What is the what? point? Yeah, what's the point in a story if, Why watch if the movie? You, you're going to be upset when there's stuff that definitively happens? <laughs> but, but, hang on. Like, because who cares what you think happened when there's an answer from the word of God? <laughs> like, he's basically like, no, saying from people who believe incorrect things about a movie are justified in believing that, that, you know, like, like that that Darth Vader, that like, Darth Vader whole... was physically in The Last Jedi Re as a character. Like, like, replace the word of God in that sentence with what actually happened, because that's what they're yes! actually referring that's... to. Yeah, that's yes. what they mean. Um, because that's who cares like, what you like, think happened when there's an answer for what actually happened? <laughs> like, okay. Exactly. Who does care yeah. what people and it's tried? Not from some, it's not from like an ethereal source. It's from the actual film. Yeah, they're just using in odd verbiage. You couldn't, um, yeah. like. Well, what, what are some of the statements that defenders of Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker have said that were objectively false from what actually happened in there? Because I know you've mentioned some in the... Oh wait, before. are you are you asking what in my video did I say happened or, that did not happen? No, 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 no. What what uh, defenders uh, people have actually said happened in those movies that objectively um, did not. I know there was there was one from Thought Theater recently, right? When we covered him, yeah, he, he said something, something that we were like, "That's actually wrong. not what happened." Um, it's weird because there's so many examples, but the way that they're delivered to us, I can't. I like know that, uh, what I can mention, I saw on Twitter because uh, Jay shared it because he was blown away. Someone said, like, he made a good video, but he missed the fact that Leia was the one who possessed Kylo at the end of the film to give life to Rey. Yeah, which is not true. Like, how the fuck did you conclude this? <laughs> <laughs> where did you get that from? Well, see, perfect example where what they're trying to say is invalid is perfectly valid because who cares what they think about it? That's not what happened! It's so, it's so yeah, hilarious, though, because the film wrong. if they were right, that would mean Leia killed Kylo or Ben. You know, it's just like, whoa, that's, there's too many implications. We can't go that way. Well, if somebody came up to the author, James Whitbrook, right, um, and said, I don't think that Rey was a character in The Force Awakens, the what? Who is he to tell them that they're wrong? I just yeah. This is why this standard doesn't work, guys. Because we all know that this is not. And if he said yes, she is, I'd be like, idea. "You're appealing to canon, and you're crushing my yeah. interpretation by appealing to yeah. canon." Yeah, if you're like, "Oh, you're just being nipped. I see what you're doing. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> these are, these are serious cracks in your point of view. <laughs> you need to address them. Yeah. Uh, uh... And more sinister. It's a debate tactic, you know. That's what's happening here. It's debate, it's debate tactic. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, just for what Rag said. More sinisterly. That... Sinisterly is an odd. I was actually about to kind of pause. That's an odd word. Sinisterly. More sinisterly. Wouldn't it be... that, that confirming if things actually happened in a movie based on what actually happened is a sinister <laughs> act? It's very what? sinister. Yeah. It's sinister to say, "Hey, that didn't happen." And <laughs> even more sinisterly. And now, see, thing. I'm going to write this down, yeah. and it's going to be in Gadelb 4, yeah, and people are going to be like, did someone actually say that? And you're like, Ugh. Yeah, James fucking Whitbrook said it on his io9.com place. Gadelb is such a funny concept, the whole idea of, nah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and more sinisterly, beyond the way it shapes our discourse, 
It's a craving that further enmeshes our love of a world, not to the world itself, but to the masters behind that world. Oh, uh, so that yeah, that's fucking wrong. Credit to, hang on, we give credit to the people who made the canon if they made good canon, and that's uh, bad? I'm happy to give Disney credit for everything that they've done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, However, I'm sorry, why is this a I, bad thing that we, we give... Bitherin mentions our love of a world, not to the world itself, but to the masters. But I would love to compliment the people who create the worlds that I love. Yeah, yeah. It's What's really wrong with difficult that? about the world first. It's really difficult. Like <laughs> when I if talk you, about yeah. the world of Star Wars, I don't think about uh, like in the back of my mind. I'm not constantly going George Lucas, our master, our savior, this, or yeah. worship him. Like no, it's like uh, sure I'll give him credit, but I don't think about George Lucas when I think about Star Wars. I think about the universe of Star Wars. Yeah, but you can yeah. but you can admire the work of the creator like yeah. um oh, Tolkien yes. made a phenomenal world that mm -hmm. it influenced fantasy forever like I guess since that yeah, point right seminal. now it is still influential like mm. so you can admire Tolkien for no, achieving stop. that no you're my favorite canon. thing though is that uh, Tolkien agrees with um the, the philosophy like the philosophy that i have and when it comes to the whole idea of consistency and like in world building like he doesn't agree with these people that's well the part. that's like, probably that's why they don't cite him and they'll cite fucking what Karl Marx instead in their story analysis you'd be like what why because <laughs> tolkien had really or you know that P Tolkien had the, a framework that worked out really well for him. Meanwhile, this framework tends to yield really negative results. I know th this is like antithetical to basically near. I I couldn't think of it's any hugely like successful and competent writer who could agree <laughs> with this crap. Like yeah, this is this is not like how you meant to create stories. I'm sorry. This is basically somebody saying, sure, write stories, but information doesn't matter. I, I would argue well, it's doing the reverse, it, like a great guy the... to destroy stories. You're like, oh yeah, cool. I think, uh, I definitely think that this comes from a very like, uh, romanticized view of what, you know, creating is the whole idea of uninhibited, complete freedom. But that's kind of just like, a it is, dream. it that's is not... a, I would say it is a, um, unhealthy almost like an extremist libertarian view on creativity yeah the whole idea Which... that everything you you shit onto the page is gold you should never try and put any restrictions on yourself you should always follow your your heart first even yeah, though yeah. You know, what truth you're creating is effectively a machine. It's a mechanism. Yeah, it's like it's everything is good. Not trying and to get like equally good. Not trying to get autism yeah. and stuff, but isn't it like the whole process? It's like the heart suggests something, and the mind like chisels it out into something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the The whole idea is you have an idea, and then from there you're like, how do I make it work? If it, if it was as easy as doing what your mind told you to do, everybody would be able to do it. Well, yeah, ideas like, are cheap. Yeah, ide ideas are exactly ideas are cheap. Figuring out a way to make it work and have cause and effect constantly in play and everything makes sense is the hard part. It's really easy to come up with a high concept, and it's it's you know it's really easy to imagine a world in your head, but it's much harder to create something that other people can look at and feel like it's real and it wasn't you know an invention or a machination or anything like that. Have Have you guys just, heard just... the story of that? like the account from Jim Butcher when he had this argument with someone online. So Jim Butcher is the author of the Dresden files. And before he was even a, like a successful prominent author, he was arguing with someone saying ideas are cheap. It's about execution. And this other person was like 
adamant saying no you need the best idea like that's what makes a story <laughs> yeah. and so jim butcher was like all right give me the worst two ideas you can think of and he's like the hundred years war and pokemon and then Jim Butcher went on and wrote like a best-selling series based on that idea. What is it called again? Is it the Codex Alara? Oh, I, I, I know that there is a um, there is a, I think we're thinking of the same author who who basically took a bet that yeah, he could that's he would Jim write Butcher. a book based on a really yeah on a really bad idea. And and that's that's fundamentally is the thing is is um I don't I don't know about anybody else, but ideas are the easy part. Oh, that sounds well, really cool. That's, yeah, the that's idea, we've, we've got this before, but like, what is a bad idea? And you go, I don't know, a guy locked in a room. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> this, we, can, <laughs> we can work with this. There's things we can do. I, like, it's about execution. You can make random concepts. There's a whole movie with a guy in a phone booth. I can't even remember if that was good or not now. Phone booth, but yeah. Still, and Buried is a yeah, film with a guy in a coffin for the entire thing. Yeah, like you can make weird and even seemingly bad ideas work brilliantly if you can execute it if you have talent yeah, i'm right? not sure that there's such a thing as a, a bad idea even though i'm sure that i have said on times this was terrible idea you never should have tried this well <laughs> that's what people say about the sequel trilogy it's like not only was it poorly executed what no. the hell your idea was Han solo was like this pathetic loser same for luke yeah. you know like and it's like that's a bad idea to begin with and it's like oh that's complicated because it could have been good it, there's there's not there's no reason why it couldn't have been good but unfortunately can you make it good if your idea is luke is trying to kill his kid in bed um you would have to do so much work yeah i was gonna say it's really freaking hard it's it's gonna be really hard and it's gonna take you a really long time so we you know you You, might might even thinking about it you might be able to go the route that he was you know uh being controlled by something else temporarily or he was under some kind of mystical influence star wars has a bit of that right you can work with it the idea that isn't going to work is Luke wants to kill his kid because he had a bad dream. That's not going to work in any world, in any instance. I feel like that Depends might be a categorization. That's a categorization thing as well yeah. because it'd be like, what's the? Where do we get into the point of idea versus like that? Is sounds more like execution, doesn't I it? That's an actual uh, scene. I think idea is a, a high concept. I think yeah, like Luke like, falling back on a lot of his values. Idea, but yeah, Luke killing one like, of his own cousins, well, the old nephew, whatever, while like they sleep. Plot, yeah. It's like that's an actual specific. <laughs> detail you've locked me into now mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I i would say so and i guess that's that's probably like the big issue that i'm having with this whole article is it's got a very strange approach to the to the creative process the idea that cherish your ideas all ideas are, um all all of your thoughts are fantastic if you put restrictions on yourself based on external factors that's arbitrary and stupid do everything that you that comes to mind immediately and don't question it because to be creative <laughs> is to never place restrictions on yourself. This is just an absurd viewpoint. It's I'm also sorry. useless for an artist because they do anything yeah, and they're like, you. "Why isn't this working?" And you're like, "I'm what? doing anything. That should work, right?" Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm. and I think, and I think, um, I think that the fact that people intuitively recognize that something isn't working is kind of indicative of the fact that there is some sort of standard in our own head that we're aware of, which would probably just be cause and effect. You know, we're we're aware of these things even if we don't think about them consciously all the time. Sorry, that Maybe. was a total tangent. I'm sorry, I don't do I mean, this article just cited the word of God, so, you know, we could probably go in different directions at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. Um, to twist a lit-crit turn of phrase, there cannot be the death of the author if the author's got their own fandom wiki. Yeah, so they're that's not, not... That's not the death of the author versus now. the death of the canon. They're two different things. 
Yeah. It's not even analogous. Yeah, like, that's just not at all the same thing. <laughs> it's not- so when an, when an author says, Luke Skywalker, uh, put his weapon down instead of killing his father, you go, No, he didn't, he killed him, because death of the author. It's like, no, that's not the author that said that, that's the content. <laughs> You're making yeah. this up. Um, oh, a wiki so, page. to wrap this up, it's fine if you want something to matter to a world and characters you care about, but it shouldn't be the be-all and end-all to your investment in them, either. How Fandom can I be invested in something that doesn't make sense? Or that's <laughs> ever-changing, and what I mean by ever-changing is it literally doesn't look like it did seconds ago all the time. I'm just like, I don't even... What is this? <laughs> it's just a blob that Who constantly changes and moves. It's like, okay, I guess I could watch that. It could be funny. Um, oh, that would be a good premise for a character. One that just every single day every resets. Day different. But you know what's funny about that is the only way that I would want to have a character like that is if I had other characters they could bounce off of. I need a, I need a baseline for that thing to be able to react to or be involved in. Just to have that on its own. Everyone's just gonna be like, what is this? Like, okay, they're that character today. That's weird. Why didn't you just make an anthology of different characters at this point? <laughs> You'd be like, I don't know. Oh, same person. Um, fandom is such a wide, shareable passion. I'm contentious with that. Full of different opinions and interpretations about a thing united by a shared, vested interest and love for storytelling. So, if you have someone who says that they're a fan of Star Wars, but they give you all these opinions on why the canon is pointless and worthless and how basically everything about it needs to be different than what it is. At what point does someone stop being a fan of something and they're actually a fan of some idea of it in their head that they have? Mm -hmm. Like Ryan Johnson, when he makes the last Jedi, he's like, are you a star Wars fan? Or do you just have some fucked up idea about what it is in your head? What it ought to be is probably the most, you know, what what Star Wars ought to be seems to be the problem. You get that whole and conversation that. where they'd be like, Ryan Johnson's an actual fan, you guys are what destroyed Star Wars by trying to oh, stick thanks, to what it guys. was. Oh, thanks, guys. I thought that we weren't meant to gatekeep here. I thought we weren't supposed to be doing that. They'd probably go with counter-gatekeeping. Like, you're gatekeeping oh, okay, and I'm just okay. trying to prove well, then... it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I like the idea. It's like, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm losing my mind here. I can't take it. Well, this was um, almost, uh, oh, uh, ta -ta -ta. valuing the sterile facts of those stories more than the things about them that makes us think or feel what? is a sad Freudian thing indeed. There. You know, yeah. like, the canon is sterile facts. Wow. Let me give a sterile fact that obviously no one's really going to really care deeply about. It's just a sterile fact. Uh, Darth Vader died to save his son despite being almost irredeemable because he loved him. That's a sterile fact. Don't you hate it that we only talk in sterile yeah. facts? Well, it's also the fact that understanding the sterile facts can actually enhance your emotional yeah, reaction, how you Absolutely. feel about something tremendously. If it makes sense to you, if it makes sense well, at all... We've already mentioned yeah. the perfect example when Cap picks up the hammer without knowing the facts of what happened before. That yeah. scene is going to have a vastly Dude, different emotional... You're, with, you're like with someone yeah. who hasn't seen it before, they're like, why does it matter? Can anyone pick it up? And you're like, yeah. no, actually. <laughs> this is well, really big. Like, that's a great example, right? Cat picks up a hammer. That's a sterile fact, but it means a lot when you hear that. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, 
That's, that's nuts. Those pesky, sterile, meaningless, lame facts. Ugh, hate them. <laughs> what is a story if not a sequence of events of things? If not that a happen? sequence of sterile facts. <laughs> yeah. But how do you how do you interpret all of those things? Yeah, we we yeah there there was clearly something that happened on screen with dialogue that accompanies it. But what is your interpretation of that thing? No matter how bonkers, and contrary to the information. That's yeah, like to me, this is not this is not valuable discussion when it's just like oh, but how you know, like what is your interpretation of the facts? It's like guys, like like I don't. Can we just talk about what actually happened and why it's good or bad? So does that do it for our intro? <laughs> oh, wow, what an intro! That's Two hours else. long, yeah. <laughs> um, pretty good. Might be might be a good point uh, for me to just quickly duck uh, to the toilet before we get into Mando. So mm -hmm. I'll be back in a sec. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be weird to transition over. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, now time for an episode by episode breakdown of a TV show <laughs> after oh, discussing whether or not a set of food is suitable for the average person. Well, now that I feel and know that I can interpret things in whatever way I want, and that's what's most important, maybe the show will be good now. Damn. Yeah, I mean, who knows if uh, if the things that you hated in it even happened. That's just your interpretation of the events. Do you guys love that this is the world that we live in where nothing matters, nothing makes sense, it's, it can be whatever you want? <laughs> And so we can't even understand, like, the most basic things about what's happening in the story. I prefer it that way. Makes discussion yeah, so much easier, because I just say, I like it. pesky clarity and, um, and, you know, causality. Why does reality need reality? Reality yeah, I mean, is just I, sterile I facts. media to not be in reality. God. Uh, I, I want someone to make that. Make the series... Make the movie, make the show where literally nothing makes sense. It's just random stuff <laughs> is happening all the time. There's no continuity. There's no consistency. Things just happen randomly. And then not only will it be extremely unlikely that you'll find anybody who has a passionate love for it, but they will never be able to explain why, because that requires things to make sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, at, when we talk about that, it's like getting to the fundamental aspects of like reality at that point. <laughs> Whether or not something makes sense, you know, this is how we make sense of the world. If none of that makes sense, what are we meant to do? <sighs> That's it. It's just a sigh. It's like, yep. All right. It's just like, I'm glad that... You, you, um... even, even a lot of people who claim to say these things, I bet if they saw that show, they'd be like, this is shit. Well, that's that's been my position for a long time. It's deep down, nobody actually believes this stuff. People have some sort of internal thing in that that helps them figure out what's good and bad. You know, like they're just willing to ignore to it when it's stuff they've come to quite like. Uh, yeah, something that they've decided at this point that they want to. Yeah, because again, you know, nobody really debates whether or not the room or birdemic is is bad. These are things that we just accept to be true. Uh, or not that we accept to be the true, obvious the, examples. It's, yeah, it's it's just patently obvious that that's true. Yeah, and some things aren't obvious. Yeah. yeah, when things get less obvious, then that's when it becomes uh, more contentious. But again, you know, are we really going to go up to somebody and say, "So, yeah, do you think that uh, let's go good old Citizen Kane? Do you think that Citizen Kane is um is arguably as good as uh, Twilight?" 
they're not gonna nobody's gonna say yes to that maybe stephanie meyer would say yes i i mean it, that would be that would be blindly arrogant but we don't know yeah. anyone like that nobody who says like their own work is so good that if they were only submitted or had the buddy they could oh, uh, make a masterpiece yes. you know? no one comes to mind at all no no particular youtuber <laughs> um but yeah there's gonna be someone out there you just be like in terms of craft citizen kane the room which is superior and it's all go well if you look at them as comedies it's the room <laughs> and then, i just want to clarify i just be like you mean if we look at it as though it was intended to be good but uh we laugh at how it failed to do so it's like that's what you mean right Someone in chat said, is Twilight the Dark Souls of Citizen Kane? Yes. <laughs> I love how, like, that's just the go-to Citizen Kane is the movie that people cite as being good, even though, let's get real, most of us haven't watched it. I, I haven't certainly seen haven't. It. It's, it's, it's good for jokes, though, to say something is the Citizen Kane of other things. Well, I think it's because somebody said that The Last of Us is the Citizen Kane of video games. Oof. And I'm like, um, oh, yeah, no, Citizen right. Kane must not be very good, then. Well, I mean, I, look, I like The Last of Us, but it's, 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 it is one of the most overrated games of all time. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I, I like it, but um, yeah, we got we to gotta cool our jets. 2013 really was the year, because that was the year Bioshock Infinite came out too. It's like, this is, you know, this mm. is what art, a video game is art. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, and now we look back on it and we're but, like, yeah, that wasn't good. I, I get how that happened, because you remember the intro, right? It's like, oh, everyone was just like, this was mind-blowing. It was epic. It was the, all the things. And it's just like, yeah, but the game sucks. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, like, the whole the idea is that, uh, it's, nifty, it's, but... it's all the vague, like, art things. It doesn't look totally photorealistic. Uh, the architecture is pretty cool. It's like, yeah, the art's really good and all that, but and the music's good and all that, but um, nothing works, and the story's yeah. really stupid, unfortunately. Yeah. But, man, <sighs> it's a grandfather it's hard paradox. To trick you into thinking it's good. Don't even you don't even need to go so there. The the amount of power Elizabeth has, and they just don't use it really at all throughout the whole campaign. Hey, it's, just make me some cover. They, okay. They're like, we need to pop over to a different universe where certain things happened to collect an item we need for hours. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what? what, was, what you was could just jump to a different universe? If you die in one universe, you go insane in the other. It's like, but if there are infinite universes, then surely everybody in is dead in some universe an infinite amount of times. Yeah. What would it work that like they, that? They are playing <laughs> extremely fast and loose with what infinite means. I don't yeah, know no, any other no, property that may that. or may not have done that as of recently. <laughs> it's not like it would have it in the name as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be... If if you are using the word infinite for your idea, really double check and Stop. make sure that it's actually what you mean. <laughs> Many crises on several Earths. That's what they should have called it. Well, it wouldn't have sounded as cool if it was called Crisis on a Bunch of Earths. <laughs> yeah. The fact that it's infinite Earths mean the story don't make sense. If it's Crisis on a 100 Earths, you're like, okay. Yeah, that makes sense, make that at least. Yeah. This makes sense. Infinite, you know? All of the infinite universes have been destroyed. Uh, Alright, guys. So, let's... A quick maths question. Uh, God, Crisis on infinite Earths, man. Infinite. There's an <laughs> like, infinite it's amount like the of... the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so bad. Remember when when the stupid Martian, weird alien was like, 
hey, other dude, you need to um, you need to do what you need to do at the right time. And he's like, I don't know what it is. And he's like, you'll know. And then he's like, I know. And he teleports a random set of people, or all the paragons, into the space between time and space. <laughs> yeah, and everybody else. The space between time and space where there is both time and space. But not everyone <laughs> else, by the way. Not everyone yeah. else. They no, can fuck just them. fucking die. And, and, and how one of them got replaced that. because someone wrote their own name into someone the Book of Destiny. The, book. the Book you know, of Destiny. Because that makes being a paragon pretty meaningless, doesn't it? Earlier, we had that fight in like the first episode or something where, uh, where they're on that nondescript industrial construction in, site uh, rooftop. Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, uh, and he teleports <laughs> everybody to safety. He, so we know that he can do that. the guy that they needed. You can't, well, no, he can teleport rags. We can't teleport to the t space between time and space. Oh. Except when he decides he can. No, no, the other can. guy can, not that guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. What? There's what are we talking about? We're, we're talking, talking about... about Crisis on Infinite Earths. One of the greatest oh, pieces no, of media no, ever are, created. Not the comics, the uh, the the CW crossover. Mm -hmm. I like the when that first episode came out. I think I told you like I had seen like Twitter. I, I know Brown Table, but several others were complimenting how great uh, Green Arrow's send off was. Do you remember all of us were just confused? We, we were like confused yeah. and, and laughing and like. And it the was best horrible. part was. Uh, after the fact, it came out that he was acting against a tennis ball because the other actors had to be on set for their other show. <laughs> so so he sent off he's acting against a tennis ball and, and the actor was well, commenting like, on how that's crap. It's a, it's a perfect commentary on stakes because like, it wasn't even canon that ruined it for us. It was just normal, just cause and effect. We were like, okay, so Earth is about to be destroyed. They're trying to teleport out a bunch of civilians, even though the rest of the universe is at risk of being destroyed anyway. So I don't even know how that. I don't. I don't even want to start with that. Let's just go with it. They were trying to evacuate people by delaying the ghosts. And you're like, how are they delaying the ghosts? There's like billions. It's like, okay, well, fine, whatever. They're doing that. Punching them with arrow and shooting them with arrows. Alien Man is teleporting people out so that they don't die. And for some reason, he takes ages to teleport Green Arrow to the point where Green Arrow fires an electric arrow at him to stop him from teleporting him out. Him. Yeah. He runs out of arrows, and instead of being like, shit, teleport me out now because I can't do anything, he shouts he and runs and at the ghosts. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And then he teleports him out, and he's got scratches on his face. And you're like, oh, he's okay. And it's like, no, he's dying. You're like, he's dying? Oh, okay. These are ghost scratches. And nobody makes any effort to help him. They no, just he's in a, he, he looks yeah. like he's in some kind of medical facility. He's in one of the, like, goodies or whatever, but they're just letting him die. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. teleported him to a place where his blood appears on the bed before he does. Oh, it's so and, and just so like bad. the final battle, it's just this. It's just some small industrial yard again in Vancouver. It's like a somewhere. gravel. It's yeah. like a gravel pile. And then the the floor, the gravel pile in some of the shots was a green screen. It was CGI. Yeah, it's, it's like they didn't shoot it there. And then you have PS2 level graphics, <laughs> probably even worse than that. I'm pretty sure that like Ratchet and Clank had better animation. Than, than well, that's that. what really separates the the artists from the idiots. Like, and I don't mean to be too mean, but what I mean is like when you know you have limited resources, like resources, alien. You taper it back. Alien is the the example. It's like Alien looks incredible, and they had like such limitations in terms of what they actually had to be given. Because I remember, wasn't there something about like they originally intended the alien to be more visible throughout the whole film, but they were just like, it just looks better the less we show it. And it turns out it just makes the film scarier, more atmospheric, as well as making the enemy just so confusing as to what exactly it is and what it wants. And it's well, just like, oh wow, look I at that. I just think it's um, 
in general, a lot of people, it's the reason why a lot of indie games have pixel art. It's like, yep, pixel art, we can make that faster. We don't really have the money to spend on our, on big graphics, uh, 3D graphics. So we'll just do pixel art because it'll still look really cool. And then Infinite uh, Earths was like, easy. check out our CGI, yo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's a big problem with the art. And it's the reason why Daredevil works well is because it's like, yeah, this is a ground level superhero. It means you don't need visual <laughs> effects, really. So, so it just reminded me, uh, he says when he teleports him in, he fought to his last breath. And he's still alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His last breath ain't here yet, mate. <laughs> I just love how he shot an electrified arrow at a dude and then it just <laughs> stops him from being able to teleport. The, C the CW... Like, shops. The CW is like parody levels of TV. It's like, how do we make it like a deliberately bad one that people it could enjoy? And, um... And also, like, for, for reference, uh, those of you who are watching, so I'm watching Buffy right now with uh, with Mauler. Buffy was on, like, the Warner, the WB, which was the progenitor to the CW. That's where and the W show... comes from. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's something, it's a combination, I think, of uh, CBS and, and Warner Brothers. I think that's the idea. Yeah, but I'm just, it I'm comes saying, from like, CBS and Warner Bros. Yeah, CW. It's just, it's just nuts to me. That this show originated on the same network, considering how good it's gotten by the time we get into like season five and six. And uh, yeah, when you watch stuff like uh, Infinitisms, it's like, oh my god, I forgot what this, this can be like. This is the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> uh, I would be hard pressed to pick something worse. And I know that probably people would be like, oh, they're like B movies that are worse than this, surely. And I'd be like, eh. I don't know, man. Like nothing works in in Crisis on Infinite Earths. I, mean, I, feel, just... I feel like even those B-movies probably have greater stretches of time where we're like, yeah, I mean, this mostly makes sense. Yeah, it is It is the step above coherent, or sorry, incoherent, necessary for you to call out things like, oh, that's the character. And time is progressing forwards slowly. <laughs> well, yeah, because we're talking about a show where they teleported beyond time and space, but there was both the space dawn of and time. time. Oh, yeah, yeah they went the to the dawn, dawn of time, too. And they into... went to Purgatory, don't forget. Yeah, purgatory, purgatory uh, but not purgatory yeah. in purgatory in a specific universe, or what was it in? Or, or, or do all universes have one purgatory? Well, do you or remember, like, like sh Shad? Their goal is to get uh, Green Arrow's soul, and hits in purgatory, and they go there. They find him, and this is after like two episodes of searching for him. And then some dude just turns up and goes, "No, Green Arrow, up. it's your destiny to become Spectre." And he's like, "Okay," and walks off. <laughs> it's like what? They have to leave without him. It's like, I love oh. how, like, to some people, somewhere in this in this crazy world, that makes sense. <laughs> For us. Maybe with additional canon, it would have, Friggy. You don't know. You don't know. Okay, well, I mean... Did you watch the Spectre how... TV show? I don't think so. And I love how at the, the end, they just have some, again, warehouse somewhere in Vancouver. And, um... I actually like Vancouver a lot, by the way. I'm just, I'm just commenting on the fact that well, it's yeah, it's obviously... the home of the super Paragon heroes of the universe. Well, I just mean I, I like, uh, I God, like when, Vancouver as a city. It looks really cool. When they celebrated like becoming a team at the end, it's like, oh. yeah, and it just means nothing. And again, it's just some warehouse somewhere that looks like garbage, and they have glued on with like felt. <laughs> the logos of all of the heroes. They probably they probably sent like an uh, you know one of the assistants. It's like, can you just go down to Spotlight and just get some uh, you know? Get to some, be fair, uh, what what's interesting is that all of their costumes are super cheap. Like they're actually focusing on hero work. 
And then you look yeah. at Kate Kane, who will leave people yeah. trapped in an elevator, hanging for their <laughs> life, while she, while while she pimps. While her she like gets her hair, and, yeah. And, yeah. She's such a good role model. And also, like that hair is super impractical. You know, like yeah. you should be cutting that off if you want to fight people. People T can tying it, that. tying it up slash down. You know, tying it just. Well, away. why do you think Lara Croft has her hair in a ponytail? It's because if it's all long, it gets in her face, and it's gonna like. I like yeah, how Lara have, Croft makes more sense. <laughs> I have really long hair, and it's not loose when I want to do stuff where I'm moving around constantly because it gets in the way. It swings yeah. around. And, you know, it's a little bit of a difference if, like, you you actually have long hair as opposed to not having long hair but choosing to put it on. And as specifically when you're going Yeah, as battle. Crab just pointed out, it's not even her hair. Like, it's not even... It's just no, an yeah, impracticality she's hair. put upon herself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, you know, you got, you, got to, you got to let Alice get away with murder in style. But Alice had long hair. She has to be seen as a woman... Women. Well, remember with her attitude of the show. Without her, without the hair, she looked like Squidward or handsome Squidward. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that was our <laughs> thing from the fucking pilot. I remember, or the first episode <laughs> that those many, many years ago when we watched the first episode, and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves <laughs> into. We saw the Batwoman flying off of the balcony. Oh my goodness, we had <laughs> no idea. I don't think we had, yeah, we had no idea what we were in for. Because <laughs> we were like, this will probably be pretty bad, but we we were just not prepared. I don't think we thought that we were going to be watching the whole season and not. Yeah, only don't the whole season, don't fret. People, to watch the people think season. it's over. It's like, no, 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 it's it's no. coming. Just between editors right no. now, getting there. Yeah, no, it is not over. I am I am hungry for more Batwoman. <laughs> like, I am I am I'm going through Batwoman withdrawals. Speaking of TV shows, that's my segue. Mandalorian. Yep. Speaking of bad TV shows. <gasps> <gasps> Racializer. Um, so we just pick up where we are. Yeah, I mean, so we'd gone through the first five episodes in a lot. I love that anyone who wanted the part two to this stream will come to this one, look for the timestamp, be like, what, two and a half hours? They start continuing cool. <laughs> what was the first bit about? Um... So, yeah, I suppose we'll just, the format will again be just pointing out things, hopefully in chronological order, uh, that, that screw with the episode that we're currently discussing, and then hopefully we can reach some kind of conclusion at the end of all this. Uh, I guess, uh, who would, you know, this is the episode with Bill Burr, it's the one where they, like, get a group of people mm -hmm. to go on a form of a, a prison breakout, you could call it a heist episode in some way. You think it'd be funnier? <laughs> With Bill Burr in it, yeah. You didn't like the joke about stormtroopers not being able to aim, Rex? The fuck? No, it made me sad. <laughs> I will say, I don't think I'll do Devil's Advocate as much this time around. But if there are criticisms I think aren't fair or fully valid, I'll probably just share a counter argument yeah. here and there. Very well. But there are more issues to pick apart, especially um, after this episode in the last two. So, um, so uh, this episode had a lot of cool actors in it. You know, it really did that. a lot, a lot. Clancy Brown, yeah. Bill Burr, Richard Ayoade, uh, the girl Welder Number Three. That one can't go wrong with that. And one. also had the cameo from uh, all of the directors from the show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> in that, that really good scene, that, the yeah. really really good <laughs> yeah, scene. Yeah, fantastic scene. Yes. So, um, I guess I'll just get the ball rolling. Uh, he he arrives, and the first thing I think it's worth discussing is that it's kind of lucky there's no bounty hunters with any fobs in this station or near it, right? 
Um, mm -hmm. Well, that's the are, thing. Are they bounty hunters? It's like a port. It's not a. It's not necessarily. It's yeah, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't mean that they would have to be bounty hunters here, but they could be. Yeah. But they we know be, that guess, based but... off the crew that we have, that the right kind of people are here. Yeah, it's a duplicitous kind of. It's not. It's not a place for people who are above oh. the law. I mean, yeah, bounty just, hunters are in accordance with the law, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, but I guess um, the whole idea is you kind of expect bounty hunters to be in places where criminals are, because those are the people that they're going to be going for yeah, most of the time. Well, I mean, it, it's yeah. the kind of place that the Republic, the New Republic certainly think is worth just destroying the whole platform. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hold, that's my favorite criticism. You have to hold off on that one, okay? <laughs> it's like, that's the one that makes me laugh every time I watch this episode. Um, I'm trying to get a good shot Sorry. of it. Is it worth posing what, the defense that I think people would give to that uh, criticism, or just? I, I think that it's, um, it's, it's, it's just a, it's uh, just a small, small like they they could be and they could also not be in this area for this yeah. episode to progress. There needs to not be, and there isn't. It's like yeah, okay, yeah. lucky there I are. Mean, could there, there? I think there could be a justification for him to be uh, assured that there isn't anyone there with a fob. It might be a stretch, but you yes. might be. Able well, to like the that. reason we have think... to believe that that against it is the fact that he talks to the guy, and the guy is aware of the guild and why Mando has been booted out of it. It's like, ooh, that information is spread to this post. Like, gotta be careful. Yeah, it's shown that. Like everyone's got these fobs, and people will try. A lot of people do. No, just, not everyone. Bounty hunters. Ah, uh, just a lot of people uh, have them. They're not. They're not uncommon. In the oh, no, well, everyone one... in the guild had one. Like yeah, those are all bounty hunters. But not, it, everyone like, in the whole guild. All which non-bounty hunter have we seen with a fob? Oh, I, I, which, I, which bounty hunter I don't have think we? Was saying, no, no. Which non-bounty think... hunter have we seen with a fob? I don't think there was one. It's a thing bounty hunters have. I, th I think Rex was just even, yeah, all, except, uh, like yeah, when I said everyone, it, I was like, a just a lot of people. We know everyone in the guild has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not suggesting that your average citizen just has a fob that has a link no. to Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, just Good thing they weren't here, I guess. This this would be um I'll I'll hand it over to Rags to to help um explain it, but. Is there anything wrong with Bill Burr's gun holsters ranks? They are, they make no fucking sense and they would get in the way, and they do. They do. Constantly <laughs> get in the way of his arms all of the time. Um, this isn't one of those, like, this is one of those little show, little nitpicky sort of things, I guess. But it's one of those aspects of you are pulling me away from the realism of this universe because you want to have guns just strapped to somebody. Why are they on his, they're yes. on his arm? Rip Ike Rags. This is not an invalid criticism. Rip it apart. If they get details like that wrong, that's oh, like yeah. them using no, wrong I'm, sort of like. It's, it's a nitpick bad. since it's not important to the yeah, plot. Like, can't stand it just looks really. Like, I don't Look know guns, it. but I, it I, just doesn't I, make I, any I, sense at all yeah, in any see, way. Yeah, I don't know guns, but I know swords, and when they get details... Well, like, the thing is, is um, I guess oh, yeah, it, it is a question, Shad. Would you put uh, a bunch of Dad. daggers under your armpits? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not even under his armpits. I was going to say, thing. that's probably more practical than what he's got going on here. Like, just imagine those pistols didn't have the grip, and they were daggers. Ima right imagine there. he was trying to, when he tries to unsheath it, it's going to be annoying as hell. It's like, shit. Well, you can already <laughs> picture it, right? Like... His right arm there would have to, he has to go, go over. He has to stretch out and go yeah. over that one. Like, it's really awkward. He has I'm to actually... do opposite arms here. 
I'm actually curious from like a filmmaking perspective how they got those to how stick in there and the 95% of the scenes we see them where someone isn't removing a gun from them. Like, <laughs> I like I the idea that, that Bill Burr was on set and he's like, fucking <laughs> God. Well, yeah, like... because you can see in the scenes in places where his arms are like, they, they stop his arms and they, they move around when his arms brush against them. Mm. Yeah. And it, naturally. I, I think that they did something to secure those inside the holsters, except for the scene where what's her what's his face takes the right, take and the fact that they had to do that probably should have clued them into not doing this at all. You know, yeah, this the is, fact that they had to do that. Most, this is the shittiest load bearing gear I have ever seen. It, it looks it's just one of those <laughs> it's, it's one of those Disney Star Wars things of let's just slap guns cool. on them. Just put. Yeah. I don't even think it looks cool, but I guess they're going. For, no, he's got I, yeah. the guns. He's got four guns for his two arms. It does. Yeah, to me, it just looks awkward. Uh, it does. It looks very awkward. It's stupid. It is instantly something that I looked at and was like, "That's dumb. Why?" Because <laughs> um, we sorry, have we have that in real life. We have like holsters that you can put on your chest, but they're, they're they are in the center of your chest and they're horizontal. They're not yeah, just... aren't they like the you know the Nathan Drake holsters, the ones that you strap over and then they go sort of by your waist, right? So or maybe I'm... if you're those are have like your... side holsters, um, they they they're not exactly well, under me, the armpit. Me, they're yeah, generally, the they're underneath yeah. your armpits, and you cross hmm. a, you, like if you're right-handed, it'll be on your left side, and you reach across your chest and pull it out. Um, I'll just, uh, I'll need to find uh, And if it's on like a plate carrier vest, then it'll be in the center, generally up a little bit higher. Um, yeah, I was going to say the whole stormtroopers can't aim. We'll save that for episode eight because uh, it's it's worse. <laughs> it's worse than what I, Bill Burst says, what we get in, in episode eight. It's, so we'll leave it for now. Um, right. well, before we move on, not, though, going back to them knowing about Mandalorians, you know, bounty and stuff like that, with, even without them being bounty hunters, if they know enough that the guild is after him, I would think a valid criticism is like, it, shouldn't it be too hard to figure out why the bounty hunters guild is after him? Like, he has this important asset that he didn't deliver. Even if they don't know. That's valuable. Even if they don't know why, but they capture him, they've got they, it. They, they would know he's worth money. And it's yeah, not like so the that's guild. Definitely yeah, it's not like the that. guild wouldn't accept. Um, didn't um, didn't the target in episode five or six? Uh, no, she knew specifically that it was about a baby. I think so, and like because if they know that bit, Mandalorian has this really valuable asset. Um, you'd think that they would be yeah, certainly wanting to find it. And as to if they want to capture Mandalorian himself, well, they need his help to free this other guy, and so they might still want to hide that fact and then capture him after to get get the. So I could I could kind of grant that part, but as to how they wouldn't know about the situation when it's pretty basic information that bounty hunters go to capture someone, Mandalorian is wanted by the bounty hunter guild for not delivering the thing he captured ergo what does he have that's so valuable and that would that seems like and if you were if you were to prod that information whatsoever you'd find out that it's an extremely valuable target oh yeah massively so so that's odd i definitely will agree there and point that out too um uh i guess that's a relevant uh super chat uh my theory is that burr is lying about his military past and he knows nothing about his guns hence his bad aim and him having holsters in awkward places He's not, he's not bad a bad aim. aim selectively. Yeah, his aim is There's very good. In the... really good it's aim. kind of like Mandalorian. 
Oh. Yeah, he's bad when he needs to be for the plot. Um, and also, if he was lying about uh, military history in some capacity, I don't know. He seems to have... Why would you lie he's, about being a stormtrooper? He's made the point, man. I seriously doubt he would be if he didn't. Have, he hadn't proven himself at this point. Yeah, right? earned it in some way. And the one dude trusts him. The, uh, the old little, man. Yeah, the, the scruffy-looking guy. He, he likes him. Guy. So can I point something out that's, a, that's a, like a... A uh, pet peeve of mine. I'm not sure if it would have come sure. up naturally. Go for but it, sure. at this point, do we see B B Bill Burr's robot arm with the holding the gun come out this early on, or is that only in the actual? I think they deliberately out? obscure it so it can be a surprise for us. Okay, because this is my pet peeve. All right. Okay, That's that would be kind of cool having a mobile turret that can deploy from your back with a single gun. I'm not criticizing that it might not be useful. I'm criticizing the fact if something like that exists in the yeah, universe, why don't other people use why it? Why isn't anyone else using it? Like this is something that becomes apparent in many parts of this episode. Shadow. Yeah, we we've got more of those. Why, why, <laughs> didn't know, been, why didn't they just do that? This annoys me. It really annoys me in world building when people add something in without properly extrapolating how that would fit in logically. Yeah, with yeah, exactly. The just, just think and... about it. If this is this useful, why wouldn't everybody use it? Exactly. You know, if you, really know, you might say cost, but but droids well, are really cheap. It seems like you can build exactly. things out of scrap and everything. There is so much technology and infrastructure that's gone and rotted away and everything. There is so much stuff everywhere they can build crap out of in Star Wars. I don't think it would be expensive to get something like that, even for a mm -hmm. regular person. So, yeah, just do the uh, just do the Axton thing from Borderlands Two or anything where you have the character has built a or have they custom made or a they have built it themselves. This little turret. This little turret buddy, it even has a little name, right? They call it Bloompus. Sheila or whatever, or Elvira or Shaniqua or whatever they want to call it. Bloompus. And they talk to it in this kind of amorous way. Like it's, it's my buddy robot, you know, this is my friend, my little turret robot. And he sets it out and it he puts it on walls or on ceilings or he deploys it and it makes a she something like that. And give it a character to give a little like a little combat unique thing to that person. Not just it's an arm that comes out of my back and it holds a pistol. Like that's kind of actually that's super lame, actually. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, and like they could was it custom that you know, but then mm -hmm. it's odd because the technology is already in place to allow something like that pretty well. And honestly, this is a flaw in Star Wars generally, that the they don't employ their AI technology in applications that are just bloody obvious when it would be really useful. Like they have human targeted gun turrets that someone needs to sit and fire when they could have AI targeted something that is far yeah, more efficient you have and to accurate. You'd have to come up with something as due to the incredible prevalence of hacking and AI corruption software, um, having things be manually operated reduces this risk of that technology being corrupted mm -hmm. and used against you or something like that, right? Where, yeah, and that's uh, a good explanation. Because they talk about that in Mass Effect and one of the, the first one, like the codexes, where like before ships even begin to shoot things at each other, it's like two entire hacker battles happening where they try to infect everyone's subsystems and stuff like that. Um and so I was like, all right, so our solution for in-universe is to make everything hardwired and man-operated. Kind of mm -hmm. going back to the basics, in a sense. So that nothing, and not everything can be hacked instantly and blowed up. So next up. Yeah, and that would, that would answer it well. Um, yeah. He, so the premise of this job is going to require that a droid has full control over security and his ship alone in his ship with Baby Yoda. And this isn't a deal-breaker for Mando. 
what we it's we just one in, in a string of, of bad decisions that Mando makes, where he doesn't yes. seem to care about the kid anymore. And, and in, it, it highlights two issues: one, his flippant, inconsistent care for Baby Yoda; but two, mm-hmm. his extremely inconsistent mistrust of droids. If anything, yeah, I think this is the ultimate one in all of the episodes where he should be putting his foot down and saying, no. Yeah, I don't feel like this is the guy I've no. come to understand. I feel like this is someone else. But he will make deals with assassin droids he's just met and been shot at by. Before, by. as the mission's being explained, the droid is hacking into his ship and discovering old messages. It infuriates me because I'm like... Precise, yeah. and then he, and the episode ends with the droid almost killing Baby Yoda, and it's just like, oh, jeez, this is the kind of stuff that yeah, you should good have. Job, Mando. You should have like <laughs> yeah, really big exactly. concerns about the potential of this, and it actually happens. Yeah, this part is very inconsistent. I mean, you might be able to justify it with the uh, the droid with you know Quill doing so much trying to convince that it is safe, but no, in this instance, yeah, like there's not much reason at all for Mando to be willing to trust this thing. And if you had a guy who was like, we have to have this robot character in there, it has to be a part of the mission, and uh, it's going to have to be the pilot because no one else can pilot like it can, I'd be like, okay, he will keep, uh, he will be on the robot the entire mission in that yeah, cockpit I'll have a watching gun to him. And while it's there the whole time, kind of. And then when, when the ship yeah. is landed, secured, the robot, he'll say, like, he won't do the mission unless the robot is going on point with the gun and he'll be behind it because he doesn't trust it. And yeah, someone else absolutely. can stay in the cockpit. With Shad had mentioned earlier, with um, Quill and the robot reconstructed, one would think, one would think, that after Mando goes through this episode, and, spoilers, <laughs> figures out that he has been betrayed, and that the robot was working against him the whole time, and that the robot tried to specifically kill Baby Yoda, and it hacked into his systems, you would think that this would be extra cement that would solidify his, his hatred, hatred of, of droids. Yeah. You would think that after all this happens, he would doubly not yeah, he'd be like, I'm, I'm, He'd be like, I'm yeah. right about droids, 100%. Yeah. This would be a yeah. setback for this should, yeah, This should ruin any chance of him trusting Quill's robot. Yeah. Not uh, necessarily ruin it, but make at it even more difficult. Yeah. Well, like... it, it, he's not going to trust him in two episodes. Well, the, the, the standard thing we, we were just talking about, I think it was when we were first rewatching the show ready for the first EVAP on this, was just that, um, why couldn't you made season one about him and the droid getting Baby Yoda back to the, the bounty holder, and they go on several different, you know, missions together, the droid forever desiring to deposit Baby Yoda, but as the season progresses, Mando is less and less interested in that, you know, as they bond and stuff, and he realizes that that robot, I don't know, that there's no reason, there's a lot, that's like a season on its own, but they fucking, you know, they kill it at the end of the first episode, you're like, oh. (laughs) That's that's a a big problem, is you could have had a whole season that was just Mandalorian going on adventures, and we're learning about what he believes his view on the world, his methodology, his process, and then we enter season two with him finding Baby Yoda. Like that. Well, season one's season one's climax for me would be the um, the droids been helping and saving him throughout the season to work with this bounty. And then he has to make the choice to. Yeah, uh, the, the droids like we give it. up this bounty, we get the money, and Mando's like, Ugh. Yeah, Mando kills it. Yeah, that could be a pretty big moment. He's killed. This is the thing. That's a, that's a double payoff. He kills the droid to screw himself with the guild, 
but he also doesn't want to kill yeah. the droid because he likes the droid, which goes against all of his history. Droid. Yeah, you got it's, it's lots. It's a really cool uh, direction to go, and and that's what I mean. It's kind of impactful in the first episode a little bit as a surprise, but it would have been way more impactful from a character perspective had they done the groundwork. But they're in such a rush to get through these eight episodes for some reason. And this is the thing, you can keep all these episodes the same, except he has a companion the whole time being the droid. And Taika Waititi's voice and the writing, you can make it really fun. Yeah. This show could have been really good is the point that we're trying to make. <laughs> yeah. We were on it. it we were good. really on its side. We really were. Yeah. You can go back to the, the older EFABs where we advocate uh, yeah. for it. Yeah. We uh, used to be totally. I still maintain it. hope. I think there's enough to work with that they could. I don't have any much hope for, uh, in for this show two. anymore. I think, that, like, you know, uh, series have come back from rocky starts and stuff, and well, the concept. Buffy, yeah. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and the concept and what they have to work with is still solid enough that season two could still be actually good. So the I mean, problem is, I feel like there's a lot of things that they could have done which they're no longer in a position to do. Unfortunately certain character arcs he could have gone on certain growth uh that is no longer really viable anymore hmm. that's a problem i think for me I, mean, I don't think it's impossible for the next one no, next season to be good but i, mean, I have no confidence i've in become it. a tad cynical and i'm trying to remind myself every single time that i say hey the next installment could fix this all up i'm like you've said this so many times now it's never happened mola <laughs> i'm like oh <laughs> maybe but probably not I yeah, I mean, you know, any, we'd never know. Any, Rise of Skywalker could have fixed everything, right, guys? It's possible, right? Yeah, Maybe. I, 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 just, <laughs> I don't think that the storytelling talent is there. It just isn't there. Yeah, I guess the problem is I don't have faith in the, uh, in oh, the team that are making it. Sahil Diazi said, uh, Buffy had two bad seasons. It's like, Buffy came out in 1997. This is, uh, <laughs> this is a while ago that we're citing something that got better. Not to mention that even if we cited five things that got better, I'd be like, we're still dealing with uh, hundreds of examples where the reverse happens. That's why I'm cynical, okay? And we just said it's not impossible, just cynical. Unfortunately, things do seem to decline in value after they begin. Um, after episode one, yeah. Look what, look what Marie concluded from what I said. We knew less about storytelling in 1977. What? No, we How didn't. That's, did, not, what? that's not at all what I was like, trying to okay. say. You were just re you were just referencing that it's it's I rare mean, for a series to get better after its beginning. Yeah, if if our if our first go to bad. example is something that came out more than twenty years ago, I'm like, yeah, so that kind of just supports what I'm going on about how I'm cynical I mean, about it. You think we'd have more experience now with all these terrible examples to learn from, but the mm. hits just but keep still... coming. Yeah. Uh, so the Razor Crest is a ship that is the name of or the the model or the make of the ship that uh, Mando uses. A couple of characters reference it throughout the season. They they're like, oh, that's a Razor Crest. Uh, Razor Crests are so old that they can't be recognized by the New Republic or the Empire because they're not in their systems. This is ridiculous. It makes this it so that absurd. they don't turn up on, like, radars. Yeah, yeah. this is like cops because not they're... knowing what an El Camino is. Well, it's, it's, it's like the idea of your computer being incompatible with something because it's older rather than you, which does happen, but not... It's, it's more of like a... Do you get what I mean when I when I say like it's weird that you would have technology that is incompatible because it is older rather than yeah. newer? And plus, you I, that's not how that's not how modern works. 
Not, Which, not the I, I just don't get it. I, d I didn't realize it had anything to do with knowing the Mako model. It was just the, yeah, the moving why would, why object. Why you make your own ship? What if you make your own custom ship but it's one of a kind? You just do whatever you want? It's, and not it's to mention the people recognize yeah. it. They're like, oh, it's that yeah. one. And it's like, surely it's on record oh, in some like, way. In the first episode, in like the, pre in like the preamble bit of the first episode. Oh, it's a classic. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact wording they used to, to say why they needed the Razor Crest. Because... Uh, was it something about his registry number the, uh, or something? It was something to do with the fact that if they used it, they would be able to sneak up on the prison ship without being spotted. That's yeah, they, they, have, they have to. No, no, because that that that's undermined by the fact they have to fly so weirdly to not get spotted, and so yeah, they're they trying to remain in a blind spot, but they still they want to be they in the razor crest because visually it's... identified. I think. Yeah, is the I don't idea. know why somebody looked out a window. Have blind spots. You would think that would be something that they. Yeah. Well, and that and that brings us to it's, another. It's an odd, that's an odd thing in and of itself. There's another point of contention though, is that they're doing this all after and exiting hyperspace next to the prison ship. How do you not detect exiting hyperspace? Like as a ship. Yeah, I thought that was something. Which, right, by the way, how do you not detect a ship docking on your? I'm ship? not even like looking to reference canon. I'm literally just talking about like that. Just seems impossible to not know. But you can. It's in Rogue One. They detect hyperspace's opening before it does. They're like, "Sir, hyperspace is coming out it's over there." And then they look over, and then it's uh, D Darth Vader and all of his star destroyers are coming in. Like, stop focusing on canon and the <laughs> details yeah. more. Like, but how did you feel the about the <laughs> So I just, yeah, yeah, really tismy space rules. Really, yeah. and there's a, there's an actual dude. There's a there's a straight up dude in the ship. Like, could he? Would he not have cameras detection? It's like, oh, I don't does, does the ship not shake when you attach your ship to it? Like, does, does the ship not have cameras on the outside so that it can see at all angles if anything's approaching it? I mean, and what's funny is cloaking does exist in universe, and so they could have just said, we're going to come out of hyperspace far enough away so they aren't detected, we're going to attach a cloak to your ship and fly in. But and you, then they and don't you can, really have a reason and why the excuse, they need the razors. Well, they could say the reason they're using his ship is that it's a deposit. It's like they're not risking one of their ships. They're letting him come along and they'll pay him if he can only, if he puts his ship up as collateral. Like, it could be the thing yeah, that's yeah, all they work. All they have to do is, in case you get caught and they identify the ship, we don't want that coming back to us. That's all you have to mm -hmm. say. It's super simple, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> so if you remember, Zero goes into the ship, he tampers with it for a bit, he discovers the, the flickers of message that he'll eventually try to hack the full thing out of, and Mando is like, nah, it's not happening, and then he's like, I have better responses and reaction time to you, I'm, I'm doing it. Initial thing, I was just like, why would that convince Mando? He knows robots will have better reaction time than humans. That's just like, yeah common sense like what <laughs> but like apparently that's enough it's like oh all right then uh that comes back to a point we're making earlier but yeah uh furthermore uh zero is like why are we using this ship and he highlights like it's not very good in certain ways and then the old dude says he explains the benefits of it and it, it just confuses me this is all a ruse they already know that they're all doing this to screw over mando this is the thing that is a big secret so why would zero even question why they're using his ship like <laughs> yeah, they know why they're using his ship. They're screwing him over. Not just that, but yeah. the ship has specific things they needed, like to do in this mission. Like, why yeah. wouldn't Zero know that he's the pilot? Yeah, yeah. yeah they the knew only beforehand. Tech. Also, the this is, is that it's a ask. ruse. <laughs> this is a yeah. little bit too late to ask this question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the he would. Defense, yeah, it could be a ruse. It's not a good defense that the robot is doing to convince Mandalorian that you know they really yeah, do like, need What's him, the point? But... He wasn't even questioning it. You know, clearly so far he wasn't even questioning it. He was already here. 
Well, I just assumed it was it was just to give an opportunity to explain to the audience why they're using his shit. Oh, well, that, I mean, we know that's why they did it. Yeah. R random thing. I do like the design of his ship. I think it's a very. I like the design of his ship. I think it looks awesome. I am okay with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nice. a there's a line I just want to make sure we remember. Uh, Bill Burr says, "Mandalorians are the greatest warriors in the galaxy." <laughs> this is as good as it gets, guys. Yeah, woof. Mando is, is all of, yeah, they definitely won't get massacred by stormtroopers. Well, it does annoy me that everyone's forgotten the Jedi so much. I mean, yeah, yes, that, that's a, that's, that's a, hey, we gotta wait sense. until episode seven and eight for that floor. <laughs> okay. We're getting there, we're getting there. Like, but what about the faction that basically. What about that faction in that war that I was alive to witness? <laughs> what about. Who was fighting against the droids again? I don't remember. No one told me. Um. So, um, if if we're to believe that this ship is really the one ship they needed because of, uh, that's the way it works with this blind spot and all that stuff, it's like, damn, it's lucky he had this ship then. Yep. Otherwise he wouldn't be yeah. able to do this mission. Like, uh, well, if yeah. you're confused where the convenience is, so it's, he needs money, he contacts them, they happen to be doing a mission that requires mission the, this ship. requires this ship, yeah. And uh, that's the only way he could have gotten in. He, they wouldn't have let him on this mission if not for that, apparently. So it's like, oh, damn. But they needed his ship for the mission anyway that they had already planned. So it's almost like they planned the mission knowing that he would join it. Um, they The droid, like, engages hyperdrive, and he's, like, just fiddling with stuff or whatever. And uh, the it, t it turns to Mando, and it's just like, everything is functioning fine. You can go down. And then he just does. And it's like, what? Yeah, he should not be leaving that guy's side at all. <laughs> well, he, it's, it's it doesn't work either way. He shouldn't be leaving Baby Yoda at the potential peril of all of these people downstairs. But he also shouldn't be leaving the droid in his cockpit. You know, it's just like, you can't... It shouldn't be happening this way. <laughs> no. yeah. You're not very um... competent bounty hunter, is he? I love how, like, we brought this up in the first episode, but Satan just manages to open his weapon cache by pressing a button. It's like, Mando, you need better security to do. Yeah, this yeah. is the second, those, the those second time someone has done it by accident. Yeah. Those things should be designed to prevent entry from someone getting into it on purpose. Why aren't they not... locked? You know, why isn't there a lock function? <laughs> yeah, you'd think that after the first episode, he'd be like, oh, someone's He's just, like, like fiddling. It's not even... It. Because you'd have some kind of an argument if it was like a switch to open it. You'd be like, why does he have a switch to open it? But no, it's literally Satan's fucking around and it opens up. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, it's funny, just that Star Wars girl is like, what about, it seems like she's like, what about Baby Yoda? And, you know, I love Baby Yoda too. And I like him? Mandalorian as well. Um, there are a lot of problems, okay? But Baby Yoda's like nifty Baby and all, but like, that's not the plot. Like this. No, no, I guess I'm like, <laughs> I like Baby Yoda too. I'll say it. I like it Baby Yoda inordinately yeah. more than a lot of other things. And that's why I think I like um, uh, Mandalorian overall. There are things that I'm enjoying disproportionately That's it, that I'm probably subjectively enjoying far more than the problems right, in the plot and, and stuff. Um, uh, and yeah, but there are some very significant problems in plot. The problem stuff, for me, I guess, and the reason why it bugs me so much is I was ready to like this. Space Bounty Hunters, it's like... It's, and Star Wars. I love I'm, Space Bounty Hunters. I'm biased in and, favor uh, of the Star Wars world. I really yeah. like it. They haven't killed that it, for me it, yet. They should have, but... It just frustrates me, though, that like the most successful Space Bounty Hunter thing isn't Metroid, it isn't Prey 2, it's this show. This really badly written show. 
This frustrates me to no end. Um. So, uh, I shouldn't have cancelled Prey 2, by the way. I'm we're extremely excited. lucky that none of them have any idea what is Baby Yoda, nor that... We kind of went over this earlier, but just so fucking risky. The idea that they see this yeah. creature, like, who knows what kind of information any of these could have. And Mando is just... Uh, he accidentally opens Baby Yoda's cabinet as well. Yeah, presses well, a button. Where are like, the locks uh, on these things? <laughs> Well, I mean, we already knew it wasn't locked, because Baby Yoda's escaped that thing before, and he does in this episode <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, he escaped it more sizely. That's right. This is what I mean. Mando um, is such an irresponsible dad. <laughs> you got I, 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 I pulled up my notes. I forgot we had notes about this. Um, my first ticky thingy is the Merc friend says that Mando's welcome back anytime, but then he only says he let him in because of his ship. <laughs> uh, he's welcome to come here, but he's not welcome to be on jobs unless he has a ship. There you go, Rags, I fixed it. Yeah, and we were, and I guess this will pop up later. It certainly probably will, but I'll just say here: what skill does Knife Girl provide? They know the ship's yeah, full she, of droids. Why would you bring is, uh, someone who throws yeah. knives? Well, hang on, yeah, hang on. We have said that there are vibro daggers in this uh, in this series, and I guess know, the problem is, um, even then, she's the. Most how is a vibro dagger better than a blaster? A gun, yeah. No, I'm not saying it is, but they are still, you can cut, you know, through metal and stuff with them, and so they, she can kill droids with them. Or, if she, I, actually, I'm not sure Does if she, she, she has vibro-daggers. I don't think like, she kills droids. Mandalorian actually have... used his vibro-dagger against the droids in this episode, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, maybe. I feel like... In the corridor well, fight this... scene, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I he, he has something in his left here. hand that's like a knife, I think. Like, the, the, the vibro-dagger seems like one of those... Like, it's one of those things where if you're using it, then something has gone horribly wrong. You know, this isn't the same as a lightsaber, because most of the time lightsabers are wielded by Jedi as well, which accentuate the use of a lightsaber, not just on its own. But even if you were like, do you want a blaster or a lightsaber in a corridor fight with robots? I'd be like, probably a blaster. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Unless I can throw the lightsaber. Just like, yeah. Put on a string. throw all of your daggers? That's you go end, she I goes collects you. them, remember? She collects them from the guy she throws it in. Oh. Easy. And yeah, they do have blue lights on them, so I assume the show is trying to say, these daggers are super space daggers. Are cool space daggers. Super daggers. Space yeah. daggers. I like this comment. She hisses at people. That's her character. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, like, I'm happy for Bill Burr's character to come back. Hopefully do something more with him. I'm okay with yeah. Satan. He was fine, but she was annoying. Yeah, fuck She her. was. Um, she added nothing. She was just dead weight. Annoying. Um, that's that's the yeah. It's just, in, I guess, just an extension of that criticism was that it's insane that Baby Yoda's freely able to get out of that compartment and he leaves him alone with a droid on that ship. It just blows my mind. And how do they not recognize exactly what it is? Um, I guess you got aware. some space for them to be boss. like, "What? What a weird alien you have to look after. How weird!" But I'd just be yeah, like, "The boss knows about it, surely." The boss Does only knows reference? that he has trouble with the guild rags. Nothing but more. Nothing less. Why. No, I know. You I know. know. I know. Why. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That Star Wars girl is uh, sharing the context that the daggers are more effective against um, droids than blasters. If it's in the games, then I not. I, that sounds like a gameplay mechanic where melees yeah. are one hit kills and things. It's a way to probably so, balance it out, right? So that melee yeah, has a I, point. I I'll, I'll I mean, be skeptical with that. Like, no, well, I could see the point that vibro daggers can cut through Durasteel better than blasters can. Well, wouldn't you be curious at that point that wouldn't you just have a gun that fires bullets that has whatever benefit vibro, vibro blades has? Yeah. yeah. Because well, there's no reason they don't have bullets. Obvious... 
you know, adaptation. Well, yeah. They have ballistic weapons in Star Wars universe, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Hang on, in oh, yeah, official weapons. canon now? I, no, yeah, well, oh, 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 hang on, the, the, the um, anymore. that's right. No, the, yeah. the, the sand people use slug throwers. Yeah, well, I, what I mean is, I remember that uh, in Republic Commando, there was uh, some ballistic. Oh, appara apparently, it's uh, in the books as well. The mm. uh, the vibro thing. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. It's just um, I don't really understand why I would ever use one in the Star Wars. Yeah, universe well, the fact I mean, that you have to get up to them in melee. Well, she throws them. Well, yeah. also, if you have Mando five, is what able happens to... when the sixth bad guy pops up? Yeah. Uh, Mando is able <laughs> to sneak up behind him, and he uses a dagger against the droids in the fight scene. From After he gets shot, like, six times. Which was which was a really <laughs> bad way to do it. He was behind them, and all they take is one headshot to kill. We find that out later, so he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> this is the realization you have on really watching he the whole series. He wanted to show off. I don't need... He wanted I don't to show need... off getting hit. Absolutely. I, I, Absolutely, I that's can, the I reason. I take him out by myself with my vibro dagger. He does the cool guy doesn't look at himself being stupid. That's what he does. Cool guy. He's cool. It's cool. It's a cool scene. <sighs> anyway, um, so uh, when they get there, Zero announces that he's disabling onboard surveillance. And I was like, um, probably should have done that before. Well, not even just that. <laughs> I was just like, this surely presents issues. So you got human man in control room. And uh, we're gonna give this maximum benefit of the doubt, okay? When he says disabling onboard surveillance, he means he's looping all of the cameras to convince the guy in the control room that nothing is amiss. Um, be later on, something we is definitely can see amiss. the footage and it's not looped. Well, it's frozen or whatever, right? It's like it's there is there they did something. I remember us noticing that there there was effort, like they're flickering as if to show like a shot. It's like every few seconds the background flickers as if to say they're repeating. But the problem is. On all of these shots in his control room, there's no droids. And it's like, wouldn't you wonder why it is that you haven't found a single droid in any of your cameras for so long? Like, how strange. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, think. you know, it, it, there, there are so many times when he should have figured out, uh, figured out, like, that there was something wrong. I mean, it's risky as hell, and we're just gonna have to assume that, eh, you're just lucky you didn't notice. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. But then it gets really hard to justify this stuff when the mouse droid is destroyed, when the other droids are destroyed. It's like, how isn't everything alerted now? When you detect yeah. your um, your units getting blown up and stuff? Because I well, know yeah, if, if a gun went off in a prison, everybody would know about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but there, wasn't there a scene where you could see that uh, the robot in the ship was tracking all of the droids? If he can do that, surely the guy in the ship can do that. And he would notice when they're, they're getting disabled as well, right? I'm sorry, say that again? Um, you know how, uh, in, in the... Uh, like, it, in the ship, the robot, uh, can see where all of the, the, the droids are. It's like he's got a, um, you know... Oh, like yeah, a like a GPS tracking thing. Tracker sort of thing. Um, and my immediate thought is like, okay, so the guy in the ship, who is the guard, has one of these two, right? He should know where they all are, surely. I would imagine so. I would imagine that you get a little cross mark on any unit that gets destroyed. Like, gets destroyed, well, the rebels yeah. have that with the spaceships in the battles. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's... He, exactly. There's no reason he wouldn't know that there are robots being destroyed. Like, the whole... Which means it's all over, because he would alert the Republic. But for some reason, he, he chooses not to until... He chooses not to alert them and die instead. <laughs> so, he has, a like, a, um... 
little handheld alert thingy. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, it's odd that, that there wouldn't be a button that he could just press on the console that would also do well, the same. Well, it should be... Uh, it's odd it that should, he didn't yeah. press it. It's odd that the robots ago. can't yeah. do it upon being assaulted. Yeah, as soon as they're all, all true. All the above is true. Yeah. What's what I mean? Like, most like, people love this episode. So like, design. I find it very contentious to enjoy this, because it's just like, why does yeah. anything work this it way? Super, super, um... Like, logistically, it's so convenient weak. and... It hurts my head. <laughs> you know? This um, one really hurts my head. Yeah, Bilber uh, is, like, really bad at shooting in that corridor scene, and then he later is amazing at it. It's very weird. Um, yeah, the, that... the assumption is automatically that he's bad at it in this moment so that Mando can have his moment killing them all. He, yeah, the, he was the fight uh, itself is trying to. Well, see, um, and this this is another issue I take with this, right? Mando is on his own throughout that whole fight. They just watch him. I think they're even like kind of sm smirking, and then when it's over, Bilber is like, "Good job cleaning up your mess." And like, I just had loads of question marks around my head. Like, what? Like, he just saved all of your lives, and this should be very red flaggish for Mando. You should be like, "Wow, you guys would totally have let me die there, wouldn't you?" Hmm. Yeah, mm. um, it, I mean, after, especially after Satan Man shoots the mouse droid for no reason. Yeah, that was also stupid. Started, yeah, that's, um... It, it, what do those mouse droids do? They, well, I have no idea. this is the thing, we're just... I wanna know! I assume the only function they could even have is to, making sure everything is normal. Right? They just go what? around, <laughs> this, if they detect anything out of usual, they could report it. <laughs> Mobile sentries, in a way. Yeah, like I don't, I haven't read any law books. I just assume there's. Why else? Like, if they don't you serve don't any purpose, why then why are they there? Like, but, like the I have one Satan guy just shoots him for no reason. That alerts the other robots to come. Which should this should be the end of the mission. This should be you have shot the enemy sentry. The whole ship is now on high alert for you. It is going to be nothing but gunfights and tight corridors. But I, it's it's super contrived that it is. A lot of people saying they're cleaning droids. Uh -huh. Who cares about that? Like, Maybe well, cleaning droids. Yeah. It's funny in the, in episode one, it was like they were showing the stormtroopers where to go. That they were like guide. Ah, uh, yeah, like yeah. Um, uh, that was like my impression of them in the earlier movies. The mouse droid is used for a source of communication. Um, yeah, well, either way, shooting it was a bad move because it alerts all the other droids, but that just makes you wonder why isn't it alerting the control room man who presses the button immediately. All that other stuff, like, um, it's, yes. it's, it's fine. Um, really confusing throwaway line from Zero, he says, I am redirecting the alert away from your position. It's like, so you're making it so, so that... So there is an alert. Yeah, there I was gonna say, no so way. for what we know, that means that the control guy should be aware. He has no reason not to press the backup button. Secondly, uh, you're making it so that the security droids are all going to run to a different area of the ship where they think something's happening, right? That's what that means? Yeah, I think it's, that's so what why, it sounds like. Has he locked out the control panel man from being able to do anything about that? And if you say yes, you'd be wrong, because Mando locks out Zero from the control panel later in the episode. <laughs> Whatever not... we need to happen <laughs> at any given time. That's what I mean, everything just happens the way they need it to happen. Uh... Okay, so uh, it baffles me that they all leave the rifles from the droids that Mando defeated. When yes, uh, Satan, it's like Satan has two pistols, but why not just pick up a rifle? She doesn't even have a rifle. She could save her knives by having a rifle. And, uh, and the armor of the droids is resistant to the blaster fire, but they yes, can get killed is. by their own rifles. So why the fuck they don't take the rifles with me? 
is a stupid amateurish idiotic decision like what happens with the next group you just gonna hope mando saves you again and also if if their armor is resistant to blasters it'd probably be a good idea to put the cpus of the robots inside of the torso instead of the head which can be destroyed by blasters pretty and stupid also, actually this is what makes me wonder again if the new fledgling rebellion or the new republic has the money to throw around to give blaster-proof armor to robots guarding prisoners, how come everyone doesn't wear armor? How come nobody yeah, wears how come, armor? How come Jedi don't wear it? Big come... question. That's that's one of the pet peeves I've had. Like, if you can make effective armor out of something so readily available as Durasteel, which they seemingly use to make everything, yeah, why these, the hell these, isn't anyone Do you remember IG-88 takes, like, a shit ton of blasts to its chest and they shots, just block it? yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Why why aren't why isn't everything built with this? Why don't stormtroopers use this armor? Why don't yeah, everybody? It is, it, good questions. Very good questions. It's nuts. Um but yeah, they they clearly um the, the the all the droids, all the security droids clearly have rifles that will destroy security droids. They do not take them. They just leave them on the ground. Insanely stupid. It makes me think these people are amateurs because if that was me, and if I had any training, and if I wanted to you know, live, I would be like, oh, this is clearly a better weapon for this scenario. I'm taking one. So, you chat is well, saying yeah. that mouse droids are used for delivery and maintenance purposes. Okay. Um, uh, what could they deliver? It wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't, it would it wouldn't matter. We, we're specifically just talking about whether or not they deliver, and they do in this categorically, so we know they do. Or at least they yeah. do in this. The mouse droid could have been replaced by any other kind of robot, really. Oh. I'm still, um, like, I maintain they're crap delivery droids because I agree. what can they carry? Like, delivery? Are you kidding me? They're dragging along like a, well, maybe they'll drag <laughs> along a small McDonald's meal. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe, hey, they have yeah. A, maybe there's a lot of space torque in those little mouse droids and mm -hmm. they can pull a big old floating platform that floats. Fuck, never mind. <laughs> You think that you just have like robot shelves moving around, but yeah, uh, uh, hover platform. A practical yeah. What was Control Man doing before they got in there? He's just sitting down, like, oh no, they got in. It's like, can you lock down the control room? Okay. It's I mean, gotta be something for a, that. They could have had a small scene where he was like, I don't know, watching questionable things, <laughs> like distracting himself. You know, He's squinting like, at the monitor. He was, he was looking at the like, I haven't seen again. a security droid in five minutes. The fact he was he watching a movie and he was asleep or something and he just hasn't yeah. been paying attention. Space the fact Netflix. that he doesn't immediately fire on them as soon as the door opens. He's got the jump on them, by the way, somehow, because they didn't think he would be here. I don't know why they wouldn't know. I, I don't see how that wouldn't be information they would have at this point with the fully hacking into everything, you know? Listen, it's not established in Star Wars that you could scan for lifeforms at a distance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But also, um, you would expect that. Even if it wasn't a person, you'd expect robots or some pilot. Well, like, and this, remember, Mando can, like, scan shit through walls, and he just never uses it. Yeah, what the... Well, that's because he doesn't have a special gun with him. Oh. He's decided not to take that insanely valuable piece of technology mm, with him. scope is detachable, and his helmet does this shit as well, but okay. Yeah. Um, just on the matter oh, of the guns. What if the guns are only imprinted to be able to be used by the droids from an identification chip or some bullcrap? I don't know, but that could answer that. Um, doesn't Mando use it on the droid in this episode? Yeah, Mando uses it on the droid. That's how they know it works.
Ah, oh, well, there you go. That damsel's <laughs> crap. And even in the uh, even in the the prequels, um, they can take the droids off of the battle droids and use them. Take the arms yeah, off. Gun, sorry, they can take the guns, the the blasters off the battle droids and use. Them. Uh, consistent world building would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, it's just um. I guess I'm trying to just find the next. I've got a note here that was just like, why didn't they shoot him when he faces their back to them? I'm trying to find where that happens, but I think they start circling him, and he's only aiming at one person, and it's just like, damn, you kind of, you're screwed now. <laughs> Someone's just gonna have to hit you in the back of the head, you're done. Yeah, like, they're... Like, I get the I. It's weird, like, I can see... Obviously, if they wanted to kill him easily, they'd have no problem at all. I guess Mando's the only one who doesn't want to. Yeah, I guess they're worried that if they shoot him, like he'll, his finger will fall on the button, or when he falls, the button will get pressed. Something well, like no. That. So right, so scenario: they're all surrounding him. They're all laughing because he's he's fucked. He puts his gun on Mando, someone that these guys don't even care if he dies, and Bill Burr's behind him. Who wears armor? Who? Well, not only does Mando wear armor, they don't care if he dies. So like. This guy is like, I'm gonna shoot Mando potentially if you attack me. Bilbo's behind him. It's like, just attack him. He's done. It's over. <laughs> but he's like, nah, I will screw with him. And the funny thing is, like, Bilbo comes across as very confident in this scene. Like, uh, this is this guy's not getting out of here. We're we're, we're good. He pulls out that little device. And then Bilbo's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> it's just like, oh, all right. Now we're out of control. I, all they have to say, and it's so weird. All they have to say is, if you press that button, we have no reason to keep you alive anymore. Just keep that in mind. Well, that's. Which is why this drama sucks, because that's the assumed scenario here. It's a standoff. You shoot me, this button gets pushed. But if I push this button, you will shoot me. Standoff. And then they're all arguing about what to do, and a stupid lady just kills him, and she, he pushes the button. It's like, congratulations, <laughs> that was the whole point of this standoff. You just that's ended the only it. Person, that's the only thing that she, did, she kills, is the guy, which well, fucks she, up the whole mission. Well, you say that like she doesn't do anything else in this episode. She does some laughing and weird she, faces. Well, and hissing. hissing. He, she hisses. Um, she does hiss. She's a hey, hisser. I just want to say while we froze on the, the, uh, the you know, Republican guy, that guy. So two things. Yeah, look, I like that he's wearing the same helmet as with kind of what we saw in episode one. But the second thing is, that is like the most un, most impractical helmet design I've that ever seen. That's a very in my life. silly helmet. What if you have it to is, look at a computer monitor that's above you? Which there are plenty yeah, of from his seated position. It looks like a really shitty. It's a crap helmet design. It looks like a shitty salad. I'm yeah, surprised he's got it on. Like, made salad. You'd think he wouldn't even have it on salad. most of the time in the control salad. room, though. So like, sorry, salad no way is a perfectly way to say it as well. Yeah. I was like, that looks like a shitty hut with a chin strap on it. I'm like, I'm not wearing that. Like, what? what is it supposed to do? He was wearing that before anyone even came in. And yeah. Like, like, you're alone on this mission, transporting prisoners. It's probably just, it's probably statistically one of yeah. the safest jobs that there is. You're just like, oh. I'm just if I was out. writing this, like, that device would have been pulled out immediately. Not... Like halfway through the standoff, it doesn't even make sense. It's just like, by also, the way, guys, I have this device. You're like, what? Oh. And let's remember, he should have pressed the button ages ago, ago for several reasons. But he's just now not only having not pressed it, he is now pulling it out. Um. Yep. Yeah, and it's funny as well because Mando is like, calm down, put the guns down. No one's gonna die. You're gonna get it out of this fine, Davin, because he he knows his name. He has him tell him, and then Bilbo just goes, "No, he won't." 
It's like, <laughs> why, why, why would you say that? Good negotiation skills. I feel like that was the exact wrong thing to say. Yeah, pretty much the worst possible thing that could have been said yeah. to a guy. Um, and I'm sick of seeing blasters that don't have sights on them. Like, how do you shoot it? This bugs me. You hope. It explains why stormtroopers suck. Instinctive aiming. Also... Aiming from the hip, okay? This done. is what bugs me about like Bill Burr's character too. Is like you have two blasters. You're not aiming down the sights of them. You don't have any, uh, any like heads up display that is telling you where the blasters are pointed, like from Halo or anything. You're just like guessing. But hang on, hang on. Can't people shoot instinctively even with handguns? Very short distances. Like, you can, from but the it's hip? short. You, Okay, you don't sure. you you it's almost like you point with it you don't aim with it but yeah when you when you go and um like when i took my concealed carry classes that was one of the things they had us do was don't look down the sights just like point and shoot um it, but it only works for really short distances well handguns aren't particularly accurate at long distances anyway are they well i mean if it's the difference so first off I, you you can get pretty good with them especially if your weapon is pistols but you are going to be insanely more accurate using sights than just pointing at things. Yeah. Like, it's not even close. Mm -hmm. Like, if you, if you want to hit anything with a pistol, you're, in, unless it's, like, in, like, we're talking right in front of you, you could maybe point at it. Like, if it's right in front of you. But if you want to hit anything with a pistol, you're going to be using your sights. But this gun here, he has, it clearly has no front sight, and that just fucking bugs me. It takes me out of the universe. That's the shit that I hate. <laughs> Um, well, I, I'm the same with swords, so I can't, I can't, um, you know. These are just like I'm listing what I what I have in terms of notes. So if anyone else wants to say anything chronologically, go for it. But I was going to skip ahead now too. Apparently, you can just pull the arm off a droid. Well, he yeah. pulls the head off of the other one with a wire. You know, I would. Actually I, like I can to believe the wire more. Yeah, I'd like I, to know I how don't. physically strong Mandalorian is because, like, they actually show that what Cara Dune is like has some measure of superhuman strength from some type of enhancement. Um, and then Mandalorian is actually going toe-to-toe -to -toe with her in an arm wrestle. Yeah, she laid the beat down on what her. Are you... Yeah, I thought, like... Isn't she I just, a, she's her, just a shock trooper? She's just a strong person. Really? I thought it was implied, like, Quill said something that, you know, like, she, like when he, he was saying, no, um, Yoda isn't being genetically enhanced, but then he looks at Cara and he's like, you, you look like you've come out of some type of... I don't know some farm or something she like that. Like I thought that was or something. But no, I thought that was implying that she might have some type of genetic enhancement. Correct no. me if I'm wrong, but I was getting. I, that I never got that impression. I just figured she was a okay. strong man. Well, I was assuming just from what she had shown, like you know, one punch knocking Mandalorian off his feet, head first down. That that was a superhuman feat, and so I was just kind of taking. All right, she has superhuman, uh, some type of enhanced strength. Um, no. Um, plus, this is. This is a robot that is no doubt built for purpose to the yeah, point where he, they have he, plated it. With unless he has armor, very high superhuman strength, he shouldn't be out of ripping. Which he doesn't. I don't get, think the show has established he has superhuman get strength. Pedantic here, but I don't think that blaster could actually fit through where he pulls it because one shot he's got half of it through, and the next shot is fully <laughs> through. I, I think it's because the handle and the the back part of the pistol wouldn't have fit through that hole. At least, from what I could, they just cut to it being further right, and I was like, hmm, oh, sneaky. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe not, maybe, whatever, I'll let that one go. But yeah, just uh, give it a good pull and the arm comes right off. 
and uh, obviously he escapes and and it's uh, so let's just get everything straight here because uh, this is an extreme contrivance to the maximum degree. You got this ship. What, that there's even what, position. There's, that there's even holes in the door. Period. <laughs> yeah, that's actually uh, pretty useful. Insanely, insanely stupid. Well, so hang got... on. Um, prison bars have like gaps in between, so. I think that in a spaceship like this, yeah, but these are clearly designed like with they're they're circular and they clearly have their and they're not windows, they're not viewers, they are open holes. But for us, we just make a bunch of bars to keep them in. I mean, do you think it would clearly be better to have it be completely closed up where they can't spit or throw anything through or reach and grab you? Like that, it would obviously yeah, I'm be thinking, better. I'm trying to think of pros and cons. I think like. Yeah, because if um, oxygen was ever decompressed in the hallway, it would be useful to be able to seal off the doors to keep air in the prison cells. So, yeah. Um... It, it, it appears to be a design decision, whereas prison bars that we have are clearly one of practicality and mass-producing iron bars and stuff just for, for like production purposes. These are clearly designed with the holes. Um. Well, I was more going for, right, so think of uh, a map, a whole map of the prison. You've got position A is where their ship arrives, position B is the control room, position C is this prison cell. They drop him in this prison cell, and then all they have to do is go back to position A, and for the entire rest of the episode, they manage to not make it there until he's not only luckily had a droid walk past, destroy it, and take its key to get out, he's gone to the control room, he locks out uh, Zero, he puts the whole place in lockdown so that all doors start closing except for a pathway to the exit and he manages to fight and kill or fight and capture all of the enemies except the guy who got out of the prison cell and he catches up with him the moment he reaches position A. That timeline makes no sense at all. Wait a second. I'm, I'm sorry, slight tangent. And the still that you have on the, um, um, the, the stream, is that scope on backwards? Uh, I think that's just a. I think I I I could just be a design choice. Because I, it's tapering. It's a space like scope. Yeah, it, you know, the, it the uh, taper out on the other side of his face. It's inward. Yeah, I'm gonna look at it. But I think they just they just took the scope and they flipped it around because space. <laughs> that makes it look cooler. They're like, this looks cooler. It's like, no, that looks wrong. That's not how. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. They could have. They could make scopes differently in Star Wars. Yeah, no, I don't mind. I don't really care. What I highlighted was way worse, and everyone's going to have forgotten about it. I know, Boo. but it fucking bugs me because they're like, oh, it does make sense, but fucking reverse it. Dude, did everybody hear what I said, though? Please. Say God. it again because it was no. timeline and stuff. How, can, how is he strong enough to rip the arm off of one of these things? We already talked about I know it's stupid. Fuck I'm you, Rags. You didn't listen to any of it. <laughs> yes, I did. I did listen to it. Chad, did, did you, you Chad, did you I hear agree. what I said about the Say convenience? Of, oh. uh, I, you know, I was I was honestly and sincerely trying to, but Rags just distracted me, and uh, you know his whole rant about the scope, I just erased it from my memory. I'm sorry, I can't. Like it's all Rags's fault. Okay, all right, here goes again. So, think of the whole prison ship mapped out. Position A is where the ship lands and everyone gets out. Position B is the control room. Position C is this prison cell. Our villains lock Mando in position C and they head to position A. Somehow, Purple Man manages to only get to position A after Mando has 
defeated a droid that happened pie, which is very fucking lucky to have done it so quickly. Uh, gotten a key, gotten out, gotten to the control room, locked out zero, locked down the rooms so that people can't escape unless they're going directly to point A, which is precisely where all of our heroes, uh, villains want to do. And then Mando knocks out each of them one by one in specific fights with Satan actually having a decently long brawl. And in this time, he then manages to get to point A at the same time that Purple Alien Man does. Did Purple Alien Man know where he was going? He was with, uh, Bill Burr was with him, so there's no reason why he wouldn't have directed him. Otherwise, okay. all we have is, he must have been lost. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. He got lost. Um, the time in this episode is very odd, especially because the button was pressed, theoretically, like, two minutes before they got to this prison cell, and, uh, it was a ten-minute limit. And it's, like, actually almost, I think, like, eighteen minutes in episode time until the Republic show up, and we're obviously seeing a montage. We're not seeing the actual in real time. So that's just balked as well, because they say 10, as far as I remember. Gotta have a montage. It's very, very bad structure. They're, uh, yeah, they're playing they're, they're playing fast and loose with how time functions. They just don't want you to think about it. Uh, yeah, also, lucky that Mando was even having access to a droid. Wouldn't, wouldn't Zero just shut down all the droids at this point, especially if there's no one in the control room? Does he have? He has the power to shut Hang down on. all the droids. Can he do that? Well, I don't. Why, why would the? Why wouldn't the person who's in control of the whole ship not have the ability to do something with the droids? For example, directing the them alert. away from the prison cell they're trying to get to. I don't know, maybe that's behind several layers more of a yeah, well, like uh... Didn't he already do it? He, theoretically, he said he's, he's going to set the alert somewhere else. Couldn't he, he can at least distract droids. But I don't see why he wouldn't have absolute power once they got rid of the control room guy. You would think that all the droids would be hooked up to the ship's signal, or there would be some control unit. Like the battle droids, for instance. I would just assume that they have some kind of overriding power that can actually shut down the droids in case something goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, that seems like a really obvious safety security sort of thing just yeah. in case they need to shut the droids down they can do it so you don't have killer droids on the loose and of course i don't see how mando can lock out zero i don't, I don't he just does and it's like okay because mando's competence level is directly correlating with what he needs to do at any given moment why does zero try to do nothing to help the entire team when everything is dependent on getting this bounty instead he goes on a baby hunting mission because he has to kill that baby. Why? And that leads me to my next question. Why does he want to kill the baby so much? Because he's a bad robot man. Okay. And he kills the baby. Right. He's a killer baby <laughs> just, robot. He, just like, he likes to kill babies. Baby killer. It's so weird. This is like He just randomly forgets everything he's supposed to do in this episode to go hunt a baby. <laughs> okay. Um, give me a second. I gotta use a loo. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Don't fall in. That was my contribution. Do, do, do. Yeah, I just don't get why everybody wasn't <laughs> rushing to the exit, because uh, they're concerned with defeating Mando, and it's like, you realize if you leave with his ship, he's defeated. Yep. So, yeah. This is true. Oh, look at baby Yoda! It's just funny that Mando he has control over locking up the ship as well, and he doesn't lock the ability to get to his ship, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. You have Baby Yoda on the screen. It's okay. Yeah. This is the thing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get all these criticisms out. This episode is really bad. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how much Baby Yoda can like redeem it. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> 
It's like, it's a crap episode. It's like, quick, throw Baby Yoda on screen. Oh. Um, why does Matt Bill Burr think he can take on Mando? Like, what in the world makes him think that's a possibility? Considering he has the Beskar armor well, as well. Yeah, the armor should make him pause. But, you know, the arrogant people, like... they thinks he can take him on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, that one's not beyond reason for me. Like, I just, when you're given the option of you've got the point of the job, which means you'll get paid, you'll probably get paid more, potentially, because the shares are going to go down based on all the other people that didn't make it to the ship, like Bill Burr and Purple Dude seem to. They got separated. Um, and your choice is go and hunt Mando for extra money while the Republic are on their way, and they're going to be here in like five minutes, or leave with your bounty and guarantee safety and also guarantee the condemnation of uh mando like he's gonna get captured by the republic so not bad yeah also satan like picks up his fucking communicator and it makes noises and he just throws it it's so weird i don't even know why this scene is in this because there's no point where if only he had communication something would have happened so i just see this as just like a weird like oh he annoying noises <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get it? Because he's an angry Satan, but... <laughs> uh... It's curious how Baby Yoda evades the droid, I, I guess, because like, he's like he's afraid of and recognizes it as a threat. It's like, how how would he? Just It's just what a are, droid what, looking around. What, what point are we on? Um... Satan threw his communicator away because it made funny noises. Oh, yeah. oh just how, your... like he, like he, like how he shot that mouse droid. Yeah, he's, impulsively. it's consistent. Guy... He makes weird decisions. Hey, this guy I think, I think like... we could make an argument that the horn guy is mentally disabled. In some level. All right. They, they, they carry him <laughs> around with muscle. Maybe I, I guess, but I feel like why can't the robot do that? I feel like a robot would be better <laughs> for muscle. Probably. But, Probably. Well, you, I mean, you wonder what yeah. each of these people bring to the table. I mean, muscle's not even that relevant to this mission, is it? No. True. Like, he was carrying no, no. things when they were on the um, station, but in the mission itself. <laughs> things that we don't see again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just so you know about Baby Yoda, why would he be hiding? You know, I think it would be cool if Baby Yoda's actually far more, I guess, um, mentally developed. Well, he, no, on. It, it, he would have to so be because for some reason Baby Yoda is cool with good guys and he's not cool with bad guys. And it's like, how does Baby Yoda know the difference? It's like he just does. Yeah, of course, it's a feeling. Uh, uh, been, like, I still reckon it would have been fun. I think it's been it's been it's been too far to be able to play on it now. That later in the series, Baby Yoda is like just comes out and starts speaking to me and is like, "Yeah, we're in a bit of a tough spot." Yeah, I've been testing like, what you the this hell? whole time, homie. You're you've a, done, you've like, done pretty good, he, I'll say that. Extremely yeah, exactly. I thought it would have been great. And, inconsistent yeah. parent. And he's speaking like, you're dead. You know how many times they nearly got me? How many times they got me? <laughs> how would you sleep at night if you knew that I was... I would have died if not for the force, you ass. <laughs> yeah. How many times like, have I had to save myself this, you know, so far? 50, pretending 60? to be, <laughs> pretending like, to be a baby, I was. Why the fuck did you take me on the mudboard hunt, you idiot? Yeah. yeah, it's like, you are not <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Satan just goes back to the control room, I guess, because he, he figures Mando might be there. I don't know. He just goes there. And, um, unfortunately for him, Mando is waiting for him and shoots him in the back of the head with his gun, killing him instantly. Oh, wait. Right, that doesn't happen, does it? Something else happens. Oh. Oh. Sorry, I... 
I had a dream where I was watching the show. Had that made a vision sense. of a better, an, one of those infinite universes where the show was good. Oh, how Mando unfortunate! Mando wasn't an incompetent fucking buffoon. Mando attempts to hang this man <laughs> from above him by shooting his thing through it. I just, it just, I remember every time I see it, I'm just like, what in the world was your, why you have a gun? Like, There's uh, like 17 different ways this is ridiculously stupid. <laughs> just pulls him right through. How do you shoot the grappling hook through the grates and get it to wrap around his neck? That's an impressive shot, but why are you He's trying to achieve this? He's good with that this? grappling hook. He's good with the grappling He's hook, He's so good, guys. he can manipulate the grappling hook to change directions midair to yeah, loop around his neck. It, it is bizarre that he just doesn't shoot him. And then he so. immediately uses his hyper-special worthwhile ammo. Which and don't they all kill miss. this guy for some reason. They all miss. They don't just instantly kill this guy. They all miss. Even though, aren't they like, well, don't they, they auto-track? They yeah, they, they they homed in on the last time he used those. Things. So it doesn't mm. matter if he can't aim them. He doesn't need to. Yeah. yeah bizarre. Like, but, uh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just... Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's this really weird moment. I'm trying to... Let me... I'll get it up so I don't copyright myself. I just want to get to it. Yeah, so look at this shot. Mando is pulled, but that end to his pistol looks a bit wonky, but whatever. He pulls both of his pistols onto the head of Satan, and he doesn't fire. In fact, he doesn't even have his finger on the trigger. Well, he wants to make sure that he's got his... He's It's safe. That's gun safety. Like, what? Keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to fire. But... But Rex... But... He doesn't really want to kill him. But... He wants to... <laughs> Look at this shot! It's like, oh, he's dead. But it's like, no, yeah. he pushes him down. It's like, oh, okay. I got nothing. Yeah. They do they, they do show the shots firing, it's just that uh it's, it's too late at that point. It's pretty indefensible this sequence of events. Um Yeah, one of my notes just says, Why the fuck did Mando try to hang Satan? I don't know, like what what are you supposed to make of this? It's just such a weird <laughs> uh then tries to burn Satan. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it's weird that the way he finishes him off with the blast doors, it's like he survived that. It managed to chop off his hordes, but he survived it. It's like, yeah, okay. that didn't crush his head. At I don't all. understand the logistics of how it could even not have killed him. His head was where the, the doors closed. It had to be. I just don't know that there's enough space for him to simultaneously yeah. exist with the blast doors. That's what, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to like exactly. find where's the, where is the shot of that? Oh yeah, here we go. It's so odd. The way he's got he's like got his head as well, you'd think that um Yeah, he's just fucked. That's gonna try if if those doors yeah, can close He's dead. <laughs> oh, you know what? I need to get the shot. Yeah, see? He's dead. He's definitely dead. Look at how close the doors are to the other doors. There would There's need no to be space. a good 20 centimeters of space for that to for him to be alive. It's the width of his head. Do you think that maybe they the they filmed it in such a way that all of these characters could have died, but they committed to keeping them alive because they realized that they wanted them for season two? Yeah. Do we yeah. hang on? Do we actually see the doors <laughs> shut? <laughs> well. By the way, one of his horns yeah, is see, like in front shot. of the door. And yeah, the like if it manages to chop them. off those horns, that means his head is gone. 
his head has been sliced Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> He's just off smushed. It's been smushed. Not and sliced. not only his head, not only his head, but his torso, because your torso kind of sticks out a bit. Yeah, if you're standing up guy. straight. He's got, yeah. yeah, he's got a bit of yeah. a gut, so... That shot doesn't work. He's he's Whoa. sliced it off. Yeah. Yeah, that head should have popped like a grape. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah um... this is... Uh, mm, 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 no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so next up is Bill Burr just like, shows that he's actually really skilled. Um, oh, did he decide to do that this time? Yeah, he just decided it. Here we go, he goes, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Watch this, right, so one droid, I'm a, I'm a 3021. One droid has just realized that Bill Burr exists. It's like, whoa! Bill Burr, one shot to the head, and it's down. Like, guys, you made these things look partially threatening before, but if it's that easy, like, jeez. Why didn't he do that before? Yeah, the inconsistency of how protective the plating on droids and armor in general is not. Like, I, if they want to say that a headshot will destroy it, like, because it's got, it's weaker there for some inexplicable reason, for which is already its own problem, but if we grant that idiotic design flaw, then, like, why didn't they just shoot it all in the head before? Because um, they were aiming for the body, but they clearly missed in those other ones, which is weird. It's it's a really funny thing that while Satan fight is happening, um, there's I'm gonna cover it up so I don't know when it first happens. But basically, there's there's those are grunting and noises, obviously, and uh, there's a shot where alien girl can hear them grunting, like implication being that they're several meters away. She starts running toward the noise. We continue with the fight. And by the time the fight is over, which takes a while, by the way, she's just not caught up. She doesn't know where they are. It's like, how did you hear them? <laughs> what? <laughs> and you, you could argue, be like, no, maybe it's coming through his communication device. Like, she no, thought, he threw she, that away. Thought, uh, first, she thought it was an attack, and she ran, and then she realized, oh, no, they're just having very familiar relations. And they decide to leave them to it. it makes total sense. He's in the middle of yep, fight, and she's... He's thrown across the floor, and it's like, oh my god, will Mando make it? And then... Uh, oh, yeah, they're getting it on, so she'll leave it to him. But she hears it, and she's like, oh my god. But yeah, we don't see her again until Mando has his one-on-one uh, -on -one with her anyway. Um, well, I mean, we don't know how this horn guy mates, do we? So... <laughs> uh, I like that Mando manages to literally disappear while approaching Bill Burr. Yeah, it's like in between the flashes, he legitimately disappears. It's like, oh, it's so cool. It's like, nah, it's nonsense. <laughs> you can't actually do that. And um, I don't, know, I don't know what, why. Like, it's just, like, what, what could you possibly answer in terms of how that's even happening? Like, he's disappearing. Like, why not just have him walking towards him, and he's just less visible in the dark instead of having him legitimately disappear even when there's light like he physically isn't there anymore he disappears he harry potters himself away <laughs> uh okay um yeah zero just doesn't shoot the gun when aiming at yoda he like aims for a good few seconds and it's like why he's like a droid wouldn't he be pretty definitive about this 
Like, I'm yeah, hunting this baby, I'm going to shoot it. Instead, he aims his gun for a decent chunk of time. Because he's like, oh, I'm not sure about it yet. He's like, oh, what? what is... I just don't get any of this. What? Why? Why any of it? Is it just to make us go, oh my god, baby Yoda, don't die? That, that, like, yeah, it's hard to figure it out, but maybe it was just for the suspense to, like, someone protect baby Yoda. How does, no, um, maybe. I guess, I was watching that Bill Burr thing again with Disappearing Mando, man. How does Mando get the door to open if he's behind Bill Burr? I maybe put it on an auto-release uh, from the control room within one minute. He was like, set it to release in one minute to distract Bill Burr. Wow, and Bilber was right there in front of it when it yeah, man. lifted up. I mean, Mando's wow, incredibly that's... competent. You probably didn't know that. Wow. Uh, it, I didn't. Uh, wow. That's crazy. Good thing that door opened, I guess. Um, um, all right. And yeah, lucky Mando turned up when he did, because that was literally any longer and Baby Yoda be dead. Uh-oh. Yeah, Mando was really waiting for that dramatic Yeah, like time, literally though. a couple more seconds and it just... You know, it'd be the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. <laughs> I mean, you'd think I would have shot him burp, while he was burp. crawling up the ladder. Or something. Oh yeah, the, yeah I'm, I'm surprised that Zero that. didn't hear that. Or recognize that. He's a droid. You'd think he'd be like, oh, something's coming up. Yeah, my sensors are clearly Not to mention hearing up. the discussion between Mando and Purple Alien Man. You'd think. But no. Um... So, and then of course, Lucky the Republic don't turn up at any point until is preferable until to the plot. Which is way more than 10 minutes. <laughs> way more, yeah. Like I said, we see a montage of events and we, we're still like 18 minute clocking in, so it's just like, imagine how long it actually was. And that brings us to what is the most embarrassing moment of this whole episode, I would say. Um, so Mando's plan is to drop off the um, the tracker for the Republic into this outpost so that the Republic will go there instead. Which, in and of itself, if you understand it to simply mean that the Republic will come here, like, that could, you know... You don't exactly know what will happen. Like, I'm not making a character judgment, I guess. From Mando's perspective, that could mean a lot of things. It's like, that'll uh, that'll screw up their ability to maybe yeah, operate. Basically, basically, the cops are coming. The space cops Which are is coming. fine, cause, especially because they yeah. betrayed him. So it's like, okay, I'm fine with that. So they turn up, and now, bear in mind, they turn up, and seconds after, Mando is heading right for them. And they're like, whoa! You'd think the, the their justification for shooting anything is that it can attack them. That's what they say. They're launching an attack ship. So a ship with the ability to attack, I assume, is the, the requirement. Because Mando's got big old blasters on his. They don't mind him. They let him go. Yeah, they don't they're care like, about Whatever. him. They're fine. Um, don't worry about I mean, him. But the pacing, though, they don't have too much time to get their wings up But they ignore shoot. him. They, they pass they, each they other. They, they have to avoid him. Right, they're, he's flying yeah. into them, and they have to fly away, like dodge him. But they don't care yeah, about him. I'm, I'm just not gonna. They don't turn but, around. They don't try to hail the whole, ship. Like the they thing don't... is, the reality is, this scene could have worked better instantly if Mando's ship was behind theirs. That's all they needed to do. His ship was behind theirs when they came in, and then he escapes. But instead, they have to actually avoid him, and they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah. And um, they don't seem to care, and they instead conclude. So, let's get into the POV of the Republic right now. We have this prison ship out there, and it's alerted us that something's gone wrong. That's the only reason they ever alert that. And it's taken us now to this weird outpost. That's strange. Um, let's destroy it. <laughs> yeah. We I don't just... know who's on it. We don't know anything about 
Oh, they're launching a ship that has guns on it. Destroy the entire station. It's like, you have no idea why that's happening. Also, isn't your dude on there? The one who activated the signal? Yeah. Nothing makes sense in this scene. Um, it's insane. Yeah, I guess Mando is cool with all the people getting killed at that point. Yeah, including potentially, you know, innocents who were just passing through. It seemed to just be a, an outpost. It didn't seem to be, like, evil incorporated, the central HQ. It was just like, oh, wow. And someone said, I mean, he isn't shooting at them. Neither was the attack ship. They destroyed it yeah. anyway. I say quote-unquote attack ship. That's just how they describe it. They're like, it's, they're yeah, launching an attack ship. It's and, like, yeah, okay. And it's clear that the riders are trying to justify it with the launching of the attack ship. But guns on ships There's aren't no exactly uncommon that. in yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, guns aren't uncommon in Star Wars. They That's have right. guns on their that. ships. <laughs> Does yeah. that mean people should shoot well, them? I mean, why wouldn't, why wouldn't any ship in the Star Wars universe have guns on it? Considering how many dangerous things are out there, you'd be pretty foolish to buy a ship without guns. And I find it the intensely is... amusing that they sent three X-Wings when we could easily... Like, it seems like this outpost probably does have the ability to actually counter three X-Wings. Well, that could have actually helped save this scene if the gunship they launch actually fires on the X-Wing yeah. and then the, the space station starts to fire on them and then the, the X-Wings are forced to fight back and the X-Wings prevail, maybe yeah. by the skin of their teeth it might have to have to tough they fight. Actually, and then that no would have fixed it all. It's like, it wouldn't have fixed it all, that's the problem. They don't know anything about this space station. They, they, don't they shoot the, they shoot the shit out of the station on. before they can even shoot the attack yeah, I know, ship. I know. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I, but, if they, they actually got fired on by the space station and the ship that was launched, that would justify oh, the yeah. X-Wings blowing it up. That's um, my point. Well, what if their guy's on there? Guess he's dead. Yep. Sorry, mate. Sorry, you. Yeah, what, what they really <laughs> fucked up with is they only need to destroy the attack ship and then show them maybe docking. Or not even that. We can just assume it. But instead, they show us this wide shot they where they continue to shoot enough. the station. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, everyone else on that ship. All the welders... And just people yeah, walking around. I guess you're fucking dead no now. The, this... Thanks, thanks, <laughs> Republic. Yeah, that 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 little image right there that just subs up the stupidness you know of this finale. If, if Mando turns back, it's like, what? Yeah, he turns around and he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you psychos! And, and yeah, man, like, let's just put it this way. If this is all canon, like, I am not a fan of the New Republic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the sequels, I'm not a fan of the New Republic. Oh, yeah. yeah well, they're, they're, um, they're impotent in the new version. <laughs> like, that's their problem. Yeah. In this, they're malicious. Yeah. You might have one of our guys see you. Boom, 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 boom. Blowing them all up. It becomes Mandalorian's greatest kind of dark... So you know, failure. It's like, like, what was the worst thing you ever did? I accidentally got a space station destroyed by the Republic. <laughs> Innocent people would die. I, just I can't like the idea of Mandalorian waking up in a cold sweat with his helmet on naturally. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't know that would shoot. Um, on top of his lug. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's episode six. <laughs> 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 um, what are, so what do you i mean it's hard to remember because obviously we did the other episodes so long ago as in the EFAP episode but uh how does that rank for everybody in terms of the season that episode um, i would probably as it stands my ranking would be four still at the bottom uh then five five was really stupid 
I think it's worse. I think this is worse than five. I think this is worse than five. Yeah, I think it is. Especially with that that ending, man. That caps it off. That like five is bad, (laughs) but this is like every like every scene. It's almost it seems like there's just something that isn't right. Yeah, but I feel like that was the same thing that was happening with five. I feel like you guys might be forgetting how bad five was. He destroyed the fob because he memorized the location, despite the fact that fobs yeah, are yeah. I, I completely oh, right. agree oh, yeah. that it's bad. I completely well, I agree do. it's bad. Yeah. yeah, that's dumb. Wait, that was six. I can. No, that was five. Six. No, that was six. No, this. No, 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 no. This is six. That was five. Oh, sorry. I've I've loaded up oh, seven, so no. I'm reading it seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, wait! I, I made I, I made a mistake. I shouldn't admit to it. No, I was right. Least, it was you're that. You're a narcissist. You have NPQ or whatever it's called. <laughs> but at least with the fob, um, at least the the guy, the 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 junior bounty hunter guy breaking the fob. So I guess in his mind, established. Yeah, maybe. Now I'm not going to go to keep me. I'm not going that route. I'm literally just going to say, sure, it still doesn't match up to Six's flisms. There's so many, so many flisms for Six. Nothing's making sense. Their entire okay, plan is well, insane. Their motivations as characters are insane. The results are insane. They ruined the Republic by the end. Mando's an idiot throughout most <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, I guess if we, if we look at it like that, then it'll probably be four, then six, because I still think four is the worst one. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Four, then think six, seven then and eight are worse than six. Well, we're gonna find out. We'll uh, do this at the end of seven and well, eight as well. Eight, eight will be the interesting one. I'm not sure about seven, but eight. Um, yeah, eight's pretty bad. I'm sure. Yeah, eight, eight's bad. Eight's pretty fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll kick on. <laughs> so, All right, seven. Episode <laughs> seven. Uh, seven. So I guess we'll I'm, open I'm, with. I'm trying to see if um. You're gonna take oh yeah, if there's anything else you want to say about six, obviously. By wings, X wings ignore Razor Crest, destroy the station, even though they know the tracking beacons there. They don't know who's on the station. There are not external cannons on the station. They blow up the attack ship and then proceed to destroy the station. No questions asked. <laughs> anybody, anybody could have activated the beacon. Like, yeah, all right. Well, episode <laughs> seven, everybody, we're moving right along. Um, let me grab a, let me grab a drink, another drink. No problem. Uh, so. I figure we can open with, um, he's like, Mando, do do what I want you to do with with this, and we can call it even, from uh, Carl Weathers. I always found that to be a bit like, call it even? Why would Mando ever believe that that's how you feel with what he did? Yeah. He, like, destroyed the guild in your area. He nearly killed you. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, the um, bounty hunter guild, yeah. And so, like, what what I guess I'm putting forward is just, like, he, he does address that he can't really trust him in this episode, but it just blows my mind. And the whole reason is he's like, he's got no choice. And I'm just like, what was your plan up to this point, Mando? Like, Are we in seven? Are you starting seven? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. We're in a situation now where Mando is firmly established, yeah, I'm not escaping these bounty hunters, which is something we knew from the get-go. I don't know why that came up so late. And uh, Carl Weathers is like, I'm offering you this thing that is really hard to trust, considering what he did to Carl Weathers. But his motivation is like, well, I I got no other choice. And I'm, I'm as a viewer, I'm just like, what was your plan? Were you just like hoping you would survive, and that was it? Because you felt bad I about a baby. My first bullet point here is that Mando has no reason to trust Carl. He would still have to deal with that's Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. He would still have to deal with the Empire wanting Baby Yoda, even if this plan went perfectly smoothly. That's yeah, it's not yeah. I've got a point for that later. That's because they say that if they kill the imp, meaning uh, Werner Herzog, then it'll be over. And it's like, why would you think that? Yeah, like that's clearly not true at all. In fact, even after he dies, spoilers, 
that doesn't happen. Yeah, it literally doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, like that's a thing that but doesn't happen. I don't know why they've concluded that. It's like clearly it was just this old dude that wanted Baby Yoda. That was it. It's like no, no, that's not. I don't know. Which why is why I think that this season plotline as a quick fix should have been that he establishes immediately on episode three exit. He's like. First thing we got to sort out was this fob. We've got to get it deactivated, or at least get the signal away from Baby Yoda. How do we do that? And you can make yes. the missions relate to it. Like we need to go to this planet because there's a there's a black market bounty dealer that can, um, you know, muzzle the signal or something like that. Like cool. But and while he goes to that planet, he's got to do a job to get access to this thing. You know. It's weird that you would bring that up as the thing that they should do, like the insanely important thing that they should do that anybody would want to do. But they don't even mention getting rid of it, as if no. it's not even a thing that's possible in the universe. It's not even suggested. No, it's just, you're fucked. If, you, if you've been attached to Fob, the Fob's yep, been attached to you, done. you're done. You're finished. It's over. That doesn't have implications, I'm mm. sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they established that it's really hard to kill Werner Herzog. He gets fucking shot through a wall. <laughs> Oh wait, are yeah. we? No, I'm not. I'm not. They establish early on in the episode that he's really hard to kill, and I'm just skipping forward to how he dies, which is getting shot through a wall. But weren't they just saying that in the context that he has guards around him? Not that I he's going to so. be. Resistant. Well, what I'm trying to point out is that this guy shouldn't be that hard to kill. Though. No one's really that hard to kill in Star Wars, to be honest. Outside of maybe Jedi and Sith. Yeah, it's not the killing them; it's the getting away with it part. Yeah. I don't believe for a second that Mando would believe that uh, Carl Weathers' group of guild members couldn't have pulled this assassination off. Yeah, is there any? There's oh, yeah, no that's reason why true. he's uniquely difficult to kill. Yeah, I mean, he's, I he's hanging out in the diner, and if you just need <laughs> vacation, you yeah, can just... I was, I was about to say maybe he thinks the guild members are insanely incompetent, but then I remember who was guarding mm. Tog, and I was like, well, huh. <sighs> it's kind of like a special yeah. Olympics on this planet, honestly. <laughs> The Star Wars Special Olympics. So, just small nitpick, I guess. But uh, in the middle of like Kara's fight with other guy, she's like trying to stand away from him with her rope, and he's trying to pull on the rope to get her to come to him instead of just walking towards her. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't the... understand the uh, lightning rope and how much it would if like. Yeah, it's, it's just very to hard keep to keep them close so that they have to fight. I mean, there's some, there's some, it's like a cool little modifier for a fight, I guess. It's just this one moment where he's trying to pull on it to get her to come to him, and she's, like, resisting it to a degree. It's just like, why not just walk toward her? I don't understand. What's the point? It does seem like it would reserve a lot of energy to just take a few steps instead of trying to pull a large woman towards you who's actually resisting. Especially if he's pulled a decent, a small amount of it, sure, but a decent amount. If he let go of it while she's resisting, she would fall over, right? It's like, try that. I don't know. Yeah, but... Whatever, but the, it actually shortens as they get closer. It's weird, so it's hard oh. to know. Okay. Yeah, it's like a tether. Like maybe there's some pull there, but they're attracting each other. Um, it would be it'd be niftier if they were like magnets or something, you know. Where so this they, they were attracted to one another. I think it's either two or three references to having Kara hide her tattoos in this episode, and as. I think is one of the funniest ones is that she has a rebel tattoo on your eye that, or just under her eye that she doesn't hide at all. 
and they want to prevent the enemies from knowing that she's a part of a rebel shock trooper selection because that's what a tattoo in her arm would tell yeah, them. Yeah. So she, she covers up the weird nondescript ones in her arm, but the actual fucking tattoo... The icon of, of the, the rebel, rebel alliance. alliance on her face, they don't even mention. I think I, that's that's so bad that I think that must be like an oversight of the people who made the that's, show. I because forgot it's that she so had it, bad. Yeah. And then you wonder how did they forget it's on her face. And also, they had to do the makeup that day. You know, yeah, like, that's makeup. They had to so apply it. Did that. Like, oh, maybe maybe give her a mask or something. Well, maybe just, they were maybe they were just thinking that one is an identifier of someone who likes the uh, you know Rebel Alliance or the support. Well, the one to the fix other one this. actually. To fix this, you have you have a stormtrooper right. go. Is that a rebel symbol? And then she would have to have some kind of excuse, like. Oh, it's uh, ironic. Like, yeah, it's a reminder <laughs> for me of how much I hate them that I would tattoo them. That I put this is on know, my like face. Who, well, it's like the people who tattoo, you know, fuck Trump on their on their arm. It's just like, yeah, I guess you know. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm even sure then, there's the word. But even then, there's the this would be like the word Trump on your arm without the fuck. Yeah, on yeah. It. So before we get before work. before we even get that far, I'm just interested. Like, when was the practice of tattooing someone's rank happen or come about? Like, I thought that was just something you would wear on your uniform, not a tattoo that's permanently imprinted yeah. on your skin. She was really like, into the club. Really, into I mean, it, that's yeah. that. That's a that's a bit of an odd way. Is of it, her wait, is it? Them. Do we know it's the rank, or is it just like a? Is it some symbol of support that we don't well, know? It's, no, it's they can the literally identify her as a dropper. Like uh, no, that identifies her as a type of troop, a dropper specifically. Mm. But um, people get tattoos like a, of like Marine Corps and stuff, on, and that's not. Like it doesn't seem like thing. that though. I, that actually looks like it's a barcode almost. Like, it looks what? like no. The, I, I think the tattoo on her eye is just the rebel symbol, and I think the tattoo on her arm. I'm not sure about that one. Well, that's, yeah, it's, it's her arm that identifies her as a drop. That's what yeah. That's... Oh right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. My bad. Um... You would think if that is a rank insignia itself, that is insanely stupid to have that be a permanent tattoo. That's on kind somebody. of a bad idea in general. Because what if you promote them? It's like, oh, got to get a new no, tattoo. You, bar, you start off with one, and then you just keep going all the way around <laughs> well, until yes. you're the it, fucking the thing president. Is, we actually don't know if it's a ranking signia. Yeah, that no. was just me kind of. But it is an identifier yeah. of what type of troop she was. So well, what, if she, what if she became a different a, type uh... of trooper? Like, yeah, it's oh, a shock yeah. troop. It's the like, I think it's the equivalent of somebody who gets the a Marines tattoo or a Rangers tattoo or an Air Force tattoo right. on their arm, where it's not specifically their rank, but they're just yeah. Really I'm fine. I'm fine with it existing. Yeah. I just think it's funny yeah. that she didn't hide the it's eye just, tattoo. Yeah, it's weird that she got, like, cover that up. Maybe but just not get the an other eye one. patch, you know? Wrap yeah, something why would they draw attention? You have an injury. Yeah, because we don't know as an audience that that means she's a rebel drop trooper or whatever. So they didn't even need to draw attention to it. Yeah, but could have they been do, a cool and so now tattoo. that just makes the eye thing doubly odd. Well, yeah, we, pro we probably wouldn't even be mentioning the eye. Th well, we might have actually. Yeah. Did they not have tattoo removal technology in Star Wars? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, it's called a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, hold still. <laughs> I think I think it's amusing. Like, uh, by the way, yeah, I don't really, I don't really care about this because I just don't care about her. But I don't believe that she would actually go along with this mission. If you remember, she wants to stay on that planet and she wants Mando to leave it because she doesn't want to be found by anybody and she's got a decent like way of making money there. And he's like, here's a mission that's going to take you directly into the heart of the Empire, uh, as well as other bounty hunters. And she's on the run from several people. She said, like in terms of noticing. And yeah, he'll pay her for it. It's like, yeah. 
She could go well, and pursue it, work if she it, wanted to, right? Like this is. She's got money. She can win. Bar hang on. She was all against. Like, she was all against him until he told her that it was against um former Imperials, and then she says she's in. <sighs> so that is, that's implying that she has a really big hatred for the Imperials, and that she'll be yeah. But on I feel like fighting him. I feel like if that's how much she hates them, why isn't she already proactively doing that? Yeah. I mean, good question. But I'm just saying they could have justified it, be like. With her being willing to risk her, you know, getting caught to fight Imperials and stuff. Yeah, if she would have said something is, like, I know I used to be a soldier and I thought I'd like the quiet, quiet life, but there's still a lot of fight and spark in me. And I, I feel like I could still do so much more than just hanging out here fighting thugs in bars. They could have done something, but... Uh, Alright, I guess this is what it is. Um, The ship starts to, yeah. like panic them because it's all like blizzing and they find out that baby yoda is just fucking with the controls yeah, um, good job, guys. once again just clocking it in for mando being so incompetent it drives me nuts like whoops i left my baby in the cockpit <laughs> like, dude who has been reaching for controls throughout the series and stuff yeah and this so. is not the first time he's done this, this. but Baby Yoda's very cute. True, <laughs> true. Sorry, for it's okay. impossible to criticize. It. it was yeah. a cute. Baby Yoda's doing something cute. There go. <laughs> Not a problem at all. You know, it makes people happy. Um. All right. So, again, because I don't have as many issues with seven as I do with eight, so I'm kind of like no. going through. Yeah, it pretty eight quick. is the one that has some. Oh, so, gosh, yeah, we, we got to then... power through seven so we can really dedicate some time to eight. Kara takes uh, issue with Quail oh. for being, or Quill, whatever. For, what, what did we find out his name was? I always forget. Quill? Quill. Uh, Quill? Wasn't it Quill? Quill. Quill Spelt think. how? I'm calling him I'm calling him Quill because he's like a little... Uh, I'm not sure. You might want to consult Wikipedia. Fuck it, I'm that. going with Quill. So she takes issue with Quill for being a slave to the Empire when she literally admitted to being a person who can't go back to the Republic because of what she's done since her time being a, a shock trooper that would earn her a life she, sentence. She... Well, no, no, the sh that no, she was a shock trooper for the resistance. I thought she had done things afterwards uh, that she says well, specifically well, would earn her several life sentences. Yeah, so yeah, that's that what I'm referencing. I'm, I'm saying yeah, she's yeah, like I mean, this guy, this slave has done things that are potentially she didn't even know potentially morally reprehensible while being a slave, despite being a person who's on the run from the good guys because of what she's done. She's like taking the moral high ground with him. Stupid. It's like okay, he's. Yeah. <sighs> He was a slave. How are you taking the moral Sorry, high it really, on a like, man who was she, forced to work? She for bugs the, the hell out of me in that scene. Yeah, but she was forced to commit all those horrible crimes. Uh, Maybe yeah, like he had no choice. Yeah, and you but don't she's even know just that a he criminal. did anything bad. For all she knows, he just did some manual labor. Yeah, and that's it. Well, he he says she like he managed person. to earn his freedom by building things with his hands, and this is like yeah. Yeah, well, you probably did evil stuff. <laughs> it's like, okay. Unlike like, me, you who have done things that are worth multiple life sentences in the Republic. Done evil things. Yeah. I'm hiding <laughs> on this planet from the law. Um, we got this weird extended montage of Quill finding and fixing the droid and teaching it how to be humane or something. Yes. And, uh, I don't know what to make of any of this. Muscle, robots have muscle memory. Robots need to be taught how to walk and all that. 
yeah. machine However, you know? it, well, no, yeah, so there's the like I don't have too much of an issue with the scene, but it does have contradictive elements to it that well, it's, it's the robot weird, seems like... to have maintained all its training in regards to combat. Like it's it becomes yes, it good shot to... and it that's and, a good point. Know, we need to oh that's in my notes, Franny. Yeah, it's in yeah, my yeah, notes. But it can can't even walk and yet yeah, it could do all yeah. the things it could do in this episode and the next, but it can't pick up a cup. It can't walk we'll properly or pick up everything. a cup properly. Unless, unless Quill put it through, like, army seals <laughs> level training well, listen, and stuff. No, no, it's, like, it's all about programming. It can't walk. But if it has to walk towards someone it has to kill, man, it is it's gone. Yeah. It knows exactly how to do that. But walking for peaceful purposes? No. Can't do it. Picking up a cup. Um, God. Uh, let's see. Oh, Mando has the floating basket again. He just has one. Yeah. Um, it, I don't really care about that because they could have just been holding him, right? But it's just like, oh, you have that? Oh. Just hang on. It. Floating Hang on. Floating basket. You're talking about the, the floating pram when, thing? When they turn the up to uh, Quill, they just have it. And it's like, wow, this whole season, that would have been really useful. They just have a floating thing for Baby Yoda. No, I thought he lost it because Quill looks. Lose it. I thought it looked like Quill rebuilt it when they're on the ship. He yeah, he said, does. Can you? He does from yeah. from their new one, but they bring their new one with them. Okay, okay. It's really weird because it was always a good little. I actually like that in episode two, right? You get Mando can remotely lock it down and push it away and pull it forward. It's a pretty good little defensive system yeah. for Baby Yoda, and it makes it so he can't wander off. They lose it, and by the time we hit what episode four, because it's it's episode three that it's lost. And then, for the rest of time, he's just letting Baby Yoda wander around. And it's like, damn, if you had kept that thing, we would have a lot of reason to believe that Baby Yoda would be safe. And then he just has one in this episode. It's like, oh. Okay. Listen, every every bounty hunter keeps with them a portable crib. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He could have picked it up when he hired Cara Dune or thing on him, just mm -hmm. on that planet. Like, mm -hmm. I need some hovery thing to take Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. no, so, the, the appearance of it, I don't have an issue with. And just I'm more commenting on their missed opportunities to make other problems go away by having that thing throughout, you know. In other episodes, you mean? Yeah. 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 So mm. Quill says that IG has a personality, but like robots aren't good or bad. And I this really goes into this weird dis. We saw this in Solo, the movie. Yeah, got Solo I'm his... not. I'm not against these themes being explored, but in Star Wars, they've always played yeah, it they... loose. Yeah, they, they need consistent canon to actually determine if these are sentient beings or mimicking sentience think, through programming. That the, needs to be established and known fully because there's a lot of yeah. weird crap. Well, going, I think like, the, the thing is, right, the, the problem is I actually think these themes are awesome. Like, I personally find uh, this entire subject very interesting. But Star Wars has always played loose on purpose because you don't want to open Pandora's box on this one. This is a big existential question about like the nature of consciousness, and this show keeps flip flopping on what it actually. Yeah, well, no, no, see, like... well, this is this is the thing, right? Even if they had the technology to create sentient robots, to have a servant droid, you would never want to have it give it the uh, the programming to be sentient if you're going to yeah, use it as a slave. You would never even put, exactly. yeah, you would never even push it that far, Ooh, and so just out of a functional. You know? pragmatic perspective that no yeah. manufacturer would ever give a robot that level of self-awareness. No, not, not unless it was something that was just the natural byproduct of artificial intelligence. But again, yeah. you just get rid of that. You just be but like, no, nah, simple you, programming. But even if you say that 
like the robot's consciousness is an emergent property of sufficiently mm -hmm. advanced programming, you would never program a robot to be that advanced. No, and they would suppress it. And yeah. I think you could you could easily make a robot um, mimic like self-awareness, but not be truly self-aware. And we yeah, see it in yeah, computer okay. games with NPCs yeah. already where you can interact and you can even give them personalities like C-3PO and them not be self-aware still, not actually be truly sentient. And, and that would be consistent. That would be logical, especially from a manufacturing standpoint that you're using these robots as a servant class. No one would make them self-aware and fully sentient. Mm. And to try and shoehorn that they are is just like, no, no, that's dumb. Well, I assume all the only reason they do all of this is to make its death sad. Yeah. That's it. And yeah, yet they and, but that, but yeah. that doesn't even work because Mando Mando lets him see his face, at which he, he justifies as well, he's not alive, so it doesn't matter. But yet he's sad when he's dead because he considers him a person. You so it's it's yeah it's it's ways. weird not to mention the line from Quill where he's like the robot I found it broken destroyed devoid of life. <laughs> it's like wait a minute yeah. wait a minute what do you mean by I that? Just on Fringy's point, I think people can become attached to things that aren't fully you know sure, alive, but and they can be is, sorry that it gets broken yeah, like some kid's favorite yesterday. toy. What I what I mean oh, is yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I'm just generally yeah, you, you couldn't can. have it yeah. yet that someone is What I'm saying is it's it's his workaround. His workaround is that he allows the robot to heal him because it's not alive, but he's sad when he dies. You can't you gotta you gotta commit to one or the other. You can't do yeah. both. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I agree with that. Um we'll come to that as well. We'll probably talk more yeah. about the whole Ah, uh, this show. It could have been so good. Um, um so in, in my notes, my next point is that while they're on the ship, uh, I have it, it is unfortunate that Baby Yoda doesn't kill Kara. True, true. <laughs> I, uh, it actually really annoys me that Baby Yoda does force choke. It's like, all right, being able to move things seems like a more basic use of the force. Force yeah. choke is a very specific kind of, Wait. and usually associated, uh, I was going to say associated heal? with dark power, but Luke does it. I'm annoyed, even more annoyed with healing. Okay, good, yeah. good, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry, don't worry, I will get to healing. But also, even this point, I felt was too far with Baby Yoda. Stretch, yeah, yeah it's it's like, how, come, how come Baby Yoda didn't force choke the Mudhorn? You, you know, the only choke... way this could be described, if Baby Yoda is far more mature than he lets on and has actually had some training in the Force, like, but is a secret Why would force choke the Mudhorn, then? Well, that's a good point as well. And like, also, how, why wouldn't how could he? How because this is the part where it also falls apart. Because if Baby Yoda was actually mature and self-aware, he would know just by context that Kara Dude is not an enemy. And well, so he would have defended it's a very infant from zero. Yeah, it's a very infantile thing to assume that they're fighting when they're having an arm wrestle, and so that actually is a thing that kind of breaks my theory that Baby Yoda actually is underdeveloped. He, he also ready. doesn't heal Mando when Mando's near death. Mm -hmm. Instead, yep. he's just like, "Well, I'm out. <laughs> Good luck, uh, Manta." He, he didn't didn't he over force already oh, in stopping? The yeah, fight? he he used the. Yeah, oh, was he knocked out? That? Oh, that's even stupider though. We'll yeah, have to talk about was. that too. We'll get there. We'll get there. But Hooray. as to healing, um, I wasn't. I, yeah, I couldn't. Remember also, that was already that was still after Mando was wounded. By the way. Yes. Oh yeah. Was, good so... point as well. Yeah. Good point. And um, also, it doesn't even make sense that... Not, well, oh, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, like, I just really want to stress, really unfortunate. Uh, Mando prevented Baby Yoda from finishing the job. Uh, it's a plot point that we're all going to have to... Biggest flaw with the whole show. <laughs> I don't hate her either. I don't really mind her. I find her annoying. I don't hate her. 
Uh, there's this thing. Baby Yoda found out about choking uh, from the previous episode where Mando tried to choke Demon Man. It's another <laughs> example of bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So, yeah, next I've got is uh, how come Mando doesn't know about the Force? And Yeah, that's yeah, my notes too. That, the that, Force that, is annoying. for some reason still mystic and legendary. Yeah, like, and he definitely someone knows. killed the Emperor, really? Who? <laughs> like, mm. that's as far as Man, those, uh, How did he kill him? remember those clones being led by those generals? What generals? Um, well. <laughs> remember that organization that worked with the Republic for tens of thousands of years? I guess Palpatine what? erased them from history and memory. Have you heard about this uh, new, you know, school that is teaching people about some magic? I think it's. Because you, like, assume Luke is already setting up a Jedi training thing somewhere. Why would he? He's incompetent and cowardly. Uh, of course. <laughs> but even even in canon, like, ugh, Bad not real canon of the um, uh, uh, sequel trilogy, Luke has opened a school at some point and mm -hmm. is training Je young Jedi. So this is the fact that it's a mystery and no one knows about it is baffling. Yeah, uh, we kind of touched on it before with the whole Clone Wars thing. It's just it's just a consistently annoying aspect because like you'd feel like he'd probably know more than most people. Maybe um, I don't get why Carl Weathers had them meet them on the outskirts of the place. I thought that was just because of the Imperial presence in the city that they might. But yeah. it's all a ruse, though. But why? Do you know what I mean? He'd be yeah, like, "Hey, land he pretty close." He initially planned yeah. on uh, attacking. So yeah, why park so far away from where you need to go to the point where they have to travel for two full days or at least a day did, and a half? Did they know. have to walk? I think they showed up and they had it was just Carl Weathers and his two bodyguards. So yeah, they didn't they have, have any vehicles. They, they apparently uh, walked here. They just walk for two I, days. That would suck. It's a, like, well, yeah. I can tell you why. I, I, I can tell you why it happened is because we need to have that nighttime scene where the Carl Weathers gets oh, convinced. That annoyed me. That bloody well, do you know what I mean? Though, like, you think like this is a weird thing for Carl to do. Why would he do it? And it's like, well, they need another thing to happen, so it has to be this way. And you're like, Ugh. yeah, he ain't no Apollo anymore. I don't know if he could walk through <laughs> wilderness. It, the 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 scorched earth for two days and nights. I have the tiger. I have the tiger. Sorry, um, thinking of Rocky now. But, <laughs> yeah, but my next point is about the attack uh, the, when they're attacked by the. Space is your vehicles. is your objection that they can't hit crap when yeah, they're getting attacked? I find and it funny that like, it's a she surprise. has a rapid fire blaster thing. She has a and, light machine gun, basically. and they're close. They're they're right really there. close. And the the bullets that the blaster she's actually firing lights up her target, and so they argue <laughs> that she can't see what she's firing. I was like, they can't hit the broadside of a barn in that scene. I was it was legitimately annoying me. It's like, come off it. Yeah, it is annoying. Yeah, Mando has the most luck with his flamethrower, which, by the way, when you try and fire a flamethrower at, at a flying object that's going away from you, it's like you're probably not going to hit it much. And yet, they show a shot where it's like on fire as a result of him having done it. It's like, oh, wow, that was effective compared to wow. all those other weapons. That is shocking. Also, the wingspan of these things wouldn't have the lift to lift one of those blurg things. No way it could lift one of them, no. No way. Nitpick thing right there. And, um, yeah, just it just bugs me that this was a huge surprise. Like, do you not know about this, uh, Carl Weathers? This is, like, your place of business. Like, do you not know about the wildlife and to any degree? Who's like, out there attracted to campfires at night. Like, yeah, damn. And, uh, you know, lucky this all happened as well, because, uh... It turns him on his own team because he can't he can't be going. Oh well, I guess this brings up to, to brings us to Yoda healing. So 
Horse healing, uh, baby Yoda does horse healing. The, what was this? A day before uh, the rise of Skywalker. Came uh, out? Yeah, very yes, cleverly done, guys. We I can tell. Stand. Good job. Uh, this might be. We established it, dude. I'm almost yeah, convinced the that the release yeah. time was actually ordered that specific way. They were like, "Get it, so this episode comes out right before, so that people will believe Ray doing it in the movie." Oh, I, <laughs> this might be the thing that annoys me most out of the whole. Is the baby Yoda healing part? I think. It's frustrating that he would even know how to do this. Yeah, there are a lot of... Oh, and this doesn't knock him out, by the way, this one. Doesn't it? I, d I don't think it does. I think he oh, just... I thought there. he got six I, I think from... he, he does sort of fall oh. over, I think. Yeah. Oh, we'll pull it up. Let's Let see. Check. Pretty sure. All right. Pretty sure. So yeah, yeah, I might be wrong is... on that one. Baby O's walking up. He's waddling up. Oh, Carl's got no, his... Sorry, you don't need to do a commentary because they can already see it, Rags. Because I'm, I'm, I'm better than you. I put it on no. screen. Yeah, but mine is in higher resolution. I doubt it. I think that you would be mistaken. Yeah, he does fall over. Oh, okay. Poor baby. Oh, God. Jeez. You, know <laughs> you know when you can... VLC can get all glitchy sometimes? I've, I've got a pause yeah. that, uh... <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, really. You healed his arm, but at what oh, What's going on? <laughs> What's happening, Carl? Stay with me. Oh, jeez. Carl, I'm so sorry. So, yeah, I, they don't show any more of him that night. He's in the crib, I'm guessing. Do they cut away to where he's, like, passed out or something? Yeah, he, he just... And also... What's weird, too, is that in the scene right after he's healed, they're walking through the barren landscape, and Carl Weathers is talking to his two bounty hunter guys. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, it's weird that you would... Why not just tell them to not kill... Yeah, they're Mando part of the there. guild, aren't they? You're part of the guild. Like, they're on your side. Why did you not just say, you know what? This guy saved my life. We're gonna. Do you think we're gonna let him go? Because interestingly, he's pointing to his healed arm as if to, yeah. as if he's trying to convince them that this means a lot to him, and that what what if the what if the I'm gonna pretend for a second that this show isn't terrible. So what if he what if we're supposed to infer that he's trying to argue that they should work with them instead of against them, and that conversation didn't go the way he wanted, and so he killed them. Well, he's their boss anyway. I mean, I'm I'm like saying leads, I don't think that's the case anyway. Yeah, he he leads all of the guild. That he pays them. Like they're already getting paid by him for this job. Or at the very says, least, he's right. he's the manner in which they get the opportunities to get paid, right? Well, even here, he would say like he would have to pay them for this job. Oh yeah, he provides the money, doesn't he? Yeah, so he'd be like, if he says, "All right, guys, don't kill bounty hunter. This, <laughs> don't kill this Mandalorian guy." They're probably like, "Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, thank right. goodness. Yeah. Oh man, because all I've got are these blasters." Oh, oh man, by the thank way, you so much, Carl. Um, not that I don't already have a problem with how force healing just works mechanically, but how does he pull out the poison exactly? How does that work with Yoda? Healing just removes it. He it's force just, sucks it, it out. It, like I wonder if it just it just generally heals your body to the point of, like you know, like it gets rid of any scars. It also gets rid of any kind of like imperfections because that's just it just returns your body to a neutral state or something. It's just like oh neat. Hey, my eyes were... I did have 20-20 vision. I do now. Neat. <laughs> Thanks, baby Yoda. Hey. There you go. Um, so this scene's ridiculous. Uh, I have lots of issues with it that are, like, different mechanical, but... You're Carl Weathers, and you've decided you have to kill your own men. 
And so I've got a screenshot here that sums up exactly what we're looking at in terms of yeah. chess pieces on a board. So if you're Carl, wouldn't you think to yourself, like, I need to get behind my men so I can shoot them without risk of them shooting me. And I need to be in a position <laughs> where I don't immediately threaten the two people that I want to be on the team of. Right. Yeah. Instead, he positions himself in what I would call the, the worst, worst possible, possible way. <laughs> position. Yeah. And it, it results... Look, uh, so this is the really interesting part. They're about to pull guns on Mando and Kara. They already have. Well, in my screenshot, yeah. they have, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even in your screenshot, he's pulled. So, that's interesting to me. That means that they were always planning to kill them before they even got to the uh, the exchange, right? I guess, yeah. So yeah, what the yeah, hell were they waiting all... for? Why didn't they know, kill they them want, when they were sleeping? They wanted them to take, <laughs> like, baby Why did they carried, so... Like the they're, also they're again on the horizon for the city. Hey Mando, hey super competent veteran bounty hunter who's careful about everything. Why are you cool with two people you barely trust being you behind you? Behind your back, yeah. It, it infuriates me. He's just—he's so lame. <laughs> and again, why didn't they kill him while they were asleep? Yep, that too. Uh, but they decide now is the time, and luckily for them, fucking Carl Tids on him shoots them both, and it blows my mind that Kara and Mando don't immediately on reflex just shoot the you shit out of Carl. Yeah, yeah. It's like, because they don't know that when those blasters missed them, that they hit the guys behind them. No. And they could have easily assumed that he just missed them when trying to fire on them. And so... I like... Look, uh, at that. Look, look at the way that they're aiming their guns, by the way. There is no fucking way that Mando and Kara are both aiming at him. There's no way. There's no <laughs> position that he could exist <laughs> that's possible. She's, she, she's aiming upwards somewhere. Like Mando, yeah, Mando, Mando's probably him. aiming at him, but Kara isn't. <laughs> Kara's like, oh, there could be another pterodactyl behind you. I'm ready this time. So yeah, uh, they were really lucky they didn't just immediately... Like, he still had this... It's dumb. It's all so dumb. Um, okay. So yeah, this is where he says, they won't stop coming if the imp lives, referring to Vern Herzog. I don't know why this is something they think. Wait, also, there's one of those little details of if you are the actress who ever plays Kara, I don't know, but would this be a scenario where your eyes are closed? Is she just blinking, or? I don't think so. Yeah. She just. I think she's blinking. It's just a weird. It's it's one of those instinct. I guess she was in acting. I don't know, but it's just. Uh, uh. Um. Next up, I've got is the. Part, so there's a lot to their plan that I have criticisms for. First and foremost, get Quill and the baby to the ship, enter lockdown mode, because, and he says, nothing on this planet can breach those doors. I refuse to believe that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that w could have been just hyperbole. It was just exaggerating. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we talked about lockdown in the previous episode. I think... Yeah, could kind of justify, but it's nothing explained in the series to just like. But it, like, it you need presents an issue now for episode two, where we didn't have one before. It's like, wait, why didn't you put it on lockdown in episode two? It's like, mm. well, yeah, exactly. There, there are issues. I mean, and you can try justify by saying, you know, did he know there were Jawas on the planet and that had need to be protected? Because, but, anyway, but there's no need to get into it again because we already discussed it. Um. So their plan is, we're going to put him in, in like under fake restraints. We're going to walk in with her because we're going to say that Kara is the one that got him. And we're going to say that she submitted to uh, Carl for the bounty. 
and that they're all going to go in and shoot the crap out of the imp and his men, killing him, releasing them from uh, the bounty hunting that is for Baby Yoda, winning the day. That is the plan. So it's like, first and foremost, why in the world would they not ask to look at Baby Yoda at any of the several checkpoints coming toward it? They pretend oh, they're not going to actually was... bring Baby Yoda. Oh, I was going to go even sooner than that. Why do they think that killing this one Imperial guy, Werner, would well, be later make than the that. problems with the Empire go away? Well, they say repeatedly that if you kill the uh, the head, the um, the uh, stormtroopers just scatter because they don't have, you know. Yeah, but that they're still gonna come and look for him. He still has well, a why, why, No, the question is, why do they him. think that the imp is the top of the chain? Yeah. Well, if he's been the head honcho in the town, they might. There's no reason to believe that there is a. That would give me reason to believe he's not. The fact that he's even yeah, there. Really? I don't know. Like, From the I'll... early episodes, it seemed like he was very much was... on his own, and this was a small pocket that he was maintaining. Um, and so that one I don't have the issue with. My issue is, there, is that there are much easier issue. ways to kill him than uh, putting yourself in a vulnerable position right at, at, at him. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't have contacts with other stormtroopers. And even if you didn't, even if you didn't know, even if you thought, oh, maybe, maybe not, like, what an insane risk this is to take on hoping that this will end the Imperials caring about Baby Yoda anymore. Yeah. And obviously they will still care and they'll want him back and they will come and get you now. If anything, this will increase their search for you. Well, they just, uh, yeah, because this is the problem. They assume by killing the imp, everything's over. And it's just like, why? Which is, eh. Anyway, um, they don't wait for Quill to get to the ship to confirm that he's back there and safe before engaging the plan for some reason. They think that they should just go right ahead while he's going back. I'm just like basic safety and precautionary things. Yeah. Hopefully that won't have any negative. Yeah, hopefully that won't end badly. Let's just assume it doesn't. For now. Um, so, the, yeah, they just assume at every position along the way to the, the target that no one's going to ask to look at Baby Yoda for clarification. Confirmation, even. They're just like, nah, they won't. It'll be fine. And it's like, oh. Okay. That'll, like, destroy your entire plan, but okay. Uh, nobody questions the fact yeah, that they let... Nobody questions the fact that they let Mando keep his helmet, his gauntlets, his armor, his bandolier, none of it. They're just yeah. like, yeah, that's all fine. Like, oh, I know there's a flamethrower attached to your And they even highlight it. <laughs> they even highlight it. He's like, I want that helmet, I'll pay you 20 credits. Which, first of all, 20 credits for something that... <laughs> there's something that's made out of Beskar steel, steel that has built-in heads-up displays and extra magic vision and stuff for 20 credits. Come on, what are, they, what are they paying you, man? Um, <laughs> but the fact they let him keep it on is insane. Like, obviously, they will have taken his armor yeah. off if they're. That, that's ridiculous that they don't. It's an. If I was Werner Herzog, once they open that door, and I'm like, why the fuck is he still in his battle armor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does he still have his rocket thing and his fire yeah. flamethrower? Yeah, like, this man armed. is armed. Yeah, he's like, still on. Down at this table and fucking flamethrower me yeah. from across and the table. Like, you know, it's not like he's got one of those old timey things where the shackles are attached to his legs and his arms. He's his arms are fully movable. He can just move them up and shoot the rocket and flamethrower. <laughs> this is insanely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when a Herzog describes it as he's like. It's amazing what Mandalorian artisans can do in forging Beskar. And it's like, oh, so this is... What he's got on him is evidence of a Mandalorian smith doing it. He literally, like, got the items in that town in Episode 3, disappeared for, like, an hour, and then came out with the full suit. And it's just like, uh... 
I think there are Mandalorians in this area. <laughs> like just that's just my assumption. I feel as if you might have an armor vendor somewhere in this town. And let me just say, you did that accent really well. You have a talent for accents. Like, it's very impressive. Why? That's very kind of you. Um, oh, just you know, you, you do the American one on your on your. <laughs> Welsh you can do the Welsh one really well, and yeah. you do Kylo Ren really well. <laughs> I say like three <laughs> words with him every time. <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> <that's> great. <laughs> um, so I don't mean to jump ahead. Just tell me if there's anything else you guys are thinking about. But uh, I want to go now to the conversation with Werner Herzog at the table. Yeah, I, um, I can keep going. Yeah, there, it, it's weird that their plan does not account for him asking to see the baby. Okay, just before that, right, he should be pissed at Mandalorian. He's caused him loads of trouble oh, yeah. after paying him, and he's brandishing his payment in front of him. Like, hey, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cool. Yeah. And the dude is so kind and, and, and easygoing. He's like, why did you guys resist the Empire? The Empire's really good. It makes everything better. <laughs> It's like, Vader hits up, so what are you great. doing? I love him. Like, why are you appealing to him like this? Get on with it. It blows my mind that he's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a speech about how the Empire's pretty cool right now when you've got the baby right there, and that's been your only goal for this entire season. And you're just like, yeah, I was just going to chat with you about the Empire for a bit, if that's cool. Yeah. And, and then when he insists to see the baby, and he really insists, he conveniently gets a call. Well, okay, that's again, winding back to now what Rag said, so this to me is parody levels, where he's like, I want to seize the baby. And he's like, Are you sleeping? Like, what? <laughs> I doesn't care. I was going to harvest his. It gets better, though. It gets better. Because when a hit sock says, We will be quiet. We will be quiet. I would not want to. We babies that I was going to harvest organs from. Yeah, I didn't care if it lived or died, but I don't want to disturb its sleep. It's like, What? I mean, what do you I have, I have a line I do not wish to cross. <laughs> yeah, it's just. And then, yeah, their their plan is killing about to fall. Babies is fine, but it's waking fine. them up is not is is too much. Everything is about to fall apart. It's all about to be over because they're requesting to see the baby, which is something they should have accounted for, but they did. They're just like <gasps> phone call. Oh, phone call! Thank God. Lucky that phone call. Oh. And so normally we would be like, all right, let's judge the convenience of this phone call. Who is it, and why are they calling? It's a literal call from his boss to tell him the baby isn't in the room and that he's a, he's about to kill him. Well, also, um, just uh, this uh, thing, right? Um, uh, the uh, the old guy, he actually says the name of who's calling, like, like aloud. And in the next episode, they're like, who is this guy? And then Mando's like, it must be him. I was like, you heard the guy say the name on the call. <laughs> I didn't even like, catch that, Shad. Nice you didn't one. catch that? Yeah, he actually says, hello, so-and-so. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, yeah. And then, they're, they're, then they don't know who he is in the next episode. Nice. I'm gonna um, write that in my notes. Yeah, this this oh, whole aspect. <laughs> this whole aspect is I'd say Moff Gideon and the call in this assault is absolute nonsense. <laughs> yes, it Why is. Why did Moff Gideon interrupt Imperial Guy from checking the baby to tell him to check the baby? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he kill all of his own men? Why is this? Or happening? even worse, if Moff Gideon wants Baby Yoda so much, he's just gonna shoot randomly into the you know diner where the baby is, risking killing the baby in the process. Oh, there's a lot to of kill that. everyone else. It's like, oh, yeah, like, like this I part, we wanted him listen, alive. If you like this show and you defend this part, you're insane. Oh. This is nuts. It is. 
Because it gets this worse. This is absurd. This is the yeah. thing. This is the good half of the finale. <laughs> yeah, this is the better half. No, there's, there's, all... part that, no, there's a part next to me arguing about that. So. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, so, I guess... Um, as the troopers so, start to arrive, one by one by one by one by one, our heroes just stand in awe. They don't do anything, even though they're all obviously going to try and kill them. <coughs> uh, we'll get to the point of killing Winner Hitzog. We'll get to that next episode, because they make it clear for us. They give us a nice reason for it, and we'll, we'll discuss that. But yeah, it's just fascinating to me that, that Mando, Kara, and Carl, they're all watching the stormtroopers pour in, and they just do nothing. And it's like... Hey, Mando, why don't you try shooting them from cover as they're all- Look at this shot! They're lined up like bowling pins, and he's <laughs> he's behind cover, and he's a good shot, and he just doesn't well, seem to give a shit. Selectively, yeah. yeah. You might as well just take the shot, you know? <laughs> And we know their armor can't protect them, they are standing right there. They have cover, they don't. Like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, that's really I, stupid. Mm, really uh, dumb. Really dumb. Doo-doo-doo. Yeah, so um, he decides to... You know what, Mando's just as stupid as Moff Gideon. He decides to call Quill oh. to tell him to get to inside the ship, where that's all Quill was doing anyway. Yeah, this this is annoying, because it is actually Mandalorian calling Quill that the speed, you know, bikers are able to find out where Quill is. They actually hear the conversation Which makes over no the radio. sense to me. I figured they would be on different frequencies. Like, I know, I was like, exactly. You'd think it'd be encoded on different frequencies, but no, the speed is actually hear the call, and so it's actually Mandalorian causes Quill's death. Yeah, and that is, that is not... Uh, Quill's death actually really bothers me, because he's probably the one character I actually like. <laughs> At the end of all of this. <laughs> Outside of Baby Yoda. Uh, and so, not only is... Quill shot in the back as he's running away. Uh, he's killed because Mandalorian's an idiot. Yeah, well, this is he was already I, I, heading like, back. This is all very bad writing because you would assume, like, obviously, like it would be on a different. Even if you could, like, like if say it was normal radio and you could listen in on radio if you had the right frequency, right? You need to know the frequency first. It's like, is it just random chance that they're on the same frequency as the speeders, well, or you they wouldn't have look picked at it this a, way. A, a private one? If this is common, then Mando should have known better. If it's not common, yeah. then how were they able to do that? Exactly. There, there, there's there's multiple problems with it. And either way, why are you telling Quill to do a thing he was doing? He's already yeah. doing. Hey, just do that thing you were doing a little bit faster. If okay? only we okay. had uh, gotten you to safety before engaging this plan. Ah, oh, pesky. And if uh... he just didn't say anything, Quill would have made it to the spaceship perfectly safe and did the, uh, you know, protection mode on it. And no one would know where the baby was. Telling you, if they yeah, exactly. Could, no one would know. 20 seconds later, Quill would have been inside the ship. Yep. I hate it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, why is Moss Gideon letting them live? He, he he establishes that he's about to get control of the baby because he knows it's not in there, and he just... He, I don't understand. Like, I, I rewatched this with Fringy and I still don't get it. Why is Gideon allowing them to live in there? Yeah, and, I don't well... Understand. Yeah, it's very odd, and there's another weird... Like, his, his actual dialogue is really poor. Like, it's something like... Yeah, it is. You do not know what you have, but yeah. I know what you have. <laughs> I am evil. And, and by the way, like, like, I'm sure the guy can act in other circumstances, but he is so miscast for that role. He oh, was he, not yeah, he's he's intimidating. He's just Frank. 
you haven't watched Breaking Bad. That's Gus Fring, and he's fantastic he? in Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Because yeah, I, I, I don't feel he not. suits this role at all. He's got know. no material. That's part of the problem. I, yeah, I would blame who the writing. This, who is this character? Yeah. Um... I am bad. And <laughs> yes. I yeah, like, uh, what's so... to do with that? Yeah, <laughs> do, you even... do you know what this gun is? <clears throat> this is a this gun. The previous <laughs> manufactured in 2792 by the Space Cult Corporation. I want to. I want to point out he assaulted the entire building. Had he only killed his own men? Yeah, yeah, Pretty he's remarkable. You're you're his... impressive, dude. Impressive. Like I don't know how you pulled it off. And for some reason, he seems to be comfortable with him being alive in there. And I can only assume his plot armor. It's a very yeah. si significant case of plot armor. He intended to, he, he shot in there intending to get them, but yet he, in the next episode, says, Oh, you got until, you know, sundown. Isn't it clear, Fringy? Fringy, isn't it obvious? He only intended to kill his own men, because that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, he smart, gives them until nightfall to, like... <laughs> Why? Exactly! Yeah, you have all understand. the cards! Giving him more time just yeah, gives him more opportunity I mean, to escape! The reality is, I don't even understand why he's letting them stay. They have no leverage. He already yeah. knows that, that his guys have got the kid. So exactly. he, there's no reason for these guys hand to... Hand over the kid, or you're all dead. I'm counting down from ten. Well, it's, oh it's wait, I have the kid, bad. so you're just it's, dead then. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. I have the kid. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> That's wait, it. You're just my enemy trapped in this building. Yeah. Um, why didn't oh. why didn't Quill contact the droid <coughs> to come and save him? As he was approaching the ship, why wasn't he like, Hey droid, come outside and help me, because I'm about to get attacked by yeah. speeders. Didn't, did you, you did notice how incredibly quickly that droid passes the distance from the ship to the uh, speeders who are standing out, like, parked outside the town at the beginning it of the It can episode. sprint, Chad. It can sprint. Like, as fast as speeders? Like, oh my goodness. They... Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, so all I've got left for the notes on this episode is I've, I'm insulted by the way they killed Quill. I think it was lame. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Shit. I liked him. I mean, he was—he was, yeah, he was the only character who hadn't he been shall, written badly. Like, and he <laughs> shall speak no more, no more. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, so, shall we go to the opening scene of episode eight? <laughs> yeah, I guess that we let's start up episode eight then. Uh, all right. What's our so, first point for eight? <laughs> so eight. Uh, all right. The shooting the can. With the speeder guys, right? I yeah. I love that scene. I don't care what you I say. Hate it. I, I freaking loved it. it. I hate it so much. I, I loved it. I thought it was it. I funny, it. and I I thought it was great. I, the problem, was I think I think that one scene. Is bad <laughs> I, yeah, I know. It's, I loved it. I didn't and think it was funny. I was. Confused I thought what it was they were funny. trying to do. I was wondering what the. Like Quill just died, and now we're all just having a happy laugh time. Like, okay. Um, I mean, like, just are, let's just do the, the let's just get it out of the way. The standard argument. So, stormtroopers can't aim canonically. Is this is this a good thing, Shad? So it's annoyed me that they can't. Like, like the thing is, 
that should never have been the case if they're going to be competent soldiers. There are ways you can try and justify it by saying they were never trained extensively and stormtroopers are only used as mass infantry and they just need to shoot in the one direction. And so aiming and precision was never a, a thing that they trained up a lot. And look, that's trying to give them too much because it, honestly, it's just a result of plot armor and bad filmmaking that there's such bad aims in all the movies and everything. The problem is that they are. You you watch the movies, you see them being terrible aims and it's just the state of it and so i personally just loved that they owned it in this and it's like well we can't change canon now so we'll just go with it and then they, they can't did it they can't way. own anything they've got so the problem with them being bad aim in empire or because the new hope gets away with it empire doesn't at the end it gets away with it in the opening because they're pretty good in the opening and then return of the jedi does not get away with it at all they select they are so what we're dealing with after the ot is sometimes stormtroopers are good sometimes they're bad what explains this plot armor explains it it's a problem they only, they're only terrible when they need the good guys to escape. You're like, okay. Then you got Taika Waititi being like, I want to make this funny scene where they can't shoot at all. And I'm like, so great, you just fucked with all the scenes where they are competent now. Just there, like, few, for reference. There, there, are few, there, there are fewer ones where they're competent. It's been the standard that stormtroopers are crappy well, games, but you especially go, with... What, the, what do you go, are you going from Star... Jedi. Are you going from Disney canon 2? What are we using here? Well, even if just off the uh, OT, like, you know, Empire and Return of the Jedi... It's very blatant. Empire's half and half. Because uh, in Hoth, they're fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, I'm just saying it's the general thing from all the, like, I'd say it's more accepted that they're bad shots. And even if you, like, you could, like if this. you want to. What about to, the opening in A New Hope? They annihilate. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, uh, like, but more often than not. they can't shoot because of stuff like this. Yeah, this is this. I hate this, and I hate if it was in the Why? reverse. By the way, <laughs> if we had a scene where some general was like uh, showing a new general around, he was going to be a protagonist, and they were looking at the the quarters in which the stormtroopers train, and they're all ace shots, I'd be like, no, you shouldn't have done that because that's going to cause problems for all the times <coughs> that they're terrible. All we need to do is just really ride on the wave of some are bad, some are good. And they just, they happen to miss in the times that they miss, and they happen to hit in the See, times I, they hit. I don't think that explains it adequately for the end of it's, Empire. No, there is no explaining the it. It's, there's no explaining it. It's, it's a contradiction. There's no explaining it. They're sometimes good, sometimes bad. We're fucked anyway. But to have a scene where you go, lol, they're always bad. It's like, no. Yeah, they, oh, hang on, hang on. I mean, if you want to be specific, this scene, you could say, is only representative for these two. Or no, 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 no. We're combining this with Bill Burr's statement. With Bill Burr's statement, okay, uh, that there's a general understanding of universe. We all know stormtroopers suck, Chad. Yeah, we and, all know that. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. And that's I like it because you can justify it with uh, just trying to say, well, they were never trained because they just aim in the same direction, and so and, and they didn't so want they, to invest so the money. They killed in all the Mandalorians it. with that. How do you explain well, all the times they've been competent? I have an issue with that. I trust me. Well, wait, wait, wait. You have an issue with that? Why don't you have an issue with the opening of A New Hope? What about New Hope? Yeah, like, because Mandalorians, even if Stormtroopers could aim or not, Mandalorians are set up to be far superior. Okay, okay. Well, all I'm saying is, if this is a plus, uh, shouldn't all scenes that Stormtroopers are competent in now be confusing? No, because there can be pockets of more competent Stormtroopers. <sighs> that doesn't invalidate it. Um, and the other thing is, like... The, the the dialogue between the two is casual and funny, and that they're calling up. Oh no, he's just killed some other person. But that's and like the real military, uh, though. Like, have you well, talked with people from like the military who could be super casual like this, so, but they're still like I army feel, accurate? 
I feel like you you made my argument just now, though. My argument was that we could just assume it's 50-50-ish, that some are good, some are bad, but you just said this scene is that. It's like, no, this scene is like, lol, they're bad. So hang on, what are you saying? I'm saying that the way we rationalize A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi is that we've got troopers that as a whole can aim pretty well sometimes and sometimes can't. They're just, you know, they're humans. They're all different. This scene is like, lol, they're so bad, aren't they? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And we're like, what? No, now, no, now you've just confirmed that they're all terrible by canon. That's stupid. Also, this, in this scenario that we're in with this, no, with this episode, this is post-episode six. These two stormtroopers, they should be they're veterans. They're the ones who survived. Yeah, yeah. they're the, the ones who lived. survived this long. They're the ones who lived, who got through it all, who who are sticking through with their enlistment. The, and like, no reason, is it really worth are... neutering well, I mean, your bad guys for a joke? joke. Uh, like, yeah. how do I see? This is the thing. Okay, I actually don't like that stormtroopers are bad aims overall. I think uh, the plot armor is bad, and uh, it was a result of bad filmmaking. But because it's there, I kind of like the fact that they just own it and have gone with it and trying to fit it in. Well, and and it's a comedy. It's like it's a it's a comedy. Like it's but a it's fun not funny. Comedy's the, supposed the, to be the, funny. The I found it hilarious. I, I think it's uh, as I bloody think, funny I as anything the, uh, to I me think, and a lot of people. Um, I think and the broader so, yes, issue comedy though is... is objective, but I found it hilarious, and I I love um, the scene. I think the broader issue that I have with it is that, yeah, out of the universe, haha, stormtroopers are bad at aim, but the whole idea in Star Wars is that the Empire is a force to be reckoned with. So if they're a force to be reckoned with, you would assume that the soldiers are pretty good at hitting their targets, but this show, because no, it's you can just have medical... firepower and numbers, and they'll still be a force to be reckoned so with. So as long as there's not 50 in front of you, you're fine? Yeah, probably. That's that's generally oh, gee. how it's Guess what happens in, in this episode? Well, I've, the thing is, I know that's exactly what happens. Like, yeah. that, like, you know, I don't think that. I think like, the idea like, that we never have to worry about stormtroopers doing anything bad unless there's like fifty of them. Like that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. But that is the state. And it's of because of this. It's because no, no, it's because, because of I this. Oh, you said on. yourself that this yeah, owns but, that, but this is the thing that created yeah, the that. thing is, it, it, no, no, it hasn't created it. It existed in Return of the Jedi when stormtroopers are defeated if by anything, little, 50, you know. 50. But this is no, just... not definitely not in, Re in Return of the Jedi. I want to highlight, by the way, Return of the Jedi is not the only film. Re and remember, Leia is shot in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. One person gets shot out of how many attempts? Well, we don't, yeah, we don't see all the people who died. I'm just talking about the main characters. Yeah, I, I think it's. Fairly like standard that stormtroopers are terrible aims. Um, I disagree. I think across the OT we're given. I don't know. See, we're given enough reference for both. Enough reference to both. See, even in the defense of the new hope that they wanted them to escape and stuff. Uh, you can't fight that. You can't fight that. That's absolutely. A new hope is sealed shut. The scene with the stormtroopers in the opening, they annihilate. The scene on the Death Star, they're terrible. But we have more than enough reason to believe they're terrible because Darth Vader wants them to escape. Yeah, it I know. I, that's, that's with the amount that is, that's 100% tight. I, Empire, they perform just fine on Hoth. They perform terribly on Bespin. I agree. So now we're dealing with like a 75-25. Then you do Return of the Jedi, and we, we push to 50-50 as far as I'm concerned. And then this scene is like, lol, no, it's 100 nil. And then you have stuff in, uh, you know, in the in the prequels. No, see, they're not stormtroopers, but they're progenitors like, to stormtroopers, and they're pretty. They're, they're okay. They're pretty good. Yeah, uh, even if there's a general understanding that stormtroopers are generally bad aims, it still doesn't exclude the possibility that there's a couple who can be good aims. Oh fucking even, thank Christ! Some, some of them might be able to shoot you, baby. Yeah, yeah. In this I army, think, I think the yeah, even is, with Bill Burr's statement, like, I, look, 
anyway, it's not a big thing, like, overall for me. I just, these are the reasons why I liked it, and I thought it was well, fun. I don't, I don't really mind people finding it. I don't mind that people found it funny. I, I mean, I can, fine. The, I can see the entertainment value that people see, can like, get out of this. I just see, like, ever be imposing anymore. Stormtroopers are forever neutered. Absolutely. I, they were, or, like, they were, like, they were never imposing. Especially with the what? I'm not sure. I don't really agree. I not think really. Like, like they, what do you they, mean? They, never... they massacre the rebels on two different occasions. Yeah, they like they ne like, never those, that, felt. That, those don't go I think away. It, it might be might be a Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi is very flawed, unfortunately. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this, is, this is the thing, and I don't think that we should go like, oh, you know. Well, I guess they're shit. Yeah, let's just own the flaws now as actual canon. It's like what? No. Yeah, it's like it's a cute little wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing. But again, I uh, I don't think it's a good you know, idea to boil down the main threat of the series. To you know, you know what? Else? This is a microcosm. Of. They made a it joke out of Hux in TLJ. How'd that work yeah. out? Yeah. And aren't scout troopers supposed to be like the sniper units? <laughs> scout troopers aren't the worst, that's for sure. And and yeah, these two guys are blindingly incompetent. This isn't just simple. Yeah, they can't even hit like, Well, this isn't even... They've got more this... incompetence to come after this bit, okay. if you remember. Oh, I, I have an yeah. analogy. Okay, I have an analogy, actually. On Thanksgiving, I had some relatives come in from Albuquerque, and two of my relatives are... I have two, um, two cousins who are really young. They're like um, grade school, essentially. And I, uh, we, we went to my grandparents' house, which is outside of city limits, and I do a lot of uh, shooting out there. So I brought some of my guns to do some shooting, and they wanted to try it out. And so with a pistol, right, it's all controlled environment safety and everything like that, I walked them through all the basics. They're old enough to do this stuff. And after a couple magazines of putting bullets down range at actual cans sitting on the ground one of my young uh cousins was able to fairly well hit the can with a glock in pistols are the hardest thing to shoot that there is so there is no way i'm believing this i'm i'm, I'm not believing this i don't want to believe no it there's <laughs> no way you know i wonder i wonder if it's because like star wars is dead to me from the sequel trilogy <laughs> Why could it be dead to you with stuff like this? I can't imagine. No, no, because it's already dead, so there's, it can't do any more harm, and I can just enjoy the comedy of it because I have little, no investment left in the series. I wonder if that might be explain my reaction partly because I, I found it very entertaining. I laughed at it. All right. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. I'm going to use the loo, though. Uh, mm -hmm. so I'll be right back. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to remind you that they sniped Quill, so... Maybe they would just ran him over. <laughs> Had to get really close. Um, so yeah, they move on to say uh, th these are the two quotes I've, I've got to use. Uh, he Moff Gideon killed his own men to lay down the law. He did it to make a point. That's all we get. Can we uh, can we just spend like a minute talking about how stupid it is when bad guys kill their own men? <laughs> it, it, it's sure, dumb. sure. It, it, it's, it's a frustrating it's a tired it really again it, that's why i like the scene where it's like oh yeah they ready to come is it nah i just here to run the other guys all right yeah but i guess you know, i guess the thing is, is um, i find it because they were just pointing it out i just find it to be it's so annoying as a trope like i don't know what to tell you but like a lot of people who were in charge of militaries that we now look back on and don't like were still kind of good to their own people 
how do you instill the confidence of your own men if you kill them when they interrupt you? That's the dumbest shit. Like, yeah, well, I mean, in regards to that, I, like, I, you honestly don't know what level of brainwashing stormtroopers have because, like, those two guys standing outside the city, in reality, if they're like, all their mates are being killed by this guy that's come in here, like, they are ready to come in. No, I just killed a whole heap of Aaron men. If they had any real brains, I'd be like, screw this, we're, we're leaking it because it'll probably just shoot well, us for some What I mean reason. is, um, but guess, they, uh, they obviously have some type of conditioning that's causing them to. Sure. I know, guess, I guess my movie. problem is, um, I, I, uh, I've not played know. Call of Duty. I've, I didn't, do you, you know, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare? It's okay if you don't, because yeah. none of us, <laughs> I, uh, I watched, um, I watched like five minutes of cutscenes from that sometime a couple of years ago. And at the intro sequence, the bad guys, like, he's just like, Haha, <laughs> you know how I like instill the it's something like, do you know why I win? And then he just shoots one of his own dudes. He's like, I don't care about my men. And there's another guy there, and I'm like, dude, are you not just out? Instantly? Yeah, I know. Like, like, there was a 50% I... chance that that could have been can you, I... and it wasn't. Me. Can I reference? Yeah. Uh, can I reference Buffy season one for you? Let me do it. Okay. Uh, so yes. yes. So scenario. <laughs> all right, and I don't mind spoil. It's not really much of a spoiler anyway. They they literally in the first like five minutes of an episode. There's a main villain wants to kill main hero. Main villain hires the three. They're three vampires. They're very special. Good killers. They've been known. They're spooky. Even one of our veteran characters knows them. Oh, God. They go to attack Buffy, and uh, she escapes. She, she just escapes. There's no, like... They're not really defeated, I would say. They just sort of ran away from until she gets to her house and they can't get in. Um, so they go back to Evil Villain, and they're like, Sorry, man, we couldn't quite get her that time. And he's like, Okay, alright. And kills all three of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's just, these are resources, guys. And not only that, but really, Val, human resources are very different. It's well, very see, the hard. Uh, sorry, people. the resources argument is far more applicable because if this Empire guy is just living off the dregs and he can't, you know, replenish his soldiers now, right. killing them then, um, it becomes very This dumb. is what I mean. And also, aside from these the fact are, that it's really, yeah. Oh, these are the most loyal the yeah, veterans. You need, you need every one. last one of them. You these need the ball. Yeah, these should be yeah. the best one. These are the ones who live. These are the ones who stuck these it out. Like at any point. You. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I limit about this, uh, and I think we talked about it earlier, but it's worth repeating that I really wish this show, it started to delve into it, like the remnants of the Empire. Why yeah. are these guys sticking around? Why still enlist? Why Did still wear the course? Yeah. yeah, do they believe in the cause? Are they doing it for pragmatic reasons? Is it just for the paycheck and well, the bail as soon as they can? Again, we don't know what type of brainwashing and conditioning the stormtroopers have. They signed um, up. No, but like, what's the official canon? I actually don't know I because the in the sequel trilogy, they imply up. that there's mental conditioning Solo, and brainwashing. Even in the Solo movie, you signed Oh, up. yeah, he signed up voluntarily. Okay, so yeah. Solo yeah. might do it because because it's the sequel trilogy that explained that there's brainwashing and conditioning. I guess, yeah. yeah that was from the first the, this, this may well be influenced by the fact that I watched a lot of, you know, Star I always got the impression that stormtroopers were just people who signed up. Signed up, yeah, conscripted. Um, yeah, they, but yeah, I think yeah. I think that was um, something I got from watching like Robot Chicken Star Wars, and then you have like stormtroopers just talking like normal people. Well, they are normal. Just, if you remember in A New Hope, yeah. they're like, "Have you guys heard about?" Blah, blah, blah. There's, there's two stormtroopers who are having a casual conversation with each other. They just sound like yeah. dudes in in an army. In an army, yeah. yeah. I mean, they like they can have casual conversations while still being brainwashed for loyalty. And we don't. Do we ever um, see that well, in the sequels at all? Outside of, sure people who, outside of people well, who've guess, broken uh, the conditioning. 
It might be worthwhile to consider that maybe oh, brainwashing the Knights of Ren. the right terminology. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, you're right. That's the only instance is when they say, Knights of Ren, cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In Star Wars. Just, just for reference, we're the undertakers of this whole thing. Like we're sort, we're the like the dissecting surgeons about all of this. It's just such a we're disaster. That, we're the people of whom articles are written about. We suffer in silence. For, well, yeah. not in silence, but you know. Yeah, we can infer that they're definitely not clones at this point because they're different in. Ah, uh, no, the clones patterns. would definitely be out at this yeah. point. And also, they're American, so yeah, not yeah, Again, though, what do you think the writer was trying? Do you think the writer gave up, or do you think the writer was trying to make a point by saying they killed their own men to lay down the law to make a point? I think the whole idea is he's an intimidating bad guy villain. How yeah. the easiest way to make your bad guy seem bad exactly. is to have him show him killing man. somebody. I, I think yeah, I think yeah. that's the thing. It's just very cliche villain stuff. Look, I kill people. Well, I was going to say, I want to clarify. I think it is good to have your villain kill someone, but not his own men. That just makes him look like an not idiot. Not his own men, yeah. yeah and it, the it easy like reference for extreme incompetence or something like that, not just yeah, like exactly. I think, shoot this I think guy they, uh, they misunderstand, right? Because a good example is Darth Vader kills some guys, but it's because they grossly like failed him. They failed him in a way that can't be. Fixed. He also gave them more than one chance, if I remember. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was like randomly go down the hallway choking yeah. stormtroopers. Like, just fuck you, you randomly. Like, you know, the line was, you failed me for the first time. time <laughs> but also, the killing Vader does uh, gives opportunity for promotion for other people, and yep. so that would yeah. actually kind of just get them on board a bit with it. And the idea is to instill a certain level of fear, but you don't <laughs> want to just, like, instill fear for asking simple questions that might actually... I'm, I'm picturing now, like, a parody scene where a villain's introduced, there's loads of men lined up, they're all his soldiers, he casually breaks their neck during his conversation, <laughs> he just keeps doing it, yeah. you're like, why, why, why? Why are you doing this? It's like, oh, I don't know. I was just, I'm evil. Just, I'm evil. <laughs> I'm evil. I, uh, I can't help it. I just have to kill the, someone randomly. Really. You know, the fleet is in. He just grabs a dude, just starts plunging at his lightsaber, and someone shots him in half. The fleet's in position. You know. So yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Uh, um, the troopers tell Gideon they have the baby, and they're not told to come. They're just told to sit there. I, I don't. Well, that, that, this uh, the, the call wasn't to Gideon's men. It was the men that belonged to the previous guy, and there seems to be a breakdown in communication between them and Gideon. That's what I got from that. Oh, I just what assumed that Gideon was enacting yeah. his plan and that they need to stay away until it's done. But his plan is what? I thought that's what was happening. What is yeah. his plan? What was his plan? Well, see, Gideon still thinks your baby Yoda is a thing, and so that's no, he doesn't. No, Moff what? Gideon knows what baby Moff Yoda Gideon is. knows exactly what oh, baby Yoda is. Yeah, he eventually... No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. He, 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 he says in episode 7, he says something like, um, it's about to like, be in... It, the, the baby isn't with you. The reason he told Werner Herzog, that gave him the call to say, check again about the baby, is because he knew the baby wasn't there. He knew uh, the baby was okay. with... Uh, then what but the hell is he giving him time for? I don't know. How None of it makes any that? sense. What it's the, all very that's, strange. That's, oh, that's doubly dumb. Yeah, because oh, wow. he didn't know, and he didn't have any clones. The only re not clones. Uh, the only reason the troopers went after Quill is because of the radio call. So how did they? Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. I also I know we talked about it. I just love the idea that he's about to open Baby Yoda's carriage. He gets a call, slowly waddles over, and he <laughs> says, "Hey, can you check if the baby's there?" <laughs> and then, and then immediately just starts killing him. <sighs> 
Um, so when IG-88 shows up, they don't immediately shoot him. He's like that a, is shocking. a bounty hunter assassin droid. They even Look make it clear. They're like, isn't this usually an assassin droid? It's like, guys, guys. <laughs> what possible what reason doing? could this thing be doing to walk up to you, kill it? And they get really close yeah, to it. it. They walk right up to it. Look at what is yeah, it? Yeah, just blow it up. <laughs> kill it right now. He's, he's actually like half an arm's length yeah. away at this point. It's like you did, I guess it was because they're so incompetent, they have to be that close to hit people, right? Makes sense. No, they know. They they specifically they expressly state this is an IG unit. They know what it is. Yeah, but then they, they say like, exactly oh, it's a nursing it droid. Lol. And it's like, what a what? Yeah. Like, Does that God, look like really a nursing droid to you? To me, to me, this feels like if a crocodile just started walking up to you and you're just like, shoo, shoo, <laughs> go away. Oh look, it's it's a nursing crocodile. Fluffy bunny. Come and pet me, cause I'm a fluffy bunny. And then you put the gun right next to their mouth. <laughs> so I want to highlight, right? I'm I'm going to play pause this for the stream. So IJ has yeah. grabbed his arm and broken it. Keep an eye on the stormtrooper in the and background. The other guy, the other guy doesn't kill him immediately. Shoot him. Not shoot shooting. Him. <laughs> shoot him. You have to pull your finger. Come on, shoot him. Still not shoot. He's just he's just like whoa! How surprising this is happening. Yeah. And then he's too close to be able CGI to land the shot. Is really bad, by the way. The CGI is pretty. Yeah, the CGI bad. is pretty weak here. Like, look at that. That looks terrible. That's really bad animation. I and, and if these guys are so incompetent, why were they the ones entrusted? Why to were they the ones? Yeah. And, and why wouldn't you have told them oh, to also, immediately come back? Also, You'd be like, guys, get to us immediately. They weren't really entrusted to do that. They just overheard the radio. Call. Also, it's true. Oh, actually, yeah. it's very confusing how all this works. It's pretty. Crazy that um these guys couldn't hit a stationary can, but were able to kill Quill, who was riding on top of a moving object. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I missed that. It's kind of weird. But they they, they could have they could have ran the Quill ground, over, but they were able to hit Quill. <laughs> Shad's unironic defenses. Maybe they ran him over. They just, they just ran him over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, just, they just ramped him. So that'll do the job. It's like, a, like they're they shooting. Them, they miss each time. Um. So stupid. You had one job, guys. So, <laughs> skipping forward to our heroes, they discover there is a sewer vent in the bar. Um, why? Where in the world did you have a sewer vent that goes directly into the sewer in your bar? Isn't that yeah, like... Yeah, that probably stink up the place. Like, so what a so horrible hang on, hang on. design to have. Isn't that similar to the sewer vent in the um, holding cell on the Death Star? It even looks but the same? Doesn't that make more sense, though, that in a prison area you'd have a vent that goes, like, to... to see, like, the idea that you're smelling yeah, up a prison area. Prison. Yeah, fuck it, who cares? Or the who cares if the prisoners complain? smell some weird shit? Are they gonna <laughs> complain to OSHA? Also, I mean, if there's toilets in this in the in the prison cells, it would make sense. There's a sewer beneath it, right? Um, I mean, the only defense I could think of is that it's technically blocked by those, you know, chairs and that ain't like doing much off. to stop poopy it, smells. I'll say that much. I don't know if it's perfectly sealed. Those are those are pretty wide flat things that were sitting on it's the just wall. A, it's really just flat. a chair. Look, it's not going to do that smells. much. I don't know if it has a, a All right, Chad, and stuff I want you to poop in your downstairs room, put a chair on top of it, and see if see if your wife notices anything. Well, if I if I close the <laughs> uh, you know the seat on the toilet, it blocks the smell off. All right. Um. So, no, my, like my the biggest issue is that they can't shoot through the thing when the similar grate is shot through in one shot on a New Hope because like I think the grate is. Patterned the the, the idea line. that she has this LMG rifle thing and it can't blast through your average I, sewer grate 
come the that, fuck like on. That's, they Bullshit. should make armor out of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Yeah. That's better than Beskar, holy it, crap. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking, yeah. It bothers me that Gideon is standing in the center of the open the without a helmet. He could literally... Could Re remember, they said, if you kill the leaders, they'll scatter. Look at that guy. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, look, guys, a leader. Just want to just wanna make like, sure you guys are seeing it. what I'm seeing, right? This is just the most blatant, like, please shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but see, he's an arrogant villain who kills his own men so of course he stands in uh, the open you know yes. yeah. um so why aren't the empire uh, throwing grenades in baby yoda they They're know baby yoda well. isn't in there so why because we can't have our heroes as, be defeated by could it just be idiot? stated right Ideas. now that it is impossible for them to win look at how many stormtroopers and elite troopers there are but fringy none of them no can way. aim properly yeah, yeah they're all it's funny. What makes the elite troopers better than the normal ones? <laughs> that Black they are five percent better at aiming. Not even that. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, you have to have every time you shoot a can, you get a little mark on your armor, and you get to ten cans, then you can get your <laughs> armor. You're an elite, definitely. Good job. Good for you. <laughs> Hey, maybe the Empire—they are incentivized in, you know, making, you know, high, uh, training up stormtroopers that are mentally handicapped, so they'll be more. <laughs> yeah, uh, just you know, we'll obedient. fix your dexterity skills. You can count on us, one can at a time. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, if, uh, the 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 you have until nightfall. Why? Doesn't Why? make sense. Just kill them now. Why? <laughs> they have no leverage. Um, then we get the flashback that shows us everything we've already seen, except, like, the Mandalorian flying away with him at the end, uh, which is something we probably could have figured it's out by now, but it, this really, to me, felt like they had to fill this episode up. So, they, like, all this, what we'd seen previously, which is what I liked, was uh, flashes of all this stuff, and you could piece it together. You'd be like, oh, so he was clearly part of a family who were attacked in a war, they put him in some kind of container, and they were probably killed. But we get that, like, in no uncertain terms in this selection. And I was just like, okay. Again, not a big problem. I just feel like it's wasting our time because this finale, if you haven't noticed already, is very stretched out. Like, I got the same thing with the uh, whole training montage in the last episode. With yeah, the with the robot. That took really long and you don't really know why until you realize, oh, they had to fill. Which is weird considering that, again, this this whole season, a half of it is, is non like plot essential yeah content. And then they had to rush through at the end they're like oh shit this is the last and some episode of the episodes are only 30 minutes long some of these you know, episodes out, are less than 40 minutes out of the flashback i actually liked that they used one of the droids from the prequel trilogy yeah, and actually like made that. them look menacing and yeah. like fun. yeah they like, were cool that was a nice touch yeah and it isn't was, it funny uh... that we've reached the point where people are really excited to see prequel stuff in star wars <laughs> mm -hmm. how funny so, yeah, oh, but they're just they're just being they're just being uh this, that's just canon stuff. I want to make you guys aware of a quote points. from uh from Carl Weathers. If he captured the kid, we'd already be dead. I but they had captured the kid, so yeah. You're dead. See ya, you're gone. See ya. Bye. I don't. And that might actually be from Mando. I can't remember who says it specifically, but it's just such a stupid quote to put in your Hang episode. On. I, like, is there a point where Moff Gideon actually says he has the child? Because even if he knows that they don't have it. He might assume that they've hidden the child away. How does he know that they don't have him. it then? 
if he doesn't know where it he, is, he like, just I don't know. He knew. Like it seems like he, he knows that they're. And are you telling me yeah. that the stormtroopers had uh, comms that could connect them to other stormtroopers, but not enough to connect to Gideon? Really? Unless maybe. Uh, but Gideon, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's there's flaws in it, but yeah, like if Gideon, if he's communicated it, with uh, uh, Werner Herzog. The only so explanation I could imagine. The only explanation I can see is that the elite troopers outside had some thermal thing that they could see into it to see that the baby wasn't in there. That's all I can. That's all I can think of. But even that's a stretch. Well, yeah, because the they could be holding the baby is... to their chest or something, and it might not show yeah. up. Like that's way too well, risky. The other thing yes, is, is, if um, putting your baby on your if chest, he's trying to find risky, out what? where, like, yeah, if he if he knows the baby isn't in there, he's trying to find out where the baby is. He doesn't actually need them to find that out. He'll just get his hands on a fob and it'll be able to. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, that'd be able to, to tell him where the baby's. Oh pretty... my god! I completely forgot about that. <laughs> they have no leverage. They're dead. That's it. That's the end of their. That's it. There's no reason for him to keep them alive. Um, Cara, There's nothing that they can offer him. Kara says they might have jammed uh, their comms. Like, the good guys comms. And it's like, wait, <laughs> that's something they can do? Why didn't they do that to begin with? And it's like, would have the done that earlier, that, that would have saved Quill's life. Exactly. The Empire yes. would have accidentally saved Quill by doing something that's perfectly <laughs> normal. <sighs> Alright then. So, um, I don't even know if we need to explain this one, but, uh, primary directive to nurse and protect drives into a group of 50 stormtroopers yeah, with the baby. Yeah, like, what? Like, what? With the baby strapped on his chest. Like, I mean, uh, Look, I think yeah, this... the baby is literally in a sense of mass. Dude, dude, this shot right here, I randomly jumped to it, and it just sums up uh, this moment perfectly. That, that's, a, that's, that's what all nurse drives yeah. when I was When I had a babysitter when I was really young, They'd strap me to their chest all the time and go gunfighting. Yeah. It was gun a lot of, lot of. We had some great times. It was, it was that, great. It builds it, character. It, it, it is dumb on so many levels. If this droid is working off probability and percentages, <laughs> what is the greatest way to protect the baby? Take it back to the ship, or take it to Mandalorian, who's in a bunker, like getting yeah. Uh, it, 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 it seems to be aware that the stormtroopers are coming. Like, like he <laughs> knows them all the way down. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah. This is this square. one is indefensible. It's so well. funny. It's literally oh, like a meat shield. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Who needs armor? They got a baby. It was bad code. It's like he thought the baby should protect <laughs> him, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah. um, when he first arrives, he's like, does this weird thing where he? So you got all these stormtroopers taking aim. There's a lot, and all IG does is flip around, and you get shot one, two, three, four, five, and that's it, in the chest, and it just doesn't do anything. Wow, and then he does these crazy moves. Great. Wait, I thought stormtroopers can't shoot. Look how many stormtroopers there are! Oh my god. But they were Look nailing him while he was moving from that far away on a speeder, nailing him in the chest, center mass. Not regularly, yeah. though. Most of the shots yeah. are missing. Still! Which shouldn't... Considering that he's heading straight. I mean, straight look, from... you cannot like the stormtroopers' aim in the Mandalorian series is indefensible because they miss point blank. They, the Mandalorian was in their compound. The like, they miss just so much; it's insane. He's standing around, walking slowly. How do you miss that? <laughs> and he had his back towards one, and they and they got like intense. Um, so this so is so there is a problem in that a bit later on, which annoys me greatly. Because, but it, I'll point it out when it comes up. So. so this is becoming a very big trope. Action scene happens, and we have to take it piece by piece because a lot of stupid things happen. Um, 
our entire team pour out of their defensive position to start shooting in the open. Yes. Screw cover. <laughs> Screw cover. And Screw protection. Yeah. Well, again, this is almost shockingly funny. This is almost funny <laughs> how much of a bunker this kind of is. Yeah, right yeah. Here. Look, look at this, this pull shot I've got. This is perfect. You have such a great angle. Yeah, that and cover. That's a shooting funny. gallery right there. They they could have just offloaded at this point. They're yeah. distracted. They're all frazzled. They just and she's got a rapid fire blaster. One shot from that you know rapid fire blaster machine gun thing should technically be enough to kill a stormtrooper because their armor sucks. And so she just offloaded in a straight just line. In uniforms. She, she, exactly. And if she just rapid fire in a flat horizontal line, she could almost take all of them out with a thing mm -hmm. like. So that's the first stupid. Second stupid is when they pour out, the stormtroopers decide to send a team to the right side of their building, or left side, whichever way you're standing from, to break in with grenades, or like a sticky grenade thing, and then to just assault whoever is remaining inside the place, which is just strange to me. It's like, they're all attacking you in the open and you want to go break in and shoot the ones who stayed in? Okay. And it's just Kara, and if you guys remember, she sits behind something going like, oh no, they're attacking me, wah. And then she just decides at one point, right, time to kill them I'll all. I'll shoot back. Yeah, yeah I'll and she just kills now. them all. In terms of like creating an action scene, it's just so bizarre to me. I was like, oh, she, mm, all right. I guess she just decided to win. Yeah. Good decision. Um, throughout, you get these shots of Carl Weathers just like going, boom, ba boom, boom, and people falling over, and just, he just survives the whole thing. I don't know how. It just doesn't get shot at. I just, I just feel like if there were all of these stormtroopers everywhere, it's over. Someone would get shot. Someone would get hit. Standing out in the open, like this. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, we we find out that Mando. So they have this sentry turret, and I presume its ammo box is next to it. And if you shoot that with one blaster, it blows up the whole thing. I think this is a that, significant oh, design flaw. Like, you think? That is, <laughs> oh, that is a conveniently introduced design flaw. If that was possible, flaw. and they bring out that gun, they have literally just put down a bomb in the center of their formation that the guys yeah. in the bunker, at any time, a single shot, they could have just shot that power, you know, box and wiped out everyone. It's like, holy crap, is that real, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm trying to find a good shot of it, but like... Look at that. This is the kind of thing that if they had shot this with the 50 stormtroopers outside, you probably would have nuked a third of them. Yes! Look and at that. was one shot. One shot does yeah, it. Yeah, how it's vulnerable. Boom! What? <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> I just... I almost feel like if you're accurate enough, accurate enough to make that shot, why didn't you just shoot him in his non-armored parts? Nobody shoots him in his normal auto pass. That's how oh, it works. Okay, it's not allowed. I forgot the rules of the <laughs> Well, you know, like maybe the armor has some technology that attracts the bolts to the armor instead of the things. Mm -hmm. That's, that's um, okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, technology. It's magic. So next up, Mando's willing to die because he doesn't want anyone to see his face. I think that's silly. Well, it depends how. How, How did Mando's head get fucked up? He has the armor, the Beskar armor. It, that is a good, like, you, there's no scratch or dent on the helmet, so... Maybe it was... Yeah, and yet there are scratches and dents on the side. Inertia, no like... Shrapnel is gonna get through there. It's the unironically the same criticism we had against Batwoman when she fell over with her helmet on that was intact. She somehow hurt her eye. 
Yeah, I've got the Mando hit back of helmet. It's like, yeah, but that's not a problem because he's got Beskar armor. Yeah, it's all very strange. But um, so the argument would be he believes so fully in his creed about how no one should see his face that he's willing to let that kill him. And I'm just like, I think the whole point would be that his love and desire to keep Baby Yoda safe would supersede pretty much anything. Also, we've established in episode four, he doesn't really care all that much about people seeing his face. Mm, he thinks that's, yeah. <laughs> that is caring about it. But like, yeah, I, I just think it's bullshit that he's willing to abandon this mission because he doesn't want people to see his face. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Uh, also, Baby Yoda doesn't heal him for reasons. Just, yep. Hey, Baby Yoda, remember when you, they, that guy they wanted you to fucking kill robot. us and you healed him? Could you, like, and, then, and then comes the bit. The hilarious bit they make this huge deal out of a flame trooper he's coming he's big he's got special armor colors and he's got a flamethrower we're all screwed now he's coming he stands in the doorway he's about to blast them all and you just think okay what could possibly save them it's like well let's go from lowest to highest could it be feasible for Mando to look to to the flamethrower, hold up his pistol, and shoot him, even though he's kind of delirious? Like, yeah, possibly. Yeah, give me old Tom Hanks, yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, Kara, she's actually perfectly healthy and has access to many weapons. She should probably be able to shoot him. Uh, yeah, you'd think. Yeah, and then we get really bad when we know that Carl Weathers is looking at the guy, and he's holding two pistols. And he's just like, oh my god, what do we do? Yeah, <laughs> And Carl Weathers looks at Baby Yoda like, dude, can you do something about this? <laughs> like, you got this, bro. I could say this all, but... Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Baby Yoda, you're already shot. Dude, come on. Um, and yeah, and then, and then of course you've got the nurse droid who's dependent on saving Baby Yoda at any point. It's like, he's busy frazzling the grape, but I'm pretty sure he could use one arm immediately to just shoot the guy, but nope. It's all down to Baby Yoda. He's got a... Yeah, you would think that with all the stuff we've seen IG-11 do, that this would be just an easy pot shot for him. And so, um, yeah, even Kara is like, I don't know what she's doing in this scene. She's like, oh my god, look at her. She's like, ah, ah what's happening? Oh my god. Ah. Oh, oh no. The fire. And yeah, so oh, they all, they all would have died if Baby Yoda hadn't used the force here. Kind of insane, to be honest yeah. with you. Only they had guns to fire back upon them. If only. only. And yeah, there's the, just the basic question of, does Yoda, does he know what fire is? Like, does he know that that's something you want to deflect, if you know what I mean? Possibly. Is, uh, isn't it feasible that the baby is just like, oh, that's pretty. Ah, birds. Yeah, but I don't know, 50 years old. <laughs> I guess, like, maybe. maybe he's had, there's a good chance over the 50 years that he's in fire yeah, at some he had point. Accident mm. with a stove. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like all babies do. That's a um, the droid chooses to stay behind and help Mando instead of sticking with the baby. I refuse to believe that's a thing. Yeah, it's programmed to protect the baby. As far as I'm concerned, the droid should be like, well, uh, bye, I guess. See you, Mando. Yeah. <laughs> See you, Mando. Sorry, I have did. to fulfill my programming. But instead, he's like, I can save you. Even when Mando's about to kill him, he threatens to. And he's like, please don't do that. It's, and, he, and the droid manages to convince him that it should be okay. I don't like this scene. I don't like this episode at all. Um, then we see his face. Boo. Boo, 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 boo. Um, it's, it's also weird Look, that... I, I don't think it was bad that the audience was showing his face. That's, I don't see that as a negative. I, I the setup this, for this... it is a bit silly, of course. But I, I don't like the reveal here. I, I kind of wish we never saw it. Ever. 
the I, most I the most I would have wanted is in the season finale. His mask is like cracked away or something, and we can you see, see his eye or something. Yeah. I would have preferred that much yeah. more than just. I don't know. To me, it's. I like how unconventional it is that we never see the protagonist hero's face. Like that's cool to, and it's just like, well, end of season one. It's Here like, it is. Oh. Yeah. Here it is, everyone. He's there. All right. All right. Uh, see, I don't, I don't, I don't see it as a negative or a po like positive. Oh, well, I, I, like I mean, I'm, just, I'm happy to say it it's my preference. I've got, yeah, I got it might a question. Be Wasn't, by uh, video games. Didn't Boba Fett and Jango Fett, didn't they both have, like, basically space arming caps underneath their helmets? We don't know for Boba Fett. Uh, well, it wouldn't uh, matter anyway because you could just say that Mando didn't. I guess. It's just weird that he didn't have it. You'd think that the Mandalorian would. But, all right. Um, oh, why does it take so long for the Empire to follow them? If you remember, a faction come in after them once no. they speak to the Armorsmith. Where are they? What are they doing? Yeah, well, they, they, I mean, there is a bit of a maze down there. Could have gone. No, I mean, um, right I, now, after the flamethrower right. guy went in, were they not like, hey, looks oh, like yeah, he yeah, failed? Yeah, things. What's stopping like, them from just walking in now, good boy? Yeah. Got some little bullet points, actually, that I didn't notice before. Uh, why would they, why would they burn them out when the Imperials know Baby Yoda's in there? Oh, sorry, the obvious fucking flaw. They're about to kill Baby Yoda at that moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, they know Baby the Yoda's whole in there. Season. there with it. The whole season is built on the opposite point. And they just send in a flamethrower guy to be like, just roast yeah, them all. Yeah, toast like, Even Baby Yoda, sir? Even I mean, Baby Yoda. Even, just especially Baby Yoda. Unless Moff Gideon just wants the corpse to harvest the organs, that's the only kind of thing. Um, stop. All right, you know, char the outside, but the inside DNA. You can oh, still like a hot that. pocket. Yeah, exactly. Or the outside is burnt to a crisp, but the inside is still frozen. Yep. Um, uh, the next bullet point: How does fire make the flame trooper explode? Just seems like they'd be built the, to not do that, you know. Have some resistance to it. Baby Yoda didn't just deflect the fire rags; it activated grenade mode. Self-destruct. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about he that. He used Maybe force grenades. Didn't you know about that one? Idiot. Mm, I gotta. <laughs> I don't know my canon. I have to archive more. Um, so, Mando is like given juice so that his head doesn't bleed out. I guess. And uh, when we see him, he's under Kara's arm, and he's limping until it heals him, and then he won't limp anymore. Uh, so. Uh a back to spray. That's like, um, isn't that in the video games? It's like the I'm fine with it being a healing agent. I don't care about yeah, that. I'm talking about the fact that he's got a head lady. injury that's making him limp. Oh, <laughs> yep. Um, and then, by the way, it's like five minutes later. He's not limping anymore, and I'm just like, yeah, okay, fine. whatever. <laughs> heals fast, fine. Um, uh, oh, yeah, our favorite moment. All the Mandalorians oh. are dead. Like, what Hooray! the hell? What the Why hell? That's weird. These stormtroopers can't leave? hit a can from 10 the, feet away, the... but they slaughtered the Mandalorians. So, so the only thing that I could think of, and it's not fully answered because we don't know if the Mandalorian helmets actually protect them from, say, poisonous gas or something. Because if it doesn't, okay, they find the location. It's just down this, you know, stairwell on a street and just pump it full of gas and kill How them. How is she alive? She wasn't yeah. there. Dude, dude, out. she totally hid. She ran away. Yeah, she reckons. She's a fucking coward. But no, 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 like, this was, this was like a what the hell moment. It was like, no chance. If they actually tried they to leave? fight one on one. I don't know. Why didn't they leave? Why did, yeah, why, we assumed that they all left because that's the I obvious assume thing they left. To do. I know, yeah. that, I assumed that as well. I was like, what? Well, I guess they moved on to a new planet. Nope, they're dead, fucker. They're dead. 
And then they're like, how much of that armor is supposed to be Beskar? <laughs> I don't fucking I know. No even idea. if it was even if it was unarmored Mandalorians versus the stormtroopers who don't have armor essentially. Who are competent as hell. Still. Still. Yeah, yeah like it's baffling how they could try and say that these, you know, incompetent stormtroopers are capable of beating Mandalorians in fights. It's like, you know, like, the only way I could think they could possibly try and justify it is if they had insane overwhelming numbers or something like that, or uh, they gassed them out or killed them, in, you know, in their sleep or something like that. Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. So they're lame. all dead. Lame, and lame, it's lame, Mando's lame. fault. Yeah. yeah. Uh... And then, not purposely. It is his fault, but it's not his intention that that happened. Uh, it's, a, it's a natural result that he knew yeah. and he expected. Yeah, I get that. I'm he should feel guilty, uh, but he, 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 he instead yeah, blames Carl Weathers, which is hilarious, because he did to Carl Weathers what he's accusing Carl Weathers of having done to him, which isn't, yeah. isn't the truth. This, this, so this moment is what solidifies my dislike of Mando as a character. I don't like him. He's an ass. And he's not very competent either. Um, you got Carl Weathers, who, he had a happy position in being a middleman between bounty holders and bounty hunters. And this guy comes along, and you're like, you give him the best option ever in terms of a bounty, who's gonna, he's gonna pay him a lot of money. And he backstabs you by not only taking the money, but then, uh, taking the bounty for himself. And he kills you, uh, as far as he's concerned. You're, he's surprised to find you're alive. Uh, you were lucky you had your money in your pocket, so his, his blast didn't kill you. And then... Uh, the Mandalorians that fucked you and your guild over, by the way, killed all of your bounty hunters, or at least a significant portion of them, um, they got obliterated by the Empire, while you've been under the Empire's thumb now, thanks to Mando screwing everything up. And then Mando accuses you of having killed these guys after Mando's the reason that you lost your entire guild and your position as guild's middleman. Like, it infuriates me. It's like, do you know what you did to him? And you don't even seem to care. Yeah, uh, not a single moment of remorse. I, they're just, alright, I guess they're all dead, and this is a direct result of a choice that I made, that so, I knew... Not to mention how they're just too stupid to leave. I mean, we kind of discussed a bit of the interaction of what Mandalorian did to Carweathers when he, you know, backed out of the bounty thing, because I don't think Mandalorian was in the moral, you know, wrong in protecting Baby Yoda and betraying the Bounty Hunter Guild. Um, uh, and so, I don't think too much, you know, like guilt should fall on Mandalorian for that action in, you know, in its own context. Um, you can't just do that. Like, they, they have loads of systems and rules in place. By doing what Mando does, it has severe repercussions for everyone who may or may not agree yeah. that it's the right thing to do at the time. Well, well, but saving one life by... at the cost of many other lives. And this no, is assuming he support... that he doesn't on, do on. anything differently when it comes to him by the Mandal... Yeah, he was supported by the Mandalorian's voice. Uh, that was basically shown by them backing him up and, and protecting him and also the uh the smith lady who says you're she's a, oh, i'm talking about the guild right now not even the mandalorians okay well you know the guilds they're uh, doing bounty hunters to get innocent babies and stuff they're not morally good people i don't think it's a bad thing that mandalorian no yeah them. no i'm suggesting that mando's choice because he's entered into a contract to be a part of the guild what he does is going to have severe consequences for a lot of other people's lives it, it does loads of people die as a result of his choice i'm not even talking about the mandalorians yet that's another part of this whole responsibility thing i find it Ridiculous that he's taking a moral outrage with Carl Weathers, who Carl Weathers this whole time has just been trying to survive. I don't think he wants to kill babies. It's just bounties. 
non-descript. The whole yeah, point but, of the guild is you don't but, ask but, any questions. On, but yeah, but that's not a remember. Carl or, Weathers didn't like, even learn like, about the no, thing. He didn't even know it was a baby. That, yeah. Yeah, but oh, hang on. Bounty hunter system is basically already predicated on the fact that you could be grabbing an innocent person um, just based on the bounty. And so Maybe. these are, it is not a moral system at all. We don't know like, what the guild, we don't know what jobs the guilds take. Well, the it's fact that they took one from the, the like an imperial, an outlaw, it they means know what it was. they are. No, but the, the, the yeah, okay, I think fact, we're missing the point they're, they're here. Mando's operating in an illegal Mando's entered into the agreement. He is on board. They are a society, a group. They have rules. Mando's agreed to them, and then he just betrays them when he decides that it's morally right to. As much as he yeah, may be wrong or right, that fucks right. over everybody else in the group. If you if you didn't want to engage, if you didn't want to engage in potentially immoral acts, then go away. It yeah. would have been better. You for would him be weighing up. You would have, have to weigh up. He didn't do it. He didn't do that for a moment. He he stabbed him in the back in, in in a second. He didn't care. That's what bothers me. Carl Weathers is, is seems to just be like a, a contract deliverer. Hang on, no, he did have to weigh it up because he actually delivered it, and then he was obviously. Well, no, that was his job. In, he just a, decided, nah, I'm going to no, take it back, he actually. Was, he was in a matter of inner conflict, obviously. Please don't tell uh, me you're he, actually arguing that's a moral good. He got the money and his items, and then he took the baby back. He got, so basically, to like... To protect the baby. It would have meant... Like, it would, it would have like. meant so much more if he gave up the armor for the baby, but no, he actually got his armor forged, and then he got the baby back. Mm. Yeah, well, what, taking money out of the hands of corrupt and bad Imperials who are, like, that doesn't seem... I don't like think we want to go that way with morals. <laughs> well, no, like, the, these are criminals. That's what we they call blood money. No, no, they're criminals and they're outlaws and stuff, and so screwing so over criminals and outlaws is not equivalent to screwing over, you know, um, uh, honest and law-abiding citizens. You know the so rebels that's, were that's criminals and outlaws, right? Yeah, but one obviously had a moral, you know, uh, justification. The Imperials don't that. know you that the, the Imperials lost. are bad and evil. That just goes without saying. And so, again, that's not a direct equivalence. And so it, there, it is a well, different thing. if you say thing, criminals and outlaws... Yeah, but I'm using them in the context... criminals and outlaws. Yeah, I'm using in the context that they're criminals and outlaws because they're Imperials and they're immoral and, and also, evil. When, when and, he went but to, going, when he went, going go, back when, to my point... <laughs> When he went Is back that... to save Baby Yoda, he knew what he was doing, and he just went right in and did it. He didn't give like anyone a heads up. He didn't prepare. Yeah, a and, and this for isn't someone. You're making it. You're appealing a lot to morality. The only reason he saved Yoda is because he saw himself in it. Do you? Do you mind, the amount of immoral things Mandalorian's probably done up to this point is very numerous. Do, well, that's an assumption. We don't know. Yeah, that was your it point, like, and I agree with it. Point. No, no, the thing is, because yeah, like at this point. It seems like most of his bounties were just grabbing... Oh, know, it seems that way, does it? Yeah. He wouldn't know, would well, he? that's the one that we see. I don't know. It is an assumption, but... No, neither would he. He's told who it is and where they are, and he'll get money for it. How is this a moral job? It's only now that he decides that he's not... No, this no, is what no, I no, mean. because we were given an indication of the types of jobs he had taken when he handed in those first bounties, that these were like, what, they were... Um, debt, they were... Had a, you know debts or something like that and they were skipping out on bail or something like that that he was actually supporting a type of you know um but i thought you agree that bounty hunting is immoral and then that he goes they to can free take him. they they can take immoral jobs as a given and that but he does that after he saves baby yoda yeah i agree and so but then he decides that mm. that's not good 
Mm. No, he he follows through with it. That that was the last episode we covered was episode six. He goes to Hang free on. a prisoner that the rebels uh, have. Okay, yeah. yeah, good point, good point. Yep. For money, so by the right way. For money. It. Yeah. He needs the money, so we're just going to free prisoners. And this is coming all the way back to my point, which is he's not definitive about his moral system. He simply decided this is too far, and he's screwed over the entire guild because he's decided that this bounty is too far. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a fair decision. And this is why I'm so annoyed at him for ripping into Carl Weathers when all Carl Weathers has had to do this whole time is try and figure out how to stay alive. That's all he's been trying to do. Yeah, but my point is that it's not an equivalent thing because... Mandalorian obviously has loyalty and, uh, you know, cares for the Mandalorians, and he has far less care, and he doesn't hold the bounty hunters, who are generally... I agree, you know, he's an asshole. More corrupt. No, it's just that um, uh, he is, obviously holds the Mandalorians in far more value than the bounty hunters. Just, I, that one, I agree, that he's an asshole. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, Because you're trying to say that his uh, actions in causing the death of the Mandalorians um, are bounty, bounty hunters, hunters often. The idea that he's a bounty hunter. The idea that he's like, oh, the guild, yeah. those bounty hunters. But, but one's his family and one is is, is not. Sorry. One follows a creed whole... that yeah, he follows. One, one, one group is legitimately his family. Issue with oh, yeah, but, but one group is legitimately any remorse or anything when he finds out his family's been killed. Well, he's pretty angry when... He's pretty Carl angry with Weathers. Carl Weathers because he, for, for some reason, believes immediately that Carl himself. Weathers is the one who did it, even though he did this very action to Carl Weathers himself. Yeah, but that's not an equivalent thing because one is his family and one is not. So why would he be bothered about the bounty hunters? You're trying to say that he's not justified in being bothered about the death of the Mandalorians. True. No, that's he's justified in being bothered about if they're his family, first off, he gets over it super quick <laughs> and he blames someone who has nothing to do with it. And someone that, if anything, should well, be pissed no, 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 at he, him. Like, it, look, I'm not saying his right to blame Carl Weathers because it's not Carl's fault, it's the Imperials, but he's trying to ascribe blame and he assumes it might have been Carl, which is why he, you're like, did you do this? Doesn't seem unreasonable. And then it says no, and then, all right, we're fine. No, his family's dead, it's all right, it's all good. Don't worry. Oh, and, and that additional part, I agree, you probably should be showing a lot more remorse by the fact that everyone's dead. Um... I just hate the fact yeah. that Mando has no idea what he's done in this whole season. He just thinks he's a good guy. It's as simple as that. He's not really got much accountability at all for all of his actions. Well, see, I don't think he uh, needs to feel remorse for the death of the bounty hunters. Uh, but feeling remorse for his family, the Mandalorians, of course. I wish he did. <laughs> more yeah. For more than two minutes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for for it for the Mandalorians, completely agree. Not so much for the bounty hunters. He screwed. Why would they have ditched all this stuff? Wouldn't they have kept this? The Empire. Yeah, how much of it is Beskar? Is my question. I don't even know that it matters if it's Beskar or not. It's just useful armor, surely. It is. But if some is Beskar, that means it's like super valuable. Well, yeah, you'd obviously check them all. You'd think. I mean, that's again. You would think that in a universe where people would want to protect the lives of themselves and their soldiers that armor would be of value but apparently that's a fantasy world that isn't this <laughs> but People he protected the cute and... muppet so he's the good guy <laughs> <laughs> hey hey it is baby yoda okay I also, one of my notes says Matt, mando is now responsible for the deaths of many children thanks i hate it you would think that if he was gonna go in there to save baby yoda 
Dude. He would do something. Dude, Mando's responsible for the deaths of several potential, like, foundlings. Alright, so I wonder about that, because it's odd that the Mandalorians didn't leave. They knew that they were... No, I just want to, like, this whole like, season's about that. Like, Yeah, yeah, it obviously was caused by Mandalorian's actions, but the Guild seemed to have supported him in that decision. That's a very important distinction right there. And so, why didn't they leave to protect themselves as well, now that they knew that they were... Like, I don't want to understate how much this should weigh on him, this scene. Yeah, I think it should weigh on him a lot more than they're showing. I agree there. Um, I'm talking like, he, he's at like a 2 when he should be at like a 90. Life. Yeah, like, there were many children when we saw the scene with this, this community. Does he even ask about him? Nope. Well, at least Does I don't he think he so. About him in the first episode. Oh wait, wait. Like, the, uh, she, the Smith says that some may have got away. That's what she says, right? Oh well, some might have died. <laughs> some, yeah. The fact that she says maybe as well. <laughs> and yeah, someone just said, "Didn't Mando say they had to move the tribe in episode two? Oh, it was three. And it says, "Did they forget?" It's like apparently. Yeah, I get I it. That's didn't... a big question of mine. After they supported me, they're like, "Why didn't they move? They should have." Well, out of this yes, place, we'll just long time. Uh, yeah, we'll just, which is again why ascribing uh, all the blame on Mandalorian, I think, is not really fair. When the guilds, when the Mandalorian supported him, and then they just chose to stick around and get it's killed. It's not all of it. It's just it's sure. It's not all of it. Okay, cool. Like everybody um, gets a piece of the dumb pie. I think it's hilarious. The Armorsmith is incredibly casual about the fact that all of those people are dead. Her entire culture is essentially dead, at least how it exists here. And uh, why? So why is she still here? How did yeah, she, how I wonder is she still how much. Here? I wonder how much Mandalorians um, think death as a bad thing about their creed. You know, they are all about this is the way and stuff. And I, so, I feel like if they didn't think death was that bad, they wouldn't wear armor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but that goes the same with like samurai culture, who you know felt death was one of the greatest achievements ever so it's not like that they seek after it but they don't necessarily mourn it especially the practice of sepulchre so we have examples of the real world in warrior societies well that'd be great if it was in the episode over death as much as other societies i'm not saying it's a universal thing there are obviously exceptions and unique circumstances that would cause them to mourn death more than other times but if they have a cultural practice and tradition where death is can be glorious especially in combat that can be justified why she's not as cut up about yeah, it. Yeah, but know? like everyone, like you expect to be some survivors to carry on the culture. Well, she said some <laughs> might. Have some survived. maybe some made it out. Like maybe, maybe some it, made it out. Maybe it, maybe the massacre wasn't totally one hundred percent. Um, yeah, I uh, I just think it's funny that she's still here. I don't I don't know why. I guess she was waiting for Mandalorian to show up so she could give him she a jetpack. Trinkets uh, with her forge. I thought she was just salvaging the special armor. <laughs> For who? <laughs> I don't know. The future, other Mandalorian They're people. None... Christ. Um, How come? But that is what she's doing. She's literally, she's literally picking up the armor pieces as she goes. So, so did the, so the stormtroopers put them in a pile? Well, thank goodness the stormtroopers just don't seem to care about the armor, and she's just gonna well, salvage yeah, it? I question know, mark. Yeah, that's bizarre. I know. I like that's really. Seems yeah. seems like she's playing with fire quite literally uh, by being here. <laughs> you would, yeah, you'd think that there would be stormtroopers here guarding all this stuff, like taking inventory of all this stuff, making sure they got everybody. Yep. But just no one here. They just like, oh, I guess we're done. 
Um, she just says that, like, he's gotta deliver Baby Yoda to its homeworld, and he's like, okay. That wouldn't stop the fobs at all, so I don't know why. Yeah, if now this means that they'll find the, all the other Yodas. <laughs> Mando's gonna get, get another whole culture destroyed. <laughs> yeah, but Mando okay. doesn't question this because he's fucking idiot simpleton, and he doesn't say, well, won't this lead them to all the Baby Yoda people? Um, and you know what's like, weird? Do it. So, there is another Yoda in the prequels, isn't there? Isn't there, like, another Jedi Yeah, he's on the Jedi Council person? in the first one. So, well, like, the, the race, like, the Republic must have known about the race. It wasn't this big mystery or something. Um, so, it's a bit confusing as to something has been lost over time about... It's like, you know, before, outside of the Mandalorian, there was nothing particularly special about the Yoda race. It's just that Yoda was a good Jedi amongst them. Um. Mm -hmm. um uh, Stormtroopers finally catch up. Took them some time. Drama. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Then IG oh uh, Eleven just kills them all. It's like, oh, yep. Okay. I've dealt with them. They did. Yeah. Okay. The I just want to say this. The way seems really retarded. Yeah, I agree. But it is the way. Um, it is the way. Who are we to question? I find so, it fucking way. I find it hilarious. So she took the time we to well. Very... So, we know very little about the way. Like, what are you finding dumb about? Just You can't ever take your helmet off in front of anyone else. <laughs> it's very impractical, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, it's stupid. It's dumb. Yeah. yeah. It'd be hard to try and figure out how that would develop naturally out of a cultural kind of tradition. As uh, just a society of extremely ugly people. It naturally develops. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand looking at you. Get like, this helmet on. While you're, while you're bathing, while Getting you're fucking... Just everything that you do is just like it evolved out of a kinky thing. Kinky baby, I want you to hold have this helmet on. Um, before uh, so we have the stupid fight with the blacksmith lady. No, 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 roll it back, roll it back. She gives him the jetpack just casually. Oh yeah, I have the um. What did Mando do to earn the signet? He's why everyone's dead for the most part. And not to not to mention fight. why are we spending so much time giving him a fucking icon for his shoulder? Like really? Yeah, it's like, like there this are people coming time, to kill guys. you. How is this not analogous to the Batwoman thing in episode three, where she goes and gets her hair done while everyone's dying? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm a hero, and a hero's gotta look fly. And then yeah, and, the, so and then he just gets handed a jetpack, and it's like, oh, cool. You're going to have to earn this cool. jetpack. It might take you a long time. Boo. Here, I'll give it to this random robot I mean, instead. At least it's not going to be incredibly useful moments from now, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. that would be convenient. Yeah, especially if he was like an expert at it. I don't know. The jetpack thing was foreshadowed enough that, you know, the Mandalorians have it and... That's, yeah, well, that's what you call foreshadowing, around, is Mandalorians saying. have a jetpack, therefore foreshadowed. Yeah, yeah, but he says he wants to get one, and, you know, what? it's clearly a spare <laughs> one he now. Gets hand, he's, he gets Why the hell didn't he right have one already? He's the best bounty hunter in the Parsec. And he's the yes. one that's allowed out right now, where all other Mandalorians have to stay below. Why wouldn't he have a jetpack? The have jetpacks, and they're underground. What are they gonna do? Like, give like, him the jetpack. It's so stupid, it hurts. It, He's got one now, and I'm glad he's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, also, go. they don't go with um, the they don't go with IG to kill the stormtroopers. He just 
Yeah, he just, just he nailed it. Kills all the stormtroopers. He does. Stormtroopers are worthless. Um, there's only remember once he's killed those, there's about I want to say twelve left, something like that. Um, why not? Why go to the super duper lava adventure instead of just going back up at this point? Yeah, oh, yeah I wonder because they've gotten through a decent number of them, and then I, the the robot kills a number of them, and then yeah, bounty hunter lady. Dude, even the armor smith can beat them handed. six to yeah, one. Yeah, and without like a gun. She just, like, she just owns them. She should, they should just send her out to deal with them. Well, you've like, established that stormtroopers are worthless. Yeah. Asterisk. So, they don't, just they could go yeah, and they kill them all. out the other way and just IG is worth 10,000 stormtroopers. Just Agreed. Go and mm -hmm. kill yeah. them all. And it's almost like, I feel at this point, the, the Empire should have just invested in IG units. <laughs> yes. Uh, they seem far better, don't they? they yeah, well, I mean, almost... It's like stormtroopers are worthless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she gets um, she gets her badass moment, but everyone getting their badass moments means that the and the stormtroopers getting their incompetent moments means that there's no stakes for me. I don't care. Everybody's yeah, I don't yeah fine. I don't care. I know stormtroopers don't mean anything. And they things only happen because the plot wants them to happen. After we if we've just said that by the way, they have that line where they're like, "You got any better ideas than riding on this stone in a f river of lava?" It's like, yeah, go back up. Yeah, I feel like you know, the, the gondola ride down the lava river sort of limits your options. Mm -hmm. So also in the um the blacksmith fight, does she crack open a stormtrooper's helmet with, with a hammer? Arm? Yeah, because well, that's amazing armor. <laughs> it's it's basically the armor is the costume. It's like that. It's it's useless. It yes. is so stupid how she overpowers all these people. And it's there are six of them with guns. I think one of them tries to like stab her with a gun. It, yeah. <laughs> I just don't even. I just don't even. I don't even. This is retarded. Uh, I find it funny that uh, the lava is like clearly a stream, like it's going one way, and they think for some reason that the gondola operator can decide whether or not they go forward or back with his stick. I'm I'm curious what the gondola operator does. It's got a stick. <laughs> it uses and they the think stick. that I the mean, stick look, is deciding. Look at look at the way the it flows. Depending. Look at yeah, the way it flows. The current, yeah, if the current isn't strong and you can reach the bottom of the flow, you could use the stick to pull yourself in the opposite direction. I don't think that droid has got any hope of being able to to Even drive them. This does look pretty big and heavy, though. Well, let's put it this way. Even if the droid was capable of getting him the other direction, why the fuck does Kara shoot it? Yeah, <laughs> because it's not listening to her. She gets upset, which makes you think. made me a little angry. Yeah, it makes you think, like, off. okay, take the stick like, off it and sorry. use it yourself. Unreasonable outbursts of rage randomly. I'm just wondering, is it that time of the month? <gasps> sex, sexisms. <laughs> Don't be doing that. Um, I think she killed a flame trooper. So I, I like that she shoots the boat free, and it just luckily doesn't fuck up the entire boat. You remember this? They're like, oh, oh yeah, she free. shoots it to get it. It's like she shoots it like, while holding a baby. By the way, so badass and confusing. <laughs> she shoots it while holding the baby. I think so. Anyway, it's the package that the baby's in, right? All right, so they could free the boat, but they couldn't shoot through the grate. All right. Not to mention that you can shoot the boat free, but lava doesn't affect <laughs> the can, boat. You can shoot the boat free, but the boat is lava proof. All right, okay. All right. Um, yeah, and I like that they ask when, 
just, just, just like... This, this, so this comes into the whole thing now. So what is the plan? We're heading toward about 10 stormtroopers. What are our options? And it's like, um... <laughs> oh, <well, laughs> I, I think, why don't they... IG can just go out and kill them all. Well, he does, but he self-destructs to do so for some reason. Oh, that seems like... Oh, I don't, you should just shot him with his blasters. Yeah, I agree. That would have been the His plan. body count is arguably triple digit at this point. I think you should just, <laughs> just give him a blaster and say, you're bulletproof, basically. Go out there and just shoot them all. Um, but they don't... It's so arbitrary, because uh, one hit to the head took him out before as well. Well, they say, uh, he say, they say like, uh, he's going to take him he out, and, the, and they say, him. you don't have that kind of firepower. It's like, first of all, we know that he does. Yeah, he does. Like, yeah. I don't even know Obviously what universe did. you're in, but he definitely has that kind of firepower. Um, and they say, and he says, victory through combat is impossible. It's like, what? Where we've have you been? We've defeated four times what's out there. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> he did literally ride into, like, how many? Is there 50 or something? I feel like they need to fully think on. about their options. Remember, Mando has a jetpack, so he could fly out and distract them for you. Yeah, you're wearing uh, impenetrable armor too, so you don't even worry. Yeah. Not not that you should worry because stormtroopers sorry. can't hit for shit anyway. You had <laughs> options here. I'm sorry, you had options. Um, so, um Lucky Yeah, I guess right after go ahead. Lucky IG can withstand lava. Yeah. That doesn't melt well, anything, I mean, any wires. Like, and... that one, I was willing to give a pass on it because it, like, is presumably made out of something stronger than regular steel, like Jura steel. And we don't know how easy that melts in life. So I was like, I don't know. Um, I call bullshit on it. This part infuriates me. The troopers don't shoot him for ages. Immediately. And yeah, then, that... it gets worse, he reveals his self-destruct and then they all put their guns down. <laughs> so I just like everything's backwards first of all you shoot him the second you see him that's, that's what you do but no they're like ooh this yeah, is interesting look at this droid um, I'm trying to military grade bounty hunter droid he's just walking out yeah it reveals his thing and oh let's put our guns down it's like whoa why would you show me this <laughs> just, just explode <laughs> Jesus Oh, that's oh a... what? It's blinking red and it's going to self-destruct. Put your guns down, everybody. It is insane. <laughs> oh, a headmet wool yeah. just said, uh, couldn't they have taken the bomb out of IG and just, like, thrown it? Or just oh, shot him yeah, in the head before he even got close. Oh, well, that mean, like, they could hit him. Mando could have just, just grabbed it and thrown it out there. And well, if you remember, up. Mando's got his little bombs. Why couldn't he have used them? Why didn't he yeah. use one of those? Well, he he has so many options. Just throw one or two while you zoom out with your jetpack. And yeah, the 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 explosion kills all the troopers and we're done. Only one guy left. Yeah. Um, literally. Dumb. Literally. So Gideon starts shooting at them even though they have Baby Yoda and the whole fucking point of this season is to collect <laughs> Baby Yoda alive. Well, no, the bounty was to bring him alive or dead. Oh, the the There's specific... nothing left if he blows him up to the <laughs> lava river. Uh, if he wants DNA, maybe he could scrape it <laughs> off the rocks. There's not going to be anything left. <laughs> 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 he'll search in the lava, he'll get some. Yeah, a little chard. That's a... yeah. And yeah, and just don't, the preference is alive. They, they made that clear. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure Madness Arm should have broken off when he was... Uh, Attached to the ship and getting pulled along. That's hero, some... hero plot protection. That was a lot of instant, like, oof. yeah, 
Lot of hero instant, strength of suddenly. Yeah, just just hero oh. strength. But I mean, oh, look, that is this, something we see a lot in most hero no, movies. There's no way you are not holding on. <laughs> You're getting whipped around by a Tie Fighter spinning around. You are n no, no. You are no. You're out. Uh, that one, I don't have too much issues. Is being heroic and heroes can do amazing feats, and so that one's easy. Stop to... making that no. argument. No, <laughs> it's true. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's true though. We see that in so many movies and TV shows. It's just a, a standard that it's easier to accept that heroes doing it's heroic not, things. That, 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 what do you mean? Is like, I'm not accepting whole... it. Yep. Yeah, that you, you don't get you don't get magical protection because you're the protagonist. Because That's why we have a problem with oh, we, we talk... yeah. We talked about this extensively in the last... Yeah, no, I know, but I thought we settled yeah. on the whole idea that you select the protagonist because they're special, not that the protagonist is special because they are the protagonist. No, that's, that's, selected. A, that's, a, that, no, that's a chicken and egg argument. Stories aren't no, really it's not a chicken and egg argument. It's yeah, not. It like, it no, it isn't. Is. No, of course not. the protagonist no, no, is going to be... No, that's not the argument. All right, all right, no, well, no, no, no. So what's the whole your... idea is that the, protag the protagonist is not endowed what? with special abilities. Chad, what do you think plot armor is? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing, and that's what I was saying before. Is plot armor is always going to exist in a story. It's a matter no. of if you can sell it believably. No, not, no. no yes, there is. No, yes, there is. Your job as a writer is to make the illusion that it's not there, but everything is the... plot. No, the, nothing is real. Heroes no, exist. No, the, the, we're not talking about reality. We're talking about a story. You, are <laughs> you don't need to contrive. Hang on, hang on. Everything is contrived in a story because you're making it up. So your job as a writer is to create the illusion that it feels believable, okay? That's the whole point. And so everything is going to be plot armor. It's a matter if you can make it bad or good. And your job as a good writer is no, to make it believable be and for it to not... Yeah, we might be getting bogged down in definitions because you might think plot armor is universally an unacceptable thing and it's only plot armor when it isn't believable plot armor is when a character basically is saved by the plot because they otherwise would have been killed okay so honest question chat have you ever watched or experienced a story where there wasn't plot armor um, because everything is plot, if I'm using the definition of when you're constructing a story well, around I mean and protagonist really, actions, then technically, plot like for, for instance, the capacity yeah. that a main character is strong enough to fight in a one-on-one -on -one fight that he doesn't get killed and is able to beat his opponent. That is technically a type of plot, all right, oh, really? protecting him, but it's justified more by the fact that he's capable of doing it. No, and because so if he wins writer, through his own merits, he doesn't need to be protected plot armor. by him. That's okay, so then we're, then we're just using different definitions because it seems like... Um, well, but couldn't I use yours? I could extrapolate a lot from yours. Ray won because she has plot armor. Yeah, and that would be a bad case of using it. You, what? what? <laughs> you can't just this say, like, that's though. bad and this is okay. No, but because you can take it on a case-by-case -case and figure out which is more justified in the narrative for them to survive. But it is a narrative. It is a plot. And so, ultimately, it's always going to be confronted. So if you can justify it... In the, the idea universe, in the universe is not, the is not a plot. Yeah. Yes, the universe is a real universe. Hang it's on, hang on. You're talking about the, the Star Wars universe? Well, what no, what in we're talking about in, in stories in he, general Mando is the is idea. not the protagonist. Yeah. The idea is that if... No, but in this Mandalorian, he absolutely is the protagonist. No, 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 no wait, hold on. What, the, the point no, that's trying to be made is the idea that when you're telling a story, the idea is... The idea is to convince somebody that it's real, and so effectively, the way that you're treating it is: this is a no, story no. that is Can happening. I just correct you? We are 
presenting the. Can I just because proper definitions okay. of like you're not trying to convince the real that's real because obviously everyone knows it's not real. Your job is to make it believable and feel real. That's I think. Right, what, what, what I'm trying to get at is the idea that like when we talk about the story, but you're not meant to be thinking a guy sat in his office and wrote this down. It's meant to be like a gateway into a world that could exist. And in Star Wars, the, there is no like protagonist. If if like the Star Wars universe existed. There is no protagonist. Like the, there are characters who inhabit it. The protagonist is from our perspective. They're the person who's been selected to be the, the focal be point followed. of the story. So like Mandalorian is not a protagonist. He's a guy. And from our perspective, he's the protagonist because it's his show that we're watching. But if 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 we treat it like it's real, he's no more special than anybody in particular. He's no, just you a person have, that no, we've no, decided I, to focus I, on. I, I disagree completely. You can make protagonists more special based on training, upbringing, you know. Agreed, agreed. Lines. Yeah. We agree with both of those. Because they're the protagonists. Okay. No, but... Uh, no, it's because they uh, have this the is the chicken and egg, No, this is the chicken and egg thing. Because you can choose to give a character those backgrounds, qualities to give them more special abilities because you've chosen them to be the protagonist. And so that's that point is just no, one arguing, of those things lacks circular. an in-universe explanation. One of those no, you can, is completely outside of the universe. No, no, but you were trying to say that you uh, like this is why the chicken egg thing is weird to me that you're even arguing the point because you're saying that you will not ascribe unique qualities to a character because they're the protagonist, that no, they'll be the, the protagonist the because, because they have the unique qualities. The idea is that you're trying to treat the characters like they're real people who existed before you decided to make the story. So, i.e., Mandalorian is a guy who has these certain abilities and things like that, and he is going to be the main character of our story, not, all right, Mando's going to be our main character, so let's figure out what we're trying to, you know, set up I as our... The no, idea like, I think. Wait, wait, wait. Like, let me. It's let, let me try. Wait, 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 wait. I want to try something. Yeah. So, if we were okay. to, if Earth, if we were able to have everything in Earth was recorded from the start to the end, whatever, uh, we get a ghost cam. We follow Christopher Lee from life to death, and we make you know all of it is. We cut out the boring bits and we line it up to be narratively relevant, and then we've completed it. We we process it and we make a story out of like an actual movie. You wouldn't like say, for example, he does something amazing in World War Two. Uh, in some way, shape, or form, and you're like, he did that because he's the protagonist. We'd all be like, well, no, 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 he's got, like, loads of training. It's all justified. This is all very real. This actually happened. He's not the yeah, protagonist of Earth. Happened. He's a guy. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's, well, that really happened. I'm talking about a story that you're constructing from scratch, and you're trying to and say that what you can... The thing is, that, like, the, the reason why this argument aspects. doesn't work, like, of course you can choose to give a character unique traits based on the fact that they're the protagonist as a writer. And to disprove your thesis, all you need to do is have someone do that somewhere in it's history and still write a good a story. Though. And of course that can happen. Yes, it's because they're protagonists. Like, this will work better if the protagonists mm. will have these I'm qualities. less concerned with that part. I'm more concerned with it. you're willing to give passes to people like Mando for doing ridiculous things because they're the protagonist. That doesn't even make sense. No, that's... Um, Mandalorian's had more training, okay? His, that's uh, different. What you're arguing is that's a different argument yeah. entirely. Yeah, but general, like, that's to me is very much the same argument because. No, it's not. That's saying, a completely different no, argument. No, no, because when I say he's the protagonist, I'm saying as if, like, it's a given fact, generally it is, that they are more exceptional than the average person and can not necessarily. Things. Not, necessarily. not necessarily, but in most cases, especially Mandalorian's case, he is generally more exceptional no, than the average stop, person. Stop, 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 stop. You're using a completely different stop. argument now. We're talking about he's achieved something that's physically impossible for his species, and you're like, he's the protagonist. That's got nothing to do with what trading he has. Yeah, but in 
general, you know, storytelling and stuff like that, you can get away um, if you can execute it right for the hero to get away with things that should generally realistically be physically impossible. No, but I think sometimes, no, wait, 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 wait. You can sometimes get away with it if you do it subtly and correctly. You think that that's never the case? Because I I don't think it should be until until I'm proven wrong, no. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there are I feel like there would be many movies you have watched where the protagonist has done something that technically should be physically (laughs) impossible that you didn't even notice as a flaw. Well, that would be that would be on me. That's that's if Rags pointed out in like Buffy or whatever, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, that is a problem. That this is this is a, this is good because you've accepted that it does happen, okay, and that if you don't know, it's not because it's you, but this is my point. Though. If it's, it's... if you if you can pull it off in a subtle way that is not going to throw people out of the story, and it and then it can enhance the story, you can be justified in make, choosing that option for the effect that it can give. I can make that justification awesome for factor. any kind of flaw. Yeah, but sometimes you can justify something for the awesome factor if it works the knife, sometimes it the knife disappeared in TLJ because if it didn't yeah, yeah. she See, would have that's died what, that's a clear one it's a clear one where it doesn't okay no it does she would have died and she's the protagonist we can't have yeah, that happen the yeah or you could just not have the you know dagger in the hand in the first place no it doesn't matter she's solved. the protagonist so yeah. it's fine she can do things that are See, impossible she can survive impossible scenarios no 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 alright so an example of contrivances that keep the protagonist alive when Luke is trying to get off the death star okay this is justified very easily that there are enough ships somewhere that um, there's a ship he can find to get away. But ultimately, that will be a contrivance because it's the choice of the writer to decide that there were enough ships. It's not contrived at all. No, no, perfectly reasonable. Easily, it can just as easily be chosen by the writer that all the ships were damaged and it was too late before they everyone had it. You know, that would be contrived. What do you mean? Because There's no reason to assume the entire hangar bay has exploded. What? Why would that have happened? That would take too long to get from where is in the throne room to the hangar bay before it explodes. That Why would that be the logical... case? Emperor Palpatine must have a system in place to get him out of there quick if he needs it. Are you sure? Why not? Yeah. Wouldn't it be more well, contrived for him not to? But see, no, I don't. I think you know where the throne room is, and however long it takes to get around the Death Star, Luke doesn't know. He doesn't have a blueprint of the place, so it would be easy for him to get lost. And so. The thing is, when you make decisions like that, it's not a problem because it's easy to justify. But if we're going to be honest about that's the not the same as Mandalorian surviving no, impossible but my scenarios. Point is here, if we're being honest about the nature of storytelling, is that everything is a choice from the writer, okay? And the the goal of the writer is to um, make things believable, even though ultimately that, none of it is fine. But that's not how anyone colloquially uses the term "contrived" when talking about okay, events well, then and maybe a I'm story. Using the wrong, I think uh, yeah, are you maybe saying, I'm using the wrong word terminology. I think you're using the term that should be arbitrary. Possibly, possibly. I um, guess, like, I don't really. If if it's um, I you know, I don't want to when I'm when I'm consuming a piece of media think somebody wrote this. I want to be yeah. thinking. That it's something that well, actually happened. All the of the flaws we've been yeah. highlighting, I've been trying to offer like they did this so that they could have this. And when I say they, someone yeah. you should be like, what do you mean they? It's like I'm obviously referring to the writers. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It's like whenever something like this happens, it takes me out of it because when I'm when I watch like Saving Private Ryan and everything is just working, it doesn't feel like I'm watching a movie. It feels like I'm following the story of these characters who could have really existed and could have really gone on this journey. I like yeah, they don't get hit sometimes when you know they might have been able to get hit but like that's 
that's just you know that happens that could happen that's feasible to me yeah as opposed yeah yeah to exactly and and they've been able to so the thing is yeah shooting, you know. this is my point the thing is they've been able to make that believable but ultimately for instance when in saving private ryan where they're um trying to take the uh um uh that hill where that has the bunker there and one of the guys mm -hmm. gets shot. The fact that the writer chose that one of the minor characters got shot and not the main character like Tom Hanks is a choice from the writer. Ultimately, if I'm using it right, is that that is a contrivance because it's a choice from the writer. And it's no, it's a type of plot armor, but it's a it's believable type it's, of plot I would, armor. I think that's a so, so the difference, okay, it's a, it's, the difference okay, is I'm that... The, di so, the difference is, all of them could have survived, all of them could have died, two of, of them could have died, died yeah. four of them could have mm -hmm. died, one of them could have died, any- all of these are possible, the writer has complete freedom. Mm -hmm. Mando surviving yes. being pulled along by a TIE fighter from a wire, this is not happening. His arm is broken at best. Um, yeah, look, He's I'm not saying up. it's not a stretch, I've never said that, but I'm saying it's easier to accept yeah, exceptional things when it's a uh, particularly trained or oh, well, exceptional person. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to knock your suspension of disbelief. It's entirely on you. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and so I guess it might be how you approach it individually. Going back to the Saving Private Ryan thing, where it could be anyone, my whole well, point about the plot armor thing was that technically that is a type of plot armor. You are protecting the protagonist from getting shot in by a purely like arbitrary decision by the writer that he doesn't want their main ta main character to be killed at that point that is a type plot armor but it's believable and it's so easy to accept and you're able to maintain right, the illusion there's a lot of stuff that works in favor of that a captain is going to be yeah a captain's going to be better at fighting in a war than like a, a medic so it's not like it's totally unsubstantiated. It's not like it was yeah, yeah, completely it, it, up to it's chance. far more There's believable. That's that, working exactly, in the favor exactly. Of the other so this is my point. If you can justify plot armor, it can work. And, and it's, it's not plot armor. It's already it's justified that not everybody yeah. on the beach gets shot. It's see, not plot see, armor. I, no, see, I don't know because if it's an element of the plot that is a choice from the writer, and the only reason why the main character is not dying is a choice from the writer, um, I think. Yeah, uh, it can qualify. It, like, it, it'll, so it'll come down to our definitions of plot armor, because if you think plot armor only is defined by an unacceptable protection, well, then my, you know... An impossible or harshly unlikely protection. Unjustified, yeah. yeah. yeah so, i.e., you know, if somebody... If the main character is, like, two feet away from an explosion and they live, it's like, wow, if you weren't the main character, you probably would have died. You know, it's that kind of thing. That yeah, that's what we all use it for. Just snaps you out of it. Okay, see, yeah. it's not. To, I don't know because when I when yeah. just because something never doesn't in any moment happen to a character that isn't bad doesn't mean it's plot doesn't armor. Mean it's plot it's armor, not yeah. plot armor when a character okay. is walking down a forest and a tree doesn't fall on them. See, I don't yeah. like when I hear plot armor. I have generally like in this context, I was thinking things that protect the character due to just choices in the plot. And I was applying it that way. And so if you like define it your way, then what I'm saying doesn't apply at all. So, so basically, I, I'm so contrivance means for our purposes, contrivance means a device, especially in literary or artistic composition, which gives a sense of artificiality. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that breaks you out of it. The thing that makes you go, "Oh okay. yeah, this was made by somebody." Yeah, this isn't a real so, mistake. This is a do you story. feel that? Yeah, do you feel that there's a element of subjectivity to what you does? What is determined? What breaks a person out um, of it? There can be. Well, it just depends on what we're specifically breaks, talking about. What breaks them out of it is for sure. But I'm if sorry, a character does something I, that's impossible, then so it doesn't I get, really yeah. matter what I think. Because, yeah, yeah but if um. Uh, 
you're able to pull it off in such a way that it doesn't break most people out of the story and it enhances it in some other way, that might be a an appropriate exchange or sacrifice to get the coolness. I think you can get coolness without breaking these things in almost every scenario yeah, it's ever used. I, that, that's in good every writing. Scenario? That's what good um, writing uh, is. I mean, yeah, that's that's what in every yes, scenario. What good writing is good writing is when you manage to find a way to make something really yeah, cool. Yeah, unless you're talking about yes, because great. remember they're Sorry. only in those scenarios. No, no, because, because there are other elements there. to yeah, there are other elements to writing that you need to consider, like expediency and stuff like what, that. What, if you, you can you, achieve you, a but, cool factor by doing something simple and it's it pushes the limit, but it doesn't break it, and most audiences will be well, fine. I guess uh, I my question would be, Shad, do you, would, would you disagree that it wouldn't be better in every instance to do something that makes sense and is still cool, as opposed to something that doesn't make sense but is cool? Would it always be could, preferable to go for you the You need to option? take it on. Yeah, no, I agree. You need to take it case by case and determine it on an individual thing. If you can always do it, yeah, if you can. But sometimes it it might be more expedient and or it will take too much well, uh, writing or working around that's to set that up. Looking at the but you've written that's them that's into the job, that scenario. You know, they're only yeah, in know, those scenarios because you've been they've been placed there arbitrarily. So if they're in a situation yeah. where you can't get them out of it without you appealing to, to a contrivance yeah, to or a plot that's... armor or something like that, then and this is no small feat, by the way. This is an interesting. This is an interesting situation. So say you're in that. And the only way that you could fix it is by rewriting most of the I've story. Been in this or, or I've been... if, or if like... you can fit in a uh, way to protect the protagonist, yeah, like even in a cool way or something like that, that pushes the limit. It might draw some people, but most of the people it'll be fine. All right, that might be a valuable exchange that you could be willing to make if it saves you from having to rewrite half of the story. I, bloody hell, rewrite half the story. I've, I've been, been in the, what happened that made you have to do that? Story two pages. Yeah, I know. Well, hang on, hang on. There are times when you're writing a story and you're, you know, over halfway through and you could run into something that is fundamentally broken. Trust me, it happens. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd say the harsh. I was going to say the harsh reality is you're going to have to commit to rewriting. You no, know, sometimes you can salvage it, and you don't ruin the story in any measure. Even it might, the, it might, it might push. Salvage. It might. Yeah, no. The thing is, if this is only one small potential flaw, and the rest of the story is really, really good, that's an exchange that can be appropriately made. Then go I back to stop being just, good. And... Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Right. Is I just disagree. Like fundamentally, for me, whenever I'm approaching a writing issue, if I can't fix it, then yeah, like it's got to go. Like that's that's just how it is for me. Like it's just gotta go if if it can't be fixed, um. But that that's that's different in terms of methodology because that's not really like whatever methodology somebody decides. I want to highlight by the way, this one's not like a Gideon, small sure. representation of Mando's strength. Like this allows him to defeat Gideon, the boss of the season. Does he not? Does he boost in the direction to kind of reduce the whiplash? He like he shoots the thing and then he gets trailed. And then he's dragged along. along. Mm, I would need to see it to see. Yeah, but that is a defense uh, someone could offer, is that, you know, a small boost that you might not even be able to see. Yeah, uh, he's just getting dragged. Reduced uh, G-Force and stuff. And <laughs> so, it's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, this little look. <laughs> yeah. <so weird>. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. He's, his arms are coming off of his... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. If, if we go back... You could actually measure the acceleration force from where he's stationary and then There's when he no goes forward. There's no way he's oh, surviving I would like, I'll be <laughs> interested. I'll be interested to get a scientific breakdown. But um, is there joints in the armor or mesh 
let's hold it together. Look, there are ways people could try and justify the fix for it. And ultimately, and ultimately, ultimately, I don't think it is uh, like for a lot of people. I don't think it's a episode breaking event that he I don't care is able what to, most people think. Yeah, we're not. That's well, no, never... no, this is important. This is important. Like, even if you're just trying to say that this is an objective flaw, okay, as the writers, they might have been willing to make that trade if it's cool and stuff. And I'm not that's trying the problem, to. <laughs> objectively. That's I was going to say that that's a lot of the reasoning for why things happen in the yeah. sequel trilogy is that it looks cool. It would oh, yeah, yeah. And I like, and cool. some, and this is the thing. I think it's a scale, okay? I don't think it's either one or the other. Like the retarded idea of having the Star Destroyers buried to get the cool shot of it being raised out of the ground. The only way that we can really find out why they decided to have them buried is that that cool shot of them coming out of the ground. But it is so dumb on so many levels that it's impossible but what to if most people logically. are okay with it i'll be interested to find out but I what if most people are okay with it i would be i would want to find out if but most people are okay with it it's a hypothetical scenario yeah just like just like with mandalorian's thing it doesn't make it realistic i'm not saying it reduces the floor by any means so the amount of people okay. who are fooled by it or not doesn't actually impact what actually happens on screen no, no, um, because obviously if that pulls out way too many people, and I think it has by all the people complaining about it, <laughs> you can say it's like, no, that's oh, not really big. What do you mean? I guess, uh... it's, like, it's it doesn't it doesn't matter how many people have bought into it or believe it or even point it out. These things are independent. Of I want to I want to highlight that weapon being missing. I I would hazard a guess that ninety nine percent of audiences didn't even notice. No and yet, it's yeah, one of the I most significant errors in yeah. TLJ. It's a huge mistake. Yeah, it's massive. But most people I wouldn't even have noticed. Is, I'm, I'm not really. I'm not keen. Well, on no, hang on. No, no. It's an a... interesting thing because how many people would have noticed that the dagger was kept in and it was holding it back? I think they probably missed that too. Um, yeah, maybe. So that would still be a, a mistake, wouldn't it? Egregious. Yeah, of course it would. Of course. It would. The idea is that it's. it's but see, again, these are far more agree. Yeah, these are far more egregious kind of. Well, um, the reason that's egregious in, in, is that... In realism, yeah, these are far more egregious flaws in realism with nowhere near the payoff that you might want to get out of it, which is why they are far less justified and they can be identified as inexcusable flaws. Where there are some things that are unrealistic that you could try and excuse if it works and it pays off. Well, like, I guess um, I guess the thing would be is... The only example I can think like, of all right, is video good example. games. Like, Jack only... Yeah, a Jackie Chan fight scene. He gets so many hits in the head that he should have a concussion and he wouldn't be able to survive. But um, the, guess... for the for the sake of a long, drawn-out, enjoyable fight scene, we can suspend our disbelief far easier and accept that he is getting pummeled in the head. I don't and know. If dead. I see him getting in, hit in the head so much that I think he should have a concussion, then my suspension of disbelief's gone. I guess so. Um, oh, but I for most people, probably... that's not the case. And, what if it was? And they're willing to make that sacrifice. Well, then that would be a problem, but it's not, right? Because most not... people enjoy but Jackie Chan. But you just already like, agreed that you ever, hang on it. Have you honestly ever heard of someone? Yeah, but have you honestly ever heard of anyone complain about a Jackie Chan fight scene that is getting hit in the head too much? It's not a complaint that I've ever heard. You just did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It happened just a second ago. Me, right now, I'm the only one, and I'm bringing it up to state. Yeah, but this is the thing. I'm bringing it up to state that this is, in reality, something that is unrealistic, but for the sake of an enjoyable fight scene to make it drawn out more so we can enjoy the move and everything like that. No, I can't enjoy it if I see that. No, that's an an appropriate sacrifice. No, it's it's I can't enjoy it. It is. 
for you and for you, but it is an appropriate sacrifice so to make a more enjoyable fight scene overall. So whether or not it's but not it for seems most like people. it seems also, like whether or not it, so it's okay it's to do the plot armor thing when enough people are fooled by it. I guess um, if, what I'm trying if, to if go on if, if it is not if there's no near point that um uh, it it breaks it like because this is not comparable to the dagger thing because once you see it it's so that but you're saying me you're never going to be able to enjoy a Jackie Chan fight scene now because he gets hit I never in the said head that. too much. I never said but that, that seems to be the implication. Do you have a problem with it? The implication that I can never enjoy any Jackie Chan fight scene? Whether or not you no, can enjoy that... it is separate from whether or not it's a problem. Can you accept yeah. that it's that it, like is it too unrealistic for you to enjoy it now? Depends on the fight. Depends right, on the individual me... fight. Um uh, any Jackie Chan movie, Rumble in the I, Bronx. I don't really I don't think I've I haven't I can't really even name a Jackie Chan movie I've seen. It's been so mm. long if I've seen any of them. Um, martial arts uh, movies. Besides, this is actually uh, locking out the potential that we could fix them, as in have him hit in the head less and maintain yeah. the fun of the fight. Why did you write him to get hit in the head so much? Because sometimes it creates suspense that is getting hit back. Oh, I don't know. We, we don't have like to have him hit in the head to do that. Place. Yeah, yeah, but getting hit in if the head is an effective way he's getting to worn down. But, well, yeah, but isn't that having your cake and eating it? You're having him hit in the head because it's going to be dangerous for him, but you're simultaneously hoping nobody will care about the fact that he should be concussed. Yeah, but the thing is, it, that's exactly what is most people don't care that he's getting kicked in the head so much. Yeah, but most and, people. And so then why bother? And so this is what I mean about expediency. Yeah. This is what I mean about expediency. Um, because the, it would be more difficult to create suspense in trying to reconstruct a whole fight scene where he's never getting hit, or you just ha get him hit a couple of times, make it that he just shrugs it off, and you're able to achieve the same result with less work. I don't, I don't and, really. Uh, I don't want to advocate for like not working as hard. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I feel like it'd be a better idea to um to always encourage going for a solution that won't have a problem that will still yeah. get the intended effect. I don't really I don't think that like... it's impossible. Yeah, to do, I don't to feel like if I'm writing a story, yeah. I should be like, yeah, this is a problem, but most people probably won't notice it, so I'll keep it. Oh, in. that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm saying you should try and fix it, but there are times. I'm, I'm not saying this is a universal. I actually agree with you guys that you should always try and fix all problems if possible, but there are times in which you can actually honestly and effectively weigh up the pros and cons, and sometimes might actually be effective to do something that is then, actually unrealistic guess, to achieve a different end, like with the Jackie Chan fight scene. The bad, then you're acknowledging there's bad. Do you want to eliminate that? And let's, let's, some, let's do it well, right now. His jetpack should no, have been active throughout the whole scene. If it were, we could believe this much easier. Yeah, I, I, I agree, right? Done. Completely agree there. Done. Yeah. No, oh, his arm is out there. Yeah. I mean, as soon as, as soon as the wire attaches, he activates the jetpack as well, and he's just following the ship. And that would that would work with the wire yeah, directing that would, him. Yeah. That would fix it. But and as so it stands, that... it's not. He's the protagonist, so it's okay. It's no, it's a fuck no, up. No, but that it doesn't discount my point. That and I think it's more. Uh, my point is emphasized more with the Jackie Chan type of thing. Is there a more appropriate or easy way to build suspense in the fight scene with him not? getting hit at all and i think getting hit having him hit back is uh an effective part in the narrative of the fight scene um well we only said to, to avoid getting him hit in the head over and over again he can get hit no because that can make him come off as too uh, op and that is too dominating well we'd you have to see right to struggle because with mandalorian the, no, we have the... our example and we can talk through it we don't have the jackie chan fight scene on screen right now we can't even suggest alternatives to this potential where he should be concussed like we don't know Maybe, Maybe we'll do it for a future. Either. Well, this is what I'm saying is that, like, as Fringy just said, like, don't give up. 
Let's let's figure this out. I feel yeah. like this, yeah, yeah, and, and like so my point is, terms e of the flaw, not fixing it. I don't know. Even though there's a good easy fix for the Orion one. Doesn't mean that there's always is, and I think you have to approach. But you're always the... in those bad scenarios because you wrote themselves to be. Yeah, that's the important that's the part. Is that if, if you're no, entirely... not necessarily. Yes, not necessarily. you literally said yourself that every. Yeah, all of it is the writer's. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That. You're right. But I was looking at it in the perspective of a fight. Yeah, but it has to apply equally that... to everything. Yeah, yeah. Fight scene has writing in terms of yeah, what, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, where, yeah, and choreography and stuff. Unfortunately, I have to go poo, so I'll be back in a second. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, I think that uh, I would prefer to advocate for um, always trying to find the solution that is, as opposed to the idea of like I got a deadline, shit. Um, you know, we got to do it like this because this will mostly work. Like people will mostly not notice this. But it's a problem that I, I am even aware of the fact that it's a problem. You know, as opposed to, like, balancing up whether or not, you know, you have a character who does something that's kind of crazy but possible, as opposed to this, where he's going to get his arms ripped out of his shoulders. I want to address, <laughs> someone left a comment saying it would be pretty lame if our main characters had zero plot armor and just die unceremoniously from a stray bullet. So you don't have to make plot armor to prevent your characters from dying from stray bullets. No. Depends on how you define plot armor again. Well, plot armor is Would you... defined as... <laughs> because, yeah, I like... mean, the, the fact that you don't Do people who don't get shot in the place... army have plot armor? Yeah, we're not talking about that, though. We're talking about a story. So the difference, the literal difference is someone wrote it versus someone didn't write it. Yeah, because protagonists... So it's a useless you know, definition though... for this purpose. No, for the story, it's absolutely essential. When we're talking about plot armor, we're not talking about a, story a protagonist a... being alive. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, the difference is, you get to choose who is the protagonist in a story. In the real world, the people who end up surviving could be protagonists in a story if you built, built right, it around the, them. The whole but idea that's is completely different. You have control over a story. In the real world, you just have to see yeah. things play out the way but they do. The idea, the idea of who the protagonist is is a matter of POV. It's not that they're specifically special because... Like, they're not special in the context of the world that they exist in. They're just the character that we've selected They can to be follow. if the writer chooses well, that they're special in may, the context. Yeah, of course right, they can. But what, what, what I'm saying is that it's not, like, not by virtue of the fact that they are the protagonist. It can be. That's my point. It's the choice but, of the writer. The writer can ascribe new special qualities to the character because they're the protagonist. Yeah, but, but, but of it's course not, they but, can. But in, in the actual story itself, it's not by virtue of the fact that they're the protagonist. They are the in, protagonist. In, in the, in the universe of the world. But that's looking in-universe. We're talking about the writing structure that the writer no, we're, is we're, choosing to ascribe onto the when character. We're talking about, when we're talking about like critiquing work, it's all in-universe. We're not trying to... like. At least I'm not trying to go into the whole, like, you know, like, what the the meta context of whether or not they're a protagonist or not. I thought no. we were trying to... But sometimes like, you might have to, because if choices are made purely by the decision of the writer, like, bullets don't happen to hit the main character when they hit other people, that's a choice of the writer. You can justify it more adequately in the story with realism, like, if they're behind cover or other things like that. But it's always a choice of the writer. Right, but the, the whole idea of like engaging in a story and being immersed in it is that I'm never thinking the writer made such and such choice. The writer chose to do this because it would do this. The whole idea is that I'm meant to be treating it like it's actually happening. Like that that's the no, objective. Well, not that's necessarily. definitely the objective. No, well, no, I mean, not necessarily I mean, at all. 
I, I mean, I would say it definitely is the objective. No, no, like for instance, where, with my story, I had an end goal that I knew exactly where I was heading to. So I needed to manipulate and craft everything. Yep, so and warp it, it with the thinking about that, though. Is, is, no, no, exactly. The with the, and so I'm literally forcing everything around everything to get the characters to that end point, right? And so every single thing that causes mm-hmm. them to get to that point is an artificial thing I am purposely injecting. Yes, but but the, the, the illusion is... that it feels like it was a natural progression that they, if everything played out the way they would, in universe, that's the ultimate goal. There was no way that they well, could not have reached that like end location. Yeah, yes. But... The point that I'm trying to make is that you don't want anybody to think that it was something that you chose to do. Not and to mention, artificial more, the... from our POV is different than artificial in that universe. Artificial yeah yeah because uh, in the universe nothing is artificial it's meant to be things that are happening whereas yeah from i know that's what you want it's not that's real. you want exactly i'm saying that i've been saying that the whole time you want it to feel like that but ultimately in right. the story everything is artificial not in that universe in the universe but i'm talking about the, the, just the story as it exists everything is artificial it's fiction yes it but not in that life. universe in the universe, it's meant to be like it's real. In our like world, where that is happening. a story, it is. In that universe, it is not. It's not. Because if it's if it's not being treated like it's a re- it's a non-fiction, you know, reality in the, yeah, in but, the world, then... But either of our it. points are not contradicting one another, so I'm failing on what is being established by a stating us. Um, the, the problem is that it's, um, it's like, it's like it's being approached from, um, from, like, the opposite direction. You know, it's especially when it's the case is being made for you know expediency like it would be harder to to figure out you know to to really like fix the root problem and so it's okay because we recognize that it's a story and that the protagonist is special because the writer picked them for a reason and the writer created them to have specific attributes like these are not the things that we want to be thinking about no but that is but, but that is very much the case that can happen that the writer did pick him and gave him the attributes because they're the protagonist. The whole goal is to make it not feel like that, but that is the reality in many cases through the writing process. We're not talking about the writing process, though, here. We're talking about, like, what actually works or doesn't work in the story as opposed to, you know, the process that was happening for when they came up with it. At least that's what I'm trying to focus in on. Like, yeah, I recognize that, you know, when we're, when someone's writing a story, then... Like yeah, it's, they, I just think they it, made it, it all of the comes down to we don't normally discount contrivances by appealing to the audience's understanding that this is being written. That it's just yeah, yeah. Neither am I. Uh, like you, know, you guys you have not? been understanding the point that I no. I've been just saying my points have been sometimes you can justify certain elements of plot armor. Okay, even if it might be a little less unrealistic, but um, uh, if you need the character to survive because again, define plot armor. Again, we like. You know what is plot armor then? Because is a stray bullet not hitting the character plot armor? Well, kind of is according to the definition. definition. Yeah, that kind of is according to the definition of plot armor that I that I see because it's only be... not hitting the character because the writer is deciding it not to hit the main character. What is your definition of plot armor, though? No, the German decided to shoot that other guy. Like, what would be your personal definition for what you consider to be plot armor? It just might Every, help. I don't um, know. Like, the way that I'm kind of feeling it at the moment, and this could be an inefficient one, but the way that I've been kind of working like, and describing my argument around is anything that is protecting any character, whether the main character or not, by virtue of the decision of the writer. It is the, almost, by, the so it feels I, like almost by definition a protection given to that character in the plot as chosen by the author, hence it must be plot armor. 
But what if? But the then character... everything is everything that ever happens, where the yeah, character doesn't kind of die as plot armor. But then yeah, it's a useless turn. Then, I would, then I would go armor. further. Then I would go further that there is bad plot armor and appropriate plot armor if I'm working within this definition. And bad plot armor is plot armor right, that but, can't but be justified I, I accurately or that, effectively in the narrative. The issue is that you've extended it to things that are impossible, like a guy not getting his arms ripped off when he latches onto a, like. The only reason his arms didn't get ripped off is because he is the protagonist, as opposed to yeah, his arms didn't get appealing, ripped off because... Bring his appealing yeah. to us at our POV now instead. So back when I said, why would Bill Burr go after Mandalorian? You can say like, well, Bill Burr's character, he seems to be a bit reckless. He thinks that blah, blah, blah. Or you could have said, well, the writer wrote him that way. Yeah. The, 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 di the difference is you're arguing from our POV as consumers versus in-universe. Yeah, what if another character in-universe saw that and they were to describe what happened and try to explain it? Sorry, repeat that last part. If, if someone else in the story was to witness that, what would they think? I don't know. Uh, like, how would could, they explain uh, it? There are, there are many different reactions you could describe to a character. I mean, but, but so, if they, so they're I, looking I, at... I do have a question. Because this part will be down to a subjective kind of interpretation. Do you feel his arm being ripped off? Is that as uh, flawed uh, and, you know, disbelief, like uh, an, sorry, is that as uh, unrealistic as the dagger disappearing? Um, it, so if we lead it to his logical conclusion, it, let's say it broke his arm. He then loses grip on the wire, I guess. Or he could still theoretically maybe get to the ship with the jetpack. He doesn't necessarily need that arm to be functioning. He might be able to grab a bomb and place it on, then drop off. So maybe there's a chance that everything could still run the way it was. With the knife, there isn't. She'd be dead. Yeah, yeah. so my point is that there's a spectrum. And I guess I just have a This is still pretty bad. Of my, it's yeah, still really like, bad, though. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I guess my tolerance or suspension of disbelief in this realm of things about the protagonist doing more physically incredible things, I have a higher tolerance for that. Yeah, but it just seems to, to me it's nowhere near as bad as the dagger disappearing. And so I'm mean, much it's much easier for me to just go, ah, okay. I guess it's just because it all seems to be rooted in there, the protagonist. I don't know. Like it's because that's what because yeah, plot armor like if, is um, So wait, what happened well, like, what about I, if this was Kara that this happened to? Yeah, would it be Kara, okay if her arm broke hang on, and then Kara, she died? Kara Dune? Well she's an absolute yeah. tank and beast and so I actually feel like she'd be able to survive it easier. Um, nobody nobody's doing this. No human right, what, being what is right, no, we'll, we'll just keep moving. What about Carl Weathers? Carl hang on, no, I, I wouldn't think Carl Why not? Well there's no near he's older for one, he's not near as Yeah, but he's so he's the secondary so character. How come you say that? How come you said that is the reason and not because he isn't the protagonist? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Are you saying that the protagonist so isn't stronger? Healthy? It doesn't. No, no, no. It doesn't How hurt Mando I... because he's the protagonist, but it does hurt Carl Weathers because he's old. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and uh, I don't think it discounts my point that because when I say he's the protagonist, that was just shorthand for me saying he has generally better special abilities and physically stronger than other characters. Carl Weathers is a good example. Um, and so that's what I meant when I was saying he's the protagonist. All right. That's an argument we can respond to. If you said Mando is okay. strong enough to survive that, I would argue he's not. He's a human. His arm would be broken. 
And someone else has uh, argued in chat that his armor would have done it. The arm is the wrist. The wrist is a gauntlet. You pull on yeah, that with the kind of force. Cut, that arm is he coming gets with it. By the blade at the beginning of the second episode on the non-armored part. That part is not armored. It's not even it's about that though. The wrist honestly, isn't. The wrist yeah, isn't connected to the suit. Sense, yeah. It's on its own. It would make a lot more sense if his armor functioned as some type of exoskeleton that could support, you know, additional forces, impacts, and weights, and and pulls mm. and other things like that. But there's no indication that it does work like that. It could answer it if they, you know, put it in. But like I was saying before, I have um, I have more tolerance to accept this kind of thing with characters that are obviously physically stronger and heroic in the context of the story. But you get how and, that's and not I the same argument. That being, that's not the same. No, as no, because I was saying it. Be, I was saying uh, that's what I meant. When I was saying he was the protagonist. That's not like. You're appealing that's to protagonists yeah. rather than appealing to training history. And if you say that's the same thing, I would argue it's very much not. One uh, well, is... I, I fully admit that I picked poor wording when I was okay. saying that. But that is what I meant. I hope you can understand that. All right, then. <laughs> okay. yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're actually close to the end of this now. The, the next one I've got is there's a, there's a declarative statement from Kara saying blasters are useless. And then Kara and Mando both start shooting again. Start at shooting the... at it again, yeah. So that's I interesting. Mean, you got him, I guess. And um, there's a. Uh, I'm trying to show it, but it keeps glitching up. I'm gonna put the cover on a second, but you guys can pull this up yourself. If you have a copy on 3843. There's a little uh, little cheat. He arrives onto the ship, and uh, he's clearly both his his gun is holstered. And then uh, they just change the camera shot, and he suddenly has a gun in his hand. He doesn't have one. They've done that before. And then he has one. Yeah, they, like, that's cheating, because it's uh, it's gonna be tough to grab it. I'm I'm gonna let it go. I'm just saying. Um, uh, this isn't as bad as Kylo and Tross, but surviving the crash, it's like, all right, got him off. Gideon's okay. He made it. I yeah, I'll crashing. I'll assume that they just they they built to be able to crash. <laughs> yeah, they just I mean, thought ahead. Tie fighters were just gonna <laughs> make it good for crashing. Nearly all ships in Star Wars must have some type of inertial dampening, otherwise people would be pancakes inside with the rate, you know, you know, G-forces mm -hmm. that are imparting on themselves with turning and stuff, and that would help people survive a bit, depending if the, you know, inertial dampeners are still functioning when the ship is it, during a crash from damage or something. Because, um, um, gee, like, I have, I have trouble believing that um, Rise of Skywalker crashed with Kylo that any inertial dampeners were still working after that thing was a ball and rolled a couple of times. They chose exploded. to animate slash CGI that explosion on top of him, or I even know. if it were real, they chose that. That is, uh, <laughs> that's, that's baffling, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so yeah, again, this is obviously the scenario where they would have possibly all been dead if not for the Smith had to give the, uh, the jetpack, so that's, that's good that that happened. Um, and uh, at the end of the episode, that he's 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 told he's welcome to rejoin the guild, despite everything that's happened, kind of blows my mind. Yeah, yeah that's insane. Sorry, he what should was that never be able to get a job it. in this business again. He's welcome to rejoin the guild after everything that's happened, according to Carl. Oh Lewis. yeah, that one is. Uh, that one. It's hilarious. Uh, the they just have Queel's grave at the end, and he's just like, all right. Uh, I, I just, it just bothers me that there wasn't more done for that character, and more recognition of why and how he's died, and what it means. It's just like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> this is grave. I got one. Um, Kara says, looks like we cleaned up the town. And I'm like, how the fuck have you established that? Because <laughs> like, there's no more troopers. The river, so the troopers outside the river hatch, they were 
the last ones. They're all the other ones were dead. That you got them all. There's none left. All right. Sure. Okay. I believe that, I guess. Um. Yeah, and they didn't check if Moff Gideon had died, even though, as far as they're aware, he's the whole reason any of this is happening. Oh, yeah, yeah kind of right. weird that they just don't <laughs> check. Seems like, Seems like... I really hope Season 2's drama isn't based on the fact that they didn't check if he's died. But they let him dead. Live, yeah. Well, it will be. He's clearly going to be the... the well, let, let's guy. hope. Oh, let, let's... He has a he has a dark saber. That's going to yeah. mean... Let's hope he has a boss, all right? Let's hope he has a boss that's making him do all this, okay? I doubt it, but... I like how he gets out and he just turns on the sword. It's so cool. Isn't it so cool? Do you guys think it's cool? I think it's cool. I'm not hearing anyone say it's cool. What the fuck? You know, I'm, I'm gonna play it for the stream. Look how fucking cool this is. It's got a dark saber. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> fucking cool. Look at that, guys. Guys, how fucking cool is? He is so cool. Wow, Moff Gideon is the coolest. I can't wait for Moff Gideon to battle Mando on like a fuck it, when it's raining at the top of a hill with his dark saber. I wonder what Mando's melee weapon's gonna be. I hope Some it's a dark saber. Axe or a, a, a Mandalorian helmet saber. made of lightsabers. Or he'll just get a normal lightsaber, maybe. So <laughs> cool. Have, 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 a fight, yeah. have to have a lightsaber fight. I like how chat like it's a vibroblade. It's like, yes, we were very serious just now. <laughs> yeah. All of that was uh, very serious. So anyway, uh, we got a grand total of like. I want to just say on average, something like 20 times that Mando would have died if not for his um, his armor throughout the whole show, which just, you know, makes you wonder <laughs> what he was doing before he got that armor. I don't know. Um, he was just tanking hits, man. The entire point of the season plot is ruined the second the faux Empire expose themselves in the hopes of capturing Baby Yoda on Navarro. They'll hire and pay countless bounty hunters to go and find this creature while having its location on hand, only for them to assault the person with Baby Yoda themselves, even to the point of killing their own men. That just destroys the whole season. Uh, the fobs in general damage essentially everything we understand about how bounty hunting works as a profession or, or in relation to people hunting people is all very confusing. Mando and a lot of the other characters make extremely stupid decisions regularly. It's really difficult to take him seriously as a competent veteran bounty hunter. The season was really small, Despite the fact that they had a lot of filler, it's surprising, and what I'm referring to is just episodes that don't push along what is the urgent plot in the show. Uh, Mando has to forget how fobs work in order for them to have filler as well, which is baffling. Um, there's like f literally four episodes and even them are drawn out. Then th th there's like all of the fights and the action, when you pause and slow down, there's loads of contrivances and, and, and just silly choices made by friendlies and enemies at all times. Obviously, Mando's armor, just that, that, that issue in general. The, his position on droids is confusing, inconsistent to say the least, and uh, his attitude about Baby Yoda throughout, which these, to me, are all extremely fundamental. And then, like, if you strip all of this down, what you're left with, to, as far as I'm concerned, is a, is a broken season of television, and uh, it's extremely rushed as well, and they had so much to work with, and this, this, these two streams have been to explain why I don't think it's very good. 
Um, there's, an, there's an interesting comment. I'd like it verified if anyone can saying using the final velocity of 117 miles a second, that gives us an average acceleration of 76.0 miles second squared or 7.8 G's. That's big, but it's survivable, especially for someone like the Mandalorian. See, um, I don't, I don't, it's not, the, it's not just the 7.8 It's not just the G's. Hap that happening all at once. Yeah, it's the sudden force on his forearm. Yank. Well, no, yeah, well, you would need to find out if the socket can survive that level of well, the, the thing is, is like, um, it's an instantaneous acceleration. I'm going to go ahead and bet no. Basically. Yeah, probably not. No. Uh, let's see. How, how much, how much, what are we looking for? How, uh, how much force can pull an arm off? <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. so it looks like when undergoing an accelerate, and this is only acceleration, this is a very specific question to ask, but when you get to nine Gs, your body feels nine times heavier, blood rushes to the feet, heart can't pump enough to bring this heavier blood to the brain. Uh, your vision narrows to a tunnel, it goes black. If acceleration doesn't decrease, uh, you pass out and die. Yeah, um, I'd say seven times the weight of something pulling on your socket should be enough to rip it off. Yeah, especially well, if yeah, it's all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, do you want to get final final tisms done? So, like, just conclusions about the show. Either the three yeah, of you can I'll go first. Yeah, probably hop off after. Uh, yeah, after that. Um. Oh, maybe Shad. Do you want to go first? Or sorry, what was the last part? So I, I gave I gave a sort of blurb for what I think of the show as a whole. I guess either of you three can go next. Oh, yeah, uh, lots of problems. I found it enjoyable overall still for, you know, arbitrary reasons. Happy to admit that. And I, uh, you know, won't try and say that. Well, I won't say it's good, uh, but if you can find enjoyment in similar things that I did, you could enjoy it. Uh, that's kind of my view on Mandalorian at the moment. I, I, don't want, I don't want to push you out of not liking it if you did like it, because I, I could definitely see, like, uh, I definitely was keen to like this one. I like space bounty hunters. I feel like there's not an, a lot of space bounty hunter stories, but yeah, I, I, uh, so I don't think it's good. Um, and maybe it's uh, in perspective, like from, again, more has been showing me Buffy and we're up to the really good stuff now. Um, and it's really good. And then when I sort of come back to watching Mando yesterday, it was just frustrating. I think that's a big problem with this show is that it just frustrates me because I feel like it has a lot of potential. I feel like it could have been good if what happened in this season was stretched out for a longer period of time. It could have been more potent. It could have really been punchy. It's a great universe. It's like a great idea. It's a great idea. But uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan of this one. Next up. That'll be your rags. No, well, it's wow. either of them. Either of them are could you, go first. I, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you two for the most part. Um, I, I originally really liked the first episode and thought it was yeah, really I good. Um, I remember we watched it together, the three of us. We watched it together, yep. uh, and we were all we were on board. We were ready for more. Mm -hmm. uh, then. It just got worse and worse and worse. And then at the end, I hated it. And then we rewatched all of the episodes again, and we were going to take notes and stuff. And then it was just like a catastrophe. <laughs> um, I think there are some good elements of it, but for the most part, they're like a lot of the effects are really good. Some of the designs are nifty. Music's awesome. Um, music's good, but these aren't things that are really story related. Uh, I think that they really botched what could have been a fantastic idea. 
and all of us as we were watching the show just crash and burn we were thinking of better things on the fly as to what they could have done um i don't have a lot of confidence in the show to be better with episode or with uh, season two but hopefully but i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm sorry Sa samuel guzman said one through four are good four, is, four is good. four is not good <laughs> four is the worst one yeah like none of yeah the first one is the best yes four is two is all right Two's okay. Three is eh. four mm. is god awful. It just it just nosedives. Disaster. As far four as I'm concerned, four, worst. five, six, seven, eight. It's like oh god, what happened? Yeah, I ain't even saying like two and three are good. Oh, he but... said he said my bad. He meant one through three. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, all right. That's that's okay. That's yeah. That's, that's better. Acceptable. I still don't think two and three are good. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I was going to say, so that's that's the four of our conclusions. Uh, Shad, do you want to give a number out of ten? We did this at the beginning of discussing any of it. Let's just see yeah, if anything Yeah, what did I changed. give it at the beginning? Well, wait, no, 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 you got to... We'll all say our numbers first, and oh, then wait, we can compare back. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, like, it would have to depend on the standard I'm rating it by. Um, and so if I was to rate the writing and consistency, it would get, like, a three. Um, oh, shit. Uh, or, yeah, two or three, somewhere around there. Fucking um, <laughs> What? <laughs> No, continue. I I'll put an asterisk next to it saying on writing. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know, like, I I've been enjoying things too disproportionately in it that, like, are too subjective, so probably I'll just leave it there, because I don't think it, other people will get, like, because, for instance, I loved the production values. I just enjoyed looking at um, the Star Wars world realized in a uh, very consistent and true way. Maybe, and so, uh, maybe just and there was, a number for what your enjoyment value is, like an enjoyment I mean, my enjoyment value, value was probably five or six out of ten, honestly, how much I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, hmm. And so, yeah, with the six out of ten, that I, I'll say, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I found it enjoyable. Um, yeah. Fringy. What, what number out of I, ten, generally? I, I'm pretty sure I started with a three, and I'm pretty sure that I'm still on a three. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to go with three. Rags, what are you going with? I was kind of thinking something around there. Um, if we talk objectively, yeah. Oh, fuck. It's the only one that matters for me right now. <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah, I'm going to go with a three. All right. So the original scores were Shad gave it a seven, I gave it a three, Fringy gave it a four, and Rags gave it a three. Oh, okay, so I huh, tumbled. Right. I tumbled a little I bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, obviously that's it now uh, for Mandalorian. <laughs> like, we we were the controversial tisms for a while. Uh, hopefully people who are interested to find out, that's that's why we don't like this show. Uh, yeah. It was very, we did that in a very short amount of time. It only took a few seconds you know, to yeah. get through all of it. Yeah, it, it really tumbles towards the end, I would say. Even though yeah. 4 was really bad, you could still look at what came before and think, ah, oh, it's not too bad, but I think 7 and 8 deal a lot of damage to uh the characters yeah and uh i am i'm i'm not i don't even know if i'm excited for season two to like i'm see not how bad i'll it watch is. it i'll watch <laughs> it yeah i'm i i'm way more excited for batwoman that one's just a dumpster fire with basically no redeeming qual no redeeming qualities. That's our freaking that's our two out of ten, right? Batwoman's two out of ten and then Infinity Tisms yeah, is one out I of ten. Yeah, I think uh I think the standard would be like yeah, one is Infinite Tisms, two is Batwoman, three is Mandalorian, four would probably be like uh So let me ask you, yeah. can you have a zero? 
Well, uh, we talked I about this. Um, I was saying, would Zero be non-functional? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. When I think of a video game, for example, zero means I can't play it. Yeah, it's not like, playable. It doesn't work in its base level. Is like, there a TV show out there that people can't watch? <laughs> it's like yeah, it's I'm that not, broken. Sure yeah, I I guess and one would zero. be the lowest you could go. Yeah, but again, um, this is working on a ten scale system. Yes, you could make something worse than a Crisis on Infinite Earths. You could always add more things that are shit, but I'm still saying it's a one. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting way of trying to set a standard. I mean, I don't really prefer numbers anyway. I yeah, just like, uh, this is just a super talking simple it, talking it through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, I've actually got a lot of questions saved, and there's possibly more to to collect. And we should probably get on with super chats. But I was just gonna say, whatever you guys want to do now, uh, this is the. Uh, I I'm gonna call it here because I've been in this call for like eight hours. So yes, man. I, I mean, Chad has been too, but I kind of like I am not. I don't know about you, Shad. You might be a morning person. I am not. So, <laughs> so I, think, I think I might need to catch some Z's. But uh, it was a great conversation as always. So Thank you very much for coming on. Stuff. You're gonna you're gonna promote that gay little channel of yours, sir. Ah. Uh, oh yeah, just my channel. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe there'll be some quarantine videos. Who knows? Probably not. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any promises. But yeah. I like how and, uh, you maybe, can, I can't even yeah. find my stream. Like this stream, there's only yeah. This streams the the watch numbers I'm have been know. really low for it. It's like, not going like out to people. The only way to find it is through Discord, Twitter, or people telling other people it's here. Yeah, we only have 760 watching, and it aren't our highest weren't even that high well i was gonna say i don't even so think we went that low not... with our first few episodes so something's weird is going on something's wrong yeah, yeah something's, something's wrong. wrong i think some people in chat were saying that they could only find it through like a link from somewhere or that it wasn't That's popping weird. Up. but uh you, you know it'll go on to moolah no one's gonna miss out it'll be fine mm -hmm. uh but yeah all right uh thanks guys let's talk to you all later and see you later everybody goodbye sir hi yeah yeah catch you right and uh yeah link to his channel is in the Channel and description. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been hearing from other people that this is apparently a problem for everyone's streams. Weird, weird stuff's going on. YouTube's uh, doing some stuff. Uh, yeah, Shad, do you want to do you want to stay or do you want to? I could stick here? around for a bit longer. I might go to the toilet, but mm -hmm. I like to try and catch some of the super chats. I'm not sure how much longer I'll stay on, but I'll certainly stick around for a bit more. Yeah, for as long as you can, my good friend. This is good stuff. Thank you very much for as long as you've been here so far. It's good. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'll just go to the toilet and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. All right, Rags, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Um, you do know... Oh, wait. I'll read this one because I can't remember if we I did it or do. not. Uh, you thought you read the last Super Chat, but insert weeaboo meme here. I don't know if we read that from the last stream, but I have now. So it's but all it good. was me, Dio. Uh, you do know the Hulk dab is not a dab, and even an attempt at a dab. Watch Hillary Clinton dab to learn what dab is, or read WikiHow. <laughs> Has Hillary Clinton done a dab? Is a thing. That sounds. Has, has oh Clinton god, yeah, she has. Oh, that's oh, great. Oh, has she? Are, did you look up Hillary Clinton? Dad. Yeah. Let me just. I'll just oh, post let's take a look. I'll just glory, glorify your screen with that. Ooh. Oh my god, she's up there with Ellen in some cuck. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Hillary. Ooh. Dab on well, the Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah, that's. That's that. Oh wow! Hey, somebody. I don't know if you've seen this. This is a slight um, uh, detour for just a moment, but 
Oh, right, yeah, so if anyone didn't know, um, the, the, the thing we were talking about last EFAP with iDubs, he's getting called a simp for it, right? And, uh, PewDiePie is kind of, you know, pretty, pretty liked on the internet, so someone compared them to this image of, like, I don't even, I don't know, like, attractive couple versus sad couple sort of thing, and then Quentin Reviews quote tweeted that and said, so this is literally just blonde hair, blue eyes is good, right? And it's like, what? Why did you make? Why did you make it about race? Like, what? That's the lens that these people view everything through. It's like, jeez. All right. Quinton's such an interesting character, to say the least. He, uh, people were saying like we need to cover his video on Sargon. Uh, it's a, it's an April Fools. It's not, it's not on yeah, Sargon. It's not, a, not a real thing. He did it on the. I, get, I think it would be interesting to. I don't know. Well talking about the whole idebs thing i haven't delved too far into it i'm wondering if there is all right is it the way like for instance uh Mahler, if you had a girlfriend and you were serious about mm -hmm. you know your relationship and everything mm -hmm. and she made like an only fans account and was taking pictures of her, her flim flams. nakedness part for fans or for like patrons and stuff what what, what would you do um so this is this is she has she I didn't meet her and she was doing it. This is something she started after we've met. Yes, I'd probably be like uh, curious as to her options for jobs and find out exactly <laughs> why this is the one that she really wants to pursue. Um, I guess it it could be dependent on a lot of factors, but I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't prefer it. Uh, not at yeah. all. Um, let me ask you this: mm -hmm. Is it possible? to be okay with her doing that in a non-simp way. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to clarify what simp means. Isn't it when you, like... Yeah. Isn't, isn't simp when you're, like, doing everything for a girl but not getting any results? And that yeah, that's... it's about um, definitions. Kind of like... Like, it, like when, you're, when you're really defending... Um, when, when a man puts himself in a subservient position under women in hopes of winning them over, or... When you put too much value on a female for no reason, um, that uh -huh. sort of thing. I mean, well, because in that scenario, they would be my girlfriend, right? So technically, I wouldn't. Yeah. Would it, would that qualify? I don't know. That's the thing. This is, isn't that like, closer? Yeah, isn't that closer to being a cuck than a simp? If um, no, it's only a, it's only you're only a cuck if you get enjoyment or gratification out of it oh okay so mm -hmm. all about definition so like that's why that's why cucking is and cheating are not the same thing it's really important that we get this right yes it's very important <laughs> distinction um because <laughs> i was thinking like what if like let's say what if everyone's like um that what if you like during her streams where she's showing her tits and her her vag and everything you just show up and you just start fucking her and you look to the camera and you said yeah that's right i'm the only guy who gets to have this you can look and you can throw money at her but I'm the one that. I mean, look at me. I'm just. I'm fucking her right here. You're watching me. So if you. You're, you're that saying you that that shot, would that couldn't then, be considered a simp or so cuck attitude, would, right? Yeah, would that be considered simping? Like, ha I have to assume not. I have to assume thing? not. Because, like, can you be so, like, confident and in your position with her that it isn't simping? Because I haven't given this much thought, and I'm just kind of curious. 
<laughs> I know that this it's crazy how much of a sort of war there has been over this. I looked into it a little bit after the stream with Jay Longbone, and I was just like, oh shit, like people are getting really pissed. And uh, to to make sure I grasped it properly, in case someone feels we haven't, uh, people seem to be pissed at the girl as a person rather than this the only yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of lots of claims player. about things that she's done and said, and I haven't verified them, but yeah, if if true, they would frustrate for sure. Um, when Mola, when Mola has more videos in 2020 than Rag is, it's true. I have three. You have zero. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, no. Uh, embarrassing. Bear with me. Bear with me. <laughs> I got some things I'm working on. I hmm. just bear with me. Things are going on. Just bear with me. So, at the risk of opening another can of worms, just on Fuck the it. back on that debate we had before, right? Um, when the thing that I was saying about it, like sometimes, um, uh, you can choose to exchange elements of realism for coolness and other things if you can achieve in a fair exchange. Is not magic systems exactly that? Like magic systems well, are wholly internally other consistent. It wouldn't be internally consistent mm -hmm. for Mandalorian to have super strength randomly. But I wonder, like, say you have a, 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 a Mandalorian, I could probably go with you there. But, like, say you have a, a story where it's basically a, a fiction but based on Earth and the main character is insanely tough, probably stronger than what you could logically justify a regular human being, but only a little bit. Um, and, he, and he manages to survive things that, in reality, no one really should survive, but it's right on the verge. Mm -hmm. And the fact that is able to do it because he is just so tough and so good. Like, wouldn't that be subtle enough that you could still suspend your disbelief and enjoy the story? Um, so, like, the way this... I got a good example of this, actually. So, I brought up with Jay, uh, Reservoir Dogs versus 1917, and that it kind of took me out of 1917 that a certain character bleeds out very quickly. And uh, Jay was oh, like, yeah, why? Yeah. And I was like... I watched that movie, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jay was like, why? And I was like, well, because as far as I know, it takes a long time to bleed out from something like that. And he was like, based on what? And in my head, I was like, I'm literally drawing from nothing but Reservoir Dogs. And I was like, I've not actually checked. And then I was, uh, uh, my mum's a nurse, and I was just like, how quick, what's the quickest way you could die from a stab to the belly? And then she was like, where were you stabbed? And it's not even a question I thought of. I was like, oh, right. There are things yeah. in, in your belly. <laughs> There's lots of things. It depends. And you, you know, you look it up. If you're stabbed in the, um, the, 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 big artery that's next to your spine uh, you can die really quick and I was just like oh and so yeah. theoretically as a writer you have the freedom to stab somebody in the chest and as long as you obscure it enough that we can't definitively tell where that knife went you can choose exactly how long you want that person to live because none of us can call that out to be impossible yeah and in the same vein uh someone gets punched in the head and I'm like oof and then they get punched again. I'm like, okay, wait. And then they get punched again. I wonder how many punches it would take for me to say, nah, it's impossible that he's conscious. And then I check online. It's like, there was several people across Earth's history. There was this guy in a circus. He was punched 50 times in the head by passerbys. He was like this circus freak guy. And he, he didn't get concussed from any of it. Because he had like a... That's just, that's just something that happened. I'd be like, all right, not impossible. It's just stretching my ability to believe. That's where I would concede that. But impossibilities is where I don't even talk about believability anymore. I'm just like, no, it's just impossible. Okay, good. Well, good to know. I just kind of double checking. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this is this is why we get <laughs> with Batwoman. Even we're often checking uh, law, um, like police rule standards. Uh, what what how when at what point do you die from freezing? Uh, can, like, what damage you can get from being 
given a defibrillator as like a normal person. Yeah, like all these things come great. up because Batwoman does them so casually that we're like, whoa, I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Then we check and we're like, yeah, that's definitely not how that works. Yeah, it's not often so, that a character yeah, gets okay. decapitated and we're like, oh, but how long will they live? It seems like that we agree that we're okay with certain elements of unrealistic things if it's internally consistent. What unrealistic things? Like magic and other things, or if it, if it can be just Well, we, we've story. always been about internal consistency of the universe, yeah. not realism. Yeah, I agree. I agree there as well. And uh, I, you know, so the question would be, is that Mandalorian arm jerk thing, is there anything that could justify it? It's harder to argue. Yeah, the, the jetpack being um, active the whole time, the armor being connected, like Iron Man getting pulled along by the arm, you could argue the armor could all take the force of it, I suppose, to yeah. some degree. But that doesn't apply to him. And then uh, Mandalorian being a creature, like, you know, a, a Garthunton, and you're like, what's that? And it's like, isn't yeah, it a humanoid, but really strong? Uh, yeah. So... I'm wondering, like, is it com out of the realms of possibility completely that someone might be able to survive that without... From what I can tell, like, no. That, that amount of force that quickly, that arm's coming off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be, I mean... Because people can do remarkable things, as, like, that yeah, but are seemingly If we're into impossible. the realm of a miracle occurs, then... Uh, <laughs> I yeah, think I get you, I get one, you. Yeah, like, I, I can... I'm fine with it for the most part, but when it comes to... Like, uh, originally, we talked about how he falls um back first flat after that huge fall he takes off the sand crawler like no mm. there's no way he's just fine well see that's another example again that i didn't have as much of an issue with that for the exact same reasons and i think that got us on a similar debate back then yeah as opposed to now yeah, <laughs> so that was what really well, got us at least back then. yeah at least i'm consistent with what i uh, you know willing to accept and not Morla, did you ever check out the TFA art book? They had planned more of their dumb ideas years before TROS without, uh, with the reasoning that it making no sense being a good idea. P.S. High rags. Hello. It making no sense being a good idea. What? <laughs> That's your, like, premise. You're like, hey man, if it doesn't make sense. But no, I haven't seen that. I imagine it would be full of funny. Um... They fly now? Spelt backwards, so... One yuff yet... One you've yet. Rags, I'm a console pleb who wants to get into PC gaming, particularly for strategy gaming, also interested in Star Citizen. What kind of setup would you recommend, and what do I need to keep in mind? Um, if you play Star, Star Citizen's tough to I haven't played it. I just have watched people play it, and I know some things about it. Apparently, it's rather tough to run. Um, uh, so you might need something beefy for that. Most strategy games, though, they're not really reliant on high FPS though more FPS is always going to give you a more satisfying experience and it will apply equally to, well, not equally, but it will give you more enjoyment for everything that you play. You are never going to say, man, this is better that it runs at lower FPS. Um, but what you can do, luckily, with PC gaming is you can build yourself a PC and add parts to it later as you feel. Um, so mm -hmm. if, uh, if that, that is probably, uh, that is definitely uh, a strategy that I recommend. My old PC that I had for like, five years or so it was all working off the same shell pretty much the same motherboard and case and everything i just changed out the graphics card and it would run better and better and better until i just kind of decided i want to make a uh a leap on some of the core parts but you have a lot of a a lot of options but strategy games can be cpu intensive as well because there's a lot of stuff going on at one time so i would um look up benchmarks for things for like some games you might want to play Right, so uh, you, 
with when it comes to Google, there's tons of people in forums that you can ask about it. So just say, I want to play uh, Command and Conquer this, or Total War that, or Dawn of War this, and you know what should I have for it? Or look at the recommended specs for it. Um, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of correct options. Um, but it's very modular as well. You can customize a PC. So just uh, kind of see what you want to play, and uh, maybe aim for that. But you could always add to it later. You can always add to it later, yeah. for the most part. Many parts, for the most part. It ends with resist Nurgle and high rags. Hello. Mm. Your Goodell video gave me good vibes in these dark times. Thanks, and hopefully y'all washing your hands. And as always, I am, yes. send my love to Wags. Oh, thank you. And yeah, I'm, wa I'm washing my hands. I got my. Uh, mm -hmm. Apparently, everyone's going out and buying all the hand sanitizer, but luckily right. I already had some, I guess. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll use a little Dawn. Um, like when I wash the dishes and stuff, I have to deal with, you know, grease on my hands or oil from washing plates and stuff. You can use Dawn. Uh, soap and water works excellently. Uh, and if you don't have any of those things, then I just don't. Uh, you got, you got a, you got a choice to make, Rags. Right? You ready for this? This oh, is. Oh, I'm fucking ready. This is one. Oof. All right, here we go. So, hi, Rags. Hello. If Diabito swapped your mum and girlfriend's minds, which one of them would you have sex with? Or, as a third option, Diabito. Which would you sex? Um... Di so, this will have to be a hypothetical girlfriend. I don't really... I don't really have yeah, a so the guess. girlfriend's mind in the mum's body, the mum's mind in the girlfriend's body, or Diabito? Um... I would have my... I would not want to have sex with my mom's mind. Yeah, I actually think that we're yeah, dealing... This would, is... Oof. Yeah, that would be... Because um, in, in this scenario where you can swap minds with bodies, the mind is who the person really is, and the body is just the shell in that in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would not want to have sex with my real mom, if that makes any sense. And Diabetes' um, body, I would rather have damn. sex with her body than Diabetes' body. I don't even know what Diabetes' mind is like, so <laughs> especially if he had his small meal for um, uh, the. There's the, no the, good answer out of these three guys. There no is good no good answer. answer. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think that's what I would do. Mm. Um, just finished Buffy season four. What are your thoughts on Restless? Also, thoughts on Buffy's world building. I think it's the weakest part of the show. World building's pretty bad like an overall 3 out of 10 sort of situation. Uh, they regularly bend their rules, and uh, Joss Whedon's been on record to say that he doesn't care about world building that much. He just wants to get the basics so he can get all of his uh, his stories going, which is a shame, because I think if the world building in Buffy was fixed up, it would be a hell of a lot better. And as for the Restless, I love that episode a lot, and once if you finish the show, return to it. It's got loads of foreshadowing in it, and um, check out analysis videos of that episode and you'll find a hell of a lot of uh, allegory and subtext that you would have missed that'll be like oh my god that oh means god. that and that means that um Mola, have you seen any trailers of or played the demo for final fantasy 7 remake if so what do you think i have not i'm afraid and i doubt my two co-host arenos here have have either for final what? fantasy which one seven remake no, oh, no, nah, I don't, I don't have any interest in mm. Final Fantasy VII. Wow, the Orcs joins the Super Chat. Hi, Rags. Hello. Hmm. 
Mola, stop seeing such. I don't know, it just says it just says orc. I can't believe they didn't specify. Mola, stop being such a bull queer, you're scaring Shad. No, I'm not. How dare you? Shad has a bunch of swords, why would you find me scary? Uh Arch Warhammer mashup again when? I mean I'm 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 on board to have him yeah, back, but we'll be I guess trying to find a video for it. Yeah, like it's always good to find a video that they'll actually care about as a guest, you know? We don't want to just yeah. Like the last video we did was great. That worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, I've got it on my list to check out their uh, clone trooper one. The same people to see if it's like uh, good content to respond to or not. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Shad, have you seen the two D Clone Wars micro series? If they're talking about the 2D animated one yeah. that was released on Cartoon Network a good couple of years ago, I saw, I've seen a couple of episodes. I don't think I've seen the whole thing, but it was actually pretty cool. It was, like, it wasn't heavy on story. It was a lot of just kind of, like, they were released as more shorts, weren't they? From memory. I, but I they really were pretty can't cool. remember. Um, it moves yeah. on to say, if not, watch the fight between General Grievous and Six Jedi. It's fantastic. Okay. Might have to have a look. Um, normally I tell you Dumbo's to watch Hardcore Henry, but today I want an update on your progress toward getting Wolf to watch the movie The Hunt. I don't remember saying I was going to get him to watch it, but I do really like that movie. Not the new The Hunt, the old The Hunt with, um, Maz Mikkelsen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, no progress yet, but, uh, potentially. When I brought up The Hunt last year, you said you loved it so much that you wanted to keep the plot a surprise. Timestamp is on EFAP 20. Yeah, well, that would make sense. I wouldn't want... Say, like, I would recommend it fully to both of you guys, but I wouldn't want to tell you what happens in it. Because um, it's, uh, it's, it's, good, it's good stuff. Uh, Palpatine has NPD. NPD? Narcissistic personality disorder. Like Aww. you. That's, no wonder I empathize with him so much. Yeah, maybe you're related. <laughs> <laughs> he's been going around shagging, so yeah, he's been creaming and sheaving. So who knows? Uh, obviously, you don't need to watch time the timestamp. No problem. Uh, can you fix the extra credits EFAP? Thanks. So it works, but apparently it doesn't work on mobiles. That's what I've heard. Because every time I try and access the EFAP extra credits episode, it works, and people keep telling me they can't access it. And I'm like, uh, not only can I access it, my own account, my friends can, and uh, Incognito can. So. I don't know what's going on, um, but I've seen a lot of people say they're on mobile whenever it doesn't work. But like, I'm, I've got it up right now, like I don't understand. And um, by the way, if someone said like, of course you do, because it's your channel, it's like, no, this is on Moolah versus Moolah, so... I, it's, I don't know. Some people can't access it for some reason, uh, I'm sorry about that, but it does seem to work on anything that I try, uh, even when I'm not signed in. It's a weird one. Greetings, Mooper. Hello. Rag is. Hello. Frogman. He's, he's, he's gone, I'm afraid. And Shadimus. Oh, greetings. Uh, most of Twitter has NPD. <laughs> yes. Oi, Morley, who keeps letting you out of your cage? I was only put in a cage for one day this year while Mooper ravaged my channel. Um, Shad, who are your favorite Sanderson characters? Ooh. So, I really like um, the Wa Wax and Wayne from um, uh, the Mistborn uh, sequel series. Khaled, oh, probably Dalinar. He is top, top, right up there, old Dalinar from um, Stormlight Archives. He might have to be my favorite, I think. 
Oh, there you go. Any any other like sort of close scoring ones? Um, Vin is pretty awesome. I really liked her in Original Mistborn. Um, let me think. Uh, any more more background obscure characters that are a lot of fun? Um, I need to give it more thought, really, to try and because there's a lot of characters to go through, but I can share those ones off the top of my head. Yeah, um, this just says machiculations. Do you guys have any idea why that might be said? That's some kind of body part, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like something on your teeth, maybe? You have to get filed off? I'm, I'm not sure. I think you're right. Sacred and powerful war cry for the pure. Um, nothing like some Minecraft and EFAP. Hi, Wags. Hello. I have autism. I dislike when people treat autism like it's a bad thing and act like autistic people are dumb. It's one reason why I don't like Sargon. Alright. Uh, Alright. I've always... Hang on, what there are three stages of autism, and so there's... The first stage is actually Asperger's, and most, you know, high-functioning autistic people on the spectrum are Asperger's. And, and yeah, they function quite well. But if you're talking about, like, the stage three autism, that's very non-functioning um and uh, i have a brother-in-law who's like stage two autistic um and i have several cousins who are aspergers so and a nephew as well so yeah th there's a spectrum yeah, yeah. <laughs> um oh, yeah. So it depends what type of autism you're referring to really well, I mean, the people who were like, he's mentally ill, and then they were like, pretty sure he's autistic. It's it's like, I, I think if you were to challenge them about whether or not, like, are you saying autistic people are just stupid or something? I'm sure they would be like, no, 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 I'm just saying it explains why Mola is so mean to people, why Mola is so blah blah blah, like, they, they were just, that's all they're looking to do. Like, I, you know, uh, it's, I can't ascribe uh, whether or not they're, they're being malicious or not, but I can't help but feel like they're gunning to try and, uh, you know, list some kind of... Um, Wikipedia article about whatever to try and be like, see, we've now proven it's not just that we don't like him, it's the truth. <laughs> it's just like, okay. All I said was this, this Star Wars movie was bad, I didn't mean to ruin your life, but alright. Uh, cover a video called Tom Holland Embarrasses Spider-Man Brand slash Spider-Man Homecoming Clip Thoughts and Rant by the Amazing Super Mike. It's so homophobic. Um, all right, I'll pop that well, in. Well, as a big fan of homophobia myself, I'll, uh, I guess we'll check that out. The Amazing Spider Mike? What was that? Yeah, uh, well, I can, uh, let me see if I can, I'll, I'll copy it and, uh, you can, you can go sleuthing. You can go and you can discover the, the wondrousness of whatever this is while I carry on. Uh, Sam is my favorite character from Lord of the Rings. Are You Frightened is a close second. Yeah, yeah that's a fair choice. Speaking of which, Return of the King is going to go back up probably Wednesday. Um, it's so odd. It doesn't go down for like a month. It goes up live, and then it goes down. And then I re-upload a corrected version, goes down. Re-upload corrected version, goes down. Re-upload corrected version, stays up. And it's just like, what What do you want, YouTube? And, and, and like, I'm going to make it go live on Wednesday, and I have a feeling that it's going to go down again. And so... We're in for another Doom sort of scenario here, guys. You're going to have to wait until we finally get it out. But, uh, anyway, um, average here in America is borderline obese. Oh, about the, uh, about the McDonald's meal. Um, even still, even still, 
don't you can't classify that as a small portion for an average person. That's ridiculous. Uh, leave it to Bob the Nazi to talk about burger density. That's the thing, you never know what you're going to get out of him. So, um, one day it's talking about how the coronavirus doesn't target the right people, and then the other day is the, the density of McDonald's foods are just not as high as you thought. What is that? Is it a, how long is that video? Oh, 27 minutes. Well, at least you found it. We can check that out, I guess, see if it's... Uh, <clears throat> It's we can... 27 minutes, but we could, I don't know, sometime, like, I'm probably going to take a nap after this. If you want to check it out, we can. I'm curious, I'm very curious to see what this uh, <laughs> gentleman's beef is with something that Tom Holland apparently has done. Movie Bob unloads himself off his dump truck to look at tweet about McDonald's. That's not, takes heavy breath, a lot of food. No. Uh... It's all relative, you see. The drinks would make it impossible for me. That was my biggest concern. I don't think I could down that much soda and then, yeah. like, it just fills That's it all up. That's a lot up. of sugar and space. I mean, the sheer volume. Um, in defense of Bob, I'd eat all of that for free. Yeah, eating it's one thing. Right. Calling it a small portion is another thing. I don't know, man. I feel like I, I just... I it's be... like, That's a small portion. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you the last time I went to McDonald's, but I'm pretty sure that the last times I ever did was because I just needed to eat and right now because I have things to do and places to go and I just want to provide myself some level of quasi-nourishment. I was going to say, you're not going to call it nourishment, you're going to call it something else. Yeah, some kind of, you know, I want to provide mass for myself. You want your stomach <laughs> to have something it. to do. Yeah, if it See, was like, there was, if there was a McDonald's and right next to it there was a Wendy's or anything. I, was like, I, I ain't going to McDonald's. Or a Popeye's or a Chick-fil-A or a Cane's. See, my problem is, is that my wife actually prefers Hungry Jack. Uh, sorry, prefers um, at McDonald's. And I like what is our equivalent of Burger King. We call it Hungry Jack's over here for some weird thing. Um, Burger King's way better. I know, that's, that's exactly my performance. Like, like, but, like Burger King is way better, uh, but my wife always likes McDonald's, and so I was like, ugh. Oh, well. Yeah. Divorce. <laughs> I, was waiting. I was tempted to say that myself, but you Some were there for me. just so. can't reconcile. I mean, you don't want your kids I... eating McDonald's. You got to do it for them. <laughs> I love my wife. I could never. Uh, not well, only... I mean, if she became an axe murderer, that might push me. Yeah, fast food preferences, you know, make, brings me close. But... Not only is Movie Bob Galaxy Brain, but he's also Galaxy Gut. Ah, mm. very good. I think we knew that. Canon was never hated before Disney got Star Wars. Well, yeah, it's funny, all these, like, bizarre defenses, like, where were you guys ages ago? It's like, why is it Star Wars is the one that's made you say this? It's like, oh, because it's mainstream. Oh, because you like it. Alright, okay. We used to get along just fine, talking about how things screwed over canon. Nobody came to the defense of Terminator Genesis, did they? <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe they... I'm maybe sure there was some. Sure there was maybe some. Maybe that'll be a future EFAP one day, we cover a Genesis take. Nine out of ten grandmas hate TROS. It's true. It's true. Hi, Rag. Hello. Has Shad seen Blade and... 
<laughs> Sorry, That's... you sounded retarded then. <gasps> There's How could you? Retarded. There's stages. <laughs> um, My brother is a second stage retard. You can't say that. Uh, has Shad seen Blade and Sorcery? If so, what does he think of it? Uh, I have seen it, I haven't played it, and uh, it's on my list. I actually have a uh, VR headset, and uh, I just haven't gotten around to setting it up. But that's on the list, because someone's even like modeled um, a mod for the sword of my book, Imperius, and like, you actually download this awesome, high-detailed Imperius sword for Sword and Blade. Um, so I'm tempted to use it. I, if I, I hope I'm thinking of the right game. This is the VR game. Yes, this is game. the VR yeah. game, yes. Okay, good. And uh, froggled any plans to stream soon? Not that I've heard of, but I will save that for um, if there's ever a possibility of getting him to answer that question. <laughs> Be it another super uh, EFAP. Uh, Captain Fordo has vids on the damage Clone Wars did to canon. It's more than episodes 7 through 9. Really? Clone Wars? Apparently Clone Wars did more damage than episodes 7 through 9. What? I, oh, I, that's whoa. a tough... Really? What? I feel like I feel like chat is gonna be very upset at that so, prospect. Wait, what's this video so I can link it? Captain Fordo. Captain Clone Wars two thousand eight has done more damage to canon than episodes seven, eight, and nine. Wait, Captain Fordo is a character in the universe, right? I'm guessing he's a YouTuber as well. I don't know. Let me. Uh... Uh... Captain Fordo. Yeah, there's a... Why the Clone Wars doesn't fit in Legends? If this person... Yeah, there's a Captain Fordo with about 8,000 subs. Um, let's see. They don't have many videos. I should be able to find it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just watched Nostalgia Critic's top 11 stupid things in Lord of the Rings and it hurts my head how much the list itself is dumb. I think it might be worth an EFAP on. Uh, possibly. We've got another um, Lord of the Rings EFAP we have to do at some point for that other video has been requested quite a bit. We shall get around to it. Why are we talking about The Mandalorian? A Starters Part 5 is out. It was, uh, yeah it is, and it was fantastic. I don't know, yeah, I don't know what video you're talking about from this guy. I think it's this one, but I'm not sure. Well, what about the one you read out where you said it doesn't fit into Legends? That's probably something, it right? Be, it might be that. Um, that's from, yeah, a while ago, two years ago. Uh, excellent, Goodell Mauler. I feel huge more intellectual for having done a watch of it. Also, hi, Rags. Hello. Also, also, Shad, your book was great. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm very pleased you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed Goodell. That was a very nice super chat. It was just nice to everybody. Uh, there have been a lot of arguments on EFAP, but I think the one we can all agree on is that Rags is the handsomest doggo. Oh. Yeah, I'm yes, okay with though. that. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm here. Uh, no, no force heal can still work. Only OP force users can use insta-heal, and everyone else uses healing trances or meditation. Gotta be careful. Thanks, that clears yeah. up everything. Gotta be careful because of what's happened before, gotta be real careful oh, with that. Yeah. What, healing through meditation? You're saying that's already been established? That I guess maybe not... it was in Legends. Or in Clone Wars, I don't know. Uh, Matilda can beat Rey in a fight, and Rey is still more of a Mary Sue. Changed my mind. Also, hola, Senor Papi Rags. 
Hello, Matilda Anna. had to work really hard to develop her force abilities. Okay, <laughs> she went through a, an arc of trial and error, and then you no, know, when she first started, it was low levels, and it slowly grew in strength. It's a good example of progression of power. Also, implying that we would even for a moment think that Matilda's a Mary Sue for killing Ray, we would just be clapping. We'd be like, "Yay!" <laughs> Remember, Palpatine killed Ray. He's not a Mary Sue, right? I know it didn't take, uh, but still. <laughs> I don't even know what to think anymore. The canon can be broken on purpose and forgiven if it's good. Multiverse slash alternate timeline slash one shots. Just making up dumb shiz like, oh, I don't know, hyperspace kamikaze jacks up everything. Yes. So hang I, Like, one shots and stuff. Like, though, if you're purposely breaking canon, like what, the example I'm thinking of the Dragon Ball Z movies where they don't fit canonically into the series and stuff they're not technically canon in the series is that oh well this person's saying that those are okay but oh okay yeah. making up stuff yeah, like I the agree. hyperspace but, but that's not essentially in canon though this is kind of my point um I, you could say it's in like the umbrella of the canon but it's not in the specific that timeline canon or something like that right perhaps um Oh no, I almost missed my favorite interlocutals. I didn't get a notification for this EFAB. Also, hi, Rags. Hello. Yeah, well, um... Your first mistake was assuming that we were interlocutals. People in chat, how did you find out about this stream? Were you casually looking on my channel? Was it Discord? Or was it a notification? Because from what I can tell, no notifications are going out. Which is lame, but whatever. Uh, YouTube uh, has its... Has interested in doing its own thing sometimes, you know? Um, this article sounds like I don't want to try and pay attention to canon. Let me make up whatever I want loosely in the universe because purity. Oh no, because purity. Pretty much, the article's just trying to argue that it shouldn't have to do that. Stop criticizing my things I like because it breaks canon so um, I can enjoy it. It was in recommended. Channel, 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 subscription list. Live on the homepage. People on Reddit talking about it. Uh, recommended, casually browsing, notification pocket been recommended. Saw you were live, notification, saw your channel, sidebar. Yeah. Hmm. There's not, most, if not all of you guys are not getting the notification, it's just through a sub-tab or recommended tab. Interesting. I don't know what's going on. You might have to get everyone to subscribe to your Twitter and get alerts and then tweet him out or something. I mean, it's not a huge deal. Like, hopefully, it, if, if this keeps happening, we'll have to do something about it. Because, like, I know people like to catch it live. But um, I'm hoping it's just, a, you know, a fluke or something. Um, and uh, someone's just sending me a message in the regular chat, Rockwell Porkins. Hey, it's only 5.30 in the afternoon over here. I'm in Australia. Don't worry. I follow the prophet. It's 1.30 a.m. here. It's 7.30 a.m. Yeah. It's like, oh, I so you're waking up yeah. soon then. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys going all nighter for us Australians. We appreciate it. I'm sure Fringy does. And uh, Thank you. No problem. Uh, I want Tolkien to rise from the grave and thrash this guy with his walking stick. If only. Oh my goodness. Um, Shad, were you going to get and analyze Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlords? Your input would be welcome. Also, high regs. 
here, man. I'm totally going to be playing it. My problem is, is that I've actually fallen back into the rabbit hole of my favorite game, Dragon's Dogma, and I just have to, I have to, I have to play through it. I just got to get it out of my system, go nuts with it, because my kids are now on it. They've, they're hooked on Dragon's Dogma, so I'm playing <laughs> it with them, and uh, and now I, I, I have to finish Dragon's Dogma now before I can dive into Bannerlord. Because I, when I do it, I need to be fully committed. I can't have distractions, okay? Bannerlord is a special thing for me now. Number two is what talking about. So, yeah, man, I'm diving into that, but I, I, I need to give it my full attention. Uh, recently, YouTube started to hide streams after some time. It starts. Uh, the only sign of it being live is the icon on the left panel near the channel name. Uh, had some with previous EFAP and last two Smudcasts. Thanks, YouTube. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. YouTube, doing great things, helping out creators. <laughs> They're uh, on our side. Yeah. <laughs> a character that always changes. This is the basic characteristic of Olivia Moore in iZombie. Her personality reflects the brain she's recently eaten. Yeah, that sounds like it could be cool. As an idea. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Matt Martin of the Lucasfilm Story Group retweeted and said he would use this article anytime he's asked about Star Wars canon. Oh. oh. Well, please. that article's not going to help him. Yeah. In fact, it'll just make everyone confused. I don't know why he would do that. This would just hurt his you know, work. Just devalues his effort. Yeah. That's a very dumb thing for him to do. <laughs> um, TV just series. Sorry, yeah, someone asking in chat. I'm not from New South Wales. From Victoria. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um... TV series to watch. Not Buffy this time, Mola. Alright. Um, uh, Blackadder. Um, and Faulty Towers. Those, those are easy. Classic Simpsons and Futurama. Adventure Time. Rick and Morty. Metalocalypse. The Office, US. I would actually recommend. I only recently finished all of that. Um, go watch The Vicar of Dibley. Haunting of Hill House. Uh, Stranger Things Season 1 and only Season 1. One Punch Man. Uh, FMA Brotherhood, I guess. Mm. I tried rewatching Blackadder and Faulty Towers. Didn't find them that funny. I hate you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was watching it. It's just. I'm, I'm, Thanks, I'm Jay. Not I'm, I wonder. Yeah, I'm all right, Jay. Fine. Laugh check. Right, how are we? All right. All right. Another hot take. It is actually Red against Dwarf? the law to not enjoy wait, Faulty wait. Towers, by the way. Red Dwarf is also not very funny in my. Opinion. Oh, jeez. Oh. Jay loves Red Dwarf. You've just you've really? just done a Jay take Thank to Jay stuff. It's like a bit, nothing but laugh track to try and get people to laugh along with jokes that aren't that funny. It's just um, a Daredevil to a degree. Chernobyl. That's uh, a definite yeah. go go for that. Then there's the standard ones like Breaking Bad, Sopranos, The Wire, Mad Men. These are all really strong. First two seasons of Lost. It's good shit. Uh, the IT Crowd. Um, I've heard Mr. Robot's very good. I, I've not seen it all myself, so maybe check that out. And then, of course, I mean, if it was if it was good enough for them to reference in Batwoman, it must be. Oh, really? Good. Definitely. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, and then Buffy and Angel. I'm still putting them on that recommended list, even though I'm not allowed to. On they go, right at the end. Um, hmm. I'm drunk. Wasn't aware of this EFAP. Fuck you all, except Shad. Shad's cool. <laughs> okay. Oh, gee, thanks. Um. Oh, by the way, Orville is pretty enjoyable. I think that's one of the TV series I've enjoyed most recently. Mm. I would highly, highly recommend the first season of Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Arrested Development was great. 
and uh, Phineas and Ferb, of course. Uh, Lie to Me. I like that. Um, okay, I did enjoy The Mentalist a lot, I have to admit. Uh, there was there, there was another I was thinking of. Um, Cab File, if you can find it. It's very good. Um, oh, Stargate. Yeah, Stargate SG-1 is brilliant. The whole series, man. Get into that. Gonna uh, have you guys watched Stargate? No. Like what am I, a nerd? Oh, oh god! I watched Shame Chad shows like Mandalorian. No. Stargate SG One is brilliant. Oh, watch uh, the Next Generation. Oh, god, look at you guys, your nerd shows. Jeez. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think Farscape's good. I can't remember a lot of it though. Babylon 5. Everyone should see Babylon 5, including Shad. I heard the new Battlestar Galactica is pretty good. I tried Babylon 5. It was one of those small moments that kicked me out of it that never... And I probably still could enjoy it if I just went back to it. Aww. But there was one moment that it was just like really threw me out. And it's, it's space in the future. And one of the, the security guys sits down to get his coffee and he pulls out a newspaper and starts reading. I'm watching it like, no! <laughs> Newspapers are already ancient in our current time, let alone the far future. What? I couldn't come back from that. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to experience something so deal-breaking. That must have been... Oh, it, was a, it, was, it, was, it was traumatic, I have to admit. Gonna sleep in here unlisted later, have fun, massive. Stop, lol, Moolah. God. Oh, League of Legends. I'm so sorry. I'm only signed into the client. It says I'm playing yeah, it right now. I'm not actually playing it. Uh, YouTube don't want me writing fork. Ha, take that. Damn, got him. Fork, ha, take fork. that. Fork. The Combine fork. versus the Covenant. Who wins? Covenant. The who? The Combine of the Half-Life 2 enemies. Oh, the Covenant. Uh, my theory is that Beer's lying about his military past and he knows nothing about guns, hence his bad aim and him having holsters in awkward places. He has good aim sometimes. Yeah, he has good aim sometimes, uh, and it seems that other people can verify his And he was put in charge, which is weird if he's yeah. not if he was actually gonna good. Lie about, if he was going to yeah. lie about a distinguished past military history, would he say Stormtrooper? He has good aim sometimes, unlike Stormtroopers, am I right? even hit a can. Am I right, guys? It seems like he's performing as well as expected. <laughs> if he's an ex-Storm Trooper. Uh, checked out a video called The Biblical Subtext in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom by Clayton Fioriti. I have been told about that one before. We were planning on doing like a Jurassic World stream, but it's always been on like the back burner, if you will. The burning of the back, as they say. Uh, well. Hey, Mubeshly. Just so you know, not only did I not get a notification, this episode also did not appear on either of your channels. I had to go through the link in the Discord left by Glib. Anywho, YouTube. Yeah. I mean, we, we can tell. This is almost becoming a private party at this point. Like, you can't find this stream in many places, and whoever's left is, like, huddling up around, like, a little campfire. Makes me wonder if it, this is a, a thing that's affecting all creators across the broad, bro, uh, sorry, board because they've done some stupid thing with algorithm alerts and other that stuff, mm. or if they are targeting, you know. Well, more people are, are streaming now than ever. Um, I figure I figure more people are streaming now than there ever were because of uh, the lockdown and stuff. So maybe they're actually prioritizing streams and pushing other ones Possibly. down. 
It's, it was really weird. Like over the Christmas break, right? My view, the views of my channel spiked massively. And this was during the time when I took a break and I wasn't uploading. I didn't upload for over two weeks. And the, the views were the best that had been on my channel for the whole year. And, you, and my experience every time before then is that unless I was uploading at least once or twice a week, my views were going to flatline. And so I was like a beat keeping that heartbeat up to keep that maintain the views. And so it's just really weird. It was really good. And then currently, you know, overall views are down, but the individual views of videos I upload are still all right. But overall, and so it's just like, I don't know what YouTube is doing. They twist something and it's like, oh, it's great. And then they do something and then things drop. It's like, just can't predict it. It's Friday. Could you not? I'm trying to do schoolwork before it's due at 11.59. Oh. Nope. I'm sorry. No, well, it's due already, so if you haven't finished it, then... It's true. <laughs> uh, hey, y'all, I was curious if any of you have seen the Astartes fan project. The final part came out recently, and I think it's pretty neat. I have. It is very neato indeed Hmm. Haven't watched it yet. I want to. I saw some of the earlier Astartes stuff, and it was brilliant, so yeah, I do want to check that out. Hi, Schwags. Hello. Would Wheatley from Portal 2 be the definition of a useful idiot from the law? I thought a useful idiot was someone who advocates for your position but doesn't even know, they don't even realize it's like against their uh, interests. Isn't that what it is? I could, I, let me check. Like you, you get someone to... Uh, a useful idiot is a derogatory term for a person perceived as propagandizing uh, for a cause without fully comprehending the cause's goals. So, would Wheatley be considered that? I mean, isn't he just kind of an idiot in Portal 2? Not a useful idiot? Certainly not useful to a GLaDOS. Um, I don't know. Also, what do you recommend? Do you recommend Just Right's Hobbit video? Um, I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it myself. I imagine it's not terrible. If he's just um, going through the problems of the films. Before he decided that he couldn't take joy out of the world. <laughs> Want to debate Mando sometime in the future, Mooper? I feel like I'm all out on that now. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to wait until season two. Uh... Who wins? Year one Batman or Mando? Year one Batman. I don't oh, even I, need to... Bruce Wayne Batman without his suit would beat Mando. Yeah, Mando's an idiot. Bruce Wayne's a smart man. It would be easy to trick him. He'd be like, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't realize... Oh my god, please don't hurt me. I'm innocent. And then Mando walks up to you and you grab one of his pistols, push him over, and then shoot him. Just... Just pretend to be another bounty hunter and he'll approach you without a gun drawn. <laughs> and say, hey, IG-unit, hey! <laughs> uh, have you guys seen Shad's Castle? It's pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I have not seen that video yet. You said it wasn't complete, well, right? It's complete now. I did the <gasps> announcement video a couple of days ago. It looks so cool! Very happy with it. Have you had anyone assault you yet? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> I might, might, might invite it, though. Test it out. Um, I hope you're all staying well this week. Don's blessings yes. upon you, lads. Yes, sir. I staying well. quite well. They're killing imps? New theory. Mando is normally the doomslayer. He wanted a vacation, but he didn't want anyone knowing he left, so he hired a stand-in. Explains why his reputation and actions don't match. Also hire wags. Hello. Uh, in A New Hope, they put a tracker on the Millennium Falcon, so they had reason to let them escape. After that, it's all downhill. 
Like I said, a new hope passes the test as far as I'm aware. There's no scene uh, where a stormtrooper is being ridiculously stupid without reason. See, I don't know. They're they're missing too consistently. I don't like if you're saying that it's. Oh, they'd purpose, have to. That matches but, up. But with that's the, like if they really wanted if they really wanted them to escape, firing on them like shooting in their direction is At a them. very bad plan because all it takes is someone to miss once. Oh, I actually killed yeah, them. Well, it's they it's, can't it's, it's almost like so they know how to aim. Yeah. Well, that'd have to be also, like even crack if, shot even... perfect, but it's just too, like if that really what I think that's a, an explanation that's applied. What is it ad hoc or after the fact to try and justify well, it? Um, when in reality, it's it actually seemed like the stormtroopers were trying to kill him, and they were just bad shots. And then well, the, the plan was for it to see that later. Uh, I don't know. I'm skeptical on it because taking an like, awful again, risk, if, Vader. If you really wanted work. them to survive. Shooting at them is not a good plan. Yeah, but it's say. a really good plan if you want them to be convinced they're not escaping. I mean, they are escaping, sorry. Yeah, they get, they're getting also, shot Also, you don't have to be though, a crack like... shot to miss somebody. Yeah. I think I want to go back and just watch that whole sequence just to see, like, how close some of those shots are, because some pretty close, and, you know... I wonder if every stormtrooper had the memo to not try and kill him, because it really seems like you know, they're trying to kill him. Just, so I'm, I'm just skeptical. After and if you remember, him. as Chatter pointed out, Obi Wan says that the uh, they're crack shots, which is why it His fucking sucks. Far too accurate for sand people. Which is very hey, racist, Obi Wan. Really well. <laughs> which is which is both accurate and very racist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the first part I'm concerned about. Stormtroopers. Did he say accurate or precise? Didn't he say far too precise? I don't know. I'd have to check. I can't remember. Either way. Because, yeah. I mean, would you rather be accurate or precise? I guess. Precise. Accurate. No, ac like, you can be precise and not be accurate. That's the problem. Precise just means your grouping is very consistent and in the same area. So you... You can't really be accurate without being precise, but you can be precise without being accurate. I see. Uh -huh. Interesting. Uh, Stormtroopers can shoot Quill, but not cans. Quill should have made himself scrap metal armor. Scrap metal armor? You why think? not? Yeah, why not? Oh, hey, I reckon no, but metal great armor. That's <laughs> invincible. That is true. Yeah, just, just make those just without the holy bits. Yeah, yeah fill in all the holy bits. <laughs> Yeah. At point blank, we cannot shoot through it at all. Imagine Kara standing in front of the stormtrooper that has great armor, and she's just unloading into it, and he's like, ha ha ha, you cannot touch me. Uh, also, hi, Fringy. He would say hi. He would, I swear. Sort of ironic that we get a video game about a viral outbreak that kills people during a time we have an actual viral outbreak that kills people. Oh, Resident Evil. Eh, it was always coming out at this point. It's been, they've been they've been coming out every two years, right? Or is it one year? I don't even know. There's a lot of Resident Evils. Uh, what Tism argument you've heard do you hate the most? Mine's the whole, it's a kid's movie, so all criticism is invalid. Go drown in milk. Oh my. Uh, I think my most hated one is that it's fantasy, it's not meant to be realistic, so why are you, you know, critiquing it for... How realistic um, the story is. Yeah, that, might that, be that one's like, annoying as hell, yeah. And yeah, not to I mention, canon doesn't matter. Um, That's a pretty annoying one. Yeah, I think that it, I think what Shad said is probably my top one as well. So that'll be my tentative answer. 
I might think of something even more frustrating and annoying. But I mean, what I a trifecta! It. It's a kids thing. It's fiction, and who cares about canon? It's like, wow, you've just—that's it. It's all over. Those three arguments, best ones. Um, why must they make stormtroopers a joke? It's like making xenomorphs just a bunch of flies buzzing around, and the defenses are it's just a joke. Yeah, and I like this is the thing. I wish they weren't jokes. I guess my contention is that unfortunately, I I feel that they have been made jokes uh, to the point where it's almost irredeemable from what we've seen them do. Um, just make them not jokes. Well, yeah, like it would be better if they you can just, always pull you know, it back. Made them, yeah. yeah like, it, wouldn't it be nice if they did? But I still got a lot of uh, yeah, you know, um, humor and laughter out of them just blatantly doing. It. I just thought, <laughs> thought it was great. Uh, Mando reminds me of Robocop, but malfunctioned. Oh. Maybe there was a deleted scene. Mando intercepted the scout troopers and bluffed to stall for time. It sounded like him, and there were no dead troopers. I mean, we'd be screwed either way if there was a deleted scene that could help with anything, because it would be deleted. Uh, finally made it to an EFAP. Praise the long man. Hello there. Hello. Muller, I like you, but recent your uploads have been nothing but nonsense. I'm a subig. Also, can we have Blessed Pipeman on again soon? Thank you. Um, yeah, your um, your analysis of Rise of Skywalker or Star Wars recently, that you were saying suspect. so much without saying anything. I'm what? worried, Muller. You disagree with it? Yeah, it's, it was a bit... No, 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 I agree with it. Thank God. I was going to say, like, <laughs> you guys losing your... So, <laughs> what exactly do you have a problem with? The words? Yeah, no, other than that. Oh, the visuals. No, no, I meant other than the words and the visuals. Uh, the themes. Well, when I say other than the words and the visuals, of course that covers themes as well. Does it? Mm-hmm. You were describing an emotional well, subtext well, that was counterintuitive to the overall impression that you would want to achieve when reviewing, you know, quality content. I disagree. Okay. I interpret it differently. Uh, yeah, I interpreted that you're wrong. Yeah. I want to get good at better at that. I want to get better at saying a lot of words that mean nothing. I think that would be a great... And then making it feel intellectual. Like, it's just funny because like they say that's what I do all the time, but the first time I try to do it, they're like, oh, wow, that's a decent video. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? It's, it's amazing because people who don't understand what you're saying sometimes just assume that it must be so highbrow and intellectual for me not able to understand it that he's a genius and speaking absolutely, absolutely that's what carries a lot of people through mm. you reckon all, all the time we get these videos and it's like every sentence we stop and we're like wait what no <laughs> that's not correct um, that thing you said shad sounds a lot like it's okay to punch a nazi what? Oh, that's when we were debating about um, uh, that it was uh, it wasn't nearly as bad when Mandalorian, uh, Ma yeah, Mandalorian betrayed the bounty hunters versus um, what so he supposedly did against his own group. Oh, um, I don't think that's a and I don't think that's a yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a yeah. Difference. I don't know where you get that. Yeah. Punch a Nazi? What the hell did Jay ever do to you? Oh, Jay's a Nazi. Oh my god. Five hours it in, is. why didn't YouTube notify me? People re. I'm sorry, it didn't notify a lot of people, apparently. Welcome um, to YouTube. Hi. I miss the clone troopers. I miss competence in Star Wars. We all do, buddy. 
we all do. We all do. We miss those days. We Glad you made it out of surgery, Shad. Gollum, make a video, please. Hi, Rex. Hello. Thank you, sir. I'm sure I'm you I'm glad will. I survived as well. Because mm. uh, you guys probably don't know, it, it was a life-threatening surgery. It's just, and so I had to go through the wars. It was a, it was a, you know, risky thing for a time there, but I, I pulled through. Yeah, you fucking killed it. You you the, murdered the beast with a with a throat wars, the a metaphorical sword. Pipe. Uh, Shad quote, "I'm okay with plot armor." End quote. Oof. Damn, Shad. <laughs> well, that's taken out of context. I object, it's gonna, sir. It's gonna make Fight me. Epitaph. <laughs> <laughs> so this is weird. It goes. But according to my definition of plot armor, sometimes you can use it effectively. Fight me. We did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but the thing is, after what the <laughs> definitions were described, we were like, oh, didn't we kind of agree? Possibly. I mean, if you define something like that, I mean, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> well, I mean, what is a more valid definition of plot armor? Because when I hear the actual word, I think, like, seems like anything that is protecting the main character by virtue of the, that's in the plot. Um, and I guess, look, it's probably a flawed definition because your definition works just as well when you say yeah, plot, plot armor is something that is unrealistically protecting the protagonist that isn't justified in the story. And yeah, I think that's valid. So maybe I just need to readjust my definitions. Oh, plot armor is... Uh, I've never heard it used in a non-negative... or Sorry, non uh, a positive context. It's always negative. Um, people are always say it's when a main character's life and health and all that, they're safeguarded by the fact he's the one person who can't be removed from the story. And that's the reason. You just read that from it's chat. Like, it's like a meta reason. Well, hang on. But, but that, see, that there actually falls into my previous definition when the protagonist is often protected by the virtue of being the protagonist because they can't die halfway through this. Well, they can, but oh, if you don't that. want that. And the, and the writer will arbitrarily decide that bullets won't hit him and they might hit other people. And so that's when I was kind of coming back to, isn't that a form of plot armor still then? If that's the definition you were using? Well, we already covered it. I mean, like, we started giving out reasons for the likelihood of Tom Hanks' character dying versus others. It isn't that he was more likely to die and didn't. It's that there's equal likelihood. If anything, he's less likely because he has more experience. Yeah, that's why but, it's like... But ultimately, he only died when he did in that movie because of the decisions of the... Like they, and they purposely protected him... Uh, I bet he didn't feel that way in universe. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. But while Mandalorian, <laughs> no, it does, it does, it does. Mandalorian would no, be like, "Wow, my arm is strong." <laughs> while I don't spaghetti think there'd be a point. I don't point. care. I'm gonna eat spaghetti bolognese. Okay, don't give me damn shepherd's pie. I hope you enjoy it. So, so th this is like this weird set where he goes, "The Fall of Shadowversity, just Shad, Shad the movie maker, Joseph Shadison." Eric Shadzon, Quintiversity, Shadrick Willems, the not so great Shad guy, the wrong Shad, JXE's Shad Sids. Wow, our debate much has triggered some people. Oh my Gosh. But play, play the I elevator music. People just want me to play me. that all the time. I'll, I'll, I'll debate you. Go! Oh my god. At this point, the Benny Hill theme might be better. Mm. I get hit with copyright, I think, for that. They Shad now. They shad now. Oh, hello, shadow. Mundane shad. I can keep going. <laughs> this is a movie about bad writing the, intended for I shad. Think the one that, I think the one that triggered me most was the mundane shad one. How dare you? <laughs> mundane shad. Oh my goodness. 
Nice TV show. You need a ride? How about good writing? The least you could do is give me good writing. Schedule harassment. Schedule <laughs> harassment. Oh my goodness. It's still going. Uh, I might have to appropriate some of these. There are movies where a foundational error has to be overcome in order to enjoy it. Terminator 2's contradictory time travel and The Martian's initial storm come to mind. I don't forgive those, though. Yeah. Those are problems. No, no, and my, my, my point is, like, I don't want to get into the debate again, but, like, the whole Jackie Chan analogy that sometimes a sacrifice to realism that isn't necessarily explained in the consistency of the world can be appropriate if it does effectively achieve uh, a more positive outcome. And so I think we it's easier to suspend disbelief of Jackie Chan getting hit in the head so much uh, if we can get a longer, more suspenseful, you know, fight scene overall that we can enjoy. And so that's just one example of when I feel you can uh, apply these things in an appropriate way. <laughs> All right, then. Uh... All right. <laughs> Chad, you were meant to destroy the Disnoids, not join them. Bring balance to the video essays, not leave them in tism. Oh. I don't know. I think you might be exaggerating a bit. Give me an example of how I've joined the Disnoids, and then we'll see if that's valid. <laughs> I got loads of accusations of that from my April Fool's video. I was like, guys, check the upload date. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I was with you guys criticizing those last episodes quite a bit. Like, it's not like I'm unfairly defending it. It's just some points, I guess, I think could have been justified or... Well, you you, know. you straight up surprised me when you gave it a three for writing. I, I never thought you were going to go that low. That's what I went with. I thought I thought you liked it a lot more than that, or at least thought of it higher than that. Well, this is the thing, right, is that I judge it according to different standards. And if you tell me if I'm judging it according to a strict, you know consistency in writing you might find that i have a very similar you know judgment mm. on it as, as you but i also judge it against different standards as well and some are more arbitrary to me um and uh, and yeah so as the debate we had before we even went live is uh, yeah, it's all about the standard that you're judging it against is my perspective uh getting just right vibes from shad you should make emotionally resonant art rather than one is intellectually satisfying is he evolving oof False equivalent, sir! Give me a proper example that I was giving a similar argument as just right, and then I entertain the such a slanderous accusation. <laughs> um, I imagine this is what Congress in EFAP world is. Oh yeah, probably. Uh, Shad, they are axing you if you're giving it leeway for being in the Disney fanatical universe. He called him an oh, old right. boy. Buy the Blu-ray, <laughs> high rags. <laughs> <laughs> what was that saying? That one lost me. That's oh, just no, all that's references. That's some deep lore. <laughs> um, oh, there's definitely a spectrum here, dot dot dot. I, I think I know what you're aiming for there, Mr. Zack. Shad, I swear to God, you're like two bad points away from tearfully asking Rag and Mauler if they've bought the Blu-rays yet. Hashtag they called him a Disnoid. Wow, two references and what? Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. Two different hey, accounts, yeah. chat. Someone is saying I outright said bad writing and laziness is acceptable. I will push back on that because you're obviously defining bad writing in a different context to what I was saying. Because if your purpose in writing something is to try and make something enjoyable and entertaining to a large group, and sometimes you, like you'll more often achieve that through consistent writing. But if there is a small sacrifice for the rule of cool that is not going to break people's immersion, stuff like that, that can actually be a positive 
thing. I think you're being too narrow with what your definition of bad writing is. Because as a writer, and I don't want to do an appeal to authority, but these are things that you actually have to consider realistically when you are writing to try and get the most, to produce something that people enjoy to the most amount. And I'm not saying sacrifice realism and stuff like that uh, all the time, or even often. I'm saying if you do, you need to do it carefully and judge very cautiously, and you can do it effectively in certain instances. That's my point. Uh, there are no bullets in Star Wars. Spoiler. Yeah, but they. Why you? It's not true. Well, it wouldn't matter. It's not like you wouldn't just. You just. It's like, oh, these blades. They have a thing in them that means they insta kill people. It's like, can we put this in a propulsion system that can be fired from like a magazine slotted into a thing that I hold in my hand instead of having to learn how to accurately throw knives? It's like, no. Yeah, I mean, obviously. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course, projectile weapons still exist. Of course, they do. Obviously. Astartes Part 5, watch it or you're a heretic. Oh my god. I did. Oh, I watched it when it came out. Missed all six hours, but I'm glad to see Shad on. As are we all. Thank you, sir. I appreciate um, it. Hey guys, joined way late. Is Mando still a mare show? Uh, <laughs> I wish it was bad. <laughs> Crap. Um, this was some of the longest... You could enjoy it. I'm just saying you could enjoy it. Depend. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. yeah, of course you can. Yeah, it's, like, it's not impossible. Like, I enjoy Fast and Furious movies, and they're pretty awful if you're judging it against writing standards and things. But I find there's a lot to enjoy in them. Um, this was some of the longest self-aware cringe ever. That's, that's a good reference. Hi, Rags. Hello. Also, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. I will keep super chatting this until the release date or until COVID takes me. Oh, my. Oh, well, I hope that it... Um doesn't take you and mm -hmm. that horizon zero dawn releases yes to a great amount of sales and happiness and joy in defense of bob i can't believe batwoman. i said that yeah i am excited about batwoman that is do you not hear what we all said that dun, was a two dun, 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 and that dun, we love dun, it so much dun, and we laugh dun, our asses dun, dun, off would rather watch I, season two of I'm, batwoman than mandalorian <laughs> i am thrilled whenever i get the chance to see another batwoman episode i i can never predict what will happen it is oh i love it so much it's so terrible there Embrace you go it. a perfect example of loving something as bad possible <laughs> oh yeah in defense of bob i can't believe i said that you did but you need to be ashamed the bigger issue is Leia is convinced that they're being tracked, but takes zero measures to prevent the Empire tracking them back to what Yavin for, like switching ships. I agree. What I would have wanted in A New Hope, this is, this is why there is no film without flaw for the most part, um, like, I really wish that Leia had said more. She says, like, they're tracking us, and he says, not this ship, sister. And it's like, if she was really concerned about that, why didn't she take any precautions at all? Like, send a message out to Yavin 4 in some way, shape, or form, as they've said, switch ships. There's a lot of things she could have tried, but she sort of just doesn't. And we didn't even get a throwaway line. Like, what if she said, um, we got to get this information to them as soon as possible, and uh, we can, I don't know, at worst case scenario, move bases or something. But you need something, anything. Uh, howdy rags, why you know likey Doom Eternal? Oh, a lot of different reasons. It's fine, but... I think there's a lot of issues with it in terms of its design and its mechanics and the story and narrative and stuff like that. It, more than I want to get into at the moment, I'm still, I, I want to, 
play it more, I guess, and delve more into it. But as it is, I think it's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. I really need to um, actually play it. I still need to find a time slot that matches so I can give it a lot of time. But yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. We have reached the end of wow. Streamlabs and wow. Super Chats. I mean, it, it makes a lot what? of sense considering our audience has been perforated <laughs> to a degree. YouTube, thank you so much. Um, YouTube. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been fun and exhaustive, you know, in a, in a good way. We've gone through... Yeah. We didn't talk about the themes of Season 1 of Mandalorian. So, you know, fuck you guys. Were they really <laughs> even trying to play at themes in a obvious manner? Um, like I, I didn't sit, notice any broad kind of statements like... Forget the past, burn it if you have to, or something. So like... you got Mandalorian's life was started by someone saving him from like hardship, and he does that for Baby Yoda throughout. And specifically at the end, they have a shot to match it one to one with when he was rescued. There's probably something in there you could draw out in terms of like the value of life or something. Something. I'm not too bothered by it myself. Yeah, but see, it wasn't a very overt or obvious statement like that and so you could draw themes out of finding certain things but i don't think that was really that were really even trying no. very hard i just here's some stories here's a bounty hunter let's well, it all seemed like a sort of just like let's hope this works and then it did and they were like oh season two sweet <laughs> it's like let's keep going i don't know why works. they ever thought it wouldn't work it, it's just it's it, it, in what way do you feel it works Oh, just the cool factor. I, I never would have had a doubt. Like, as long as they could literally make it to a 3 out of 10 in terms of writing, they were going to be fine. The production values carries everything. Literally, TLJ is like a 2 out of 10, if we're being kind. <laughs> and it, it made loads of money. Uh, and you might be like, well, well how, well, how? And it's like, yeah, how? Because Star Wars is a, is a franchise that's hard to kill. They're doing a great job. I won't deny that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, your 3 out of 10, is that, like purely based on the writing or is that taking into account all the other things that did really well like the production i try i try to music. clarify that it's for the writing entirely if i was to go because this is the thing uh tlj yeah. and tros and all the and tfa the actors and and um the special effects the costumes the sets the camera work a lot of the shots even it's like you, you can't say that they're worth nothing um but simultaneously, just because they're incredible, even if they're 10 out of 10s, it doesn't just save the, the writing at all. In fact, it doesn't really do anything. No, it, it doesn't, I agree. But if you were to try and give a rating, judging everything contained in, including, like... I guess uh, four, uh, <laughs> instead of three. Four, that would only raise one. That's the problem, sure, is maybe. that uh, the writing is what everything is trying to present to us. That's the point of every other detail, is just an extension of the writing, the visuals, the sounds... All of it's just based on the writing. Yeah. I got a disproportionate enjoyment of just how well they reflected the universe. Um, and there was a lot of nostalgia I was able to enjoy and things. And so, yeah, that helped me enjoy it a lot more than I would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandalorians did use projectile weapons. They knew that Jedi view blasters as saber practice, so they used slug throwers. Well, like we said, if they block a bullet, it melts it, it splashes into their faces, molten hot, like, titanium. So it's just like, blah! <laughs> uh, there you go, R-rated, R-rated Star Wars, do it. I just think there's no way that in this galaxy people aren't like, oh yeah, there are, there are obvious advantages to using projectiles. Yeah. Uh, but I still have so many EFAP villains to meme, I know. 
I think Shad's saying, if they can somehow be quantified, that he would prefer 100% cool moments uh, with 20% issues over 30% cool moments to no issues. Yeah, it's an interesting balance. What, like, do you guys think that would be a valid exchange if you could enhance uh, the I think overall enjoyment of a piece? If you needed to sacrifice that much, in the terms problem of consistency is that. Uh, so if we were on set and we're running out of time and we realize that something doesn't quite make sense, and I could totally feasibly be like, "Yeah, guys, we need to focus on the next episode, writing it right now. We can't, we can't think about fixing this. This is, most people won't notice this. Let's just move on." And if someone was there, like, "Hey, you're the one who always says that these things are problems and that we should solve them," but I'd be like, "We should. We just don't have the capacity to right now." But it's not even proposing that um, uh, that scenario. It's basically if you could improve uh, the uh, general audience enjoyment, and you, say you could even quantify that. And I, I think there are ways by working off what has been successful in the past um, uh, by adding in certain coolness factors, right? But it would legitimately sacrifice some of the consistency and realism would you be willing to do that if it had such a higher chances of improving well, the overall success? I guess a good example would be look at Lord of the Rings and the Ghost Army. I I think they're quite problematic in terms of a writing thing. And if you were like, yeah, but we don't want to sacrifice them. They're so awesome. I'd be like, no, nah, let's fix them. We can fix them. I'm sure we can fix them. And I, I just don't know that there's a scenario where I will not be able to provide some level of fix that offers either a different kind of cool moment that's still up there or the same cool moment, we just find a different way to justify it, because the way we currently have is broken. I think your, uh, you know, um, acknowledgement of time frame is a, a valid thing to acknowledge, because, like, for instance, may, like, if you, I've spent um, two years writing a novel, um, and uh, I realize that... Um, I have achieved a coolness factor of, you know, like with the analogy that was given, but I do notice that there's, oh, there's about 20% issues that have helped me achieve that. Rewriting the whole thing to try it, like, ooh, that's such a massive, when I could probably publish it and still get as good a return and review and enjoy and people's enjoyment out of it and write a whole additional book, a sequel, for the time that would have taken me to rewrite and try and fix the problems in the first one. Mm. Um, I think that's something important to acknowledge as well. Um, especially if, if it depends what goal I guess you're going for, because for me, good writing isn't necessarily it's involved. I'm not saying it's not part of it. I don't want people to take me out of concept context. When I say good writing is not necessarily all about consistency um, and stuff like that. Another important part of good writing is writing something that is entertaining and enjoyable. And that actually should be one of the most prominent, um, uh, you know, goals as well as consistency. I'm not saying that these are exclusive, but that should definitely be one of the things. And that's why the rule of cool can be something to be considered in certain situations where it might be beneficial to sacrifice certain elements for the overall coolness factor, which is comes into that Jackie Chan fight scene that mm -hmm. I was sharing before. You need to sacrifice those things to have well, cool things. Out of the three results for me is, on one hand, we can fix it. On the second hand, we can find a different payoff that we can definitely have work. Or the third is, we ran out of time, I'll accept it. But it's still a fuck up. Yeah, so hang on. What about my point in, like, do you think it's valid to try and... Um, like right towards the goal of making something uh, as entertaining and enjoyable as possible 
which is not necessarily, though it's very connected in, because consistency is important. Don't get me wrong. And I'm actually a massive advocate of that in my own right. And my, one of my For goals. me, it's you're building a house in loads of different kinds of ways and that no matter what you do, I'm putting scaffolding up when you build it. Scaffolding's always going to be there. Mm -hmm. So... In order to build your house. Saying, and if you're like, yeah. I want to build a house that like, and I physically can't build it, scaffolding or not, I'm going to be like, you need to change your design. So basically, is that you essentially saying the same thing where you, it's like you feel you could try and achieve the coolness with the it being justified? With uh, the, yeah, I would um, first try and recruit, like I would try and find a way to build that scaffolding to get you that house you want. And if I couldn't, I would try and figure out with you what house can we design that you think would achieve the same payoff as the one you were trying to do that satisfies the scaffolding. And then finally, if you were like, but more, I've got one day to submit this. I'd be like, okay, fine. We'll, you know, we'll just have to, yeah, okay, fine. Like, I, it's probably going to work on audiences, just unfortunate we couldn't make it make sense. See, I don't know. See, sometimes I think certain sacrifices for the overall, you know, objective coolness, if you can even quantify that, are fine. Um, and I wonder if it, like, like maybe you could. I need to think about it. Like, could you always achieve it with consistency? Maybe it's possible. I don't know. Because I'm not sure, like, Again, it comes back to that Jackie Chan fight no, scene analogy. No, if it would be the same thing if you wanted to make it as realistic and you know consistent to the world as possible by having him show the actual effects that should logically happen by him getting hit in the head so much. And I don't think you can achieve that well, same you don't standard. Have to have him get hit in the head. No, but I don't but the getting hit in the head is actually an integral part to building suspense and showing him no, struggle in the fighting and things. No, I'm not sure you could achieve as an enjoyable fight scene by adhering to a 100% realistic framework. I don't think that's true at all. Really? I don't even think you think that's true, Shad. Yeah, I what do you mean? I don't yeah, I don't think that you really believe that. There's I don't no know. way. Like, like you you were the one that showed us a realistic mistakes? fight that was awesome, remember? Yeah, no one got hit in the head and we were like, man, hang on, hang crazy. on. Really Which sick. one is that the uh uh the sword fighting one I showed you? Yeah, the yeah. first time you were on felt. That's like it is far more realistic than many others, but it's far from true realism. No sword fight would last that long or be that drawn out with the exchanges. No one in the history, like that's not how sword fights work. They to... But they they're using realistic move, they're using realistic techniques and realistic moves, and they're marrying realism with the rule of cool at the sacrifice of certain other realistic elements. It's actually a great analogy that falls back into the Jackie Chan thing to get a better, more entertaining well, we result. They have. Well, you were saying but, that he has to get hit in the head. And you're like, no, he doesn't. No, but my point is to get a more entertaining result, sometimes you do need to make certain sacrifices with realism um, in terms of, because in realis realistic frameworks, if you want to be consistent with the real world and internally consistent, it's just not how sword fights work. Not at all. They don't last that long or have that many exchanges back and forth like that. Or, or, or are the reflexes so quick that you can react like that so instantly to catch an incoming strike? And so, again, it's sacrificing something to get a more entertaining result. But it still wouldn't break anything if they're not behaving exactly as a, a realistic, talented swordsman would, as long as they're not doing anything that's ridiculously stupid. Okay. All right, so... Because we can easily make arguments for, like, the competence of the swordsman. 
yeah, yeah. But you're willing to acknowledge it's still an unrealistic element. That's and then there's being... factors like um, the force or what or special weapons, depending on what fiction we're looking at, obviously. Uh, yeah, well, I've course. seen fencing matches that go on for way longer than like a couple of seconds. <laughs> there are problems with that as well. Um, fencing is not equated to real sword fighting; it's a sport, so there's a lot hmm. um, affect that. Um, so yeah, well, it's a very interesting discussion. I think mm -hmm. um, uh, that there was uh, an acknowledgement um, that you know that I think that is the case sometimes, and I think that can can be carried in a, a further um larger example where that trying to achieve the rule of cool at this at that sometimes i'm i wonder if the if the, there's an equivalent exchange for consistency with the rule of cool as it is for realism in fight scenes and the rule I'm definitely not I'm definitely not going to make a concession that something is less entertaining because it's more realistic. Um that's if anything no, it's Hang on, hang on. Is that is that a, is that blanket a universal that you're saying there that something can never be more entertaining so, so if something will always be more entertaining if it's realistic? No. I think okay. what he's saying is universally you'll never have to sacrifice entertainment from something being more accurate. Is that oh, what you're saying? See, I don't know about that. <laughs> Because that doesn't apply to fight scenes. Well, I'd say it's subjective. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what's unenjoyable about a fight that can be realistic, especially when you have all the variables that are involved. Uh, you can make things more realistic, but like to make it 100% realistic, um, again, uh, there is a subjective element, but you can kind of judge it on yeah, the success and all of that. Be, into, yeah, fights can it be goes a million different things, but all of those things could be realistic. Yeah, yeah, I agree there. Um, and it, there it also d goes into my percentage ratio that, you know, can you quantify what most people would enjoy more based on reaction and past and things? And I think you can make objective um, judgments based on percentage values. But anyway, that's gone back to our other debate. All right, then. Uh... All righty. I'm not saying those are mutually exclusive, by the way. I assume you guys are arguing against Shad that it can still be 100% cool with 0% issues. I mean, we just have to get to specific examples, right? It's going to be tough to explain all of like it, but uh, for, for the lack of very, very high specific ones in certain scenes. Like, for example, if J.J. Abrams said, okay, Mola, I want to have uh, Emperor Palpatine zap the entire fleet. Like, how do you make that make sense? I'd be like, that doesn't make sense. And, and I'm probably trying to appeal to him. I'd be like, dude, we can get away with cool scenes without doing that. You don't have to have that scene. And besides, you're going to piss off a lot of people. Like, you may entertain, let's say, 80% of the audience even. That 10% who are, like, really... Like, 10% don't care to a degree, but 10% are, like, angry. Um, because you're just screwing with everything. It's like, let's just get a different payoff with Palpatine in some way. Or, I mean, yeah, I'd be... I'd be screwing with Sorry. the entire film at that point. <laughs> I'd be like... Yeah, and because this is what I was saying, that there's obviously a spectrum where you can go way too far with something that you're sacrificing in regards to consistency, especially canon and stuff like that. And Palpatine Lightning thing is a perfect example. It's way too far because it's so blatantly in contradiction to mm. a lot of other things. And it makes so many problems with that power level. Like, look, you know, with what they were doing with the Force in that movie, 
Palpatine having an insane power jump is actually not inconsistent with the movie itself with what they were showing in there. There's power doing everything thing, but they're not consistent with it because suddenly he shoots that at Ray and she blocks it with a bloody lightsaber. It's like he just took out a fleet with that thing. So uh, yeah, there's a problems with execution and consistency with it more so I'd say. Um, King Brandon said, it seems like Maul and Rags just refuse to accept all the cheesy stuff everyone's used to in cinema. They don't want Rambo to be badass killing everybody. They want him to be a smart, a tactical uh, person. It's like, yep. Yeah, I, I, I want him to be smart and tactical. If he's been displayed as that in the past, specifically, I don't want him to have... I don't want him to stand on a hilltop and machine gun a bunch of enemies that are easily capable of shooting him just because... I'd just yeah. be like, you do know there's really easy ways to make someone badass without making them Im immune to damage. Yeah, I'm fine with a badass killing all the bad guys. Look at John Wick. How they do it. Yeah, how they do it is a really integral part of whether or not I consider it, you know, good or not. And when we talk, when we talk about cheesy stuff, I mean, the way the cheesy stuff kind of implies that it's, uh, especially, I guess, in this context, it was very, like it's a negative context to it because it's unrealistic in a way and it's hard to accept as real. Um, but hang on. Cause you have acknowledged that you can enjoy things because they're bad or even unrealistic and inconsistent. And a good example is the commando movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where, you know, he just comes in and destroys everyone. And it's, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun with him just demolishing everyone, even though they're shooting at him and they're never hitting. Um, and it's kind of fun because it is unrealistic and it's just him like, and so you, I feel you need to acknowledge some different standards to judge what is, people can find entertaining because pure yeah, consistency that's and a different, is not the only one. If you wanted one. to talk about what people find entertaining, that's a completely different conversation. Yeah, okay, good. Discussion. Well, I, I, that's it's an important thing to qualify though. If you're going to be ch trying to find what is or determine what is good quality or something like that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about why people find TLJ entertaining. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I think, like, what did they find entertaining about it is something that would be good to try and figure out. And then we could try and see, all right, could you achieve that same standard with it? But not it's not good. It's not a good thing just because they enjoyed it. No, I agree. I agree. Well, actually, uh, no, it depends on the standard. If your pure, if your pure standard is if it's cap of someone capable of enjoying it, disregarding writing... Well, it's it'll the be same interesting to discover like, why. It's the I same agree with you. Yeah, it's the same analogy with the room. Is the room a good movie? Now, objectively, with the writing and, and so many things, it's horrible, but it's one of the greatest bad movies ever made. And so by the fact that I'm even capable of saying that, I'm applying a different standard to it, saying it's great in some different perspective and measure, like your ability to enjoy Batwoman so much. It's doing something that is causing you to enjoy it. But we, we, so can, we can still judge against... that objectively with by the same standard, and it comes out to be yeah, terrible. Yeah. yeah, and you can judge it according to different standards in which it would be like if you were to judge, you know, just what we're saying before with Mola, when you're looking at, say, Last Jedi with its special effects. If you judge it only according to its special effects, it probably gets a high rating. Again, it's dependent on the standard you're applying to it. Yeah, if you want, sure. Judge it by its special effects. Well, hey, like, if someone can enjoy a movie that's just about some guy doing his taxes because they really love taxes, there's probably some people who love The Last Jedi because they just love special effects so much, and they like the flashing that. explosions. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, the, the key distinction, which is why I'm fully on board with you guys, is that they say the movie is brilliant in every way because they just love one part so much. It's like, no, did you see the writing? The writing was horrible. And so that's when someone is applying a standard too broadly saying other things were good when it wasn't. Um, 
Would you do Monday movies with Mola, where you just talk about a movie with chat, ones that you take issues with, or ones that you praise? Could be good. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I feel like uh, my schedule's been um, quite busy as of late with with everything that's been going on, and um, still haven't found time to record the next uh, Batwoman episodes. We still got to do that, and meme videos. Um, I probably wouldn't be able to keep up a consistent Monday movies with Bola, but uh, that does sound like it could be fun. Not gonna lie. Uh, hey Shad, would you do a Shadow of the Conqueror Q and A stream? Could be a lot of fun. Gee, there'd be a lot of spoilers, wouldn't there? Though I don't know how I'd, and it'll be so niche. A lot smaller of my audience. Maybe on my, you know, um, my launch uh, podcastly kind of channel that my studio has done, because I'm tending to do that. Mm. Uh, so that might suit that more than my main channel. Chativersity is very specific with its content, and I need to maintain that specificity to keep the views and interest up. Uh, Shad, Bruce Lee's films featured probably some of the most realistic fighting ever filmed. Game of Death in particular had very believing, believable fight scenes, and that film was arguably more entertaining than any Jackie Chan film. Ooh. Uh, not necessarily. You want to say Bruce Lee fight scenes are 100% accurate to real fights? No. I Most fights degrade. Well, it, what was the implication? That they're more realistic? Or that he they said are some of the most realistic. realistic. Some of the most realistic. And uh, yeah, there, there's a lot more realism in there. And to say that they're better than every Jackie Chan one, well, that's a subjective thing. You like So... Um, you can't say they're better than Jackie Chan ones because they're more realistic. Because, again, it's subjective. Some people find the Jackie Chan ones far more, be like, better. And I, I guess it depends on the standard, you know? Do they like a bit of humor and story kind of evolution in the fight scene? Because Jackie Chan is great at that. But if you prefer pure realistic kind of fighting, well, then Bruce Lee would uh, win in terms of what you're enjoying more. Um... Moscow is on quarantine till May. I guess it's time to rewatch all of EFAP again. Might be in a tight fit, though. Praise the dawn. Good luck, sir. Good luck. You'll have plenty of things to catch up on. Palpatine tells Final Order Fleet to fire up the new jamming tech to jam all their ships. Your rebel fleet is useless here. It's hopeless. Fixed. Um... Oh, you mean in, instead then, of doing... Well, if, if JJ was theoretically going for his giant payoff of lightning affecting all of the ships... That wouldn't be the same, would it? That wouldn't really be a fix, because that's not very exciting for an audience to see. Palpatine going, Plus. jam them all, and then they press a button and it jams them. Be like, oh. Plus, that's just adding... Yeah, it's like, adding, why didn't he use that before? It just does all the things it needs to do, and I bet we'll never hear from that again. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay. Uh, remarkable reshadlican, extra shadits, shadobi, shadman gaming, Jim shadling, shad table. You guys have a lot of enemies. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Rogue's hang delivery. on. Have they done the emergency shad? No. Oh no, that's uh, sorry. I'm getting that one mixed up with um, with oh channel shad or shad awesome. Hmm. Um, Can't forget that one. But yeah, that's um, that is it. So, I suppose the only thing to do before we exit Reno is uh, shad. Do you want to tell people to go and watch all of your videos from the beginning to the end? All right, Mola has told me, guys, you have to watch all my videos from beginning to end, otherwise Mola will kill you. I'm just I mean, like, I have to say it. It's, it's, it told me to. You. I told you to leave that part out of it, because that's like, oh, apparently that's illegal oh. now. Oh, yeah, killing people? Yeah, that's that's How crazy. stupid is that? It's like a giant <laughs> plot hole. Realistic. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no.
got it. There you go. Link is in description but, and in the chat. Yeah, and I think everyone knows where I'm from by now. I'm yeah, you've you've been on here uh, to to time. You've been on here before, right? Like an episode or two, maybe one. Yeah, I think just mm. at least once. I think I think. Um, welcome back, Shad. Hi, Rags. Oh, Hello. And Bruce Lee's fight scenes are far from realistic. Game of Death was okay. Oof. Super chats are fighting each other now. <laughs> um, I will say Bruce Lee's fight scenes are more realistic than a lot of others, especially of the time, because he was actually applying far more realistic kind of techniques. And he, like, he actually was, like, they choreographed it in the sense that his hits were actually having some weight to them. A lot of Chinese-style martial art fight scenes of the time period, the hits have very little weight, and they're constantly going back and forth and, and things. And so Bruce Lee's style really took the cinema world by storm when he you know, started making more realistic kind of ones. But they're not fully realistic. I, I completely agree. They're far from what a real fight is. Um, uh, there are realistic techniques he's using, but, you know... Yeah, they're like if you want to see real fighting, just look up certain YouTube videos and you'll see how real fighting goes and <laughs> brutal. Um this one says they buy now. They buy now. And fix your mic, Southpaw. Yes, Southpaw. Yes, Southpaw. Fix your Fuck. fucking mic. Alright. Um anything else you guys wanna wanna say before we hop off? It has been a pleasure. Lots of fun, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, Mandalorian's done. You Poor Mandalorian. <laughs> can't wait for season two. Yay. Oh, wait, I can. We'll be doing this again, so, <laughs> maybe. Hey, hey, random question. Am I like the most contentious guest that gets into debates with you guys more often? I enjoy it. Like, I really like going forth, but uh, it seems like to be one of the regular things that happens when I come on. I'm trying to think of, like, who would be your competition. I don't think there is any. It's not a bad awesome. thing. <laughs> no, I'll take that. I'll take that. that I'm trying mantle to think of any, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not certain. Maybe Major Lee. We need to get Major Lee back. <laughs> we should watch Major Lee's video with Major Lee. Yeah. And watch him suffer as he realizes that TROS ruined his video, whether or not we did. Um. But yeah, uh, thanks for hanging out as long as you did, Mr. Shad, and we shall we shall always have you back. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you, sir, and future. both of you, Mola and Rags. Pleasure as always. Love you guys, mm -hmm. and keep mm -hmm. safe. Yes, yeah, um, we will do our best. Thank you for the donations, Peeperoonies. Thanks for watching, and uh, Rags and I shall return next week for shenanigans of some kind. Um, yeah. Oh, and the last one. How could I forget Major Shad? <laughs> Gross. Gross. Thank Dang. you all for watching, everybody. Good night. Yeah, everyone. See ya.